hidey ho. See, that's what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say it back. call and response Hidey, hidey, hidey ho. Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Yeah, I'm not singing. I'm not doing any sing song. What are oh, we in the fucking, no. I'm in the basement of the goddamn fucking watchtower. That's uh, right. I'm the janitor. We're just having the, some fun, brother. We're having some that's fun. The, that's no fun. Howdy, 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 ho. Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Well, you're back in the weird zone. This week, <laughs> we're going to break down all the DC Comics. That's right. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And this is the no fun loving Jim Werner. <laughs> now, what what episode? You, you're doing the Heidi Heidi Ho. Didn't even tell the episode. Heidi Heidi Ho. I'm waiting epi- for you to say who you are. You, you usually tell us the episode first. I think. No, I don't. I, usually no, you're like, hey. but you didn't that's... even say you. You said me. Listen here, dummy. That's right. This is, this is episode number ninety one. Yeah, ninety one. Howdy, what, howdy, it taking howdy, 91, 91 episodes to start this goddamn nonsense. <laughs> uh, you even said before we recorded because we everything's out of order this week. You're out of order. You're all out of order, Eric. This See, that's fun, system's right? Out this of whole order. place is out of order. Uh, we had just recorded a little bit with, with, with Reggie, and you're like, "Boy, I'm in a good mood or whatever." So was I until you and your hiney, 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 hiney hole. Heedy, 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 he. That's right. I did. There you go, baby. I did it for you. Is is that good enough for you? I like it. You see, now uh, I have to make up. I was called out last week that I didn't use the soundboard enough last (laughs) week, but also we did our spotlight earlier this week, and the soundboard was down. And I was like, holy crap. So it took me a long time to to get the thing back up. So I'm going to make it so that it works out good. Hello, weird science. Oh, hello. Hello there. Bonjour, Jim. Bonjour, Eric. All these intros. There you go, Eric. There you go. That is inappropriate. It's going to be a great event. This is actually, you had told me before that at some point we're going to have a clip show. It's just going to be me and and hitting clips, right? (laughs) Edit that out. Okay, Jess, we'll edit that out. Jeez. Have fun. I like to have fun. (laughs) When she said that, it was like, it was a challenge. I know. Fun. And it was hard to have fun after that. <laughs> yeah. Was. I was so scared. I was, I was way off. But yes, hello and welcome to the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of October 1st, 2016. It's October. Happy October, Jim. It's my it's time October. to shine. Soon it will be Halloween and soon it will be episode 100 and then we can turn that spotlight off for the last that time. That time. I'm getting so tired, and boy, I could really go for a good night's rest one of these nights. All day today, I, I don't even, I don't even want to start bitching again. <laughs> I yell at all these people bitching and moaning, uh, but I don't know. Sometimes you're allowed, right? Sometimes. We, bitch, we don't actually, it's funny, we don't bitch about it all week until we start like really realizing how many books we oh, have and how long God. it's going to take and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and we're like, oh, snap. <laughs> Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network. You like that? See, you want some fun? Here I am. I'm Eric Shea. I'm going to be a goofy man tonight. That's right. And the Batman howdy, Podcast howdy, Network. Howdy, 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 ho. Hey, big boy. 
Very oh, proud. Gee, Very are you proud. singing, Heidi? How are you taking inventory? <laughs> Ow! Are you, are you are you calling me out? <laughs> are you are you asking me on a date? Are you taking inventory? <laughs> Come up and see me sometime, big boy. Get out of here, Mae West. We have a website, Eric. I already said it, but it is WorldScienceDCComics.com. And uh, you can go there and see our reviews, articles, may even have a little thing with me dressed up as Mae West going, come up and sing sometime. That'd be amazing. boy. Big boy. We have an email, weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. I guess, you know, I know you did your Heidi, Heidi Ho. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm all for your fun and games. Uh-huh. I, I don't like call and response. Then you put me on the spot, and I feel like I'm a, your fucking goddamn monkey. When I you know, say, hey, you say, ho. Hey. Ho. Oh, I can't That's stop right. that. I mean, you can't stop <laughs> that, right? You know, I say, suck. You say, dick. Suck. Dick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm all for the, the call and response that way. I just, I'm not your fucking. You have you know, your rules. I'm not your little me. fucking plaything. Uh, I'm I not say here, hotty, hotty, not here to ho. fucking entertain you. Say hotty, you, hotty, ho. No. Hotty, See, now hotty, you, you hotty, stepped ho. over boundaries. Now you gotta do it. No. <laughs> I'm not here to entertain you. Oh. So there, and God damn it, you're never here to entertain me. Oh. You son of a bitch. Now I'm in a bad mood. Speaking of monkeys, though, we heard that Dan Stransky is going to get a pet monkey, Eric. That's what he put up on Facebook. That's what you heard? Hello, well, weird heard. science. He's got, hello, monkey. Hello, monkey. Damn straight, he's getting a monkey. Word on the street, he's getting a monkey. And, That's a bad uh, plan. That's a bad plan right there. I think there are I can't take rules and regulations. Yeah. I want to see him. He's like, he's going to get this monkey, and he's going to think he needs an unboxing video. He's going to put it in the fucking box. This thing's going to get jump out of the box and rip his fucking face off. I kind of hope. I don't know. Does That'd that make so you a bad funny. person? You see him in the car, and he's like, I'm here doing one of my patented in-the-car video unboxings. Here it is, my pet monkey, Bubbles. Ah! Things like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can't make a monkey. Does that sound like a monkey? That's good, yeah. There's Dan. Oh, no. That just made me very lightheaded. I think I'm going to pass out. We're on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Facebook, you can go there and like us at Weird Science DC Comics. Run Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. We would love if you'd subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get this fine podcast. Yeah. If you want. We, you know, we'd like it, but we're not going to demand it, Eric. We did have one iTunes review this week. Five stars. Boosh. Five stars from Oz33, who says that we are a must-listen for DC fans. Awesome. Thank you, Oz. How do you like that, Oz? I like it a lot. A must listen for DC fans and maybe fans of people like unboxing videos with monkeys. (laughs) I used to do a kick-ass impersonation of a monkey. I forgot all about that. That is pretty good, right? You, you realize really while I'm doing no, it, I'm like, tingles. I'm scratching my fucking head and my armpit. That, You're a that method fucking, actor, are you? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I have to be in character. If I'm going to be a monkey, I'm going to be a monkey. Uh, this is a very musical week, Eric, as as you know. You already started with a song, but we have a couple I songs. Feel. A couple songs. The, the first one, we're going to have a couple in a row here. Um, we had some people give some tribute songs, and we're going to start off with Toby. Kuta Kinte. Isn't that Toby's name? Kuta Kinte? Kunta Kinte. Kunta Kinte. Your name's Toby. But yeah, we're going to start with Toby with what he likes to give us, uh, the Shea rap, Eric. That's right. I'm Spoon James, and I came to say 
Fuck Spoon James, we all about that Shay coming straight out of Quaker Town with reviews for that ass Check him out on Weird Science DC Comics Podcast Quick with a quip and on point like Deadshot He could give a fuck less if you like him or not With a voice that makes the ladies go weak at the knees Jim please, milk and cheese, you can suck these If it wasn't dancing, Mikey wouldn't have no fame We all know that news with Jim would come off weak and lame And without your soundboard to blow that foghorn shit The only thing that you'd be blowing would be Reggie's fuck stick Speaking on him, I guess you're grave robbing now? Did a Michael Clark Duncan die in 2012? Opinions out your ass like a colonoscopy Make way for MC Clifton with his brother Ramanasadi From the hottest next parts for the Get Fresh crew Word to Eric, Jim and Reggie for all you guys do On behalf of all the fans who hear the pod Every day we love you motherfuckers But mostly Eric Shay Just a man and a man knows a man uh-huh. Don't you know he's the man he is the And man. you know he never fails No one but the pure at heart May smell just stinky fart Sing it, Dustin Oh, Eric Shea What? what yeah what are, What's going on with that? That's the hot shit right there I'm glad I'm not that Spoon James guy He really rips him apart at the beginning <laughs> These songs are supposed to be about me and how great I am. What what happened? Shit's going wrong, man. I don't know. Shit is, it's, shit's wrong. Uh, it is wrong, but now we have another one. And this is from Dancing Mike. And Dancing Mike actually had heard uh, Toby's song, and he wrote this. He it, This is actually kind of an early mail, but it goes with the song. He says, hi, Jim, Eric, and Reggie, and hello, Mother. So Thank I have you, another Toby. song all about Eric this week, and I hope he enjoys it as much as my loving Muppet-themed tribute last week. <laughs> Unlike Toby, I don't disparage Jim or Reggie in my new song because I would never say anything negative about any of you guys. He's a positive man, Mike. Yeah. Jim, I applaud yeah. you for not playing for not playing the Burn Bow Connection song for Eric Pryor to the podcast last week. You remember? Yeah, I he kept that I, tight. I, he I did, did not let me know. So here's yet another tribute to Eric. He's getting all the love. What's up with that? Thanks again for all the uh, all you guys do for us fans. All right, and then he's gonna play this song for Eric. <laughs> Coming up, Eric Shea. Boosh! You don't need to p- badmouth me, you nope. know, to give a song. I don't know. Everyone, Mike, does the songs for me. He never badmouths you at all, Eric. <laughs> never. <laughs> My, here's the thing. You go from Mike saying, like, oh, and Eric's there, too, to Toby pretty much telling me to suck cock and <laughs> go to hell. Suck Reggie's cock. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, Reggie's <laughs> cock. I, I know, you know, and, and it's funny because he mentions the, the air horn in the song. 
Right. And the, this stupid-ass soundboard. I can't play two songs at once or I would have fucking laid on that one right there. But then the last <laughs> song, uh, G sent us a song, and he just wanted to send a laid-back song to get us all in the mood for the podcast tonight. This is what he sent to us. All right. Jamboree. Everyone's mouthpiece. I can talk to And I can't wait to hear what they have to say. Eric is America's sweetheart yeah. And don't you worry He's I will not put you down Boy, what is G doing with this song? Surely <laughs> as the speed for streaks Violently down the stream Jim and Eric will interlude for me. <laughs> Don't you stop now. We still got more reviews to go through. Because these motherfuckers have a 15-hour podcast. Because they're fucking stupid and they're morons. But yeah, that was G. I, I really wanted to be in the middle to have the, baby, you know we do the reviews. Like one of those. I love those. I love those in the songs. Those That is actually my favorite part of every yeah, song like that. I just love it. But Eric, we're going to go on to the rant race. Oh, and thank hold on everybody thank you, for those Toby. songs. Thank you, Toby. Thank you, Dancing Mike. And thank you, G. Th- like you just said, thank you, Mike. Thank you, G. Oh, Toby. Toby. That Toby. He is a fan of yours. He sent you. He wanted to talk to you on that podcast of his. It's true. Uh, the, uh, now I forget what it is. is, this, what is 42 it Shades of Geek. 42 Shades of Geek. For some reason, I was going to mix it up with 365 Flicks. <laughs> <laughs> like it's 365 Shades of Flicks Geeks. At least you yeah, didn't say 42. 42 Shades of Gray this time. I'm you know? going to say it now. I'm not saying crap. Uh, you know, you got to scratch my back. I'll scratch yours here. Toby. He thanked us all at the end of that song. Toby said, yeah, it starts to get positive near the end, but I'm still hurting it from the beginning. That thing hit me. It's like, here comes Toby's song. I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's about Eric. And I'm like, okay. You know, everybody's playing around with Eric and says, you know, next thing I know, I'm being attacked. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Spoon James is here to say, and Spoon James is going to have a fucking response rap coming up. Oh, yeah? I promise you. It's going to go, I'm Spoon James, and I'm here to say. You were like, where did he get that Spoon James thing? It sounded pretty cool. (laughs) I know. I'm telling you, I had no idea where that was from because it's like, it was so like a knocker. I'm Spoon James, and I'm here to say. I think I was making fun of myself uh, when I did that. Uh, yes, but we're going to move on to the Rant and Rave line. See, it's a, it's a musical episode. I All think right. that's what it's going to be called. Episode 91, 9 before the end slash musical episode. Weird Science Rant and Rave line, Eric. It's so goddamn easy. That's the you word on call. the streets. 
It is on the streets. You can call 641-715-3900, enter extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. Pretty damn easy, isn't it? Pretty easy. As easy as my prom date, Eric, and boy, she was easy. But we have a lot of rants. Yeah, we have, yeah, don't get on that. No, it was my sister. We have five rant and raves tonight. It's catching on. It's catching on, Eric. And here is the first one from Sanjay. And I forgot I put everything down. <laughs> it's going off the rails, Eric. Oh, no. I got to start this up again. Oh, God. Uh, like I said, this first one <laughs> is by San. Let me get there. It is, uh, what did I say? Who is it from? Sanjay. I believe Hello, my friend. This is Sanjay again. I am only calling to say thank you so much for a nice, wonderful podcast. Thanks to you, my English has gotten much better. I do Bush. I like Bush. <laughs> I tell my co-workers, Bush, good. It I'm is. on my way home now. I have some books to read. Hopefully, they will help me learn more English. Oh, look. I just passed a New Delhi. Oh, New Delhi. I miss my home. Okay, <laughs> well, thank you again. Okay, bye-bye. That thank you, is, Sanjay. That is Sanjay just passed a New Delhi. <laughs> um, my buddy Jay, uh, for the longest time, that was kind of a racial thing he would say, that he always wanted to open the new Delhi Deli. Yeah. Was to say, and I'd say, you are awful, my friend. But the next one is from our man Rob Lewis. He's calling him from the City Hall of Albany, Eric. Okay. Hey, Jim. Hey, Eric. What's up, Rob? Professor Reggie and Chris. This is your man, Rob you, Lewis. It's a, it's a recording. I'm just calling to make a statement about something that I'm sure you guys covered in tonight's news. Hey, Greg Wrecker, Wonder Woman is a bisexual? No shit, Sherlock. There we go. There's a little spoiler for my reaction. My reaction to the news, really. Uh, The next one. Thanks, Rob. The next one is from Dirty Drew. Oh, a little shit. musical interview. Yeah. Interlude. Interviewed, I said. This was the song that my son Rafe claimed that he wrote. Oh, yeah. He would sing this and say he wrote it. And we and then finally I heard it. I'm like, you are such hey, a piece of crap. DC weird science comics guys. It is Dirty Drew here. I'm going to play a little old Dirty Bastard for you guys. Just yeah. uh, roll me in. I didn't send an email in last week. Felt super bad about it, so I thought I'd call him this week. Um, it is late awesome. on a Friday. Um, all my friends just left out uh, to go to the bar, so I'm here. Uh, I have to wake up early in the morning. But hey, I thought I'd give you guys a call and let you know what I thought about a few of these books. All right. Uh, I bought seven books this week. Uh, it's more than usual for me, but uh, this was a particularly deep week for DC. Um, Detective Comics, Flash, Wonder Woman, Hellblazer, and Batgirl are, uh, they're all on my pull list. And I decided to give, uh, the rebirth issues of Teen Titans and Batman Beyond a shot. Nice. Uh, I've only read two so far, so I'd like to share my thoughts with you guys. Uh, Wonder Woman, uh, shot to the top of my stack this week, as it usually does. Uh, and Eric, I loved your review, but I think you underrated this issue a little bit. Uh, 7 out of 10 is a little steep, especially since we're coming off from 9.5s and stuff like that. I just, I just think that the, uh, uh, the, mo- the momentum of the series uh, deserves a little higher score than 
what she gave it, even though uh, I do agree that uh, it made no sense when one woman just discovered a bunch of new information out of nowhere that ended up uh, defeating True, that's the whole Earth issue. Yeah. Uh, and like transformed Cheetah back to normal. Hey, that's pretty cool. But uh, I agree the leaps in logic that one woman made didn't really make a ton of sense, so I would uh, take off conclusions. some points for that. But hey, 8 out of 10. Uh, that ain't bad, but 7 out of 10 rubs me the wrong way. Sorry, even though that really doesn't uh, matter all that much in the long run. <laughs> anyway, um, me with the, the art continues to be strong. <laughs> Liam Sharp, glad he's exclusive to DC. Uh, he's doing a great job on this. Judge uh, sure Great Wonder Woman, I love the attention to detail. All the close-ups are really, really strong. Uh, I still think Wonder Woman is the best series of Rebirth so far. Uh, and I really think this this uh, series, I'm glad I'm reading it, because I think it's going to go down as one of the definitive uh, Wonder Woman stories for a long time. Now he's jumping. All right. Uh, the second uh, book that I've read so far this week is Batman Beyond Rebirth. I'm a fan of the original show. Uh, so really, as a reader, all I really want is more episodes of Batman Beyond. Back right? to the basics. Uh, that's all we uh, really want out of this series. And uh, while we can't get that fantastic opening thing music uh, that we all love from the original series, What's uh, we can still get uh, what Batman Beyond is really all about, Terry McGinnis, right? Terry is one of the greatest characters of the DC Universe. I mean, I, I think so. He's all right. Uh, it's no wonder that a Batman Beyond book with, uh, without Terry pissed everyone off. Uh, that really made perfect sense to me. Uh, he, he's the best part of the whole concept. It's the relationship between Terry and Bruce. That's what we want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry McGinnis is a great character. Um, if I were to rank him amongst the Robin, I might put him right up there with Dick Grayson. I think oh, he's shit. that strong of a character. He's a bad. Uh, this was a really strong rebirth issue. Uh, I hadn't read any issues he of Batman Beyond. He was a Robin, Jim. Uh, <laughs> before this, uh, this is my first Batman Beyond comic, and I'm I'm kind of glad. Uh, this is a really great issue to just jump on out of nowhere. Yep. Um, I really didn't. I was kind of skeptical on the idea of a Batman Beyond comic uh, because I like the show so much. But uh, it it looks like the show. It feels like the show. Um, the Terry McGinnis characterization feels like the show. Um, I really like really like what I'm getting here. Um, uh, there's Terry, his younger brother, uh, Barbara Matt. there, the Jokers. Even get flashbacks to Bruce. I hope we get more Bruce in the future. We will. Um, Me too. But you know, everyone's there. Uh, I'm excited about the series going forward, and I thought it was pretty good. I'd give this also a uh, an eight out of ten. Um, wasn't the best comic that uh, is probably going to be in my stack this week. I give. I'm still really excited to read uh, the new Hellblazer issue, Team Titans Rebirth. Um, I'm really enjoying this uh, Batgirl. Uh, Hope Larson run probably more than you guys. Um, <laughs> I don't know about this uh, Monster Man series. I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's my new ratings. So Batman Detective Comics is probably going to go to the bottom of my list. And then this Flash series I'm about to drop. I don't know. Tag, you're dead. I don't know, man. That is right. Three dollars every other week. I don't know if I can keep doing it for Flash. Well, I like yeah. Flash. I want to love Flash, but you want to love Flash. Really hasn't uh, captured my imagination in any significant way. So that's it for this week. I hope to be doing more of these. 
especially after I've had a few beers and a few oh, like, oh, cigarettes. The bar, yeah. So, uh, love the podcast, Jesus guys. Thanks for doing friends. it for free. Uh, you guys rock. It's Bye. a robot in the don't, background. Don't break the illusion. It's a robot. Happy birthday, Drew. Happy yeah, birthday, happy Drew. Birthday, That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, it won't even say Drew. It still that, says Paulie. Paulie. <laughs> it's funny, though, with because uh, somebody on the site earlier today commented, and his name, he wanted the name Clean Drew, and I actually thought it was Dirty Drew just with a new name, and yep. he gave uh, Wonder Woman a 6 out of 10, so like I, yes. this kind of shocked me. Well, you'll be hearing from Clean Drew later tonight. Really? Because he sent in an email. Yes, he got he a did. Dirty Drew and a and Clean it, Drew. Yeah, it was a different deal. It was, I think he's playing off of Dirty Drew, Eric. He's playing Ooh. off a little tit for tat. It's an homage. Yeah, yeah um, I agree that Flat Flash, we'll talk about it, obviously. We'll talk about it tonight. But, yeah, Brandon was telling me, like, he's done. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are saying they're done. And it's it's a weird deal where it is not Justice League horrible, but it's just enough to be meh. And people aren't going to just keep spending money on meh. And I've said it, before, and, I would have dropped this if it was on my yeah, list already. I would, I, I'm actually at the point now, I would have as well. And uh, tonight, you're even going to uh, have an addendum to your five, uh, $25 pull the list. The do or die pull yeah, list. Yeah, the do or die pull list. You actually have a change of that, but we'll get to that a lot later, probably about 12 hours from now. Shut up. Here is the next rant and rave. It's not from Michael. It's Dancing Mike, Eric. All right, rebirth. Hi Jim. Hi Eric. Hi Reggie. It's a rebirth. Hello, mother. Hi, Dancing Mike. I apologize, Jim, if I left a partial voicemail before. Apparently, I don't know how to dial a phone. He did. He did leave a partial. <laughs> um, anyway, I bought four books this I'll week. I'll tell you too. Uh, Batman Beyond Drew Rebirth, number it. one. I'm enjoying I'm the new arc, the new direction of the story. If they want to completely forget the whole Tim Drake thing, Batman Beyond thing, and just go back to the original Everybody origin, I'm that. fine That's with everybody's that. everybody's opinion. When the sure Jokers uh, were on the school bus, they said they were going to, quote, turn them into cash. I wasn't thinking ransom like everyone seems to think. I was thinking they were going to take the kids and turn them out and make them, put them to work for... Um, just send them to the prom with me, Eric. Because, hey, once <laughs> you get paid once, you put them to work, you get paid over and over. Is he saying he wants them to be I like bad boys at the local sit. five and dime? And no, he wants them to make Joker sweaters and shoes. Maybe, maybe he was taking Rex Kwando. <laughs> Again, that's just my <laughs> speculation. Uh, Detective Comics 941. Yeah, that was another issue of Night of the Monster Man hit. It, it sure was. And I just can't wait for that awful story to be over and for them to get back to a regularly scheduled programming on both Batman and Detective Comics. I agree. Uh, Batgirl number three. The good news is Raphael Albuquerque remembered how to draw Bab's face consistently through the issue, which is a an improvement over last Bab. issue. Yeah. And he has three issues left, so hopefully he'll keep that up. Um, the story is moving along, but it's Don't kind of all over the place right now, so maybe it'll pick back up when she gets back to Burnside and hangs around all those awful hipsters who I want to punch in the face. I don't know. Um, then I'm watching that girl and buying it, but, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on that one. <laughs> Wonder Woman number seven. I agree with Eric's review that it was a bit rushed. It's like that Urshkar target. It's like, and then, then he's gone, and it was a bit convoluted with the story and the women protecting the law, bringing them there, and yeah. He just doesn't like So I wasn't really crazy Perhaps. about the story. I still, I'm still not going to wait that below an eight because of the art alone, and it's not total nonsense. It's just this was a bit 
Just kind of nonsense. I was not really it's underwhelmed, not really overwhelmed, just kind of whelmed about this issue. I like but it more. Jim, than I have found my new sexy Lois. Um, she's of course not as hot as preteen Kate Kane, but it's Barbara <laughs> Ann Minerva at the end of the issue when she, she is cold and she is ashamed, lying naked on the floor. Yes, she's, and finally, on personal there. note, even though Dancing Mike Rebirth has just started, after episode ninety-one, I won't be emailing, doing rant and raves. Or listening to the podcast. There, you know what happened? I think no. he, yeah, he cut himself off. I think that he has a, he actually had a uh, another one that continued that that I didn't realize. <laughs> he's going. I think he's going to Disney World again. Oh, nice. Or Disneyland, whichever it is, he's going to be going there. Remember, he goes to, uh, there. I think every year. So I think that was look what at it that was, Rockefeller. I saw he had two, and he starts off with this and saying, like, oh, I sent two. And I'm like, okay, I won't put that other one in because I don't <laughs> listen to him. I like it to be fresh. Yeah. Um, I will say I've been saying that I like Wonder Woman a little more than you, 7-1. No, okay. I, I don't know. Actually, I'm probably more around Mike's uh, score. But the funny thing is the first time I read it at the end, I'm like, boy, Steve Trevor's all nude and <laughs> – and then I'm like, wait a second. The sec- it, actually, the whole first time, the second time I read it, I realized it was Barbara. <laughs> I thought it was Steve. And She's I'm a handsome like, lady, that Barbara Ambinero. Well, it's because they had that. And then Steve, you know, they were going to use him. And then he's down on the ground. And I'm thinking, why is he saying that there was lies? What was he lied to about? And then the second time, I'm like, oh, yeah, there, there's some boobs there. I'm telling you, if you looked, she looks a little go. like Steve Trevor. She's a, a handsome fucking lady. There. Like Terry Magnus and Ted Kord in the Blue Beetle issue. Yeah, really. But yeah, we have one last rant and rave, and it is. And sorry, Mike, that you were cut off, and I thought that other one because he said he did too. But uh, have fun at Disneyland. He's going to Disney. World. I I never even know you. If you held a gun to my head and said which is which, I never do learn. Land is California, is world is Florida. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess that would be it then. I never pay attention because I never go there. Yeah, not, no, I'm not a Rockefeller. Kind of no. It's not like I get my Learjet and head down to the fucking Disney. Whoopie-doo, going to the Epcot, having lunch around the world. Now, do you know how, like, when you have young kids, you can do that thing where you have the princesses come and, like, for your daughters for breakfast and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, you go you have the princesses, yeah. You want to do that as an adult? I, I really do. Do you think that'd if be creepy be, as hell? It'd be creepy, but you pay the money, you get to do it. All right. And there you go. And then I have a little thing on the side where I have women who dress up like the princesses and they'll walk around the park with you dressed in sexy outfits. And <laughs> how about that? That's called you, uh, that's called escort service. You would be a pimp, sir. Well, listen, whatever they do on their own for a little extra cash, they can do whatever the hell that is. I'm not a pimp. To me, why you're not a pimp is because the people are going to pay beforehand – to me, the pimp is only a guy who, after services are done, they give cash, and then they would have to give me my percentage. I wouldn't do that, so I'm not a pimp. I'm just a businessman there. Just a businessman. I'm going to go all around the world, too. Yeah, I'd, How, however you want to justify yeah, it to yourself. Six Flags, yeah, you could just hire some hot-ass chick to walk around with you and go on lightning loops. Lightning loops, Eric. Or you could go to the fucking Hershey. You get, you get hired. You have a princess walking around Hershey, and you go into the Hershey Chocolate World. Chocolate world. <laughs> is here's is the this last. thing on? <laughs> here's. <laughs> is this on? Chocolate I'll be world. here all the week. <laughs> Chocolate world. Try the bean dip. Here is Trevitt with the last rant and rave. Hello, Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. What's Hello, going Trevitt. on, Jim? What's up, Eric? What's up? 
This is Travis. Everybody always like has I'm uh, calling this week about a couple things from last week, a couple things from this week. Um, I may drone on a little bit. Like little stone. loops, Eric. <laughs> Sometimes get lost. So, bear with me. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> All right. Anyway. He First, I want to talk a, about something positive. I'm going to say Green Lantern. <clears throat> I think I have expressed my disliking for that book, but these last two issues where they wrapped up uh, the the, um, the Hell Tower or Rage Seed or whatever it is, that, uh, that storyline, I loved the wrap-up. It made me really appreciate the series a little bit more. Me too. I like it. And now I can ignore certain things that annoyed me about that book to begin me with. Me too. But um, I loved... Last week's issue, like a day in the life type of thing. I love how they did that, like almost across the board. Those are my um, favorite stories. I enjoyed that a lot. It was, like a, was great. A, a Every, it was all great. In the life with the books. Uh, except for Justice yeah. League, which was one of the other things I wanted to talk about, Justice but not too much because, um, you know, sucks. who needs to be oh, the dead horse? I mean, you guys say everything I pretty much feel about the book anyway, but. Get it off your chest. Who keeps, man. like, let Brian Hitch write books? Like, seriously. <laughs> I know he was, like, something back in the day to talk about because he drew pretty well. If That's, <laughs> that's probably not the correct word. But um, <clears throat> he used to draw really well. I have, like, a JLA volume that has his R in it, and it looks amazing. JLA from back in the day where he, you know, Mark Wade was writing it, not JLA. Right, right. The DCYOU series because his art and that looks like um, awful. a talented fifth grader drew it. But um, yeah, anyway, I don't. Um, I'm not feeling Justice League, and that's a bummer because Justice League through the New Fifty Two was like holy shit all the time. Yeah. Like everything was exciting, and nothing about this is exciting. I'm always bored while I'm reading it, and I walk away feeling like I didn't read anything at all. I just looked at pretty pictures. Yes. Um, and I got to say, I love the way he draws Aquaman. That's one thing I wanted to say. I am in love with the way he draws Aquaman. Aquaman uh, swimming was magnificent. It's great. I would love to see Tony Daniel draw Aquaman series, and I would love to see Dan Abnett not write it. Nah, I'm just kidding. I like Dan Abnett. I have a He's feeling okay. somewhere deep in there, he is a great writer. But okay. um, He's a good writer. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think he's, his plate is a little full. You know, I think he writes like one or two Marvel books. I think, he does. and I know he on. writes like four DC books. Does he write Earth Society? Writer. He writes Aquaman. He writes Titan, and I think there's one more I'm not thinking of right now. But I mean, how can how deep does the well of creativity go? I think we know how deep it goes because we're reading his books, and they're not bad. Nope, but they're not, um, they're they're not spectacular solid. either. And I think that's why I think um, maybe if he slowed it down and dropped a couple of the other books. I think you'd see a little bit of the action kick Tell up. Talk about the man's maybe, uh, now. Yeah, really. Titans. Gonna, and I don't mean action like Aquaman throwing a tank. I mean, like, you know, a story moving somewhere or just, you know, being better. Like, I mean, I, I like the Aquaman series. It's pretty good, but I just <laughs> wish it was better. I, I told you I was going to get lost. I totally got lost. What the fuck? <laughs> He's trying to anyway, about Aquaman. forget that. Let's, let's, let's move on to Steve Orlando here. Oh, here um, you know how I feel about Steve. Fucking Steve. You and, know, uh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've smoked a cigarette. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah those, no more Steve Orlando. I didn't like the first two in Night of the Monster Men. The art was okay. It's not as, I don't hate it as much as I hate Supergirl, but. Is it me or Trevor? To give an event to somebody, I mean, these are, are important books. Like, I don't know what he's smoking. Batman, <laughs> they're important books. 
Yes, they These are. are like I have something to top say shelf. About that after this. And to let Steve Orlando write it, I, I I don't get it. I mean, you know, I guess the sales are there right now because Supergirl did sell well, so maybe whatever. But I, a, I just don't know why fun. they threw this guy as a series. Um, I think it's going to be lackluster. You know, I don't Me think too. it's going to completely suck, but I think it's going to be like, ah, all right. But I can tell you right now. I'm not going to go out of my way to buy the Night of the Monsterman trade. Like when I Absolutely go and not. I buy my Rebirth trades, because as you know, I'm a psycho and I buy yeah, everything. I know, he buys um, every trade. He's buying <laughs> that trade. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to skip over that Night of the Monsterman trade. No, you'll buy it. Because I, I don't say, think it's be a part of Batman Rebirth series. I think the second one is I Am Suicide. I think it is actually I Am Suicide. The Night of the Monsterman is going to be a completely separate trade altogether. So I'm going to fucking skip but yeah, that's it. Made it quick, short, sweet. Ramble a little bit. Um, uh, honorable mention. Right now, I'm reading this crazy book called uh, "Fucking Lady Killer." Yeah. Um, yeah. Joel uh, Jones, Jones yeah. and Michelle Madsen, and it's it's pretty fucking sweet. It's about like this housewife contract killer. It's pretty sick. I mean, Joel Jones art. This I don't need to tell you guys. We all love Joel Jones yeah. inside and out. That that art is lit, Eric. Um, lit. That's what they say. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's it. In comics, I'm uh, loving the Dancing Mike songs. Yep. Keep them coming. I bet um, he's going to like and, Toby's song. You know, Dancing Mike, I, w- I want him to call and uh, be be weird again. I want to go back to being... Uh, Offensive? The way you were. Get, what's, what's this Michael shit? Yeah, it's done. I don't know. Anyway, all right, guys. That's it. I um I actually at uh, one thing before I get to my Batman point, I want to at one point I think I'm coming up. I'm gonna have to have a duet with Mike. That'd be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna email him about that. But the one thing that actually through all these calls and then Trevitt actually like kind of pounded it into me is that I would love to say Batman is the best book of Rebirth, but with this Monster Man already. I can't say that now. No. It really ruins that run for me as an overall score or being in that, where even Trevitt said, like, oh, I'm not going to buy the, the trade and all that. I'm almost to the point where I want to pretend that this is not legitimately part of the book because it's a crossover. Right. And if I could do that, I would say that my favorite book, the strongest book, would be Batman. But because of this Monster Man, I've already, even if it was just one issue so far of Batman in that, it does kind of throw it down. And um, Well, even you, you have the crossover issue. I would say, like, Superman is one of the strongest books, but because I did not like the Eradicator bit, I can't yeah, say that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. So I would actually have to say that Wonder Woman probably is the strongest book so far. Yeah. But I don't like it as much as say Batman or whatever, and, and I know Strong that everybody's busting on everybody's busting on Justice League, and I've read next week's issue, Eric. Have you? Yeah, yeah. You didn't even tell me about that. Goddamn. No, I didn't. Yeah, I read next week's issue, Eric. I read, I read it. <laughs> I read you can't it. say nothing. I don't even know what you're doing. You know what? It's not that bad. Good. It's not, it's not your fault, Eric. Don't go yeah, there, man. What? It's not, it's not your fault. Eric. No, man, not you. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. And I, I, I you know, we, we could talk out of, out of school a little. Um, it is, it starts off horrible. I'll tell you, you're going to read this beginning and you're going to hate it like you've never hated something before. And then all of a sudden by the end, I'm like, 
Holy shit, this this was not a bad issue, and it almost goes into the lines, which reminded me of a day-in-the-life kind of issue, with right. a little twist, a little twist and turn, a little, a little up, M. The, Shyamalan up the button ass. around the corner there, but yeah, uh, I, I didn't mind it, and it shocked me. And of course, as I say this, we got all the books for next week already. Yes. The only one I read. I go right to it. I always go to the one I think I'm going to hate so much that <laughs> I can bitch over. and moan. And I read it. And I even sent Brandon a note. I'm like, yep, that's one of the better ones. But yeah, we're that, that's it for the Rent Raves. That's it for the intro. And we're going to talk news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. Oh, yeah, yeah. and I guess Eric's there, too. <laughs> I like that, Dalia. That song is one of those ones you just want to light your lighter up and hold it up high while you sway back and forth. And I was doing it the whole time. I can't light a lighter like that without burning my fingers. So. Honestly, I was I was trying to have fun with it, but I kept looking up because I thought that was going to happen. No, no, I'm not very good with that. I don't smoke. I don't do things like Trevitt does, Eric. I'm, I'm a good person. <laughs> I don't do that things. So when I would go to a concert, I would just sit there politely and listen and and tap my foot. You're a real, Ta- you're a real fucking bright of excitement, oh, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking ball of excitement, yeah. and I am. But here is the news. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Travis uh, is going to be around our area. Uh, not really close. He's a couple hours away, but you know, he didn't know he's going to be in the Poconos and he had right. heard us mention him, I believe. And he's like, you guys want to get together for a cup of coffee? I'm like, you, you don't want to have a cup of coffee with me. I'm so goddamn boring. I'd show yeah. up for a cup of coffee. I'd, I'm there for the free coffee, Eric. <laughs> that gets done. I'm out. But I'm like, <laughs> hey, see, see you later, buddy. And if I have to interact with anybody on a personal basis, I have to get drunk first because that's how awkward I like ang- anxious and I am. And then everybody so. realizes you have a problem. We meet them exactly. at seven thirty in the morning for coffee, and you stumble in, fucking drunk, fucking smelling like shit. <laughs> hey there, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on with that guy? I'm and of the course, worst. I am just then I'm the the worst awkward guy who I told you I make crazy jokes when I shouldn't when I get really nervous, and then I yeah. would probably start making fun of you and. Next thing we're in a fucking fight and the goddamn, you know, I don't know where we're having this coffee. We're having it uh, at some fancy coffee, coffee restaurant. I have Isn't to that what they're myself called? to go vomit outside. Coffee restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just throw up in the place. <laughs> in my yes. coffee cup and try to act like nothing's wrong and oh, keep yeah. drinking and, it. And then I just like, hey, oh, how's that God, coffee there? Looks a little lumpy there, buddy boy. <laughs> hey, lumpy Rutherford. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is the news. Uh, there's a couple news items. Uh, very exciting news week. It is going to be New York Comic Con. Is that going on right now? 
I don't know. I don't know either. I'm telling you, I am so bad with this. I, I really thought it was last week, and then I thought it was this week. I haven't heard anything, though, so no, I don't know. No, that's what's weird. But, uh, yeah, since I told them to go fuck themselves uh, in an email, I have not paid attention to it. And yet. actually, I thought originally I thought it was that week I had that wedding, because my friend Monica was talking about it going. It can't be so this I, week, right? Because Reggie I, kept talking about us going, and yeah. I think he would have brought it up again. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to know this sort of thing? We don't go places. <sighs> I know. Let's. It's it's Quaker Town Comic Con right now. Right. Oh. It, there's a Comic Con in my mouth, and everybody's coming, Eric. I've this is there, the news. There. DC signs Sam Humphreys. Sam Humphreys, Eric. <laughs> Sammy Humphreys to an exclusive contract. Old this Sammy is, Humphreys. Old Sammy boy. Sammy boy. This is going to be from their uh, press release. So. Don't, right. don't blame me. DC Entertainment continues to expand its roster of top-name talent, announcing today that it has reached an agreement with writer Sam Humphreys of the Green Lantern's book to create comic book content solely for the publishers DC and Vertigo imprints. They asked Sam what he thought, and he says, Reflecting on bringing his talents to DC, Humphreys said, I'm thrilled to be writing at DC Entertainment. Today's announcement takes an already spectacular creative partnership to the next level. He's a very confident man. He, sure he's is. not humble, Eric. He doesn't go by that, oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. Remember that song? You, you not aware of that one? No. You don't know that one? Nope. That was a good country song way, way back in the day. It's almost country. like the rhyme. No, it's almost like, I'm a rhinestone cowboy, like that yeah. sort of thing. Where it, and All even right. like, take this job and shove it, like that. Well, I, I told you so it's like, a musical or convoy. It, it, this convoy. is a musical episode. We got a great big convoy. On my own damn couch. On my own. Listen, I won't Heidi Heidi Ho, but I'll <laughs> rhinestone cowboy your ass right, right. off of that. Uh, fans can look forward to Sam's next story arc, The Phantom Lantern. In October, when Simon and Jessica face an ancient predecessor to the Green Lantern's rings that has all the power of a lantern ring with none of the safeguards. Hmm. Shit. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Is that all Ooh-wee. the news? Rebirth is an exciting time in comics where nothing is impossible, continued Humphreys. The Green Lanterns have most of the, uh, one of the most storied legacies in comics, and never has the future felt so epic. Getting to write things like a new oath for the Phantom Lantern. As a creator, you feel the history and you feel an excitement for what's to come. What do you think of that new oath? Honestly, you would have told me, oh, I don't care about the oath, but uh, you, you would have told me this news two months ago. I would have been pissed because I hated the Green Lantern's book. But after the past two issues, I'm on board. Come on, Sammy boy. I, I, Give me sent, what you our got. Guy, I sent our connection from uh, DC. I'm like, boy, it, I, it, basically what you just said. I said, yeah. you know what? Right now I'm all on board. I want to hear yeah. this oath, though. The Phantom Lantern Oath. It's just the oath. It was fun for me with the Green Lanterns back in the day, but everybody having their own oath, and that's how they charge her. It's just kind of hokey, honestly. The Phantom Oath. It might go a little something like this, Eric. I'm Spoon James, and I came to say, I'm going to get this Phantom Lantern every day. How's uh, that? How's that? I went I like down it. to the hat store and <laughs> got myself a hat. <laughs> the next bit of news is Christian Wild Goose announced as new artist on the Batgirl ongoing series. Not Joel Jones. No. Christian Wild Goose. This January, Batgirl is headed home with a new artist and new villain to kick off the next arc. Artist Christian Wild Goose from Gotham, Gotham Academy fame, it says, will take over art duties once Raphael Albuquerque's run concludes with Batgirl number six. Wild Goose? It's a weird name. It's a weird right? name. I'm it, telling it, you, it's, it's just so funny to say. It. It's actually funny. It makes me smile. 
I like his look. Wild he looks Goose. Like, he looks like a fun guy. Wild Goose joins writer Hope Larson uh, upon Batgirl's return home in Son of Penguin. Since the watch of Rebirth, Barbara Gordon has left Burnside and Gotham behind for some well-earned time off. Does it seem like time off to you? It's, She's getting her ass kicked, MMA style. It's not I don't know. Time off. She uh. She's not really doing much. She's getting her ass kicked, MMA style. <laughs> you know, you, oh, you know what else she's doing? She's getting her ass kicked, MMA style. Is this thing on? <laughs> I just like that. It sounds like I don't know. It's a good catchphrase there. Get, traveling to uh, Japan, Singapore, and more, she's been on a quest to train with the most elite masters of the East, and have gotten her kick ass. Uh, I messed it up. I messed up my whole line, <laughs> as well as taking a break. Is this thing on <laughs> from her everything? <laughs> Crime fighting life, but where she goes, danger always follows. And and also old friends who turn out to be pieces of shit. It's yep. like you. It's like your oh. life, Eric. What do you think of that? I'm, you. St- I'm still in shock to be working on Batgirl, probably more so than the reader. So I have mixed I have a feeling of mixture of excitement and nerves as I take on one of my favorite characters, says Wild Goose. Despite any nerves, I know I'm in safe hands working with Hope. You know why? Because she's getting her ass kicked MMA style. She's doing an awesome job with her current run, and I'm looking forward to teaming up with her. After Raphael's run, I know I have some pretty big yellow boots to fill. It's funny, Raphael's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't have any fucking yellow boots. Raphael, what? he's not wearing yellow boots. I used I to have these. Ra- I had yellow galoshes when I grew up. You, everybody you had yellow had galoshes too. when they grew up. Not everybody, Eric. Some people are poor. They can afford galoshes. They My, can't afford their rubbers. Some people can't afford their rubbers or their Mac. Yeah, I can't afford rubbers either. That's a little. That was a little call out to my British men. You got, oh yeah, boys, you Mac. Got there. The Mac. That's a hat. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a hat. I'm Hope say and Raphael, Mac. Hope and Raphael's amazing work makes Batgirl larger than life, and I hope to keep their fire and energy burning. Getting her Jim, ass kicked, Jim, MMA style. Jim's version of Mac and me is way more boring than the it actual is. Mac it's and me. It's me and my fucking hat, my only friend. <laughs> it's sitting there. My, it's there. And I'm like, why can't you dance at McDonald's like the real Mac and me, you fucking piece of shit hat? Most I'll of tell all. you, though, freaking hell, hmm? you still going with this? I no, I'm, I still have a little, but you go oh, on. I, you can interrupt well, me all you want there. I was, I was so Heidi, upset Heidi Ho. in Detective Comics back in the day when they introduced the Emperor Penguin. But by mm-hmm. the end of that, I was so happy because I loved where it went. The idea of the Son of Penguin, I'm actually intrigued with. I want to see this. Yeah, it's weird, though. They're saying this new villain, so it's going to be some hokey thing. Yeah. He, he probably, Emperor actually, Penguin was new, too, and I ended up loving it. He probably wears a Mac. Most of all... I'm going to have fun. He's, he's just there to have fun. I have think fun, there's baby. something. Have fun, collect the paycheck. I think that's something even Batgirl would approve of. Oh, oh shut no. up now. Oh, now he's speaking for Batgirl, is he? <laughs> Here oh, we are Wild in the Goose. basement of the Watchtower. You son of a bitch, Wild Goose. That is not a real person. That That is a person <laughs> you're drawing, Wild Goose. Don't go over the fucking deep end here. Yeah. Next thing, he's the janitor at the fucking Watchtower. That's the right. Adam just took a dump, Eric. It's it's trouble. Or he's off fighting Red Lanterns and he's fucking calling in with a Why fucking. Why does he shrink C- down when he has to take CB a dump in the fucking message? I hate when people do that. I I hate two things in the beginning of podcasts when they <laughs> pretend they're fucking games. Oh look at we we can't have Eric on the podcast because he's a Nanda Parbot figuring out the den. You know what else I hate with fucking sing songs? Fucking Cab Calloway. How can you hate Cab? No, I hate you doing oh, Cab. Sense. I wish you'd get a cab. Get the fuck out of my life. Uber. 
Over. <laughs> you threw me off with that. Is this one, Eric? Uber. That's a bunch of nonsense. I think that if I, I I would like to do that Uber, make a couple extra bucks, but I'm afraid somebody would rape me. That, that's my biggest Look at fear. That sweet ass. It's true. They'd see me. They're like, God damn it, Uber, you're ass I don't know right about over that here. Face, but look at that fucking ass. Really? I turn around. I, they press my face into the fucking mattress. You don't have to look good then. <laughs> Wonder Woman is queer, Eric. That is the I've next bit that. of news. Wonder Woman is queer. And in an interview with Comicosity this week, Wonder Woman writer, uh, what's his what's name? His Greg Rucker. I didn't Rucka. write it. I, I wrote this up and I, Greg Rucker confirmed that Diana was indeed queer. In the interview, he defined her sexuality as involving, although not necessarily exclusively, romantic and or sexually interest towards persons of the same gender. Who the fuck wrote this? Was this actually Greg That Rucker was a quote. That? That's that a quote. Terrible. That's he's terrible. T- he's talking in riddles. He is riddle me sure this. He has all his freaking bases covered with this statement. Riddle me this, Eric. And they even said in the thing I read, they're like, really what he's saying is she's bisexual, but he won't really go out and say that. He's just, and of course really. She is. Well, really, Eric, it, it's not for you to define. It's for her. <laughs> she's real. <laughs> she's a real person. This okay, means Christian a Wild lot Goose. to me. Christian Wild Goose tells me that she is real. Rucka does explain that Wonder Woman's sexuality is more complicated than one word can encompass. When you start to she think about giving... People, she likes people touching her pussy. When <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs> when you start to think about giving the concept of Themyscira its due, the answer is, how can they not all be in same-sex relationships, right? It makes no logical sense otherwise. You're supposed to be able, in a context where one can live happily, and part of what an individual Scissoring. needs for that happiness is to have a partner, to have a fulfilling romantic and sexual relationship. Says you. Yeah, I've tell, been trying to get rid of my partner for a while. Tell my wife. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Take my wife, Eric. Please. Please. And the only options are women there. Uh, but an Amazon doesn't look at another uh, Amazon and say you're gay. They don't. The concept doesn't exist. I told you it was like, like in the, the book brother. where yeah. Yeah, they didn't have the term brother. Um, so, yeah, they it don't is, have gay. It just gay. is. As they say, Eric, it is what it is, and it's fine. And I think that Rob Lewis, I'm not done with this, but Rob Lewis summed it up completely right. No shit, Sherlock. I, yeah. I I know that a lot of people are very happy about this. I think it's just because – here's the deal. I really don't think that it's because Greg Rucka is saying Wonder Woman's gay. I think that they're very happy that Greg Rucka is allowed to say that, and he's not getting flack for it from DC itself. Uh, right. That's really why I actually do like it. Uh, in this interview, though – he does point out the Earth One, Grant Morrison, and yeah, and that. It's really spelled out. It's completely oh, yeah. spelled out. But it was weird. Even when I read that, I thought, boy, it's kind of weird that they're spelling it out completely in this only in a Elseworlds Earth One story. Right. Uh, but so he's saying it's fine. I, I don't mind. But he says, Ruck also stresses that Wonder Woman doesn't leave Themyscira because she's fallen for a man, Steve Trevor, who has washed up on the island after an accident. She leaves because she wants to see the world, and somebody must go and do this thing. Rucka She's explains. best qualified. And she has resolved it must be her to make the sacrifice. And that is something that you have to say. It was kind of pushed in the book. He, she, 
has a bond with Steve Trevor, but it never seemed to be like she was infatu- infatuated well, no, it, with it him. It just right? seems something that's been created by the gods already. Yeah. And also, like this in, in the uh, Legend of Wonder Woman, they did even a better thing with it where she kind of wonders what's going on in the outside world as well. So that's kind of her ticket yeah. to go out as well. And exploring the concept of same-sex relationships for Wonder Woman, Rucka was adamant in saying that DC Comics hasn't asked him to alter his interpretation of her love life. Nobody at DC has ever said she's got to be straight, Rucka said. Nobody. Ever. They've never she's got to want that D, They've Rucka. never blinked at this. So, yeah, uh, it's fine. And uh, anytime we talk any story like this, this, my main thing is if it makes you happy, makes you happy. That's great. Yeah. I, I don't think that anybody's awful enough to come out and start yelling that this is bullshit. And if they do, uh, you just look at what, like he said, Themyscira and all that. If you're going to come out and go, not on my watch or whatever, you're like, <laughs> where where has your watch been for the past 50 years? You, yeah. you know what I mean? This just is... It, it is kind of nice that somebody's able to just come out and say it, and and it, we're in a time where it's at least somewhat accepted. But I know Ooh, that the Liam, times we live in. Oh uh, yes, it's a brave new world we live in, Eric. Uh, Liam Sharp was getting some shit on Twitter though, because there are some pieces of shit out there. And, oh, and really, I have a lot more to worry about. I'm worrying about what the fuck I'm going to make for dinner tomorrow. I wonder what it being fucking bisexual or queer. That's eh, not high on my list of worries. I, I just, here's the thing, and anyway, you don't know any, it's comics. You have a, hey, the killing joke, I'm going to get rid of that. Next thing you know, it, it's it's gone, it's back, it's back and forth, you know what I mean? You could yeah. have Wonder Woman dating fucking, who knows, down the line, Batman. Martian it's just Man what it, Hunter. Just whatever, uh, yeah, that's still kind of being queer. I don't know why, but that's a Martian. That's not a man, Eric. That is not a man. Plus, he can ship, shape shift and shit like that. You know he's doing some crazy things. Well, that's like when Beast Boy was going after that brought in uh, New Teen Titans this week. You know, I don't, I can't say for certain he wouldn't have turned into an animal during that. Yeah, what if they were uh, if they were having sex? Yeah, he's yeah. A weird how guy. would she feel then? Yeah. She just had a sex with a donkey. Now you're now, a monster. That usually lady. only happens in Tijuana, Eric, and you usually it's a quarter show. The next thing, the woman eats fucking fruit salad and, and shits out a fucking watermelon. They do shows you. They watch. do crazy shit. The, my uh, my old boss Bud, I'm telling you, legitimately, he said he saw a woman eat two dollar bills and shit out eight quarters. He swears to God about it. He thinks it really happened. I just think she'll well, quarters just, up her ass. You stick your goddamn quarters be your ass first. Come on. Well, the, the problem is, magic and trick. then that that also, I actually saw that happen. That's what they used to do at the arcade in Quakertown. You used to go up to this lady and she'd eat these dollars and shit out quarters. That playing Pac Man, Eric. Gladys Pac-Man. is terrible. I just want to yeah. play a video game. That's Quakertown for you, though. That is Quakertown, but that is the news. Uh, All right, we're gonna move on to mail section number one now. It's Mail with Jim! Hallelujah! It's Mail with Jim! Oh yeah! It's Mail with Jim! Hallelujah! It's Mail with Jim! Amen! It's Mail with Jim! Hallelujah! It's Mail with Jim! Amen! Let's hear what you have to say! We don't need no Mail time, Eric. It's time. Fuck all this dancing I'm doing. I'm getting winded. Oh, dancing? You want to dance now? 
your your neck doesn't hurt. Oh shit! <laughs> Come on, Aaron. There we go. Come on, baby. Get in the mood, baby. You're dancing out. Oh, I'm dancing. You're dancing out. You got that. You're racing the roof. I you race the roof anymore. No, I don't race the roof anymore. Uh, you don't race Wait, the roof I am anymore. lucky this is not a goddamn video cast. Oh, it'd be so great. You're <laughs> dancing it up. Every uh, song, I'm dancing and doing something. Every song, Eric? Every you say, song. Every song. How about this one? Come on, Ooh. Eric. Come on. Ooh. Here we oh, go. you start with that. You start with a head bob. Yep, we're oh. getting in the mail. Give me your play-by-play. Oh. Play. Come on, girls. Come on, girls. Do you believe in love? I do. I believe in love. I got something to say about it. Say about it. And it goes something like this. Come on, Adam. Go oh. express yourself tonight. You just did by being a piece of shit about Wonder Woman. <laughs> Madonna, Madonna had no idea you were going to be a piece of shit about Wonder Woman being queer. She didn't mean that. Oh, it's going to get your pussy touched. You don't need diamond rings there. Get your nose up in there. All right. That is Madonna. We're going to express ourselves. We've, we've now been sued by three uh, recording <laughs> artists. Uh, it'd be one of those things. I just want to meet Madonna, so we just play her songs all the time. So she sues us, and we get her autograph, and the fucking cease and desist, and the fucking, uh, you know, the uh, copyright infringement lawsuit. As long as her friggin' uh, name is written on there, that's an autograph, brother. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I won her autograph. I'm a big Madonna fan. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say, Eric. You, all that shit you talked about Madonna. Uh, I don't think I ever talked to you shit on Madonna. I don't think we ever really talked about Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about a lot of music. I don't think Madonna's ever come up. Ah, Madonna. First email is from Repairman Jack, and his subject line was dry cereal only, fuck milk. Except a drink with basically every meal, but fuck milk when it comes to putting it on cereal. That's a hell of a subject line. What's up, guys? After having a routine Monday, listening to the podcast while basically live tweeting my experience, it suddenly hit me that it's been gone about the wrong way instead of at writing you guys like he sends the ads yeah. to us on every message we really need to set up some kind of hashtag for the show each week at the beginning of the episode so that more people can chime in on the conversation and more can be had from the experience as a whole see repairman jack knows how to play this twitter game oh yeah i don't understand half of this i just know that you tweet shit and then people tweet back i put out random things about horror movies that nobody touches and i move on it's like if you tweet in the woods and nobody hears you are you really (laughs) tweeting that's your whole freaking thing (laughs) yeah it's no (laughs) that is the answer no uh now the problem is coming up with the hashtag he has hashtag weird out loud hashtag get fresh crew Sound great, but they don't really help distinguish the episodes unless an ongoing conversation suits the podcast more. At Weird Science 91 for tonight, he says, or maybe WS, hashtag WS91. And that's what we came up with, really. Seems informative and helps keep the episodes apart, but what, uh, but can also seem generic in a way. I don't know, just my thinking. What do you guys think about a hashtag? I'm all for it. If people want to talk about yeah. uh, things, make fun of Eric, that's, I'm for the hashtag. And we do have a bunch of people talking. It does kind of get singular. Like we're talking to Brandon, then we're talking to Frenny, then we're talking to Toby, then we're talking to Repairman Jack and, you know, Trap and all these guys. It's hard uh, to so, include everybody when you got to so fill yeah, in all those ads. Yeah, if you want to do it, just hashtag WS91 
will be this the episode. hashtag for this week. We'll see how it goes. Next I don't week, know. WS92. That's how it w- works. Each yeah. episode, WS whatever. And we'll say it so people don't forget. You know, mm-hmm. WS91. That's the hashtag. I'll forget. I know so I what? will. I don't remember stuff. And by the time we said we have a real bad problem that this podcast and during the week, especially now where we're recording a couple things earlier so we don't have to stay up till 5 a.m., only 4. Yeah. I forget anything that we said. And people well, will so message we get, me. We get mails and shit about something. You, t- uh, you bring it up here. People message we talk me about that? like, hey, Jim, how dare you say that uh, Louisiana Tech is awful? I'll be like, what the <laughs> fuck was I talking about? <laughs> and some crazy shit. Or like, and whether you know it's true or not, like we got to go with it. Yeah, there's stuff that I'm like, and I say to you, I get these messages on Twitter, and I'm like, Eric, when the hell are we talking about fucking LSU? You're like, I don't even know what that is. He says, also is that glad a new drug here. on the street? That is. You don't want to get that LSU. That fucking burns you from the inside. Also glad to hear Dancing Mike is back. Now get to earning your damn namesake. I'm tired of only hearing these songs. Where's the Jim and Eric interpretive dance number? Yeah. Eric just did it. Sure did. You are Mr. Dance, Eric. Like, here, uh, what do we have? Oh, here we go. Get a dance party going. Here it comes. It's a little intro, Eric. <laughs> Yo, see what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Don't tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I hear you in the background mumbling. <laughs> like, what the hell is he doing? Having uh, fun, damn it. Dance number. I, I do want a, a duet with Mike. And I think it's either going to be Summer Lovin', all right, um, all right. the uh, what's it dashboard? called, I- uh, Islands in the Stream, like. or uh, maybe uh, we did it all for love or whatever that fuck. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Can I do the uh, what's it called, the Phil Rizzuto part? He's rounding third and he's sending home. Yeah. To- Holy cow, he's going to make it. That's all I'll do. I'll just do that. <laughs> Next one's Dylan from the DC Brothers podcast. What's up, it's Dylan? getting weird in here. So keep on all your clothes, he says. Uh, it's yeah. too late. Too late, though. He says, Jim, oh, he wants me to read this in an Australian accent, Eric. And you know all what? Right. I usually don't do requests. Uh, you're not anybody's dancing monkey, you told me. I'm not a dancing monkey. Hello there. I, I, it's weird for me to get into the Australian. I always have to start, hello, love. There you hello go. there, Jim, Eric, and Reggie, and sometimes Chris. Is that a, I'm, I've lost my accent. I'm, I'm but, all about it. Keep going. No, no. I'm oh. Dylan from a little podcast called the DC Brothers Podcast. How's that, oh. little Mae West? Get, get a little got dice in there. I've been listening to I've been listening to you guys for about two weeks now. Ow. And I've had a blast dickery, since then. Dickery duck. I love that you guys literally read everything, so I don't have to. The length of the show is perfect, since I can listen to a single episode packed with content in one day at the office. At the loo. When I'm in the loo. He doesn't say that. That was no, an I don't interpretive think thing for me. My experience with comics is very weird. I've had a Batman. I've been a Batman fan since I could remember. I grew Blimey. up with the, I grew up with the Burton Batman films, the animated series Batman Beyond, and even the '66 show that my dad did record. Take a breath, man. Take run. a breath. <sighs> But comics, I hardly ever read. I'm going to get back to my uh, soulful tone. I'm going to blow your voice out. I, I like to read them. <laughs> I'm just, this, Dylan, you get a, a million person, a million fucking things. How, who else could I do? I could do uh, Howard. Do Rich Little. I like to uh, read. I'm trying to do Howard Cassell now. You messed me up. 
<laughs> this is Howard Cosell. I like to read them, but I never religiously got into them. How's that? That was pretty I like funny. it. It was good, yeah. How about, uh, how about what is this one? Ha-cha-cha-cha. I had random issues here, and there are random comics. A dink, a dink, a dink. That, <laughs> but for, a dink, now, a dink, a do. Poor Dylan's email's getting butchered. <laughs> but following more of the television or movie properties based on comics, he, his dad had uh, recorded some Batman 66 shows and stuff. Nice. That's kind of how my dad wouldn't record anything for me, but I, I would catch them on reruns. I would catch actually, reruns, too. That was my first. Uh, in, that and the Super Friends show was my big thing. It wasn't until this year with Rebirth happening that I decided to jump into comic collecting and read these stories and follow the ones I love, particularly the Bat Family comics. Since I found your podcast and website, it really helps my judgment in what I would like to buy, follow, or just skip. So thanks for that. Ha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> I am the worst. I said, I'm like Rich Little. I go for who the fuck does a Jimmy Durante fucking impersonation now? Well, it made sense in the fucking 70s when he was May, doing a kind May of... West. Jimmy Durante and fucking Howard Cosell. <laughs> you got to get some new ones. Some new blood new up in ones? there. I don't know what new people sound like. Give me here. I have this one. Guess who this is? Keep up the great work and dedication you guys put into your show. Harvey was, Firestein. No, that was Lady Gaga. Eric. Oh. Lady Gaga. Same. And that difference. is Dylan C. P.S. Jim, you got to see Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, which I have seen. I did I see not. Suicide Squad in the theater, and I I enjoyed it enough. Yeah. I, the more I think about it now that it's it's coming on, it's settled. I, I liked it enough. Cha cha cha! Are you sending in a mail? Or are you doing inventory? Ow! Oh! <laughs> That's all. <laughs> this is how. <laughs> There is not an impersonation I do that somebody has been alive for the last 15 Seriously. years. Seriously. <laughs> uh, what else? I, uh, I am not a crook. Hey, uh, here. We're going to have a really big show. There's really my big Ed Sullivan. Show. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Ed Sullivan? Now, give me your Dick Cavett. I don't. I can't do a Dick Cavett. Uh, Dick I was actually Cavett watching did... a bit of the Dick Cavett show last uh, night from the 1971, I think. How about this one? This is my Goldie Hawn. Suck it to me. <laughs> the next one's Clean Drew. Clean Drew, Eric. You mentioned him earlier. Clean Stop Drew. Clean says, Drew. Hello, get fresh crew. Just a fruit. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna correct us here. All right. Yeah, I love being corrected. Every I, I want to tell you, Drew. Everybody loves to be corrected. It's it's one of the things that people love in life. Hello, get fresh crew. Just a few few pronunciation corrections. I heard. I thought I might chime in. And Aquaman. Oh. The deluge is deluge, not deluge. not deluge. That sounds like French Olympic sport. Actually, <laughs> it sounds like a. And here's another impersonation here. Deluge, deluge, boss, deluge. You're doing tattoo. Deluge, <laughs> deluge, boss. I know tattoo. Shut your fucking mouth. See, yeah. I have both of them now. I could do it good. really good. Welcome to Fantasy Island. <laughs> Try the the Corinthian leather. How's that? I, I honestly, that deluge thing, though, I just think it's our accent. Deluge, boss. Deluge. People say different I'm things in different parts of the country. I'm a man. Now like my, my mother says water, and I want to beat the shit out of her for that. Uh, but I would never hit my mother. I'm not a monster. I need a glass of water. I say water. water. I say water. Yeah. It's the area. Deluge. Sure is. Deluge, boss. Duh. 
Del no. Listen Del here, Rouge. tattoo. Go and stab yourself in the heart, you little uh, fuck. Actually, Adam, the next all this time you fuck my wife, I will kill you. What are you saying? I'm, I'm in the middle of impersonation. Ponchar train we should be called out for. Oh. I thought you said something with a poncho. You ever wear a poncho? My, no, I wore a poncho with my Mac. Yeah, <laughs> really. Uh, yeah. my friend, one year, my, uh, my buddies, uh, Pete and Jay, the, their, I think it was their grandmother would get everybody, the whole family, uh, gifts. And the one year she was going to buy them ponchos. Uh, but then this, uh, their cousin, her, their, uh, this story's fucking all over the place. But the, the whole thing happened. They ended up getting these fucking... like a whisper down the lane. They, they got these... No, it's hard to explain with this goddamn family dynamic. But it this ended up... This whole poncho like, situation is a urban legend they now. Ended, they ended up getting ponchos, and the rest of the families didn't because somebody convinced their grandmom that they wanted ponchos. <laughs> they were the worst ponchos ever. And I'll tell you, they got a lot of uh, racial comments for wearing those ponchos around there. These I bet. Were not, this place is these, I'm telling you, these were not... Like a uh, rain poncho. These were legitimate ponchos. Oh no, I figured what it was. All of a sudden, they look like Clint Eastwood walking out for a holy shit. You know... They were the man with no name walking yeah. down the street. <laughs> Deluge boss. Also, in re- Superman, oh, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> also, in Supergirl Rebirth book, you kept calling Laron. I don't even know how to spell it now. Uh, Le- Laron. I-, I thought we said it was Lon. Okay, Laron, the werewolf guy, Lon L. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the new Kryptonian singer, Lon L. Ritchie. <laughs> say you, say me. How's that? I could do. How about I do a little uh, Lionel Ritchie for you? Dancing Hello. on the ceiling. Dun, dun, dun. Hello. How's it you? Anyway, I'm done breaking balls. looking for? Lionel Ritchie. I'm done breaking balls. I have some words of advice and praise. Eric, you're the man. You can Thank take you. a joke like nobody else. True. Not really, you should see him cry afterwards. Your opinions Shh. on these books are valued by all. Your grading is spot on. Don't ever miss another episode. All right. How many have I missed, Eric? How many? You count them right now. None. Zero. Zero, and it will always be that. You always fucking dally off, dilly dally off. I record like three hours before I dilly dally off. Go to my daddy's grave. My daddy, Jim. My oh, daddy. Daddy. <laughs> I gotta go. To my dad. <laughs> he still calls him daddy. daddy. What the fuck? Reggie, you have a voice of the gods. Your knowledge <laughs> of comics, audio compression, and cosmic treadmill have greatly improved the quality and length of the podcast. And for Jim, keep doing what you're doing. You piece <laughs> of crap. And that's what he said to me. Yeah, I didn't Damn. call him a piece of crap. He what, what's the, the tides? The tides have turned. Uh, What's going it's, on? It's, it's a give and take situation. We'll be it's back on top of the day now, baby. I can't take it. I'm a sensitive soul. <laughs> and, and also, like I said, I, I am the constant on this point. You better start treating me right there. Clean Drew. What does that even mean? Clean, clean. Drew. He says, keep it weird then. That is Drew. Thanks, Drew. Thank you, Drew. Uh, the next email is from Dancing Mike. Hi, Quaker Town Comic and America's Sweetheart. And hello, mother. I just a Mike. suggestion for a future spotlight episode. Uh, I think just once you should choose a book that really blows for the spotlight. Of course, Justice League by Brian Hitch is that one word. Seems like a likely candidate every issue. Like it or not, uh, or like a lot of other listeners, I think it's pretty funny when you encounter a book that sucks so bad that it makes you both angry. And yes, I'll probably have at least one more email 
for episode 91. Sorry, Eric. Just got to get as much <laughs> mail as I can before it all ends at episode 100. That's right. Wink, wink. Until the <laughs> next mail, I want to walk in the open wind. I want to talk like lovers do. I want to go into your ocean. You know who that is? No. That would be the Eurythmics. Oh, okay. The Eurythmics. Uh, here comes the rain again. Um, but um, speak up. We're going to have some ones that we don't really like. We really were close to Blue Beetle this week. Yeah. Oh, um, no. The thing is, though, like with the uh, spotlights, we we told ourselves it's not going to be like the best no, book every it's week. Not it's not the it's best the book. big book. It's the important it's, book. Exactly. And, and each the problem week is now we, they keep coming out with new rebirth. Yeah, we issues. keep we having keep rebirth issues. And this week we even said in the spotlight we probably would have had Teen Titans, but the scheduling issues we had, yep. we did. Uh, uh, what did we do? Batman Bat Beyond, Beyond Rebirth. Yeah, Batman Beyond. But yeah, eventually we're gonna already have done all the Rebirth. They're not gonna have any more coming out. And then we will mix in some that we really And sometimes an important book is a bullshit book. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Deluge, Eric. <laughs> Deluge. Howdy, 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 ho. And I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not your fucking monkey. I'll do oh. anything for Dylan. Dylan can ask me to do whatever. I'll jump through hoops for him. Well, it's Dylan, of course. But for you, nothing. Brandon is the last email of the first section. He says, Sup, fellas. Anytime I go to work, Sup, a buddy's house, trip to the store, etc., I always bring my book bag with me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Look at you guys. Jim mentioned to your son, it's a Jordan bag. It's a jump man. Jump man? To get him all fired up since you won't get him one. I got it. He is a jump man. I was mad, though. I got him that jump man fucking book bag, and my other son got some other fancy one. And then, like, later on that day, we went to Five Below, and I realized I fucking spent $60 fucking more than I should have, Eric. <laughs> so, man. Anyway, it's basically my Merce mail purse. It helps That's me what people keep say to me, too. Of all my shit, like headphones. Yeah, that goes in my fucking pocket. Cell, pocket, wallet, pocket. Chargers, pocket. Auxiliary cable, pocket. Powerade, co pocket. Coffee, money, pocket. See, you put them on the pocket. You sound, you sound like you wear cargo pants. What the pocket. hell is this? I do. Actually, I, 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 you don't know, but usually I wear a fly fishing vest, and <laughs> I keep everything in that. You know, the staples to get through the day. I usually just keep it in my car and pull it out when I need, when I need it to. It's super helpful to a forgetful fuck like myself. Long story short, in my bag, I also have a notebook where I keep track of shit I have to do. My ever-changing pull list, jot shit down. What, what are you, fucking Eric Shea? That's right. Fucking writing notes, scribbling away he is, while listening to podcasts and use it for other reminders and shit that bugs me throughout the week. So I remember to bring it back up. So I have a constant journal of hate. Of later on. Yeah, it, it's his manifesto <laughs> is what it is. And then he goes home and gets his yarn out and has pictures and connects them with the yarn. Okay, I, realized, I thought he was crocheting for a second. No, no, I realize I might be. Down. No, he's not that crazy. I realize I might be a little old for all this behavior, but it helps him manage my ADD, OCD. He's like fucking memento. He's fucking putting tattoos on himself. Uh, his ADD, OCD ticks where otherwise my brain would go into scramble mode. And then I'm wandering around Buffalo, New York, which nobody wants to do, wondering Absolutely what the hell I have to do all day. Mostly forgetting anything of importance to accomplish and probably freezing his ass off. Eric. Yeah, that's what you do in Buffalo and, and watching that shitty football team. Rereading that sentence, I sound a lot like a senile old man, and I'm only 34. Yay for me. Well, my point of saying all this is to say this. I didn't write down shit this week, nothing at all. So now I'm sitting Weird. on my couch here on Saturday fucking stressing like Cutting I have 200 myself. things to do <laughs> that I'm forgetting about and things I need to mention here that I have no recall of right now. 
I'm still adjusting to a new work schedule. He works uh, Monday through Friday now. That's his new work schedule. He used to have to work weekends. And oh, holiday good. season OT started rolling lately, so I'm really off my game these two last two weeks. That feeling is the worst when you just can't get right and always feel like you're forgetting to do you got to get right, Brandon. Constantly. My life right now is me picking up Doom Patrol number one and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in that book with no prior history of the Doom Patrol or the characters. There's fucking burritos blowing up and walking and walking, talking robots everywhere right now. Jim and I have no clue what to do. It's true. That is a crazy book. Well, since I'm so scatterbrained lately, let's just get to the book stuff. This was an off week for, of books for me. It's weird. A lot of people were like, boy, this was such a great – it wasn't a great a big for me. week. It yeah. wasn't great for me. Uh, not bad, just nothing that wowed me other than Suicide Squad, which was my pick of the week by far. He says, Action Comics, I still enjoy this book. I just love seeing the Superman I grew up with still. I'm done with this regular dude, Clark Kent. It's dick. Though I really hope a stray solar flare from China or something strikes him dead and he turns to <laughs> Super Ash pretty much like next issue. Get rid of the duplicate characters. This isn't Marvel Comics. Ooh, ooh, you watch yourself. <laughs> Flash, this tale continues its other. Ooh, get out the uh, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> get out the suntan lotion. We got to burn here. Uh, Flash, this title continues its up-and-down nature, but I do still enjoy the art uh, a whole bunch, especially when we get some good action sequences. And I might stick it out until after this prison fight, because that just sounds cool. That's what I was saying gonna, to Jim earlier. It's not going to happen. I don't I understand the Josh Williamson hype train. It doesn't go to, for plain art for the prison boxing matches next issue, does it? No, it's not a silent issue. Brand. No. Monster Men. I enjoyed this issue more than the previous two, most likely because I didn't feel so Orlando-y with the dialogue. I'd be interested to know how much of the word-for-word writing is his, because sometimes he's absolutely on fire with the cheesy one-liners, and other times I can tolerate his existence. Steve Orlando is a pretzel. You always can find at least one bit of dialogue that he has hokey, and when we get to it, uh, to me, it was when Alfred was talking about how they were going to figure out what was going on with these monster men. Uh, the dialogue. We're not biochemists. I'm telling Tim you. Tim yeah. was alive. I'm telling you, it was so weird. I'm like, when was Tim a biochemist? <laughs> I'm like, you're really painting a, a wonderful picture of this kid. Why do we got to keep bringing up Tim for no reason? Yeah, really. It just seemed weird. And then I, I like it then. And Dick's like, yeah, that's not going to. Or was it Dick who says it? Or do you think it was Batwoman? He's like, yep, that's not going to do us any good now. I don't remember off the top of my head. Another get out the SPF fucking 3000, Eric. That's get a your burn. Vera out. That's a burn, baby. Wonder Woman. I've decided I like this. The oh. artists are phenomenal, and I'd like to see their takes on other heroes in the future. But I still, for the most part, have no fucking idea what goes on when I read this until after I've also read the reviews and listened to you guys explain, then finally go back and read it again. It's really a group effort that I put very little work into myself, just like <laughs> high school all over again. And he says, I'm going to take all DC books off my monthly order and just pick those up from my local comic store. Queen City Bookstore, Buffalo. What are you doing, Brandon? <laughs> Brandon now. Come on. Queen Everybody City Bookstore. got to give a shout out to their comic Buffalo, show. New York. From now on, any Marvel and indie book with the exception of Spider-Man is going uh, now to my order. DC's cheaper prices of double shipping, I believe, is the cause here. I just haven't enjoyed Marvel's books as much lately as as much as DC. Plus, paying three ninety nine and up for comics nowadays 
after this DC move gets harder and DC harder. ruined it for everybody. They did, especially when I feel like the quiet. It's like these guys with like, yeah, we're going to have a long podcast tonight. Two and a half hours. That's what. <laughs> that's all we wanted to do. It was Sounds that. amazing. Or like, huh, we're real tired doing this hour podcast. Oh, really? A 32-minute podcast. You're fucking pooped, are you? Would you just get done the freaking news? Yeah, really. What, what did you just do the intro with Eric sing-songing with you? <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. Oh. Isn't there a... He says, I can wait till they go on sale digitally or just wait till the end of the month and get them in the mail at a discounted rate to read. So paying cover price for things I'm unsure about just ain't happening. Yeah. I, I, Eric. I, it's curb stomp week for the Bills. We play the Pats. Even without Brady, pray for us in Buffalo. Seriously. <laughs> for Buffalo. Fucking Buffalo. Brandon, Thank you, Brandon. Be your B3660. I'm starting to have problems talking already. It's problems. Got problems. Got some problems. Got some problems? I heard on the street you got some problems. I got some problems. I got some problems. I told people I got problems. You got problems? I got problems. Next thing is Brandon's <laughs> Marvel Minute. He's going to talk two books there. Vision right. number one and Captain America Steve Rogers number five. He, uh, I'd like to say that he told me that this is the good guys gone bad segment. Well, he just told me that he doesn't really like Marvel anymore, so I'm not expecting anything great coming from this. Good guy's gone bad. I will tell you that he usually, you know, you hear he does good things, Eric. Yeah. He usually tells you to buy, borrow, or forget. Okay. And I would say, at least I know Vision, he's going to tell you to buy, probably tell you to buy it six times. He loves that book. It's Tom King, you know. It's Tom sure King. Is. Got problems. <laughs> got some problems. Yeah, Tom King, he don't got no problems. Absolutely not. Yeah, we're going to listen to Brandon, and we'll be back with problems, which will be the books. Problems. Hopefully, we'll get those done quick, Eric, and we can go to bed. Be I'm going to continue the pilot. It's going to be a video podcast of me sleeping. You can all watch me sleep. i got to get back to watching Luke Cage. Oh, Luke Cage, huh? Oh, Luke Cage. Is that a new MMA fighter? Kicking ass in the MMA? I don't even remember what I said with Barbara Gordon. Is that, that's a <laughs> that's an MMA fighter, right? Action Jackson? Yeah. He is kicking a lot of ass Luke from what Cage. I've seen so far. Luke Cage. I don't even know what you're talking about. Luke Cage. I do know Luke what you're Cage. talking about. I just, I will never see it. I'll never yeah. watch it. You know what I will watch? Reruns of the Family Feud with Richard Dawson as a host. <laughs> we watched a bunch of those this week. And just me and see you, how many women he's just, kiss. just a little, just to behind the curtain, Eric. Me and you have a combined obsession of good times and Sanford and Son this week. Can't stop watching. I, I can't. I can't stop watching either of those shows, and I love them, and it's the weirdest like, thing. We, we recorded with Reggie last night. I was kind of mad because I was in the middle of my Sanford and Son marathon. So was I. I was as well. <laughs> you and, and I uh, are just sending each other messages back and forth about yeah. which episode we're watching. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you got to watch this one. And then I, okay, what are you doing, dummy? I, I love Fred Sanford. You old fish out, Fox. fool. Boy, we're talking to like three people now, Eric. Three people, but yeah, we're going to go to Brandon's uh, Marvel Minute, and I'm going to go watch Sanford and Son. Then I'll be back. Excellent. See you. Hey, what's up, Weird Science? Uh, this is Brandon. I'm coming at you uh, with a dual Marvel Minute this week, so it'll be like a Marvel two minutes for you. Um, we're going to do two books again, and that's going to be uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, um, number, I believe it's five or, or six. Uh, don't quote me on that. And then Vision number 11. Uh, so we're going to kick things off here uh, with Steve Rogers, Captain America. Uh, and that book's written by Nick Spencer. Um, art is by Javier Pina. Uh, and it's colored by Rochelle Rosenberg. Um, so so we've been dealing with Steve Rogers 
who's been an undercover Hydra agent, or at least he thinks he is. Um, and, and we've been dealing with, uh, in, in these flashbacks that are kind of colored black, white, and red, uh, with a lady um, back from his youth um, who basically worked for Hydra and, and recruited his mom in and now has uh, possession of Steve Rogers after um, his, his mother and father have, have been systematically taken care of. Um, so, so we deal with this flashback first, and, and we see the lady in red taken, taking Steve for a little ride in the countryside there, and she's accompanied by two goons. Um, you can tell kind of right off the bat that she has just this feeling about Steve that he's going to be someone special, uh, despite the people um, that are driving the car thinking he's just kind of a wimpy kid being a wuss. Uh, moving away from that flashback, uh, as it ends, uh, we do see them pull up to this Hydra facility, and that's about all we get there uh, as we get into the main events of the story. And, and what you see here in this issue is we don't really get any forward momentum, per se, uh, in the tale of Steve Rogers being a Hydra agent, but what we do get is, is how he's influenced kind of behind the scenes the events of Civil War. Um, and, and what he's been doing and what he's been up to uh, while this has been occurring. Um, so, so we see the introduction of Ulysses to the heroes, uh, which is the first snippet we get. Um, we see just kind of a party occurring and the humans bringing Ulysses along, uh, which is how Steve Rogers uh, discovers um, about this new inhuman and, and his power set. And it looks like what uh, he's doing while this character is being introduced to everybody as he's he's telling these Hydra agents who look like they're about to blow this building up everyone's in to stand down um, and, and not do what their plan is. Uh, and we get some narration about how you have to be flexible and, and plans don't always work um, the way they're initially thought out to be um, by Steve Rogers. Now moving on to kind of our second snippet, we get Dr. Selvig and, and Steve Rogers discussing how to deal with this new inhuman Ulysses and uh, his power set of being able to predict future events. Um, basically, they're worried that he will be able to predict that Steve Rogers is a Hydra agent and, and send their whole plan and Hydra's plan uh, down the shitter in one flush. So they're trying to avoid that and they're saying as long as Steve doesn't trigger any major events or any major warnings, he should be okay. Uh, but, but they get the idea to take care of him um, before any of that comes to fruition. Uh, so we see Steve Rogers attempt to in infiltrate uh, the city of New Attilan um, at the same time that Iron Man does. Um, uh, Iron Man is the one that is found out um, as he kidnaps Achilles and takes off, uh, not Achilles, Ulysses, and, and takes off with him. Um, but we see Steve Rogers was hiding in the shadows during that time uh, and with the intentions uh, with his laser shield lit up to just take care of Ulysses and decapitate him right there. So really uh, Iron Man kidnapping Ulysses uh, in essence saved his life from uh, Captain America killing him. Um, so I hope you're still following me here. I'm, I'm not really sure I, I explained that third part too well, but we get into the fourth snippet and we see a ban or, uh, Captain America influence the events of Banner being killed. Basically, he sent the flash drive to Banner 
with some some news about a breakthrough in gamma radiation and that uh, he he basically reached an impasse and felt like Bruce Banner uh, could finish the job. Uh, and this is what alerted the other Avengers to Banner's experiments as well. Um, so if so facto, basically Steve Rogers sending this information to Banner uh, led to the events of his death. Now, now this has just been revealed in Captain America. It hasn't been uh, dished out in Civil War proper, so I'm not, you know, really sure if if this is just something happening in this book or if it's something that uh, will eventually happen in Civil War, the main story. But that's kind of a cool twist and would give the story uh, a little more heart and purpose besides just randomly killing people. Um, so that's that's actually cool uh, that that they did that. If, if hopefully it's, it's planned and carries out to the main series. Uh, and then our last snippet is we see the conversation Red Skull and Captain America had uh, expanded upon, where he he lets Red Skull know about this Ulysses character, uh, and Red Skull basically tells him that he wants him to play along with the Avengers' plans because he eventually. He wants to gain access to this boy and his powers. Um, so we flash forward to current day status. Uh, the last issue of Civil War two number five, where all the heroes were fighting each other, and then we get a few snippets of the fight. And then the cliffhanger for Captain America is basically him seeing the vision of him getting killed by Miles. Um, and that's how this book ends. So... Uh, again, you know how I do things, guys. I'll let you know to buy, to borrow, or to forget it all together. Um, this issue was a little bit of a mixed bag. There were a couple cool revelations about how Steve Rogers um, kind of is acting behind the scenes as a Hydra agent during Civil War, but but really no forward momentum in the story uh, or really in the flashback at all. Um, so so you could you know lump this one into the borrow category. Uh, if it's a book you're following and picking all issues up of, you know, I would suggest possibly buying it. But if it's if it's something you're not really wholly interested in and looking to jump in at this point, I would avoid I would avoid it. That brings us to our second book, uh, which is Vision Number Eleven. That's written by fan favorite Tom King, with art done by Gabriel Hernandez Walta and Jordi Belair. Uh, this is also a quick issue because. Uh, well, we'll get to that, but uh, it starts off basically with mother and daughter. Uh, so Virginia and Viv having a chat at the kitchen table. Uh, mother, Virginia, is basically ready to start coming clean to the family here. And since the son is dead and Vision is out looking for the Avengers, Viv is the only one around. Uh, and, and she starts spilling the beans uh, basically about what she's been doing, um, what her dad is up to, and that she killed her friend CK uh, back in the first couple issues um, on accident and hid it from her. Um, she, she's also letting her daughter know that, you know, if, if her, her father is successful on his mission, that all of them are most likely going to shut off uh, and terminated. Obviously, this, this stresses and pisses the daughter off who phases through the ceiling and, and goes to pout uh, in her room. Um, we flash to the Vision, who has arrived at Avengers Mansion and chilling on the front lawn uh, in a standoff with, with a group of the other Avengers. He's demanding they allow him to see uh, his brother 
um, Victor, who killed his son, uh, Vin, uh, a couple issues back. The Avengers, obviously, being the good guys, are not going to allow Vision to just simply walk in into the Avenger Mansion prison and kill Victor, um, which obviously leads to a fight when a pissed-off Vision blasts Iron Man, um, and we get the reaction from Spider-Man of, oh, poop. Um, if you're not aware of Vision's past, uh, he was created by Ultron uh, with the sole purpose of destroying the Avengers, so he's more than suited to take on uh, the group of individuals he's taking on, which consists of Iron Man, Medusa, Captain Marvel, Nova, uh, Beast, Thor, Black Panther, both Spider-Men. Um, and he's dispatching them one at a time as he's, he's going to the, the mansion on the hunt for Victor. Uh, we go back to Vision's wife, who has gone from potentially having a nervous breakdown to uh, a full-blown fit. Uh, she is snapped in the kitchen, screaming at the top of her lungs. Um, her daughter has abandoned her by flying to the ceiling and going in her room to pout. She has no son. Her husband is off taking care of the Avengers. Uh, so the only one left for her to take her anger out on is the poor dog. Uh, and, and in some scenes that mirror what Vision is doing to the Avengers in the book, she punishes this poor dog. And Vision's dog lasted for about six, six issues, uh, which included a writing contest to name the dog. So Tom King is a, is a dark, dark individual there. Killed the dog that he had the fans name. But you gotta love him for it. Uh, moving on to the issue, Vision finally gets down to the basement level where the prison is, uh, and he's moving in for the kill on Victor when he's interrupted by Agatha and, and Scarlet Witch. Um, they're kind of the final line of defense to try to talk Vision down. Uh, Scarlet Witch basically uh, using their past relationship to try to get through to him, says, you know, Vision, you don't want to do this. Um, because if you do this, you kill Victor, you'd, ju you'd be just like everybody else. Um, and in which Vision looks at her, um, you know, he kind of touches her heart area to, to make her pass out. And he says, that's what you don't get. I've always wanted to be like everybody else. And as he moves in for the kill on Victor, uh, and, and he, he is caught off guard because his wife has beat him to the punch. She's behind Victor, phases her hand through Victor's chest and pulls out his heart, killing him. And the issue ends with her telling Vision that uh, he is needed at home, uh, that his daughter Viv needs him. And uh, basically it looks like that she did this because now Vision's wife is responsible essentially for all the deaths since the beginning of the series. Um, so it looks like she will be the only one possibly shut off and Vision and Viv will be able to still continue on as heroes uh, because basically Vision just had an episode where he was angry because a family member was killed. Uh, that's my guess for how 12 might wrap up, but what, what the hell do I know? I don't write the book. Um, so again, you know how I do things here for you guys in this long-ass Marvel Minute. Do you buy it, do you borrow it, or do you forget it altogether for vision number 11? And of course, I suggest you buy this and the first 10 issues that came along with it and get caught up on the story. It's been my favorite of this lineup. So that's all you're getting from me. Sorry for the long-winded rant. Uh, 
two issues kind of had a similar theme, so I wanted to lump them together in a good guys gone bad sort of scenario there for you. Uh, you guys got anything uh, to holler at me about, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Beamer3660. Um, shout out to Andrew in Belfast. Uh, we were chatting this week. He's a good follow on Twitter, so look him up. Um, but that's all you're getting from me this week, guys. Uh, we're going to go back to the mirror. Listening to the podcast and listened all day. I just want to hear Jim's voice and not hear Eric Shea. And we're back, Eric. We, we found something out because uh, during the break you went on Twitter and you wanted to ha- you wanted to start the hashtag. Yeah, we- repairman Jack had one of these hashtags. So you're like, okay, we decided to hashtag WS91. So you went okay. on. You were gonna hotty, give a little shout out. Hotty, ho, hashtag WS91. And then I just figured, huh, I'll just look this up real fast. Hashtag WS91. And I realized that we should really do research before we do things. Yes, you, you because- just send stuff out. <laughs> So apparently, for whatever I don't even know why, but hashtag WS91 is for the African Declaration of Internet Rights and Freedoms. That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. Yeah, <laughs> There's some yeah, white boy just going hiding. A white hide, guy hide, singing hide. Cab Calloway or quoting him oh on God. Twitter. You're awful, Eric. You are awful. <laughs> That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. Oh, that is what, here, this is what we she should be saying. Edit that out. <laughs> really? Yeah, so we can't, we can't do WS91. So people, it'll be know, funny because at this can, point, <laughs> should we still go with it? WS91? It's got to be not? better as we go on. It's well, it'll get to WS92. Hopefully, they don't change it every week to, to get up there, too. But, yeah, this is let's the book it. section. Let's We're off. Let's see what WS92 is real This fast. is what happens to us all the time. Everything ends up like we – first off, no research. We're too lazy. But stuff that you would think are just the easiest thing to, to do always ends up just blowing up in our face. Stuff that WS92 has to do with the Blue Jays. <sighs> WS92. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does like the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Kirk Bay Nirvana, New White Men Rockabilly Music T-shirt, WS92. Jesus Christ, we're going to have to come up with something. How about Weird 92? That actually sounds like a radio station that has a sure fucking does. morning zoo. Tune in to Weird 92, where we play all the hits. Let's see Weird 92. Let's just give it up. Hashtag Weird 92. Anything yeah. for that? Uh, a bunch of uh, Asian letters. I don't want to say what it is. I don't know. <laughs> no, God. Now, where's the inappropriate? Where's Jess? <laughs> 
Hashtag wow, hashtag weird92, hashtag doggy. I don't know, man. Shit's everybody's got their hashtags already locked out. Uh, yeah, you know, we are late in the game with this. Uh, Repairman yeah. Jack wanted some. I guess, you know, maybe we'll get back to a weird out loud or whatever later. I still say we're going. Are we going? Of are we still going? WS ninety one. Is that sure. where we're going? We're gonna get a lot of people talking. Really? Maybe they'll become fans of the podcast. Next no, thing you know, absolutely you know? not. No, you don't think they will. No. Uh, this is the book section of the podcast. We will spoil things. I'll tell you now. If you don't like spoilers, I don't know what you've been listening to up until now because that shit's already been spoiled. You know. Uh, but we do have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can go and read our reviews, all that stuff. We do review every book that comes out, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, they usually all go up on uh, Wednesday at 12 midnight. That still messes me up. When I say midnight Wednesday, I do think Wednesday night. It, That's so Thursday screw- morning, baby. Still screwed up with that. I get so screwed up. With all that, that was the Evine Live. That's what screwed me up with that. Uh, sure did. But yeah, we're going to be talking about the books here, the meat and cheese of the podcast. This is how we do it. Pause that for a little month. This is how we do Till we offend 17 people every fucking minute. Yeah. This is a goofy episode. It is. I, I tell you, this is what I feel like, Eric. This is for you. You're going to love this. The guy is drunk. <laughs> Our I'm favorite. so happy you I got finally that. got that. I finally got the, the thing. But that's how I feel. I actually do feel drunk right now. I didn't even have any sort of like NyQuil. I would have before the podcast. I am an addict. If, the, if yeah. it's in the house, I'm drinking it. But I have not, but I, I feel a little on the goofy side. So do I. Uh, right now, but hopefully that is not turning people off. Hopefully it's I'm turning them on, Eric, like M- Ricardo Montalban. Oh, tattoo. It's time for the books. I oh, know, boss. I make all depends. When am I going to get my check, boss? Listen, tattoo, you're a little man. You do not get paid. You but get boss. half the check for half the size. <laughs> But boss, I do twice the work. That's what you say, Tattoo. Now go and make me some Jumpman shoes. <laughs> Holy shit! You're a piece of shit, Rourke! Oh, Tattoo. I'm, I don't know where this is going. I have no script here. <laughs> Fucking uh, impromptu well. Fantasy Island. Welcome to Fantasy Island. That Fantasy Island is a monkey paw, that fucking Sure island. is. Nothing ever goes right. Not any, <laughs> Nobody leaves That's... that fucking... Limbs are missing... Shit goes Be wrong. Be careful there. what you wish for, Jim. Be careful. Mm, that that is what you get. I loved it because in that same night you had the love boat where everything that, that's a fuck fucking party boat going on. You have Isaac there, he's fucking giving people roofies, I think. I there's crazy shit. Gopher, he's fucking people. Whew, I was not allowed to watch those shows as a kid. Uh, and that's yeah. why I, I really didn't watch them. So I used to think that this is what was going on. I thought it was, it was like, a big you swinger boat. up for Johnny Carson? Yeah, and then I realized I didn't like it. Next thing he had fucking Dan with his monkey fucking shitting on him and stuff. But yeah, this is the fucking meat and cheese there. Let's get on with it before I fall right. asleep now. I got a headache. Uh, I, maybe I shouldn't be as goofy. I'm going to be serious now because we're going to go into the books. Yep, I am now serious. This is serious, Jim. Detective Comics number 941. 
written by Steve Orlando, art by Andy McDonald, John Rauch, and Marilyn Patrizio. Patrizio! No, Marilyn Patrizio. Patrizio. The Monster Men story continues with Marilyn Patrizio! There we go. Hey, what do you want, Marilyn? The Monster <laughs> Men story continues, and while I'm not really impressed with it as a whole, I like this issue more than the first two. The well. reason is because Steve Orlando concentrates more on the heroes and less on giant kaiju monsters. And hurricanes. I, I hope we find... Actually, I started t- uh, talking a little like uh, Rod Sterling there. And maybe <laughs> I could... I never even tried that, but maybe I'll do that later. I hope we find out more about these monster men soon. But for now, I guess I'm a bit excited over the crazy cliffhanger. That's what I say, Eric. It's just, I'm going to be serious now. What I like is the smell of cut grass, my friend. See you in seven. Cut grass. How about that? Does that make sense to you, cut grass? No. I'm not a biochemist, so I don't know things, but... That that whole section made no goddamn sense to me. Okay, I was hoping it wasn't just me. Because they were talking cut grass. This was Stephanie in the caves, I'd like to say. And she said, listen, Listen to NPR right now? What the fuck? Listen here. Cut grass is often a scent that goes, and plants can hear as they can smell it, and they think that there's trouble ahead. So then I will, now I will get my flares and turn up the heat. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, spores. (laughs) Hey there, algae. Did you ever watch The Happening? Yes, I have. I've seen where the, that. Where the trees go fucking berserk and the plants start killing yes, everybody? it's probably because That's of the cut grass. That's all I thought about here with the cut grass. I was a little thrown off by that part with the cut grass. I didn't know what they meant. And then when I did know what they meant, I thought it was a little hokey. But again, it was just a story hook that got me going, Eric, to the end of the cliffhanger. This issue starts. I'm just going to keep talking like this I don't for like the rest this. of the night. You don't like this? No. It starts off. The issue starts off, Eric. I'm trying to get to the first page here. Sounds like this voice is making you out of breath. Oh, is it? Is it making me out of breath? Is it? It starts off. Sounds like it. You know who else is out of breath? Batwoman. Batwoman right now, at the beginning of this issue, she has a magic motorcycle. All of a sudden, (laughs) this thing can attack a kaiju monster. It's a great space motorcycle. And then it leaps up on rooftops. I know that Batman likes the rooftops, but why does this motorcycle go there, Eric? Do you think she did a sweet wheelie up the fucking monster's head and got up there? I don't know what the hell she did, because she says it took a full frontal assault. What full frontal assault is it getting from this motorcycle? I don't know. Like, are there weapons on this? Because when they, Tony, when we got in Nightwing, like, all right, we got to the tech site. I don't see weapons on this motorcycle. It looks just like a sweet ride, maybe made by Kawasaki. I don't know. It, it really threw me off, Eric. I'm back. I was gonna say you, you kept back. that up for so goddamn. I have a, I have my. This is my new persona. It's it's uh, John Franklin from NPR. Hi <laughs> and welcome to the Night Owl. I'm gonna be spinning some records for you. I'm gonna have a little Lionel Richie right into some Steely Dan. For anybody who's out there driving late at night, I'm gonna talk like this, hoping you fall asleep and crash yes, your car. Sir. Don't get white line fever. Please pull over, take a nap, and get arrested. Go to the go to the nearest truck stop. Knock three times on the stall and put your dick in the hole. Cause nothing wakes you up like sucking a strange man's dick. You'll thank me later. And believe me, don't mind that mustache is a lady. There you go. How about that? This is Detective Comics, Eric. And now I can't go back to my normal thing. Now I'm very relaxed. 
I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to take a drink now. I need a little caffeine to get me going with this All right. monster men's story. This oh, no, bike, we got this goddamn this freaking motorcycle. off the rails, Eric. No, I was so excited in the Nightwing. Well, you, you would think this motorcycle was going to do something. It's a it, motorcycle. It's just, no, I'm telling you, I was so disappointed in the Nightwing when they're like, all right, we got to the tech site, and they come around with motorcycle. Like, well, what's that going to do? Is it, it going to transform a into a I'm going to say. It's a motorcycle that transforms into a tricycle. Now, in this, you have this kaiju monster. At this point, it has one, two, three, four, five heads. It's humongous. I, I want to know. I what don't the, know what Batwoman did. I want. We talk about things that happen in comics, and we don't get the good part. That's the sweetest part of this this whole comic. How the hell did she attack a giant multi-headed kaiju monster and then land on a rooftop? That is some kicking. Yeah, and basically says, "Hey, the monster just shrugged off a direct hit." Report, she yells. Which head did it shrug it off with? Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I don't know what she did. I don't think she did anything. I, I'm telling you, we talk about monsters too. Apparently, all the power is about how many heads they have because it is once it grows one, yeah. some more heads, it becomes too powerful for them to contain. Yeah, I, I don't even know. At that point, at one point, you think they're going a little ad at where they're going to try to pull yeah. it down. Uh, but yeah, that's almost just at one point they they can't contain it. It grew some more on. heads. But yeah, for, <laughs> Batwoman yells report, and now you're going to get a little rundown, which I don't mind. You, no, you do need you to. You want to know what everybody's up yeah, to. Yeah, you want to know. And it, it, what's weird is you also have some people who are, aren't reading the other issues. So you come into Detective Comics, they have to know what everybody's up to. And, and Steve Orlando does a very good job of doing that. Uh, it, it's not the greatest dialogue or whatever, but at least he shows you. And you know what else he does pretty well here? He actually What's has Cassandra that? doing something. Yeah, it's not yeah. a lot, but it's something. It's not a lot, but what else can you do with her? She's mute, Eric. <laughs> uh, they're in the cave, Stephanie and Cassandra, and people are going nuts. And it's funny to me, finally, in this issue, somebody, Stephanie, I guess it was, realizes, you know what? And even the people, up until a point, I was getting so angry, like, you guys are covered in guts. And blood, whatever this, this is, goo. this red ooze, and nobody's saying anything. Finally, they do, but oh, even Stephanie, they're, life, I guess. they're like, oh, these people are really angry. You're in Gotham. When people are angry and they have red ooze on it, dollars to donuts, that red ooze is doing something. One and one but, equals you know, two here. Come and on. it's just, it's disgusting. Right away, I would have been screaming, like, what? And they do. They go a little over the top with the, you know, we're not like cattle or whatever. And, it's and, like they're covered in afterbirth here. Yeah. The the thing that I don't like about anything in this cave is that you do have the ooze, but you don't have like a set rule of what we're gonna what we're getting. So these people are angry; they're stuck in a cave. That's normal to me. That I think we yeah. said it last issue in Nightwing that this is just I normal. Deal with that. It's yeah, it's normal. So are we supposed to believe? I do think we're meant to believe that they're being overtaken with anger from this ooze, but. We haven't really seen that that's what this ooze does because well, we, we haven't have gotten a lot of the ooze. Yeah, so we don't have I'd any like rules to, to anything. Yeah, though. well, that's what this is my main problem with the Monster Men story in general is there's no rules. Some people are turning into kaiju monsters Things that make no because. sense. Like even the point where you're starting to talk mass for mass, like you have me, you know, three guy. foot five me, yeah. and the next Tattoo. thing I know. The next thing I get infected by this stuff and I'm going to turn into a, a fucking eight-story tall monster, it doesn't make sense. They try to make it make sense with what Alfred says. 
it doesn't make sense. And yeah. I want to know some rules. But then the Nightwing reports in. He's heading to Blackgate. But unfortunately, at that point, Gotham Girl's already there. You know, she's up to no good. <laughs> she's up to fucking her hijinks. Eric, oh, I want to yeah. go save everybody by going fucking berserk. Yeah, it's weird, though. And even that, I don't even get that. We'll get to her. But even her, she seemed off because you have a lot of people telling us what she is and isn't. I did. I just saw her just kind of going nuts. Yeah. I didn't think she was scared. She kept telling Dick she's not, but I thought that was a little hokey. But then well, there's honestly, Duke. Honestly, because it was weird because we t- were told before, back in the regular Batman series before we went crossover here, uh, that she was not affected by Psycho Pirate's fear anymore. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. That isn't correct. No? And this is what got me mad, and I did say it because – if you remember, the last thing we saw was Amanda Waller saying, oh, so you're going to have to get the pirate to save your girl. And I thought, wait a minute, I thought she was kind of saved by then. But no, they did spell that out, that that's why he was going to go to Bane oh, no, I'm to saying, get no, Psycho I thought pirate. she said she was okay, though, at that she point. She keeps we, saying we did, she's okay. We did in go this, back though, like it. I said, in this, she tells you she's okay. Yeah. They keep telling her she's not. And what she does to me doesn't necessarily mean that she's not okay. Uh, what we find from her in this is that she just goes nuts and, and yeah. is pissed off and pretty much to me is almost like a godspeed in Flash. Hey, you son of a bitches, you're not going to hurt anybody and then just goes nuts. Um, I just didn't think that she acted scared. She acted no, far from scared to me, and well, they keep saying the this. The level of scared that she is, she should be, because there's giant monsters and little freaking tiny yeah, but, monsters like, coming all over well, her. She should the, be a little bit when, scared When we that. get to it, at that point, she's in Blackgate, and uh, an inmate actually says to Dick, ah, she seems even more scared than us. And I was like, yeah. no, she doesn't. She's kicking ass. She's yeah. fucking going to town. She's but, ripping things apart. Yeah, she's just ripping them apart. She's She's out of control. And if you were going to let, again, no rules, if you were going to tell me, because earlier, before that, she gets some ooze on her. She's yep. ripping people apart, so is that the ooze, which I do think it is, but we just, we don't have a lot of rules going on here. Um, yeah, See, I there's, don't know if that's the ooze or not, because I think it's a, diff- <laughs> I think well, it's a I, different ooze. I'm telling you, but it's still, it does seem like any sort of guts, like this ooze was from that one guy's foot and whatever that, that oozed down into the cave. Right. Still, still don't know that you had a person on a slab. They started bubbling up and a little bit came off. How is it this much? And I guess they do say it's multiplying. It's it, no rules though. No, but I'm saying we had Nightwing talking about this algae before, but yeah, that, yeah, didn't yeah. Think that, was, that was like green, that like the larva he was talking no, about. No, I just, yeah. yeah, I think that basically what we're seeing is anything that oozes out of these monster men. So if you kill why, them why and you get the, the first guts. Why were two monster men oozing? I, because they were not oozing. They, I don't know. Maybe it came down to how these people no died rules. and they had open wounds. Don't know. This is the problem. This is one of the main problems that I have with this story. Why was Big Baby making people now, mad? I don't know. I like Big Baby. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I don't like about this story, well, not even not like, but how I even went on to describe it, I've mentioned this a couple times, is really I am now treating this as a TV series that you're watching and then you're getting this is their Halloween special right. where where crazy shit happens. And I told you, it always reminds me of that Urkel where he had the fucking the puppet. The doll, yeah. and then the doll came to life. It doesn't, you know, once the fucking, you know, a week later, that doll, you know, you don't the have to care all, about it's it. All, it's all taken care of. Yeah, we don't have to talk about how, it ever again. That's how I'm going to try to treat this story because, be, and also, I will tell you, 
Because of the threat, these kaiju monsters, to me, it's very much like your fear of spiders. You hate spiders. You make them giant and crazy? They're goofy now. So this threat, once you have kaiju monsters going through Gotham, I can't take it seriously. I can't think that anything bad is going to end up happening in the long run. It's just too goofy. Mm, too ridiculous. It's so weird too that just the, the different kinds of monsters we have because I would assume it, that because you don't have monster men is the same thing that made them each the monster men. You know, but yeah. we had Big Baby, we have the fucking multi head like bird Big monster, Baby, yeah. and but now we have this spider like one that's giving birth yeah. to these little kind of dog monsters. Yeah, it's, it's almost it, like yeah. Cloverfield with those little like things. Yeah, that yeah, walk. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, I'll trust you. But right. uh, it's just there's no rules. It just, I just, just I'm happy. saying, I didn't watch Cloverfield, so I, I, know I don't know that. But uh, just, you just have these people, and I do like I, I said in my intro though, I do like this issue more because you're getting more away from like these kaiju stew, and you're getting some individual moments which I did like. But yeah, you sorry, do Nightwing see Nightwing has Alfred, more to do here than he did in his own yeah. comic. Well, you have Alfred and uh, Duke in the cave, and that's where they're trying to figure out. They're desperately trying to figure out a way to counteract what's going on. And that's where he says, he's like, they have tra- traditional internal structures. They're more pre-programmed flesh sculptures running on bioenergy. Shut up, Alfred. I don't know what that means. And then <laughs> it's so funny he says this, and then later he's like, oh, Master Tim would have figured that. I don't know. You're talking a lot of craziness. I'll, I'll go with you knowing What's what I don't know. What's you're throwing at me? Yeah, and then he's like, I've almost isolated their energy source. Counteracting it should render the cells inert. So eventually they will figure yeah. out what we'll it is. We'll have and a cure eventually by the last issue. That's what he says, but neither not, uh Neither I nor Mr. Thomas is a chemist. Red Robin, Master Tim would have already knocked, uh, kicked this. And I'm like, I don't think that he's a chemist, right? I, I don't. He's pretty much anything he wants to be at any given time. I guess. So like... And plus he's dead now. He's fucking the messiah. But then you get Clayface. Clayface is as busy. He keeps mentioning that, you know, he's stretching himself thin with these replicas. I needed a drink. Sorry. Um, but yeah, you know, there's something has to really come from that, like going forward. He right? keeps, he keeps that's what I'm saying. He keeps all stressing he has to it. Say. I only think that it's going to lead to him just not being able to save somebody when he wants to. But he's been a pretty good hero. Oh yeah, he uh, saved a couple here. He fucking pushes them out of yeah. the way of uh, a falling building. And that's where you see then Gotham girl. She's heading there. I would have thought she would have been there already. How close Dick is. And right. then she just went by him. But, yeah, then you go back and you you get this little intro and then you go back to some pretty meaty parts for each of them. There's Stephanie. And, again, there's these people. They're pissed off. They have this red ooze on them. There's one little kid. He's walking through and he's like, Mama Jill, Mama Liz, I can't find my parents. I'm like, oh, you Steve Orlando. You, <laughs> it, it made me laugh. I'm like, okay, I get it. But it was just an odd thing to throw in there. And then the kid gets fucking boot stopped. He uh, yeah. somebody asked if he if that was your boy, and they started freaking <laughs> beating the shit out of him. But yeah, that was like the hey, did you see that guy? He pushed that kid. They start fighting. Shit Let's is going him. wrong. Uh, and boy, a lot of these people are covered in that ooze. I I just don't know that there was that much ooze. I'm you, I I would be less angry about the situation and more angry about why the fuck I'm covered in red goo. I'd want a shower. Yeah, uh, really. They are just covered in in what appears to be what we think would be just like guts. 
Yeah, well, I don't blood, even think guts. It's, it's just like the the goop that fucking oozes off these goddamn things. Yeah, but it's still it's disgusting. Well, then they go, then you go into Blackgate. That's where Nightwing's going to show up. I know and, you don't uh, understand this reference either, but in uh, Stephen King's Dreamcatcher, there was this freaking stuff that spread out and it was red like this in the movie. Oh really? And I'm like, that's what it seems like. The Dreamcatcher, huh? The Dreamcatcher, Jim. Oh, I like aliens. Call, I like to call you the Dreamcatcher, <laughs> the Nightmare Catcher. Uh, they go to Blackgate and the shit's gone wrong. And these, all these guys are, there's face huggers, these, whatever you said they were. I don't even know were. what the hell they are. They, they I don't know like either. Cloverfield, these, things, these bugs that actually fell off the big kaiju monster and then came yeah, and yeah. attacked people. Oh, Cloverfield. But this, this spider, the spider monster man is just giving birth to these little yeah. dog bug things that with yep. these long ass tongues attacking everybody. Yeah, Gotham Girl shows up and just does the, you know, the hero landing. and Yeah, exactly. It's the perfect hero actually, landing like Deadpool would do. To me, it's actually like something that you, it's a special move also in like a God of War game or whatever, where you do that big jump down and it clears everybody well, out with Superman a big explosion. Superman had that in Injustice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they get cleared out. And you, you just shit's going wrong all over yeah. the place. Downtown, uh, there's Batman and... Uh, Batwoman. It's actually Batman one of my has nothing to do. In well, and it's actually one of my favorite parts of the issue is that Batman. They can't get a hold of Stephanie or um, Cassandra. Cassandra, yeah. And Batman's like, I gotta go. I gotta go help them. Uh, and and Batwoman <laughs> you're tells. You're really just gonna leave Batwoman with this kind of I think Batwoman's like, where the fuck do you think you're going? But she's like, hey, respect the process, Batman. Respect the process. But says, listen, they can handle themselves. We train them. You got to let her do her deal, and you know, and there she's right. And in fact, it looks like Stephanie is going to be one of the bigger heroes of the. They're all going to be heroes, but she seems to be like she is going to take Tim's place. I think of figuring shit out from here on out until Tim gets back, because she does step up with that. But uh, they go back when they're doing that, and also uh, Clayface saves. Uh, a bunch of people yeah. by jumping in the way, and it's funny. I said to you, it's like, man, Clayface was really stepping it up. You're like. It doesn't hurt them, you were telling me. You're like, but I think that it's like one of those spur-of-the-moment things. There's a, a piece of a building yeah, He has falling. that hero moment where yeah, like you didn't yeah. know he was capable of. I really like it. But then the people like look at him, and you have to go back to this whole thing. Oh, Clayface is a monster. They Because yeah. the, the people he saves are like, oh, you're one of them, meaning a monster man. He's like, no, you know, I'm a citizen like you. I just I, I look a little different. I want to help you. And then the lady yells out, by the love of the monster. <laughs> and I was like, there we go. That is the line that I was like, there's Steve Orlando for you. By the By love, the of, love the monster, of the monster. Yells it out, and that's where the kaiju is going, and it's getting another head, Eric. Yeah, it makes got, it stronger in my mind it, somehow. I don't know. It looks to me like it's lopsided. But they're trying to they're, – they're, Batman and Batwoman are trying to do – I don't – at this point, they don't appear to be doing the ad-at trying to knock them down. They One are head, just trying to hold it. Head, they said, the head, monster, they can't head, hold it. Five uh, head. Uh, 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 uh. But yeah, uh, then you go back to the caves, and if you look at this page, these people are consumed now. Yeah, One bunch gross. of guys, their whole – they look like Red Hood. They're completely covered in this ooze, and Stephanie and Cassandra are trying to calm them down. And they can't. They want to try to kind of separate them, get them uh, calmed down. And that's where you get this crazy thing about this cut grass. 
And she even says she – well, she separates them. She puts a net on them and then says, I need time to think. And then you know that's what, what she that's comes up, up with. That's fucked up because that is such a dick move in my head, my mind because Cassandra, like, you know, swings away and puts up this net that blocks off the entrance to the cave. And she's on the safe side leaving Cassandra with all these goddamn yeah, Uzi yeah, monsters. Yeah, yeah, they're in there. Well, it's Cassandra. She can't complain. She only says a couple words. But that's where she's like, hey, these things, this ooze moves around. It must be communicating. It's a fungus, an algae, a sterilant. And oh, I'm, yeah? I'm gone then. And would poison everyone. No Sonics could deafen them. And then that's when uh, she gets a Cassandra, grass. who's in the middle of the, the fucking trouble, yells grass. <laughs> and then that's when Stephanie's like, grass, what are you talking about? That's it. Fresh cut, cut grass. grass. Like, and I'm thinking, are, are you going to have them all smoke some fucking weed to calm yeah, down? What are we talking hey, about here, grass? probably calm them down. But yeah, then they're then the GCPD are like busy fighting people off. The guy's like, I'm all ears. And then she starts talking. This is what she says exactly. Green leaf volatiles, fresh cut grass. Oh, it's a smell to us. It's also an airborne compound. Plants released to warn each other of danger. It's you how know, they Bullock, communicate. The happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And algae, slime, molds, they can be one giant organism. This stuff acts with one mind, communicating over open air. Okay, when do they get the grass? I, I don't know. They don't, because then she says, okay, it's almost like, you know, sea. Sea means the ocean. It, it just yeah. goes, it's so hokey, because then she's like, listen, if we can that cut off the communication, burn the air, then we might paralyze we gotta, the we system. We gotta make it hot, because, you yeah. know, cut grass. Yeah. The cut grass is is a is off the board within seconds. <laughs> that leads to we'll make it hot, and then they can't communicate. And uh, and in fact, I hope everybody has a shit. In of fact, flares. to me, it was funny because as I'm reading it, at her this crazy explanation of like, okay, these are a living organism, an algae, a fungus. Cut grass, they'll sense danger. I'm like, don't do that. They're gonna fucking Seriously. go berserk. They're gonna fucking try. If all of a sudden they're trapped in there in a net. And then you put this cut grass that's supposed to signal danger. It's gonna be a stampede. There's gonna be some trouble. But she doesn't do that. She's gonna make that everything hot. little boy hunt. is getting trampled for yeah, sure. Yeah. So she's like, get the flares. And even then, I'm like, I don't. I, flares to me are not gonna raise the temperature that much in an area. But we'll go with it. So I'm not a scientist. I don't this know is how things. she's gonna figure it out. And then she says, let's make it hot. And then, then yeah, they're gonna get the flares. Everybody's gonna take all their clothes off. Yeah, they're going to do it. Uh, then they go. we go back to Blackgate, and that's where you see uh, Gotham Girls just going to town. She's got shit all over. Ripping She's things apart left and, again, and right. You, you know, you always have to remi remind everybody, including myself, that when she's doing this, she's killing herself. Yep. This is actually killing her. Uh, but, yeah, she's just destroying everything, and she is going to town. And that's where I said that they're like – he's like, hey – uh, this is Nightwing. Hey, you know what? You got to watch out. I'm here to help you. And she's like, what night? Nightwing? I'm fine. What? I'm not hurting people. And then you're like, okay, this is where I thought that the shit was hurting her because right. yes, yeah, she's going crazy. And you know, she might talk to her dead brother. She's scared, but her thinking that she's not doing anything while she's standing in a pile of goo that used to be your best friend, Eric. Uh, she's doing something. Something's up. And I do think it's the goo affecting her. It, it, we've seen kind of a rule that you start getting angry and doing crazy stuff. But she doesn't seem angry. This is no. the thing. It's very odd. Uh, but, yeah, then she gets, like, consumed she's, by she's these things. She's confused by Nightwing's, what, like, questioning. Yeah. Like, what? I'm, and, I'm and then she, she just Calm gets down, attacked dude. then. And that's where this is where the, the one inmate comes up and goes, hey, the Nightwing, are you okay? 
you're bleeding right there shows you that's a setup that he has an open wound to me exactly that's what i thought of as well. that's all it is and i thought right when he said that i'm this him and i'm like oh fucking nightwing's fucked because yeah that's just to say so nobody can say at the end hey how did this affect him no he's he's got an open he's got an open wound and that's when he's like that's uh when he's like, oh, it's not the first time I'm fine. And then that's when the inmate goes, what is she doing here? Meaning Gotham Girl. She looks half as scared as we are. So they are saying half. I was wrong. So she does. It's weird, though. Now I don't like it even more. <laughs> half, but I don't think she looks any scared. Yeah, I, it's, it is weird. I, I don't know. I guess I think that that's Steve Orlando trying to point to you to say, listen, it's not the psycho pirate stuff that's doing this. It's the ooze. Again, no rules. It's nope. it's throwing me off. Uh, like, oh, we're not all scared. Nothing to be ashamed of. Gotham Girl is just in the, hey, where is she? And that's she's gone off to find this giant fucking spider uh, monster. Gross thing. The, that is that Olav or whatever. They, they the queen alien Oleg. monster, man. It's funny, too. Yeah, because it's a man. It's a man. But, yeah, it's there. It was a guy who was a black gate prisoner that went here. That's what led them to think he Junior was Junior, anyway. too. This shit yeah. gets weird. Oh, it gets weird. So she goes, and it is freaky. It, it is pretty freaky, the look of them. But, yeah, she's there, and she just rips them apart. She just yeah. starts taking them rips apart the even before. Off. Yeah, just starts going and looks like he's pretty much done. And at this point... You think that, okay, listen, Nightwing says he's contagious. It could be. Eh, we haven't really it's seen it's that. you might want to worry about. Is might, all I'm I just you wouldn't know? want to get the shit. But when no. he's saying this, she is already covered. But to me, I would have been like, how about we get this thing and, you know, we could study it. We might be able to find out what's going on here. Yeah, and give, she's like, hey. Give Duke and uh, Alfred something more. Yeah, freaking that's what I'm with. saying. You could do that. You still could, I guess, but not how they are because she just rips him apart. And she and says, I don't want to be scared. You don't have to be scared. Not anymore. And, yeah, she does it in anger and just rips it apart and gets covered. Their shit goes in her mouth there. That's the thing. That's where I'm going with yeah. how she changes. Nightwing has the yeah. open wound. You can see this it stuff goes, going in her mouth. Yep, the one it scene. goes in her mouth, and it's disgusting. And then she's just hanging out, and they're like, oh, you know what? You know, she says she's sorry to Nightwing, and then she just starts going, holy shit, the shit's burning. They start freaking out, and then it ends with – uh them turning into crazy monsters they're uh, in, monster men yeah now they're monster men and they're pretty now, crazy is the night of the monster men actually the monsters or what we become jim are we <laughs> is the it monster man <laughs> isn't man the real monster Aaron? uh <laughs> i like the looks i like the yes i like the looks of them That's and the in the meantime you have like batwoman's heading off to help and and all this stuff so we're gonna have it but i did like then at the end you have the spell out for who's involved because it's Batman, Orphan, Spoiler, Clayface in Night of the Monster Man. Where's Batman and all that? It's Batwoman, Orphan, Spoiler, and Clayface. I think Batman's out of the game. I don't know where Bat. Why? Why wouldn't they mention Batman in that? And what? Like, where does it say that? This says it right under them, where they've turned into the monsters. The cliffhanger, but the, it's the oh, credits page yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end. But I did like it that they don't mention Gotham Girl. I was looking at Nightwing. the panels before that page where they show them. Like, no, no, they're showing everybody. But I didn't yeah, realize no, they said no. that at the end. There. No, yeah, it yeah. says that at the end. It's just I, I, it's weird. But I like that they don't put Nightwing and Gotham Girl. But I, I do like the look of them. I think it's pretty cool. And yeah, you even said it. I think when we started, when I was talking, like I was on NPR, uh, it makes it more personal. Yeah. All of a sudden now you're like, okay, the stakes have gone up. I don't care about big baby kaiju. Big old I baby. Do, I do care about Gotham Girl and Nightwing. 
and I want to see what goes on with that. Well, I, was, I was talking to you earlier in the night, though. It's like uh, at the end here, it says next night of the Monster Men Part Four and Batman Number Eight, and it's like in stores October fourteenth. I'm like October fourteenth. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Weird. Yeah, because yeah. I, that's why I asked you. I sent you a message earlier. Did you? Get, did we get Batman this week? Because yeah, I know got, I got Nightwing. So Batwing I didn't. I, was, I thought they. I thought they fucked up the order all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm I don't like, know oh, what don't do I don't that. know what that's about because I did get Batman and it has it's a Monster Man cover unless okay, maybe so it's Man, ahead of time. Batman is coming out. I don't know. Maybe it's ahead of time. I don't know, but we did get it. I looked at the cover. I haven't looked in the issue, but uh, I like the art in this. I like the it's story. It's the strongest enough. art we've gotten so far in my mind. I gave it a seven. I know I said this was my favorite issue of the Monster Man. It is. Uh, seven to me is my best I've given it. Well, you gave and, Batman a six point nine, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and I gave I mean. that. Uh, I think I gave yeah, that I think a six point like five. And I gave Nightwing a seven. I I'd think I still have seven. to give this a seven though, because yeah. yeah, things are getting. I don't know. Maybe there's, seven there's five. That, I don't have enough. I I want some more explanation. I, know, I want them to find out at least. I don't need Alfred to have a cure. I want Alfred to at least tell us. You know, I I can. I know what happened. We don't know how it happened. We had Hugo Strange lifting weights naked. Where is he? And what is his tie into this? All he did was look at his watch and go, yep, it's about time it starts, and Batman's going to have a shitty night tonight. Also, where's this hurricane? I don't get the sense that there's this hurricane anymore. There's a lot of shit going on. Like yeah, why? To... Yeah, why isn't this this uh, this hurricane just seemed to be a lead in to get these people in this cave? And why are there still people on the streets when they're freaking, you yeah. know, fighting these monsters? But again, do you do you even see it actually raining? It no, doesn't well, even we look do a like little it. bit at, at times. A but little, no, but it, that's hurricane. no hurricane are, though, Jim, right? Jim, are we in the eye of the storm? <laughs> we might be. <laughs> we might be. Yeah, at, I, the best is too. The, the funniest thing, I didn't even think of it. Um, the only thing you get mentioned of the hurricane is when uh, Dick Grayson is going into the uh, Blackgate and he goes, Pretty rough winds, but I'm on my descent. And I was like, I, I forgot all about the hurricane, How actually. How are you even getting over there, man? It's it a does, hurricane. With the rough winds. Rough winds. No, rough winds to me, do, that does not a hurricane make, Eric. Rough <laughs> winds are like, oh, you know, it's it's a little windy. Fucking hurricane. That's a different story. It's crazy. It, it, it's it, this is not a great story it really no, it's isn't not. uh it's this just again is, it's it's I'm, just an interlude till we get back to our other stories but uh this is I probably the best issue of the monster it is so far, i think it is i think i'd have to give it a seven like a stronger seven than the yeah. other seven I yeah, I, I, yeah i i gave a six nine and a seven this is how i had my out I yeah. did want to see, but I do like this a little more because we, it gets personal at the end and i do want to see what happens with Still a lot of nonsense and, but we'll move on to the next book. And what is the next book, Eric? Action Comics number 964. The guy is drunk! Oh, God, he is? <laughs> he might be. I don't Rick, know. Maybe I, this Clark Kent might uh, be able to... Maybe somebody should give him some alcohol. I don't think he needs any alcohol. He's he seems to be a violent sober. He's a little stuffy. Yeah, a little He bit. is actually... He is. seems like he might beat kids yeah. and women. Anybody. I don't, I don't like him. Do you? Are we supposed to not like him? No, I think you're supposed to be indifferent of him. Okay. I hate him. Go on. Action Comics. Carry on. 64, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Patrick Zercher, Ulysses Ariola, and Rob Lee. It's time for Superman to get back, get to the bottom of this human Clark Kent situation. And after running a bunch of tests, it seems that Clark is telling the truth about his situation. But before we could try and learn anything more, our hero is distracted by the information that Genetic Cron was holding Doomsday and possibly one other, Jim. One other. Oh, 
But when Superman goes to investigate Genetocron, the building is just gone. It's gone. It's gone, Eric. The guy is drunk! I would have been drunk. He shows up and they ask, hey, Jimmy, what the fuck happened? He doesn't know. Uh-huh. What the fuck's Jimmy going to know? He's like, I went to take a picture. It wasn't there. Case closed. That's all I yeah. know. I'm Jimmy Olsen, damn it. That's what he says. Right? That's all he's, he knows. Picture. I'm Jimmy Olsen. Apparently, I used to be a billionaire, but I don't talk about that hey, no more. my parents left me money, and I spent it all, and then Superman gave me his identity three days before it got out. But now I find out that he only gave it out because he was protecting some guy who was in the Rockies in a fucking cabin. Dems I want that breaks. life. I want that, but, like, do you think that Superman brought him food? Because he seemed to be there a while, just yeah, sitting in the cabin. Months. What, did he fucking go and uh, fucking hunt bear? You know what? <laughs> Had a fucking big old knife in his teeth like did I re- Rambo? You know, I would never hunt bear, Eric. I'd no? wear clothes. Ooh. Ooh that's an old-time joke for with you. Devil. That's an old-time joke for you. It's this on? Is this on, Eric? <laughs> Where is my soundboard? The guy is drunk. There we go. There we go. I didn't like this issue as much as you. I'll tell you that. You know what I say that? I don't even know what you gave up, but I know I didn't like it as much. Uh, All right. Well, he starts to set you off with me questioning what's up with the Fortress of Solitude for the yeah, pre-Flashpoint yeah. Superman. Because we knew it was in the Rockies. This is the Rockies, right? It's in um, Colorado, at least. But, okay. yeah, they spell it out in the Rockies, which is I, in Colorado. So, yeah. And you know Colorado to be cold at times, but from every time we've seen this fortress before, I've never thought of it as being a cold place. The only thing I can say is that they go in from the ceiling all the time. It's always that open uh, roof. The problem is, is that when Lois was there, was the she, I don't roof? think I Lois it was from that boulder, like like in front of the door. No, remember before. at that one point they had that roof that opened like a circular roof. They do have the boulder; they open it up, but at points, even you see it. I think that you open the boulder and then go down something because they even show them going down right. into there. But Lois was there; didn't seem cold. It wasn't no. spelled out. It's only here so that. You know that Clark doesn't have powers. That's well, all it is. It's the a thing forced is, thing. Though, having it there just makes you think of the actual fortress in the freaking Arctic. But even then, I mean, here's the thing. You look at this where this fortress is in the Rockies. Jesus Christ. It, it, it's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. look at it. It is way up at the top of a fucking mountain, which you want it, you want it to be away from people. But yeah. it, it is pretty crazy. And it, it is a weird thing to try to do. Where you're using this cold bit to to prove that this is Clark Kent, but yet it does make you think like, and what the fuck's going on? Because he even inside. says he says to him, "It's hey, this isn't the Arctic after all." Yeah, and you know you're like now you just gave up as the the other Superman's fortress. You son of a bitch, it seemed. But uh, yeah, they're there. Basically, Superman tells Clark, "We're going to go to the fortress so we can have a little chat." In the meantime, he doesn't want any chat. He has alien no. technology that he's going to find out more about. In the meantime, you have a little, you know, rundown. Of no, even, the even with fortress. even with that, even with him saying, "What this is not the Arctic," but it wasn't really spelled out to me until we got inside and saw that Oblivion Stone hanging in that case. I'm like, there oh, it is. are we ever going to do there. anything with you, Oblivion Stone?" Yeah, and it's funny because I forgot. I forgot, and I thought that uh, this Superman was the one who had the Kents, which doesn't really make as much no. sense. That was in the other fortress, and that would have been a pretty cool way for Clark to kind of find out 
about this Superman? Well, that's, I was really uh, – because I was initially, like, upset because, I'm like, if you walk in here and there's a picture of his – like, a sculpture of his yeah. parents, he's going to think something. Yeah, because but no, remember – that... e- but even without that, remember when this Superman went there with Lana and saw that and said, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I, I thought he that he went idea. right back. He didn't want to steal it, though. I was like, well, no, that, was I a, thought, that was a I thought he stole it. Thing. But <laughs> I think that would have been a pretty funny, actually, as like a curtain over it. Don't yeah. look under there. But I thought that it would be a pretty cool way for them to bond to become actual friends here because they're not friends. I don't think um, Superman wants to be friends with them. I don't know. He just, I think that he just wants to. problems we've had. I know, but he does seem. It's weird though. The only thing he seems to not want to do is put John and Lois in danger. That seems to be the most things. Like, he doesn't want to tell this Clark that he is also Clark Kent from another dimension, you know, another timeline, another whatever. And, uh, it just seemed weird to me though, this back and forth, because at one point, and through the whole thing, he's trying to find out, hey, hey, Kent. Are you really what you are? And are you lying? What not? And then finally Clark does call him back and says, you know, what the fuck are you asking me? What about you? Yeah. I know my, my Superman, you? our Superman died. Who the fuck are you? You uh, look a bit older. In the meantime, too, you go there. And I, I do think that this Clark is a dick. I don't like him. I hope that he is because he is angry. And I think that's also it. They even spell it out where they they do a scan of him. And it's like, yup, he had his appendix out, he had a broken arm, that's legit, and his cholesterol is a little high, it's not awful. But I also think this anger is also to show you, you know, us humans, Eric, we're hot-tempered. Sure are. Uh, but yeah. And honestly, I, I think he has every right to be angry because... Well, this is what I was getting to, yeah, because... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that he is a dick, he kind of has a reason because... Superman's doing shit that he does not know what he's doing. Like, at this point, he well, might even strap him down and have an alien autopsy on his ass. He seriously, doesn't know. But not only that, he's been, like, stuck in a cabin for the past two months yeah. without any interactions because Superman told him to. He gets back and everybody's questioning him about who he is. Come on. I uh, right away, right away, I hope that they do this. If they don't, I would have done it right when I left. I wouldn't have went to Geneticron. I would have said, yeah. Clark, let's, let's go to this cabin. I th- there's no cabin. He was never in a fucking cabin. I, that's where I think that it would be like the fun. Like, it was here. Like, no, there's no cabin there, Clark. Yeah. Or they go into a cabin and it hasn't been, and nobody's been in this cabin for fucking eight years. Uh, because I think that he was in Geneticron this whole time and all these oh, are yeah. in Planet Memories. And that's the thing that I, I think is funny that Superman is going full out, uh, with this whole, you know, up, oh, those are Clark's memories, not thinking at all. That that doesn't mean they're real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially from a guy like, who even if he says to himself like, "Well, he believes what he's telling me is yeah. the truth." Yeah, I think he would if he's yeah. a clone that has implanted memories. He would. And I think that the Superman, for all the crazy shit that he's gone through, including fucking uh, convergence, switching over, stopping the fucking infinite crisis coming here, uh, I would think that he'd look a little beyond the box. You know what I mean? And, and look a little more into this, not just, oh, he believes, because he do- it's funny how he stresses that. It's like, oh, he believes what he's saying, so it must well, be true. It almost like, I, it makes me think of what we dealt with in the final days of Superman, how Dr. Omen somehow created that sentient, like, solar energy yeah. that uh, infected that convict, or the, you yeah, know, the ex-con. the convict, and yep. He, he went insane the with parole. Power, so almost if, like... And gene- if I think about it, Geneticron realized this, wanted to right. create their own Superman, but thought, we need there to be a Clark Kent to this to balance this out. Well, and they uh, yeah. did the best they could to recreate the information they had on Clark Kent to yeah. make it into their double And hit. then they would implant, like, I-, I actually told you that 
if anything, I would have thought that it's like this experiment that even Mr. Yeah. Oz or Geneticron, whoever's doing this, um, is well, one of those like they're trying to figure out what makes Superman super. Is yeah. it just his metahuman side? Is it the human side? Obviously, we're going to find out it's both together. Not That's what the whole thing is. Alien. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even this, though, they do say, like, nope, there's no metahuman in him because they, they scan him. And yeah. that's the weird thing, too. Even Superman says, like, he's got my DNA and, and, and fingerprints, but it's not. It's human DNA. And it's just he's all human. He is. Yeah. He's 100% human. He's 100% man. But he is Clark Kent. So it's very weird. And I hope that it spells out something because... If they do go with this and say, nope, it's not a lie, this did happen, the Superman, it's so crazy to even think of that actually happening, and, yeah. and it can't. But yeah, and what I really do like, though, is he gets this, uh, it's like a, uh, what is it called, the the orb. The orb of fucking desire. So yeah, the, I wish I could remember what the hell it was off the top of my head. And they're going to do I just, a I just chalk it up in my head, it's like... Oh, some kind of alien tech. It'll show you, you know, deepest it desires is, uh, and truth yes. and whatnot. And it's weird because, like, Clark doesn't want to do it. And then he's, like, basically almost like we said at a point that it's almost like a challenge. He's like, yep, you're going to look stupid. But they, <laughs> he, he goes and the orb shows his deepest, darkest thing. It, it's weird because why then does it just show his origin story? The, I, I, the globe of revelation. Okay, yeah, the globe of revelation that's supposed to show your deepest, darkest desires. I thought he was going to touch that globe, and he's going to... All of a sudden, Superman looks, and it, Clark's sucking yeah. Superman's dick. There's and I'm like, what is going leather on? bondage? Yeah, really, it's like crazy shit. <laughs> Jimmy bent over, looking back like, ooh. Uh, that, but yeah, that, that the, evening he was alone at home with his dog and the peanut butter? Whoa. Yes, the <laughs> peanut butter. That, that always works. Um, but yeah, it's the origin, but it's a non-superpowered origin yeah. where, and no alien, he's human, he was born, and his family got killed in a gas leak explosion, correct? Is that, Still I think that's what it's yep. And I thought that was awesome. I think that is really good because I'm so hokey that if I was writing this, it'd just be like, the Kents, and I was a Kent, and I grew up. I would never have thought to have that equal thing where he is still an orphan. It's just a human story, though, and I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, at the in the end of the day, Superman believes him, but doesn't understand it. Oh, and nobody I, I understands. Yeah, it. and I don't mind that. I think that that's where you're going from. But it's like it's not like Superman's like, "Yep, okay, case closed," because then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Calix has the uh, the the surveillance video all of a sudden out of yeah, nowhere he's always ha the fortress is finally hacked into geneticron yeah, yeah it's very and now convenient. they had the surveillance where geneticron did have doomsday house there and yeah. something else and Somebody, something else yeah right away fuck? you're there and you're like uh calyx what is this something else i i don't want to go in generalities here tell me what that was oh uh it was superman or what you know because that's it, what you're led it was to believe. a human clark Kent. it does seem so over the top like that, that you think that maybe it won't be that? You know what I mean? That It's yeah. such a in-your-face thing. It has to be, though, right? Or at least something no, no, that leads to the that. The actual thing he says, they were holding Doomsday and at least one other. And I'm at like, least one other. Like what, one what other one Doomsday? Other, <laughs> yeah, what are, what are you talking about? But yeah, they're going to go from that. And he gives, he does give Clark... The super watch, like Jimmy the had. Jimmy Power, yeah, the yeah, sonic so watch. You can, you know, he presses it anytime he needs help, which that's, yep. that's pretty cool. But then he goes, it's weird because he's like, yep, you know the old adage, 
keep your enemies, you know, your friends close and your enemies closer. But he's not really an enemy because no. I don't understand them. I'm like, what are you, you saying? Keep watch on. Yeah, just like, tell him you're going to watch him. During these tests, so we head on over to the Geneticron company where I'm, I immediately said, uh-oh, because we, it's all dark. And in the shadows, you see this guy jump yeah, out. Yeah, we were He's wrong. wearing a red cap. We and were I wrong, swore yeah. up and down the last time we talked we about Action Comics. We thought it was Comics, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne in disguise. But no, yeah. this guy, the bearded guy in the red hat goes and puts this thing on the side of the building. And to me, it looks kind of like a proximity mine from the Golden uh, GoldenEye game. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's not. It's just some it, teleportation. Oh, I know. That's just what it made me think of, though. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, when Superman gets the information about, you know, Geneticron holding Doomsday, him and Clark fly back, and uh-oh, the entire building is the now gone. gone. Yep. Like Infinity Corp in the JLA. That's era. exactly what I thought of, too. I'm like, fuck, you don't remind yeah. me of JLA. Yeah, I, I got so angry when I saw that. But uh, in the meantime, while they were in the fortress, uh, it was a weird kind of thing where Superman mentions to Clark, hey, you know what? I could use some PR. Could you write a fluff piece about me sometime <laughs> so that the world will love me? Fuck you. And he kept, I do like at point, like there's at least two or three times where Superman says something to Clark and then Clark says, are you making me do this? And then Superman's <laughs> like, no, 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 just do what you have to do. Yeah, just, just do, do what it you want. Or something bad it's might, so, it's almost like yeah, extortion, you know? It's so funny. It did. It seemed like protection money. Exactly. Like, I don't know. You don't do this. Some harm might come to you. Oh, I wouldn't want to see that go down. But yeah, it was really weird that he kept saying things, and then Clark would. It, Clark would be a is, shame if there wasn't something written about me after yeah, this, really, huh? Yeah, you know what? If I don't see anything in that Daily Planet in a week, someone's going to get hurt. It may not be you. Someone's going to get hurt. But yeah, it did seem like that. But yeah, Clark does then write a story which seemed way over the top nice yeah, to the interaction we have gotten from them. The interaction we have gotten from them in that fortress leading to the uh, Geneticron to me, was not as nice as what we get in this, what the story is, which basically is the, hey, you know what? This new guy showed up. We got to treat him like a Superman. He might not he's be a our hero, Superman, but he's, but he's a Superman. Superman. He's doing what he has to do, and he's selfless and all this. And it, it, But then it's funny. He even lays out some hints so that maybe other people could get involved. Like, I don't know where he goes, but I'm sure he has somebody to take care of. Just, like, yeah, you son of a bitch. And but the yeah. weirdest part, though, when we go through this whole thing, when Clark comes back to write this, and we see yo, everybody reading what he's already ri yeah. written and stuff like that, it only made me think about Lois Lane and how nobody's brought up the fact that she's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a story that Lois Lane would have written. You oh, know? But, but like, this would have been Lois's story. Yeah, and but nobody is bringing up the fact that she's no, just gone she's and or dead. dead. And yeah, nobody said anything. I know. Like, That's Clark, one of the things. Clark and, and Jimmy and Lois are like the freaking, you know, the normal oh, yeah. trinity besides for being yeah, a superhero. They're, the, they're the three musketeers here. You yeah. know, Jimmy and Clark do all the work and Lois steals the story. That's yeah. just how it goes. Uh, it is weird. Line, like you maybe. said, we, we have a, uh, we have a more connected universe in this rebirth as well. Not right there with Lois. You are no. right. And I don't know if it's because the Superwoman book, uh, they're not. You're not getting the full story yet, and they don't want to kind of tie it in with anything else because of what they don't want to freaking show their hand yet. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. But uh, yeah, really, you would have thought that at least there would have been a point where there'd be a weird thing where they would be hanging out, like when you have the sunglasses while the funeral's going on in the distance yeah. and it's raining, and you're standing there, and then you get in your car and drive off. But yeah, you see all these people, and you also see while while you <laughs> yeah while you're reading the uh, the story. In the Daily Planet, you're also getting the side thing where Superman's showing Lois and John 
this escape route that I'm sure is going to come into play very quickly. I know, uh, right? Because this they, is they such really an odd go, inclusion. Oh my God, they really stress. So this, this I got book, this thing behind the water here, yeah. Peter. It's by a, the way, I want to show you this. down to a rocket bike like track so you yeah. can get away. Goes out to the woods. Uh, to me, this issue, why I don't like it, I thought as much as you, is because there's a lot of heavy-handed things like that. Uh, yeah. Like you said, you want to keep pushing that it's cold. No, we're, we we know that Clark doesn't have powers. If We've dealt with this. And especially when you get a bio scan three pages later, I trust like, that more you, than somebody just saying they're cold that they could be lying. And I, didn't, I never thought call, he was lying. Do you think somebody would call bullshit if they didn't have that? Like, oh, he was there and he wasn't cold? Yeah, I, like, I, it's I don't a weird know. thing to throw in. Because really you don't have to show them outside even. Just get no. them to the, the – the, I thought – that Superman's not a dick. I thought he would heat the fucking fortress a little. Or allow I know him that to get he, a jacket. I, don't I know, know that he doesn't mind it, but he did have Lois and, and John at points. He has that wonky shit, his powers, and they were at the fortress. I would think he has a heater there. Yeah. And not even that, but he has aliens from all around the universe there. Some of them might need some heat. Oh, aliens don't feel cold. <laughs> Them, That's cold, purely human cold, cold. space. <laughs> yeah, at the end, then it ends with this guy who we see, thought, Mr. Red old Cap, Red Cap, Mr. Red Cap, and fucking Ponytail, <laughs> fucking loser. Uh, we thought that that was Bruce Wayne because nobody has a ponytail like that anymore. And no. we, you know, Bruce, that has to be a Bruce Wayne disguise. It isn't. He opens no. up his uh, his, his fucking apartment. doorway to goddamn apocalypse. He goes into his uh, his apartment, and there looks to be a portal. To what appears to be like apocalypse, right? It's, it's, it's apocalypse far away, though. You see the entire planet, and for some reason, the Superman symbol is like embossed into it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and thinking what, to myself, he's got to be breaking his lease by having apocalypse. Oh, in the yeah, living room. yeah, that is definitely. Uh, we watch Good Times. They almost broke the lease because they had a rent party. Hey. God damn it! If Bookman would have found a goddamn apocalypse planet in there, these <laughs> the lease is done. There. Best good times episode. Ever. Oh my god! It, it would be an awesome good times episode. JJ's in the corner painting black Jesus while it's going on. <laughs> uh, the thing is that maybe this is the tie into when uh, Lex was there and the whole you know leader yeah. of apocalypse with that's that. Right. So that's I, a good I call imagine out. too. It's just a weird thing to see the whole planet of apocalypse in this portal with the yeah. Superman freaking symbol embossed on it. Yeah, and then he says the path is clear. The only answer is death. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Uh, they do have to say Brandon even saying like he doesn't like this Clark Kent. He yeah. doesn't like it as much because there's just too many. This is like the Green Lantern syndrome at times 80 where you have Clark Kent's running around like fucking. Yeah. And you had two Loises and at least one died, Eric. At least one died. It's just all this Superman stuff. And we keep having these Superman do doppelgangers like that freaking yeah. guy he fought at the final days of Superman. Yeah, the yeah. other one we have in uh, the new Superman, you know, he's in that, you know, the crab shell. Yeah, he's in the crab. And even Keenan Kong a little. And he's Kong another little, version. I like him, but he's another said, Superman. I love the art in this, but the fact of the matter is the thing that killed me is that we just keep getting more and more mystery stacked yeah, on top yeah, of each other. Yeah, they are. They're, you're answering questions with more questions. Exactly. I still find myself intrigued, though, and I, I, I don't it's know. It's weird. I, I didn't. Like it and the, the second time I read this, I was a little more intrigued, but the right. forced nature of it all uh, really got to me, including just all – actually, including all of it. But, yeah, this whole story at the end was hokey. And didn't seem to jive with what was going before and all that. But uh, what did you give it? 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I would go 6.9. I'll all go right. 7. 
Okay. Uh, I, since you went seven five and I said I'd go lower, I was actually going to go about six five, but I think I'll go seven. I did like the art, and yeah, it's great. You did, I, I didn't mind this issue. It's just like you said, it, it starts getting infuriating that we're not getting any answers. We're just getting more mysteries. So, you know, you have this thing. Where's Clark? Oh, I don't know what this Clark is. Wait a minute. Geneticron disappeared? Apocalypse you know, there's apocalypse building? in this guy's apartment? Where's Bookman? But yeah, it's just like you said. It's more more and more. Heaped James ain't going to tolerate this. Fucking James is dead, Eric. He, oh. he would, but he wouldn't have tolerated. He'd say, "Florida, you get this apocalypse out of this goddamn apartment unless it's paying they just rent." Stop fooling around. It's funny, they start charging the planet apocalypse rent, and that's how they can, you know, survive now because apocalypse planet is paying. And JJ's just painting black Jesus. Michael's now, black Jesus. Michael's now an apocalyptic militant. Oh, he would be an apocalyptic <laughs> militant, all right. And Thelma's just there looking sexy. Goddamn Thelma, how could you look any sexier? Yes, you can't. But yeah, we'll move on to the next book. All right, what book is it, Eric? Wonder Woman number seven, written by Greg Rucco, with art by Liam Sharp, Laura Martin, and Jody Wynn. It's time for Wonder Woman to take on the mad god Urs Cartaga, and after jumping to a bunch of conclusions from simple things that Cheetah told her throughout the issue, Diana triumphs with the help of Cheetah and the captured women, and after the smoke clears, it looks like Barbara Ann Minerva is finally free of the Cheetah curse. It does. It does. Wonder Woman's queer, Eric. I've heard. What's that about? I don't know. But yeah, uh, I think I like this a little more than you, but I still think it was forced uh, to it, an ending. I just don't know how, why we're rushing to a conclusion. Like, like, yeah. We took our time so much in the beginning that I didn't know what was going on. Like, I hated this book in the beginning because it was it just doing it. stuff it without explaining anything. It, exactly. Yeah, it was giving you a very, very, very slow burn. But I got on the trolley and I loved this book, and all of a sudden, like, okay, we got to hurry up and finish. And I'm like, why? Why not just yeah. keep going? Yeah, just uh, is it because this is like, I don't know, because it's even a weird issue. It's number seven. I can't even say to you, like, well, it's because Rebirth and these first seven issues are going to be a, uh, a thing with, uh, a, uh, what's it called? A trade. Because yeah. that seems like that's too many. Like, the thing is, with, with the trade, we would just have Rebirth, Wonder Woman number one, three, and five, uh, and seven. Now yeah, it's five yeah. books. You yeah, think I guess, would have yeah. one more. Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking that with it going back and forth. Uh, maybe that's what they want to do because the Rebirth is a little uh, – no, that wasn't a bigger issue, but maybe that's what they want to do. Because that ties uh, into the lies here, but in my mind, it doesn't really tie into year one. Year one, you'd keep separate. Well, and remember, in the meantime, we're going to have that uh, Barbara Minerva – uh, origin. Story, yeah. So I don't even know where that goes because I think that interrupts my story, the year one. But it's going to be more of like because it's an it goes origin in line with year, year one, one but it doing, goes yeah. with this. It's it's very odd. But yeah, the the way that it was just forced to an ending with almost like and really like you said. There was a lot of mystery. This book was like based on this mysterious things going on, and to it was have based it end, on what the hell is going on? Well, and to have it though end in a what the hell happened? Yeah. Because all of a sudden she just comes out of the blue. She realizes what's going on, and it did seem very weird. Uh, it even started. It starts off with Wonder Woman, and they're all they're gonna free these these women, these children, it off these very girls. Slow. Yeah, like, and I'm telling you, we took so much time with her, like you know her freeing these women, and then like making sure to tell them like we're, you're all powerful and courageous. But like yeah. I was thrown off right away because the cliffhanger was it looked like Steve Trevor about to be fucking sacrificed. I'm like, yeah. you might want to get on this because Steve is not long for this world. Yeah, well, and here, we took so much time. Oh yeah, we t and they're gonna free the girls. Yeah. and uh, what got me though is that's when 
Diana says to Christopher, is this all of them? And I swear it, it is him. And he says, we're missing about a dozen by my count. This isn't just one village's daughters, Diana. Cadulo must have been abducting girls from all over the region. Then she says in the next panel, why is the team here? The target is a warlord named Andres Cadulo. He's already yeah. mentioned Cadulo. It's yeah. that, that is something that is a weird misstep in this book that has been almost perfect. Especially with the dialogue and the way the story has been. Yes, it's been uh, mysterious, but there hasn't been, like, fuck-ups. This has been a book that when shit was revealed, you were like, holy shit, that's what it was? or whatever. And that right there, two panels, it's, I, I know it's nitpicking. It threw yeah. me the fuck out. Because I'm well, like, is that a different guy? It's not. It's, and no, even it's the people behind yeah. him are different. I'm like, what is going on? That seemed to be like a panel that was supposed to not be in there and the one was supposed to replace the other or something because there's even different guys behind them. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, that's when uh, you get the whole thing. And really, it's the women and they're going to go. They want the, the soldier Steve's guys to get the girls, get them the, to freedom while Barbara and Wonder Woman go off to fight Uskataga and Kadula. And, but uh, I, I had a problem, too, by the time I was done with this because we're dealing with all this time. Wonder Woman's like, all right, you, you all, all you women are powerful. Christopher, can you please make sure they get to safety? And then Christopher's yeah. saying, like, you're going to go with Cheetah? You're going to trust her? Yeah, and yeah. And Cheetah flips the fuck out. Yeah, we have does. this twice, though, in this issue. I'm like, I why know. are we taking so, so long to do? I, I know it's all I, about the empowerment yeah. of women and there's kind just of a forced thing but... I, it's also a forced thing to me that it's like hey you trust this cheetah to watch your back and i think it's supposed to be that final explanation point eric uh to show you shut like, up to, to remind you that she's almost gone you know yeah. what i mean like she's if they don't do shit soon she's gone and then that's what leads to them finally doing the the deal where she gets kind of saved uh in the meantime it's very forced though and yeah these the luckily uh christopher and these guys don't do that great a job of getting the girls back to their own village because I they know. need them you know what i mean well, because that's well, when diana seen, comes though, there, with this there epiphany. are other girls here yeah, and this, there are. like from other regions and i go okay but as they're going to find Urs Cartaga and stop, I don't even know what Kadula is going to do with Steve because it really seems like he's going to sacrifice him at one point. Yeah, That's I don't know either. Though. Yeah, but, I, at one point I thought that he was going to be the vessel, but then yeah. Kadulo seems to be the vessel, well, right? That's the issue I had with the last part of the live story is that where he's like, oh, yes, you'll be the vessel, but I will be the avatar. I'm like, those yeah, are the you same things yeah, in my you mind. you didn't realize what was going on and how this was going to be because it does seem at the end when all is said and done – there really wasn't too much danger to Steve. Maybe he they had to have a witness there, Eric. I don't know. It seems so like he weird. just had to be painted up and on put on an altar, and that's yeah. it. I would guess that, yeah, at one point they were going to eat his heart. I, I don't know, because they do have a fucking big machete there, and he is yeah. tied up. The girls are there. But the whole thing is, at the end, it it is revealed at the end that these girls were the wardens. Yeah, well, as uh, Cheetah and Wonder Woman were making their way to save Steve, Cheetah's telling her about how, yes, the, you know, Ernest Cartago was always worshipped by the women, and his bride, the cheetah, was always the protector. Yeah. Which we, okay. we've seen, we've heard this before as well, yeah. and we get that whole thing of like, then I was the bride, but then he figured out it was like Monster Squad. You know, he figured out that I wasn't really a virgin, and he didn't Is she like a it. Virgin, and yeah, and we didn't get we we have all this already. We we've heard this before, and the weird thing though is that it ends up. 
I, I'm just going right to the end, not not finishing up what we're talking about, but right. where you end up that you find out that Urs Kataga is actually afraid of the ladies, and they are yeah. actually the one. But it didn't. They are his wardens keeping him from walking it, the earth again. It didn't seem right for what they're doing here, though. Honestly, it just sounds like a bad plan from the get go because yeah. Kadula went out of his way to bring all to these bring women these here. Girls, did he? Was this a fail safe for him? But he wants know. to become. That's what I. That I was so confused of what how Wonder Woman would have come up with this idea from what you have seen leading to this. You would never yeah. think that these girls were the things that could stop him, because why did he go and get them then? Yeah, they it didn't have to make be sense. there. No, it does. It would have made you know you would have had the whole thing where. Cheetah. If Cadulo went to all the villages in the area and killed all the young daughters, yeah. maybe? If he killed all the daughters and you only had Cheetah, and the only way that Cheetah could legitimately stop him was to actually become a quote-unquote woman again by, you know, denouncing all this, that would have been a better story to me then. Like you said, yeah. all of a sudden, you find out that Cadulo is this warlord who goes around and kills the girls. Then you find out now why. Oh, yeah. my God, that's why this, he did it. This would have it. stopped him from walking the earth. As yes. The, uh, like the, that, the, the, that would have made more earth sense. Cartaga. He is basically, this is Superman going around the universe and collecting the crypt, kryptonite and giving it to people to fight him. Giving it to yeah. Lex Luthor. Here, Lex, really. Hold yeah. on to this for me. It's not like him. he went and got these women. and with, You know, you can say in the long run, oh, well, he gathered them up because he was going to sacrifice him. He was going to do that. We don't see this. And, and shit's going down now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That this plan, whatever your plan was, it should already be in effect as we're talking right now. And it isn't and it doesn't make sense to me. And it really threw me off. That and that I thought was Steve Trevor at the end in the fetal <laughs> position with boobs. Eh, he's a good looking dude. I, I just thought it was him. Uh, but yeah, she goes and I do like that where – and even then though, Steve is like half out of it. But yet he's talking shit, which I don't mind. No. But he knows – We Wonder saw him Woman's doing this when Cadula was torturing him. How does he know? Is that supposed to be that connection though with him and Diana? Because she comes through him. I don't really think per se that she, he saw her because he's like, yeah, you know what? You're going to be fucked because Wonder Woman, she usually gives you three warnings. She ain't giving you shit. I think it's one of those things almost like he is the old-time Lois Lane where Lois Lane would fall off a building and not worry. Well, that's what what I thought. I thought it's more into that that connection. It just seemed very strained here. Uh, Maybe maybe this is going on. He looked over and she was like peeking in the shadows. But again, like we said, Greg Rucka has done such a great job. Oh, and yeah. setting things up, and even this one, Steve is there. Uskataga seems to embed himself into Kadulo, but I don't understand what's going on really when he's touching his chest. I think he's just kind of becoming Kadulo. You know, know what I'm saying? Is, like it's going to stretch but, out. But that's the problem, though, because he isn't there yet, and they don't. But no. because then Steve says, "Hey." Something you should know. And Cadulo keeps mentioning, he's talking this like crazy New World Order speech yeah. and goes, and with my fist, bend the world to your will. And what can you possibly tell Cadulo? And I'm like, it's just, I understand what they were doing. It just read weird. And then you see this freaking claw coming down. So is it, you know, he has to enter Cadulo and then kill yeah, Steve I, Trevor I on the altar know. there? But that's where Wonder Woman but just he's interrupted, shoots yeah. through him. And she shoots through him. And I'm thinking, she does a lot of damage. Like, right yeah. there seems to be, like, and all of a sudden, Kadula has heat burster. vision. Like, yeah. where do you get that? A, a fucking plant monster with heat vision. That's that's a little uh, juxtaposition that might be dangerous to him, Eric. He might set himself on fire. And I heard cut grass uh, signals fucking danger. That's what but I hear. yeah, they get there, and that's where Wonder Woman out of nowhere. And, and also, uh, 
Cheetah is kicking ass. She's and yeah, she it's just she has a pretty men though. But she has a pretty good line when they're like, "Oh my guys, will do that." They, yeah, you know, you better look into your help. And I like that. But yeah. uh, she, where you get it is she's almost gone feral and she yeah. almost kills Kadula, and that's where one woman says it. If you fucking kill him, I'm not helping you anymore. Yeah, we're done. But the this is where it's is where, over. See, here's where I start getting. I don't understand now because now you have Kadula. He's down on the ground. Cheetah is going to slice his throat. You have Steve Trevor. He's standing with Wonder Woman. There's Uskataga. He is full out going now. What is making him alive now? What know. is the rules that have brought him back to life? Well, I'm saying this in my mind. He's still this Urskartaga plant monster thing that can't be defeated until we find out at the end what his weakness yeah, is being it's the just women. weird though. It's like – it seemed to me, though, he was being brought to life with one of those two well, that do, we, doing it's it. It's weird, but, too, because we haven't seen him move until this issue. Now he's moving about and yeah, doing stuff. Yeah, he's moving so. about, but yet Cadulo's there. He's on the ground with Cheetah there holding him down. And Steve, like I'm saying, nothing seemed to have to happen for him to actually come to life like this. Maybe he can't leave this cave or just wanted to you but know, you don't, be but inside you don't of a find man that like out. You, he might want to be, but you <laughs> don't you'd never find that out. And if that's the case, you could just close the door and leave. Yeah. I know you don't want to, you know, that's kind of sweeping the problem under the, the fucking rug. But really, you don't get that. You don't even know that. So this Uzkataga being out and about. It doesn't make much sense to and me. And maybe the women are keeping him there in that form. I know, but what I'm saying is how did he become that form? It seemed to me that like, he was going to be – That's his natural form in my mind. Yeah, but he wasn't alive. No. I'm I, saying I... what brought him to life? What what we thought he was, was going to be. He was just this swamp thing. At one point, he just looked like a couple twigs and a fucking branch. Yeah. He didn't have anything. He's grown into this. I thought that Steve Trevor would have to be sacrificed for that. Or Kadula would have to give up Something. his body to be the vessel. He kept saying he was the vessel. The only when thing he grabbed his happen, chest, did it do? The only thing that needed to happen is that Steve Trevor had to be on an altar and painted. That's yeah. it. And talk shit. Yeah. And and whatever. But The yeah, magic that, incant- incantation of, you ain't shit, motherfucker. That's what it was. And I, yeah. I do like, though, that uh, Urskataga is then saying to, to Barbara... Like, hey, listen, my wife, you know, it's almost like he, he got he's a, a fucking piece of shit husband who just got caught cheating and yeah. he's trying to get her back. But he's like, oh, you know what? If you help me become full, which I'm like, I don't know, you seem pretty good right now, but yeah. uh, I will give you your body back and I'll do this. And that's where Wonder Woman is like, he's lying. You know, he's lying. And, you know, and Barbara knows as well. But we got to have this where... big fight scene between Wonder Woman and Urs yeah, Cartaga. Yeah. That because Wonder Woman finally jumping to conclusions and being right doesn't matter much. No, it doesn't matter much because then she jumps to conclusions and realizes, okay. And it really, again, it's not like A, A plus B is not leading to C to me because she says like, oh, this was all a lie. You, everybody said that he had the women and this, but the women were actually the warden. And he's yelling like, nobody controls me, let alone women. Yeah. And they get the women out there. And that's the one where Steve's like, ladies, you know, girls, get behind me. No, no, no. They have to get in front. They get the lasso. They surround him. And, and why does he, the lasso of truth? I don't is know. A th- you know, it doesn't make sense for that. No, it's just I, out I, this, of nowhere. I'm telling you, this this whole issue, I'm, I'm starting. My, my score is going down as we speak <laughs> because there's a lot of nothing. And this is going to be, you know, this is the end of this bit of the arc. You're supposed to be getting answers here. Yeah. This is starting to get Brian Hitch territory where, you know, giving more mystery doesn't make a mystery in itself. 
you know, leaving info out doesn't make it a mystery. But yeah, yeah. they they figure out the women were the wardens, and they're gonna do it. And then he turns into a fucking houseplant fern. Yeah. He disintegrates, and then they look, and Barbara Ann, because he has died and become just has a become Steve plant, Trevor in your mind. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> look at that. That could be Steve Trevor, don't you think? And no, it, with those what, tits. What, no, don't look at the tits. Just look at I the. I can't the, help myself. Here's the deal: cover up the boobs and the right. mouth. Right. Steve Trevor. <laughs> You're and taking I, away the best you know bits. What it, no, you know what did it? <laughs> you know what did it for me is that she's all like she has that like line heavy. Fucking yeah. shadowing? I thought it was hair. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I thought that was Steve Trevor. She's just like, dirty, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Steve Trevor. And then she's like, uh, he lied. Everything I did, everything he made me do, it was all lies. I'm like, yeah, we knew this. Yeah. I thought that we were spelling this out before. Is it just well, you're now not hearing she realizes? Right because you're all cheetah crazy? What's going I on Yeah, she was cheetah crazy. Now she knows. And then Barbara's like, I know. And they, you know, they hug. See, I uh, like this part at the end, though, where, like, you know, Wonder Woman is feeling sorry. Because this woman was a friend of her at one point. Yeah. Even though she oh, yeah. says that she was, like, playing her the whole time. But still, Wonder Woman sees Barbara as a friend. And she finally has that woman back. Yeah. And uh, at the... Uh, it says then in two weeks we get Wonder Woman number eight, which is year one interlude, the story of Barbara and Minerva. And I told you that, like we, ha- it even spells it out interlude. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to me like this would have been an annual, uh, the story that we're gonna get. But it does make sense in the story, and it's something it does. that it, it'll be good to find out what's going and on. We just and, left the last year one and talking about thing- Barbara Minerva. Yeah, and even with the year one, um. You're getting in this book, year one now is quickly becoming the history of this story. Yeah. Like the lies were then you go to the year one to see the origin of all this stuff and it ties in. So that's perfectly fine for me to find out Barbara uh, Minerva and yeah, we're going to see her go and get, you know, the fucking dagger and all that stuff. Hopefully. That's what yeah. I think. I, and I love that story. So I'll enjoy it. But, uh, the art was good. I know when I, I first hope, looked I hope at that it, series continues being as good, though, because I'm telling you, this one just was a downer to me. I think after talking about it, I might have given it too high of a score. Yeah, I'm I'm down now. And also, remember, like, this uh, interlude is not Nicholas Scott on art either. Right. So it is definitely uh, for P- – it's the person, uh, the lady who did uh, Sugar and Spike, that oh, Legends right. of Tomorrow. So I, it's definitely a, hey, everybody, take a little break. You know, get a breather, catch up a little. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like the art a lot in this issue. I love the art. Liam Sharp um, kicks so much ass. He is. He's awesome. I even went through it and I was like, I'm not a big, you know, this art's a little down to me. When I read it again, I'm like, no. I, I was reading it on a, a fucking mic. Phone, phone at work with these bright UV I was. lights. So yeah, when I had it, and I actually looked at the actual physical copy. Boy, it looks good. I bet uh, it does. But yeah, the actual story itself, this is probably my least favorite issue of Wonder Woman so far. And it's a shame because it's the end. It should be a big moment. This is yeah. Barbara, you know, becoming a human again. And I would have liked this to be a little better. I'd give it a six. Okay, I gave it a seven out of ten, but I maybe should have gone a six myself. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, the, I, the I, I gave, I think, is... issue one a six. You didn't like just... it. I think I really I liked it as well. Um, because then, and I think even the... Um, I don't even think you like the rebirth 
that much. As no, well, I didn't. Uh, which I really liked. I thought Actually, it was no, one I of didn't the talk ones. about that. I read it uh, like after the fact, but that was one of the weeks where I was away and you and Reggie talked about okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I really liked it. But uh, I think that even leading up to that week, I asked you and you even. I think it was like around a six. You would have given that. It was time. just that whole thing where everything that we know is wrong, and they're just yeah. focusing on this mystery, and then they didn't give us any answers. And yeah. number one, like, well, any not even. I don't want all the answers right away, but they didn't give us anything, and it was just Wonder Woman walking through a goddamn jungle. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. She was kind of an Olympus, kind of, and I liked it though. But yeah, this one I thought was a little down. I know people still love it, and yeah. I still love it. It's still a good I issue. Just, it's just not a good conclusion to what yeah, we've been dealing with. I agree, but we're gonna move on to some mail, and then back for some more books. And the mail with Jim And I've got such a long way to go Such a long way to go Make it to the end of the episode First I'm here Here Mail with Jim Mail with Jim Now mail with Jim Now mail with Jim It's mail with Jim I'm having my my finger A long way to go Such a long way to go Make it to the end of the episode Episode there we go i had my nice. duet with mike that was good i was dancing the whole time too <laughs> such a long way, long way to, go. to go i like that part. <laughs> i always love that part of that song uh yes it's the second part of the mail and we're going to start with Frenny. And Frenny says hello What's again, up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and Chris. Another week, another 50 cents. She's right. a rapper. She started a West Coast, East Coast rap fight, are we? Now she's talking about our actual paychecks. Hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. Drew's going to be in shaking his head. Yep. I knew it. I knew they didn't get paid shit. <laughs> so, good books this week, mostly, right? All right. Hey, no, Justice League anyway. They were okay. They were okay. Some thoughts. Teen, actually, I say that, but Reggie's books were pretty good. So in yeah, general, I well, have We to recorded say, that the other day, so I don't remember. That's what I'm saying. Tonight, the books were talking about a bunch of garbage. Uh, I actually laughed because I put up on the site, weirdsciencedccomics.com, the picks of the week. And I believe there's six books on picks of the week. Five are Reggie's. <laughs> one is yours. I do yeah. not have one. The only time that'll ever happen. I'm usually, I'm usually a little more positive, but this week I didn't really like it. And just to say, that means that the book has to get an eight out of ten or more to or be on that list to get on that. And I didn't have that, but she says some thoughts. Teen Titans Rebirth. I posted this in the comments on Reggie's review already, but I thought this book looked amazing. I agree. I agree as well. Starfire and Raven. Look totally hot in every panel they're in. Well, Raven I, I, looks kind of like a little girl in that because it's almost like Gotham Academy, but whatever. We'll close your boat. You can go with So you're saying hot. I am saying hot. The full page Kid <laughs> Flash spread looks totally cool. I agree. And the so last I, page of Robin and Goliath is killer. Now you're in another so podcast good. today. They didn't know who Goliath was, Eric. It made me really? giggle. Yeah. They're like, there's Damien and this real big giant monster thing. Hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. I have to say, I pegged the hooded figure as Damien from page one. But that didn't dampen my sheer joy. Actually, I think you were supposed to. I was a dummy and didn't. And I think you were supposed to because what she says, it it didn't dampen her sheer joy of turning that page. And the thing is, I think it makes it better. If you know it's Damien, you're just giggling the whole time because he's just such an asshole. That's what he would do. He gathers a team by incapacitating them and then hooking them up like they're in The Incredibles. Uh, let's fully... talk about being teammates now. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, it's actually like me. I, this is what I said. I'll trash talk about a guy and his brother being dead, yeah. and then afterwards I want to shake his hand and tell him good game. <laughs> and I, I think that it's over, and here we go. All right. Or it's this. Now I showed you why you are all pieces of shit. Let's work yeah. together so I can make you better. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, let's just build up from the beginning now. We're going to build up from down below. Just know I'm that I'm fully... better than you as we yes, do this. Yeah, all the time. I'm fully expecting to love, love, love this book. So am I. Me too. Which just makes me even madder that I have to wait till 2017 for Super Sons. I know. I'm just going to wait to see who they put on that book. That's the problem. Uh, it, it's got to be good. It's got to, right? It's got to. It, you just got to. It doesn't got to. You know I think it's going to be? No. Scott Liddell. Oh, yeah? I think that's I like that. Get. I wouldn't mind to do. There's somebody out there probably fucking jumping off a roof now. Ah! He's a very uh, uh, hit or miss with people. Uh, Action Comics 964. I will always get this book no matter what because it's Superman, but right now I'm really struggling with this shady Clark Kent guy. What the fuck? I do not like this idea at all. Makes no sense to me in the lens of posterity and any of this ever going to matter. No. Forget about whether it makes sense right now. I'm sure they'll come up with some sort of comic booky explanation for this, but I'm Hopefully. really having a hard time caring about this Clark, Clark Kent. And, uh, not only, I, I hate him, but I'm really having a hard time care, uh, about this Clark Kent. Yeah, I, I just, I do not like him one bit. I think he's an over-the-top dick. And I think they're doing that because they don't want you to get attached to America's going <laughs> to kill him up. I just you want say him that out of the about way. every character and every issue. Oh, yeah, yeah this person's going to die. It's funny, at one point, I forget, I wish I could remember which guy it was. And it, it is a guy that usually listens and writes into the podcast and talks to me on Twitter. And is like, do you think Gotham Girl is going to die in this Monster Man? I'm like, I sure do. I told Eric yesterday, I'm typing this. I'm like, wait a minute. There was that <laughs> prologue when she was saying that she kills Batman epilogue. and marries Duke. Epilogue, yeah. So I'm like, boop, boop, boop. Nope, I don't think it's her. <laughs> yeah, I did. at one point I was yelling that she is going to die, and it made sense. It was like an easy All of out a sudden, the epilogue is retconned, and you look like a yeah, jerk. <laughs> yeah. When's that happening? Because I'll tell you, I don't really see myself giving a shit about Clark investigating stories for the Hamilton Gazette. Or whatever. Either the way Lois is trying to maneuver. Is she his agent now? No, he's worse. <laughs> no, it's wife. Wife. <laughs> what is this nonsense? I guess they're all, the only books I had strongest feelings about this week. Wonder Woman was okay. I agree. I don't think this arc is quite over yet, though. It's weird. We have an interlude next time uh, in the my part of the story. But no, the the next thing, I think that this whole story is going to be Azarello-esque where it is a continuation. Because it I hope says so. the next deal is the, the, the quest for Themyscira continues. Yeah. So I don't think that this is one of those with clear-cut, like one arc is people fighting a octopus monster, and then the next arc you're going and saving a fucking A slightly building. bigger octopus monster. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or like uh, the Superman where you go and go to Dinosaur Island, Eric. Dinosaur that starts, Island. That starts next week. Dinosaur Island. I, I guess 
No, I haven't either. I guess those are the only uh, books I'd show. I, I keep going back on her. The, the arc she's talking about, she doesn't think it's over. Doesn't it go to number 11? And I, I just think it's going to continue on and on. Still digging on Titans, but I'm mostly dropped my bat books at this point. Maybe I'll put back up after the Monster Men. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Franny is a Superman lady. I've gotten and the idea of that. See. Yes, I, I can see that. Uh, I like Batman. I love. It's just this Monster Man is a bunch of nonsense. And now she has questions for Reggie and Chris. Good luck with that. That I'll answer. Right. How about a Crisis on Infinite Earths cosmic treadmill segment? Well, cool. you know, I really like the Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'll talk to Chris about that. Thanks for the suggestion. That's what he would say, right? Was Reggie just here? How did he yeah. come back? What are you talking about, Eric? Oh, Reggie's bang, still here. Good. Bang, zoom. Uh, I'm, I'm crazy whack funky. Is that what he says? How about a cosmic treadmill on pre-crisis and post-crisis first appearances of Jason Todd? That's a really good suggestion. I'll talk to Chris about that. Thank you. Bang zoom. Bang, Bang zoom to the moon, Alice. What do you guys do for work? You know, when you're not reviewing comics. Now, this is still for Reggie and Chris, right? Yeah. That's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> I am a very secretive man. In fact, my name may or may not even be Reggie. It's true. And may or may I, not. I haven't actually been answering for Chris. Chris is like, Chris for that would be like, no comment. There you go. All right. That was Chris. Bang, zoom. Okay, that's all I got this week. Guys, thanks for keeping it weird. That is all funny. right. Thank, Thank you, Freddie. Yeah, keep calling, uh, keep writing in for questions for Reggie. I, I, I wish Reggie and Chris would have been more forthcoming with you, but that's that's how they are. Yeah, that's how they they always uh, will give you a shady answer like that. They never <laughs> want to commit. Isn't that right, Reggie? I don't want to comment because next thing I know, I'll be mad on the subway at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very nice of you, Reggie, to keep you yourself from getting mad. Yeah, one time I got so mad at you, Jim, that I was going to kill you, and I was on the subway. Oh, really, Reggie? This is not something that we should really talk about to everybody listening to the podcast. You're doing it again, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God, Reggie. Just settle down, Reggie. You guys Take need a to deep breath. Back off, all right? You guys need to be separated right now. I really like Blondie, and if you don't like it, Tide as High is a shitty song. I don't know, Reggie. That, you know, sometimes songs that are popular are popular for a reason. It's because people like them. Don't hate just because people like them. Fuck you. Hey Jim, practice what's preached. Uh, what's that? No, no. I that's I'm just talking to Reggie. I'm trying to calm Reggie down here. He's and really you can't tell, but he's furious right now. He he's a very <laughs> calm fella. Uh, next thing I'm trying to think of some other things that Reggie Reggie would just be like, uh, 1985 is a great year for rap. Okay, Reggie, thank you. That's great. Did he say 88? Was it 85? I, I can't. I think remember. it was 87. Mm, that was my year I graduated. Mm, I'm an old man. Next email is not for Reggie. It's Christian. And Christian says, Christian. Dear Jim Werner and America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. So I was listening to the Just for the Hell of It serial episode. And let me tell you, Jim, you are full of nonsense. That's <laughs> what I was telling you, Eric. People are turning on me. Before, oh, I was so lighthearted when we first uh, put that uh, that serial podcast out. We oh, yeah. all had a lot of chuckles about it. Good times. Now people, people are going back to listen to it because I put it back in the feed, and now people are attacking me like I'm a monster. Apparently the times have changed since yeah, then. Yeah, they have. 
How do you not like Frosted Flakes? I know. They're, They're terrible. Delicious. They have a weird taste to me. You got a weird, weird taste in your mouth. Well, yeah, a lot of times I do. Not <laughs> Frosted Flakes. They are more than good. They're great. It's right. fucking asshole. I hate that fucking Tony the Tiger. You even said the guy's a bully. He is a bit of a bully. He is. He only likes the popular kids. He never. He, he may help somebody who's just about. It's almost like, uh, what is that movie? She's just about good. What's that one? <laughs> she's the one. <laughs> that movie, she's the one. You have the girl, and she's got glasses on, so you know she's ugly, Eric. But yeah. yet, yet you see she's hot. These are the people that Tony the Tiger goes after. He's like a, he's like a PR guy who's going to get the next big thing. So he goes to the kid on the bench, but this kid is the best baseball player anyway. He just hasn't gotten a chance. There he goes. Tony takes a couple swings. He, he takes his jacket up. off. He's got giant fucking arms. Fuck yeah. It's fucking Jose Canseco standing <laughs> in the Mark over McGuire. there. He goes and get him. They're like, hey, what's your name? Oh, you, me? I'm, yeah, Mark McGuire. I'm just, Mike Schmidt? Yeah. Oh, I think you'll be okay. Little Mikey Come on. Schmidt's up You're here. You're okay. great. They're great already. They're just there to bully the guy. You don't ever see him go over and help the kid in the wheelchair. Where is the help for the kid in the wheelchair? They like Frosted Flakes, too. It's too busy at the McDonald's too. commercial. That's true. They're off with the, the one Asian, and they're, they're all eating McDonald's <laughs> and saying they're loving it. Dancing with, dancing with Mac. Uh, also, what are these rules of cereal eating? You didn't hear oh, on the podcast? Well, he's saying, what's up with him? I have a lot of rules. I'm sorry. I, that's he's a me, complicated fella. It's me opening Loves up cereal. To you. I told Eric when I got this email, I tried to explain it to you, and I said, listen, it's like the the uh, Vietnamese have 17 words for rain. I have a lot of rules because at one point that was my only thing I ate. I ate it three times a day at least. Very important to him. And so I, it became very important. I was very particular. It was his only it. friend. It was. And I, just think of that. Your only friend, you, you eat it constantly all day. Only I had a friend like be, that once. Yeah. Only rule should be grab a bowl, pour cereal in the bowl, pour milk, eat and enjoy. I, I'm almost <laughs> to the point where I'm going to punch this screen. That's not it's all so it angry. is. It's like saying, the, oh, I, I really like, uh, you know, steak. Oh, what do you do? You just put it on the grill and then eat it. No, people cook it different ways. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. That's Jim funny. just happens to be a lunatic. Jim doesn't like tea. Never really said that, Eric. Never said you said I didn't that. like it. No, I didn't say I didn't like you it. You said it I to said, me many times. I said you got to be a man and drink coffee. <laughs> Frosted Flakes. And I'm just saying, you've told cakes. me many times personally that you don't like tea as all. Well, I told you when I was growing up, I did. my mom forced a lot of tea on me, and it was one of those. That and Salisbury Steaks. And I steaks. hate her. That and Salisbury Steaks, and I do. I fucking hate her with a passion. So anything that she taught me, like compassion for my fellow man, I have Play ditched completely. Who needs that? Anyway, I do appreciate the hard work you guys have been doing. Finally caught back up with everything after vacation. Nice. <laughs> Rockefeller over here. Also <laughs> glad that Dancing Mike is back. He knows how to make some intro tunes. Hope oh, you yeah. are no longer sick, Jim. No, I'm just angry now, Christian. <laughs> Furious. Uh, sincerely, Christian. Now I gotta go check my blood pressure, Christian. Yeah. Now Anything I gotta go about eat a bowl dad? of cereal with my fucking eight rules. Fucking make sure the fucking lights are turned off six times, clap three times, and then pull <laughs> my fuck, tug my ear. <laughs> Christian wrote in again, Eric, and he said, oh. I don't know who to get a hold of, but you need to get Mumbo Jimbo and Max San Sanctimonious Griffith, a section of the podcast just by themselves. 
I know Max isn't a fan, but he has some great insights and would go great with Mumbo Jimbo's insight in the future. I I didn't almost have a Mumbo Jimbo. Mumbo Jimbo almost called me this week. That's right. And I forgot what Mumbo Jimbo was going to call me about, so I didn't get a hold of him. (laughs) So Mumbo Jimbo did not show up that night. I know what it was. I do know what it was, but I'll wait. Mumbo Jimbo might appear next week to give a little uh, knowledge drop on Justice League. What's going on in the future? Yep, in the future. I love Mumbo Jimbo. I mean, I guess, what about Max Sanctimonious Griffith? You were not a big fan of him. No. No, I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. He was yelling at me. I got scared. That's You're in big trouble, though. Oh, God. Reggie's back. Reggie's back. I I mean, I guess maybe one of you guys could also be there. Maybe Eric. Maybe Eric could be there. Maybe it'd be me. I don't know. As he just sits there terrified of burn victims. Trust me, this gold Oscar and Pulitzer winning segment right there. What do you think of that? You get the Max Antonius Griffith, who just yells and screams, and the laid-back fucking Mumbo Jimbo, Jimbo, who may or may not be partaking in some ganja, Eric. Do do I just sit back there as they talk about these things, and I say, fuck burn victims. Yeah, you just yell that. And then Mumbo (laughs) Jimbo has a a weird premonition that you, in fact, will become one within six months. Oh, man, don't say shit like that. Don't put your fucking hoodoo on me. I had a recurring dream about that, that and Dr. Faint. You don't have no moss growing on you, Eric. Shut your mouth. Next thing I know, you're skipping. Do the math. <laughs> I that blue beetle buck. Oh my. Uh, the next one's Carl. 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 Thanks, Carl Preston. says, "Give me a comic that you'd highly recommend for the rebirth." And this is what he has. He's currently reading Green Arrow, Batman. All-Star Batman, Suicide Squad, Titans. This week, I'm also adding Batman Beyond. I'm looking to add at least one more DC title to my reading list per week. That list doesn't include all of my Image Comics or After Aftershock Comics lists. So if I go full that, he actually could add two bi-monthlies or four monthlies. But I'll just say we'll just add one. Of that list, I would say... Detective, well, he's already got Batman and All-Star Batman. I'm saying, Detective you, Comics I, is solid. I, I would say Superman or Wonder Woman, or both. Yeah, I would probably say Superman. Wonder Woman's all, that's pretty good. And you know what? I'd almost go with Teen Titans. You could throw, well, he does Suicide Squad. I'm trying to think what he might like. I don't know. I might even throw in a, a, a new Superman. It all depends. I don't know. He has Titans. There's a lot of books. But if I was going to say, I'd go Superman. Superman, and Wonder Woman, the actual Superman book. Those are both and good picks. Get both, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Eric. That's Carl. Just wants to know what. Thank you, Carl. Buy. But yeah, if you're gonna grab one book, I would grab one of those two. The next one, uh, next mail is Mark. He's gonna talk a little Batman Beyond. Eric, What's up, Mark? Welcome Batman back. Beyond. He says, "Sup, Jim and Eric. It finally happened. Batman Beyond Rebirth number one came out, and I'm so happy it didn't suck." I even like this issue, which is not something I've said very often in the past year or so about an issue of Batman Beyond. I love that they use the original origin story for Terry and show some of it, which is kind of funny since the first two episodes of Batman Beyond are titled Batman Beyond Rebirth Part 1 and 2. Yeah. Love the normal cover. This is definitely a biased opinion, but it's my favorite cover of any of the Rebirth issues. On the flip side, I find I must respectfully disagree with Reggie regarding the variant cover. Oh, that variant cover was terrible. 
Don't say that, Eric. Oh, God, I hated that thing. <laughs> I didn't like it either. I absolutely hate it. It reminds me of old Skechers shoe ads I used to see in the late 90s, early 2000s. In comic books. Stupid red, show, red shoe foot covering things. Perhaps. It's just me, but the redesign of the Beyond suit seems to be filled with strange design choices. He's going to tell you this. Number one, changing the eye color of the suit from the classic white to red. Not really a big deal, just a strange choice. I think it's cool in the dark. Yeah, I think it's cool. I like it. The redesign of the utility belt. You, you Do you like the new utility belt, Aaron? Honestly, I didn't happen to notice the utility Neither belt. Neither did I. That's why I asked you. I wondered if you did. Seems like it has less pouches than before and more red besides the buckle, which has always been red. Once again, strange choice, but not a really big deal. I, I, I like, in my mind, there was never really any pouches, like little capsules on the side yeah. that, you know, I never yeah. really thought of as pouches. Pouches. Now, yeah. for the one I have a problem with, the redesign of the feet. I will. I'm going to say a, right now. He's a foot guy, is he? I'm going to say right now that the book is good, and you can tell, because Mark is trying desperately <laughs> to find something to at least nitpick because of how much he hated the the DCYOU and the New 52 one, that he doesn't want to just full, he doesn't want to give his heart to this book yet. Eyes, so belt, shoes. Yes. He says it looks terrible. Initially, I thought it was just something for the variant covers, since after opening the title page, they are not there. They do, however, show up in the three pages colored by Tony Avina, so I don't know what to believe. Seriously, the belt and I redesign are there throughout the whole issue, but the shoe one isn't. Seriously, I can't express enough how much I do not like those shoes. <laughs> they remind me of the iron and hover boots in Ocarina of Time. And that it looks like it is put on over the boots you normally wear. Except I like the iron and hover boots and hate these. You like those, Eric? I do. You and your ocarina time. Side note, I seem to complain about the colors red and white a lot when I'm talking about Batman Beyond. Racist. Now, for my small, non-suit redesign-related nitpicks, Terry says that Matt has been staying with Max while he was gone. I know this is rebirth and all, but last I checked, he had been staying with Nora Boxer. That's what I was saying. I look her name up, and Max was in a coma. My real problem with this is, it isn't even that fact that they changed it. It is that it, it wasn't Max in the first place. Nora was a pointless character. Yes, they used Max to show Brother Eye's conversion process. And yes, Definitely having wise. it be a known beyond character was intended to make the loss feel as if it should have weight. But all it did was waste a character. I know it's rebirth, but I refuse to give Jurgens a pass when it comes to keeping track of his own continuity. I give him a pass. I, I really do. Uh, just the fact that Neo Gotham seems like it's everything's uh, a go. Oh, yeah. It shows you that they can they work fast. Six months, everything's happen. fucking back to normal. I just think it's like, let's get everything nice. I don't want riots. I don't want fucking medicine shit. Kind of bothered me that Terry gets wrecked at the end of the issue, but by the <laughs> venomed up Joker's guy. But it was a complete blindside, not Tim. So I find myself not as upset. Me either. It's almost exactly what you say. Let's not make this a thing, though, again. This issue makes me optimistic, but we have been down this road before. Issue 11 of the last round was pretty good and got me super pumped, but that's the thing. That was issue 11. I know. What was it? We ended with 16? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and optimistic that things... And still, you had 10 before that that you hated. It, it's yeah. not like you just now have a rebirth that's good. Yeah. Uh, he says that things were turning around, but then the rest of the run happened. Have a great week, guys. Stay classy. I, he definitely is a spurned lover. And sure is. He, do he doesn't want to give up his heart again. I would say you could kind of start giving your heart. Open yourself back up, I baby. do think that Dan Jurgens in that one issue shows me 
that it was more of the story that he was trying to tell and whether or not that was actually his idea, his story. He didn't write, you know, he got given that book and then Future's End led it into Tim and all. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. wasn't exactly if he had his druthers. I'm sure he wasn't just sitting there like, boy, I'd like to make a Batman Beyond with uh, with Tim Drake. Uh, as honestly, lead. it might be because I think he was, I, I can't say this for fact, but I think he was one of the writers on Future's yeah, End. he wasn't all of, you know what I'm saying? It's that right. whole, that, that could have been a, his whole idea, though. There was a though. ton of writers, but still, it, it seems like right now he's doing good. This is the best issue of Batman Beyond he's written. Well, all he's had to do is tell what we already knew in Batman Beyond because we liked that. Yeah, that's all he ever had to do. So he's yeah. doing it now. So hopefully it'll go on. But that is the end of that mail section. And we're going to go right. on with some books, including Batman Beyond, Eric. Boosh. Each time we have a quarrel. It almost breaks my heart Cause I'm so afraid That we will have to part Each night I ask the stars above Why must I be a teenager in love? One day I feel so happy It's one of those dances where I just hold up my index figure and wag it back and forth. <laughs> It's Teenager in Love. That sure is. That's the theme of this book. Uh, we are talking about what? Titans number three, written by Dan Abner, with art by Brett Booth, Norm Ratmond, Andrew Dollhouse, and Carlos M. Manguel. Titans, this issue, continues to explore the greater mystery that the Rebirth special offered us, just very, very slowly. Very After finding, slowly. After finding out that Garth survived at the end of the last issue, the fight with Abracadabra is put on hold when the villain just leaves with his doppelgangers so that he could strategize about what to do next, while the rest of our heroes sit at a diner and talk. After Wally decides that he needs to talk to Linda Park again, things come to a head in a cliffhanger when Cadaver shows back up to kidnap Wally's lady love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does tie in a lot to the Rebirth. Yeah. Not a it's lot biggest, happens, though. I'm saying, though, it's the biggest book that ties in the Rebirth right now, in my mind, but very, very slowly. Yeah, and is it something like they're tying into something that isn't going to be revealed for so long? And that's why, because, boy, not a lot happens. I, I messaged you that's the thing. while we were I, doing I like this. Book, I, li- I like this issue enough. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. That's where if there was a lot of like real out of the top nonsense or whatever, I might give this a fuck you five. Right. But what we get, I do like. And what we do get is a lot of interaction between the characters. And I do like it. It's just it's not going anywhere. It just kind of is just treading water. I mean, things do happen. Like you said, Linda Park gets kidnapped at the end, and Wally has this whole the, – the running thread through all this is almost Wally wondering if, if people would have been better off if he just didn't come back. Yeah, if he would have stayed in the Speed now. Force. Yeah, and he's come back and everything. And, and you do learn that it, Abracadabra tells him he's the one who put him in the Speed Force. It made him forget shit, and he lost a lot of his power because he used it up. Uh, yeah, the, I the, don't... the shock wave of putting Wally in there also made him disappear as well. Yeah, and, you know, and it was and a big really, fucking yeah, yeah. And he really, he says like I have hardly any power left compared to what I had. But because of us not knowing exactly what happened, this is again we're starting to get near the section of like I want to know the rules. Like sure. I want to know what happened. If you're going to tell me this, I don't know that it really sinks in. 
as much as it should. It didn't have the impact that it had. When Abracadabra well, it, tells him this, it wasn't like I was like, holy shit, I got to tell somebody. And I'm like, okay, I, it's I, been working it, to this. When I read it originally, like when he said it in the last issue, I'm like, you're lying. That's, it couldn't I'm have telling been you, you, that's even part of it because it's Abracadabra. But even that, and he even like. It was like a Darth Vader moment. No, Luke, yeah. I am your father. No, that's no. impossible. And it really, be, even like, it starts, Garth uh, is not dead, but he doesn't look as obliterated as he did the last issue even. No, and, no, he's I, okay. He'll walk it off. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I like the I like them standing up for each other. I like that you get a uh, they tell you basically, but you get Abracadabra's origin story, which is right in line with what it is. He came yeah. from the future. He wanted to be. He just wants to be famous. He, yeah. he wants to be and, and the Flash famous. wants to shut him down every yeah. time. Yeah, every time the Flash wants to shut him down, but he just wants to make a big spectacle and, and be you know this world renowned superstar. And if he can't uh, do it by shocking the world with his magic, he'll do it by killing the Flash. Yeah, he's going to kill the Flash. And in this, you do get ramifications after Abracadabra does leave, and and a pretty cool exit. Uh, You know, it's a it's a pretty big ass exit when he's just you know everybody. Oh, you will be back, and until then, in case you were wondering, remember the name Cadabra. Yeah, it's just Cadabra showing up in big lights then behind him as he disappears. I even like it after he disappears; it's still there, and it's, it's pretty cool. But there, there. The ramifications of this fight and almost like a cool down of like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? Even a, I think it was Garth is in the back. He's like, is it Tuesday? He doesn't <laughs> even know what day it is. Cause yeah, they've been knocked silly from Cadabra and the doppelgangers. doppelgangers. But this is where you're going to get this, this uh, fallout where the big one at first is to me was. Donna Troy going to Roy and saying, listen, because when he was got, you know, he had the hey, last you said some things before. Yeah. Uh... And he said that he loved her. He said yeah. that he loved Donna Troy. And you know, he does. Oh, yeah. You know, he does. Who would? He had the last of submission on him. Yeah, it was Come the last. And he's kind of playing it off like that. It's really funny because she's like, it, it is a, a good scene. And this is the thing we said about Dan Abnett earlier, where Trevor was talking about. Dan Abnett is a very solid writer. But he never really wows me. This yeah. is what you usually get. You usually get an issue where it's real solid. I really do like this interaction between Donna Troy and, and Roy, though, because they're talking. She's like, you got to tell me what's going on. You know what? And even before that, it's funny because the, the Titans are there and the, the press comes up and Roy's like all for it. Like, hey, oh, yeah. yeah, we're the gotta Titans. We're back. Yeah, we're back to save, you know, kick ass and save everybody. And, and Donna grabs them and's like, you know. What are you doing, Doofus? Yeah, what the hell are you doing? And you know what? If we better talk. You said some things. Like you said, you <laughs> we said got some, some things, things to talk about. And uh, you said you love me. What do you mean by that? And he's like so over the top. Uh, oh, you, you know, know. I'm, a, I'm a liar. I lie a lot. Yeah, you know. And he's, yeah, he says, I, I'm a liar. I lie a lot. Uh you know, that's just me. I'm Mr. fucking joke. I'm Mr. Like unreliable. I, I love you like a buddy. Yeah, and then he says, like, a buddy, and she's like, good. And then he's like, see, I'm a great liar, and he looks all upset. <laughs> and then you but... know he's crying underneath those giant yeah, the, the funny thing that I thought at that, Donna does not look upset walking away. She's, no. like, good, but I like that interaction. It's like that playful it's, interaction. It's good but interaction, it's... but it actually brings up a question I have, because after Wally was touched by everybody and they seem to remember things, Yeah. They like Arsenal and Donna Troy. They had a relationship, so it's yeah. like, okay, did that not like that still happened? But do they not remember? I it? actually think that it's kind of 
if they do and don't like they, yeah. they have i think that's where you get this like they know they have feelings for each other and i do think that donna does have feelings for roy as well we we know they had a relationship uh but when she walks away she doesn't seem and it, it's an art thing i think but you know she doesn't seem that upset that he no, says I, you know we're buddies. i don't see her crying like i mentioned roy is behind those big glasses yeah no roy's crying but then you, you know go to then you go to pretty they much to cry, me baby. The biggest call out from the Titans Hunt series. Oh, that's the thing. You say that, I say, hey guys, remember these people are still around. I'm, I'm just like, poor good Nark and fucking Hawk and Dub. Yeah, yeah, Nark is out there hunting. But yeah, you get Mal and Bumblebee, and yep. uh, they're in their house. She's had her baby already. They're taking care of them, and they do mention like because Mal it was a huge part of the Titans Hunt. Yeah, and. He you was know, one of the original Teen Titans of yeah, this universe. And he even says here, it's like, I can barely remember being a Teen Titan. And you know what? It's something that you don't want to be. It, you know, it's not all yeah. it's cracked up to be. And I really Shit like, goes bad. I really like Bumblebee's answer. Cause I, uh, what is Bumblebee's actual name? I always forget her name. I don't remember either yeah, I anymore forget. now. I've uh, been Bumblebee, calling her Bumblebee for so yeah, long. That's crazy. Bum, uh, Bumblebee's answer I love. And she's like, at least you had the opportunity to decide that from experience about not yeah. wanting to be a Teen Titan or whatever. And that's where Mal gives her the card, the meta solutions. And I don't know about you. I kept hearing that fucking guy. Don't go to recall, buddy. I told you they mess with <laughs> your mind. I it's like, what is going on with this meta solutions? Is this recall? Because, yeah, all I can think of is that construction work. I told you not to go to recall. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, know, you. You know this meta solutions is not up it's, to freaking, you no, know, it can't it, be a good thing. No, there's got to be shit going on there. Though, Mal her should name be. Is, uh, her name's Karen. Okay, Karen. Uh, Mal, yeah. Mal is, this guy wins a lot of Grammys, and he has a huge fan in Nightwing. Uh, but, yeah, he should have a lot of money. Like, this meta solution should be something that he looked into you know what i mean he should yeah. have the resources to look into it i don't think he did i think they're up to no good he found a card and especially a though store. remember though when the the guys again i'm talking titans hunt it's been a while but when those guys came to talk to bumblebee then when they came to talk to karen about mal when mal was Diablo? taken yeah like they were like any organization like this they should be well aware that it, it's up to no good like yeah. they've seen this recently, where Don't people out came in. As a yeah, remember when uh, when he came and he's you. like, "Yeah, your husband. Where's your husband, by the way?" And he was up to no good. He was trying to kill them all. Yeah. Uh, but then and then for go, some reason, you know, Karen had her goddamn powers manifest, yeah, she got her powers, and they yeah. they talk about it here, but we don't have any real answers to why she mm-hmm. has powers or why they came out at that point. No, but again, I think the big part of that is, like you said, you you want to remember that they're in the series. Remind everybody, and these also, people are still around. Also, the whole thing, like, if they do get involved, uh, Karen Bumblebee is the one who's going to be the, the pushing towards it because Mal seems to be very content. Mal's going to be the stay-at-home daddy? Yeah, just have his stay I I think he'll be involved as well, but they're pushing it so that you know that he's the reluctant uh, hero here. I got but, a little yeah. post-pattern depression going on, so I got to go superhero yeah. so I don't yep. kill our kid. Yeah, really. So then they go, and there's everybody hanging out at the diner. Uh, it was weird because I didn't realize that was kind of a salad bar. 
that Garth was going at. I thought he was actually working like the front uh, fucking podium this is thing. His day job. Yeah, yeah, I really did. I thought he was seating people. And Sorry, he'd be Mr. Cafe. He'd be one of those. Turn into my uniform. Yeah, he'd be one of those snooty guys too that you have to slip him a couple bucks to be involved. And uh, they're all eating and they're talking about things, and it leads to uh, apparently it's fine at the Keystone Diner to sit around in costumes. That's right. They, the Keystone Diner. Eric. There's a Keystone Diner near us here. I'm gonna go little, into a costume and go people. up there. You're just gonna show up in costume. It's for old people that way uh yeah and that the, the, the titans are talking but then they go you see abracadabra and he has these doppelgangers i don't i i wish they would have explained them a little more as well but right. they're just there and they he are says, complete hey, constructs of yeah, the teen titans as yeah. cadabra remembers them being i just i wish that they would have spelled out a little more with these constructs and how you know what was because he's saying he doesn't even like what is his power level at because he says it's pretty much you know decimated because of what happened yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool what he's doing i mean these are constructs that just fought the titans and beat yeah, their ass these are living things at this yeah, point that's <laughs> what i'm saying and to the point where he's talking to them and says okay what'd you learn and they say what they learn and it all leads into that wally's the linchpin wally yeah. is the the love that wally has for his team for Linda Park and also them for him, it that is what is getting everything going. And the big thing is that that's what's fucked up this future that he knows should happen. Linda and Wally, and we know this. We've already an, seen another this thing before. that the scene also does is because he has created these doppelgangers as a way to see how well the Titans are from like their younger selves, so yeah. they can judge themselves kind of and tell Abra yeah. about it. And, you know, this younger Wally West doppelganger, he says, like, you know, there's something different about yeah, this Yeah, there's Wally. something different about him. He is, and, he yeah. is tapped deeper into the speed He's force than anybody else. Yeah. He is super charged. Like, they, That's kind they of even, interesting. And the thing is, they show that a little later as well. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, at, and then the big, the big, you know, spectacle is that Kadabra's nose was broken, though I don't see it, Eric. No, you know, I don't see all. blood anymore uh, anywhere, but he does bleed on the watch. It's very. And they're it's just the dangling watchman. that watchman shit right out there for it's any the fan watchman. boys and girls, you and know. You have that. You're like, that look, blood. look, rebirth stuff. That's right what here. I'm saying. Check it's it like, out, everybody. Hey, if you haven't realized up until now that we're forcing this rebirth stuff in, <laughs> it's here. Because then he even says, "Oh," and he's like, "Oh, my great 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 grandfather's watched it." You know, if that's something, another call out that I don't know. To me, it was just to remind you that he's from the the distant future. Yeah. And uh, but then he says, like, somebody, you know, is fucking around with things and it might even be him. And, and he you says know, him. And I got to imagine that from whatever future that, you know, Abra comes from, there is record of things happening with the Watchmen. Yeah. You would and think he that, knows what, that this time him is, is short. Doc, you would think it's Dr. Manhattan. It may yes. not be, but that's what it's pointing at. It's pointing and I'm saying, Dr. and he realizes that time is short. And if he wants to kill the Flash, he's better got to get it on the Not fast. even just, yeah, kill the Flash. So he, he just wants to be infamous, Eric. Infamous. Uh, infamous. Uh, but yeah, he just has to hurry up because whatever happened, happened at a certain time after Linda and him got together. Everything's shoved in and different and muddled askew, he says. And yeah, he's got to work his plan. He really, I like that this ends up being abracadabra, very selfish. Yeah. He does not want to change the future. He doesn't want to, he doesn't, he says he doesn't want to go back to that future, but he wants to make himself famous here and now 
And that's what he really has cared about. He doesn't care about fucking, if it is Dr. Manhattan, he really doesn't care about Dr. Manhattan per well, se. He, if he comes from the future, things eventually work themselves out, I guess. Well, here, you know? he says though, he's like, I don't want to go back to that clockwork future that, you know, it seems like it's like a 1984 future that happens. Yeah. And that would make sense. The future that they're saying and what they took away, the love and the joy or whatever. He doesn't really want that either. No. But he wants to be famous. So he wants to go and in do that. Infamous. Uh, but in the meantime, he is trying to figure out, like, what's going on? How can I stop this? And it is to fuck with Flash through his friends and his supposed love, Linda. And Linda is there. You see Linda walking through town. And Wally goes up and has one of the most awkward conversations. Oh, my God. He's got me. his foot in his mouth the entire oh time. Oh, my goodness. And he's terrible. Like, this is a woman that you loved for years, Wally. You should be able to talk yeah. to her a little bit it better really than came, fucking... It came about to me almost like that hokey thing with time travel that you're going to go do something and it has to be exactly the way you wanted it to be or was supposed to be because he does he does trip up like he, he wants to say like – we're, we were always supposed to be together. No, no, Wally, we, we don't know each other here. Oh, we gotta, it's you know, like try me asking for a this. date when I was a freshman. Yeah, yeah. It's like me anytime. And yeah. uh, it's also just he doesn't want – you know, he can't tell her too much, too little. She's acts a little strange at times. Uh, but, yeah, she wants to do a story on him. And that's like how the, weird that's, was that paddle, though, where she put like pokes him in the poking chest? Poking him? I'm looking at like, it right now. She's doing this whole thing. Like she looks like the devil. Her. She looks really mean, and Wally's like, mm, mm. he like, wants to get the, the speed, fuck out. Look at the speed lines there. They're like, it seems like there's this whole thing. Almost like uh, Team Rocket doing the theatrics yeah. of this whole yeah, thing. Really. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, and and at one point Wally's like, listen, you want me to leave? I'll just leave. Uh, you know, yeah. this isn't working out. And I've she's got like, wait a minute, stop. Can, I, can you give me an exclusive? I really need a story right now. Oh, and they this. start to come together with this like hey you know and even that when she's like are you the flash um a flash and she goes well then i know we didn't ever date because i have higher standards than a flash and, and we really got to get wally a name because you know he's I a know. flash we, yeah. he needs to be something i know and uh it's even funny at points where cadabra's talking he knew wally as kid flash and mentions him as kid flash he's like yeah i was here in flash and kid flash and even then i it's not that i get confused but i thought then like yeah, we got to do something about this. He's got to do something. Uh, and Hot Pursuit, Eric. How about that? No, that no was Hot Pursuit. Taken, right? Hot Pursuit? Nobody ever had that name. Honestly, we really haven't had Impulse yet, so I, I would think maybe yeah, go with Impulse. Maybe. Um, but yeah. Or just Speed Force. Bam! For Speed. That <laughs> Flash. They, uh, they're talking, and they start to hit it off a little, and that's when Cadaver comes in. He zoinks! He, he grabs yeah, him out. Yep, now you see it, now out, you don't. Poof. And then Wally goes nuts, Linda. And I said earlier when he said, uh, when his doppelganger said, like, I don't know what's going on. He's different. He's, like, really tapping into the – it's almost like the dark net. It's the dark speed force. It's when he runs up to to uh, Linda and almost falls. And he's like, I don't know what's going on. I keep doing that because he's faster than he remembers and yeah. he can't really do it. I do like that. I like the idea that he's, like, the supercharged Flash. Supercharged. And it's, and it, it's crazy when like he yells Linda and all the lightning oh, is yeah, just shooting out of him. Nuts. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, he, he actually looks a lot like Zoom there yeah. when Zoom would go nuts. But yeah, I, I, I did I did like this issue. I okay, said not you're not getting like, a lot, but when, I like the when, interactions. When we get the Abra parts, he's just sitting around and talking to his teen titans, and when yeah. we get the Titans, they're just sitting around talking about Abra. A lot of you sitting know, around talking. 
But you do learn some big things. You have Mal and Karen, Bumblebee, they're yeah. in there. You get more of a, a connection to the Watchmen stuff and Rebirth, and I don't mind that. Uh, no, but you, you in the end, want that especially yeah, in this book. In the end, in the end, this whole thing of we're gonna get Wally that that we we knew this would have. You know what I mean? That is nothing surprising or new. Uh, the big thing coming out of this, I think you're right, is that he has tapped into more of the speed force. He's yeah. gone to a deeper speed force, whatever that means. Uh, but yeah, he's a little more powerful. This and issue, I'm though, sure it seems like been getting a lot of hate from people because it's like, oh, I like the book enough, but the art reminds me I was going to say, I was actually going to start out with that, that people don't like the art. I like the art. I love the art in this book. And people are like, yeah. what's, I'm like, what's wrong with the 90s? I'm like, it gave us a lot of cool stuff, and this is way more colorful and cleaner yeah, than that ever say, was. It's like uh, very kinetic and, and colorful, and I like I it. I love I, the art in this book. Yeah, people seem to really not like it. What's we saw the before, 90s? Brett Booth would get a lot of, like, Hate that I thought was undeserved. Oh, the before, flag! And I got think on the this flash. is even it was better. Crazy. But yeah, uh, what did you give it? Eight out of ten. I'd probably give it a seven five. Right. Only right because now of it's a solid issue for me. I think I've given every issue so far an eight. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I told you I like it. It's just I wish more was happening. Yeah, but it it's is just weird it because is the it is one a monthly book. issue. I think we've I, been spoiled by the freaking bi-weeklies, and this yeah, is just like true. an odd man out where yeah, you kind of expect a lot from it, but since it's a monthly, you're not going to get it. Yeah, by this point, we would have had four or five issues, and, you know, maybe five or six issues, and we have three, so we would have yeah. been well on our way, but uh, we're going to move on to another book with Flash now. Flash number seven, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Carmine D. Giandomonico, Ivan oh, yeah. Placencia and Steve Wands. The Godspeed story continues, and while I was hoping that finding out the identity of the villain would make this issue more exciting, it ended up being a downer for me. The August-Barry interactions just felt odd, and Barry comes off as a bit of a sad sack, but having Wally and the Flash finally together almost made up for it. I really want to like this Flash, but right now I'm just lukewarm in general. I just The, the Flash, is even when we're getting towards this, tonight now to talk about it yeah. I just don't feel like talking about it it just it doesn't do anything for me anymore and it's sad because it's one of my favorite characters i know and it's I, just kind of we happening we were talking about it earlier this week like i even said it's like i want to love the flash and i hate the fact that I'm, i can't yeah it's just there's nothing even when the issue is like you like this one a little more than me it's true it's I, still I learned not, this issue like expecting to hate it, and I didn't mind it by the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. It's very forced to me and really doesn't even make sense at points. Not even just makes sense um, because of something that's said or something they do, but just in general, the whole tone of it just doesn't make sense to me. And also the whole fact that it ends up that the Flash can take the speed force from these uh, other speedsters because they want to. Yeah, that kills me right there. You just gotta believe in it. It just, it just is nonsense because I'm telling you, when Godspeed August is in the middle of ripping Speed Force out of somebody in Blackgate, I think at the at some point they were like, Jesus Christ, I wish this would just leave. Like, what is the magic they, formula? They didn't, they didn't know they had to believe in the fact that they yeah, wanted to get away. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I think that I would have believed that I wish oh, I didn't God, have it please, at that point. I wish point. I didn't have it no you more. You would think, yeah, I think that would happen. Like, oh my God, why did I ever have this? Why can't I just get rid of it? And then all of a sudden you're done, you're okay? Very hokey to me. But, but I yeah. don't know. When those people are dying from it, maybe they don't know what the Godspeed was doing to them. So they I know, couldn't but even, even think about... so, I think that would be like, holy shit, 
If I didn't have the speed force, I would have never run into this problem. To me, that's almost as much as just saying like, hey, take it. It's like, it just seems to be a pronunciation of just, hey, have it, Flash. Oh, thank yeah. you. Now you won't die. All right, now you gave consent. Like, it's what all is good. The, is this the speed force can can tell their true intent? Uh, it just it's very ridiculous, and it only is set it, up. It's it's very. You have to get these other speed force people off the table. You're yeah. either going to have them all killed, or they have to give it because. And really, if they're all killed. That's because Godspeed is getting stronger. You don't want yeah. that. You need Wally to get stronger. You need them and, to be on even playing fields. Yeah, they need that. So the the heat and really, if you want to talk about what this is very similar to me, if Flash in this issue, Barry Allen said, you know what, the girls are Oskataga's wardens because he comes <laughs> up with it just the same. It is so oh, yeah. out of nowhere. Like oh yeah, said, out of nowhere. You know what? I them get other people, it. yeah. Yeah, it just it just didn't make sense. But even at the beginning, <laughs> I do like the beginning where August is talking. It's the it's you know the role reversal of the like I'm Barry Allen. Yeah. I did this. I'm the fastest man alive. And it ends up being that it's like, hey, I'm Godspeed. I'm right now. I'm beating up my best friend. But trust me when I say it's for his own good. Number one, it's not. And number two, I just don't like him calling him a best friend anymore. We, yeah. we saw last issue, it, at one point it ended with him saying that Barry was a piece of shit, and that his first, you want to hear what I was going to call myself? The all-new, all-special Flash, because you can't do your job, you piece of shit. I was going to well, do he, what you couldn't he still do. Likes, he still likes Barry, he just I didn't is waiting for him did. to come around to his way of thinking. I didn't think that last issue he did. He blamed everything about his brother on Barry. That kind of gets dialed back here a little bit as well, because he basically is like, you didn't have time for me. You were supposed to be my, like, it was like, he was like, you are a piece of shit, Barry, who never helped me. Fuck you. Now all of a sudden he, he seems okay, and Barry really doesn't. He's remembering the do, good times. Barry doesn't want to do anything bad to him either. It's yeah. like Barry does, but Barry's girlfriend was killed, and he was very angry about that. He and just barely random men- kids. Barely mentions and kids though. This is what I'm talking about. Godspeed has killed children, and he, Barry's just kind of like, okay, I know his whole thing is like everybody gets their day in court. But he just seems to be reluctant for – he still wants to convince August to not be bad. Yeah. Like if if August right here and now – August, this don't book, throw away everything we've ever had together it, by doing yeah, this. In two pages in, uh, August says, you know what? People do need justice. You're right, Barry. And Barry's like, you know what, August? You killed children and my girlfriend and a, a guy who you don't even know. But hey – all is fair. It's all wiped clean. This is like accepting Jesus in your heart on your deathbed, Eric. You, you know, you're you're, wedging, you're hedging your bets. You're a guy who's an atheist your whole goddamn life, and then the minute you're about to die, you, you I'm not taking you know, any chances, believing. Jim. I'm on my deathbed. That, I'm that's what I'm saying. Like he, what is he trying to convince August to not do or do? Because he's already done it. He is a murderer. He should be in jail. He should be the one. He should kill himself. He's the biggest murderer in Central City. Well, he's trying. To, I'm telling you, August is trying to justify it to himself. Where you have to break some eggs to make a goddamn. No, omelet. I know, but and you do get the idea that we will find out very soon that Barry Parks was nowhere near Billy guilty. Parks. Yeah, Barry, was it Billy, Barry? What? Billy, Billy Parks? Billy. Billy Parks is definitely innocent. 
Yeah, he and has that, to be at this point. That's going to be the August turning went point. A little over the top. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the turning point where he thinks he's doing the right thing, and then finds out that Billy Parks was innocent. And so you mean I killed all he, those children to get speed yeah, to kill that, Billy Parks, and he wasn't yep, even uh, it guilty? It has to be. But even then, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I got my speed force to take care of things and all that." And I was thinking, like, really, his only thing he really was concerned about was killing Billy Parks. Yeah, he could have done that while he was a detective. He, yeah, he but didn't after that, the speed he, has, force. he got, has to have the speed force to make sure that the city is safe. <laughs> yeah, now, no, but that's what I'm saying. Now it's leading to that. Before well, that wasn't power it. Now. Before it wasn't it, though. Before he had power, he wanted to find his brother's killer and take care of him. That was all he cared about. Now it's like switched to, but now I want to do this because I want to make sure it's safe. And again, now you're going back to the first issue or the rebirth where August was shown to be this over-the-top guy who yeah, does things bad. We haven't gotten that in, in issue after issue until last issue. And, well, that rebirth issue we didn't even know about freaking August Hart. Yeah, uh, but then once remember that when we first saw him, when they were going and they got those two uh, guys who were arrested and put in blackhead, who ended up dying anyway. Yeah, um, he was over the top with them, and that's where Barry's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, dial it back, my man." You know, you're and he's like, "Let's go, I'm doing things skulls, my way." Barry. The other thing that in this. He's talking to Barry and all this, but when he says, like, hey, I was trained by the Flash. And I, when? Where are you now? Because yeah, I remember when? that one day where you didn't want to do anything. No, he didn't want to do anything because it seems like he already knew that and didn't want to give up the, you know. The ghost, he did, yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to fucking, the jig is up there. He didn't Thank want God. that. He didn't want that. Where did he learn all this stuff? Because he learned and is better than Barry at this point. He didn't learn. It's now, just... Everything's Another thing we have here is that uh, it, besides the fact that it's going to be Billy Parks, who's innocent, it's going to be the yeah. turning point. The fact that we find out that he cannot stay separated in the two forms for long yeah. because it yeah, starts that to hurt was, him. And again, that was very over the top. And that's when yeah. Barry was like – Barry does sucker punch him then because, yeah, they're talking. I would he's, too. He's telling Barry all this stuff about you know how he became that and how you know I want to stop people if I was around when your mom would – you know. Well, it all becomes, in my mind, it's a lot like when Jason Todd first returned. He's like, why didn't you kill the Joker when I died? I got to go and kill him now because this is what needs to be done. Yeah, but it's weird because this is not – it's not August's thing. He's talking now about killing all of Barry's villains. That's not anything to do with him. So the whole – The better than the Flash. But Jason showed up and he had a legitimate thing. Listen, I was killed and you let these people and he had a personal thing. If August kills the killers, then nobody's going to be killed anymore. Yeah, but it's just – he's but he's already killed kids. Yeah. This is well, where he's also just, justifying it to himself where he had these know, kids but had he, to I, die but in that's order for the, me that's to make the everyone thing in safe. This. The thing in this, though, <laughs> he never really justifies it. He never really spells it out like, yeah, I know these people died, but I had to do it. And it just comes off weird to yeah. me that he's talking to Barry. And all Barry has to say this whole time is, you're, you're insane. You killed kids. Here's these kids. Show pictures. I think he would break down and go, I didn't mean it. He doesn't it. have pockets. But then he goes and he says, hey. Yeah, Barry runs off. He runs off to be by himself. Oh, he was just he wants hurt to be alone. Fierce. And uh, that's where August is like, well, you do that because I got some villains to take care of. And he goes and Black Hole at that point is uh, in a uh, court, the courthouse. And oh, how weird was it in the beginning when August is talking about who he is and shows a little flashback to when Billy Parks shot his brother? And we have to have that swirl right there to make, yeah. to make you know that there's a connection. Yeah, like, the we're still hole. doing Black Hole stuff? I'm Get out of here. You, this is all forced. Uh, would they go to this this uh, courthouse and black hole have people uh, 
kidnapped or, or captive. And held hostage. We held hostage. We're going to start killing people if you don't let out Dr. Carver. Uh, even, even the part where they coma. say, even at that one point, he's like, you, you have him in prison, but he was just taking back what was his. No, no, he wasn't. Speed Force was not he his. He was trying to steal the Speed Force. But, you know, that's what they think. And that's where August Tell comes in. Man. And you, you finally, at this point, now realize just how awful a person oh my God. he is. This is a brutal-ass fucking yeah, scene in the he, courthouse. He gets two guys and fuses them into the wall. Oh, my God. And then completely just takes a guy's head off. He Blows his head up with a yeah, punch. He just punches his head the fuck off. And... uh it's it's a horror show. They say it later because he goes out then and he's like, all yours, gentlemen. Don't worry about reading them their rights. And the thing that's weird about is he is a like he became a detective because his brother's murder. And he's like really just thrown all of this away. And I know, but he, he's power hungry. Well, now he's above but the it's law weird. in his mind. But it's really weird. He is because a god. You only got that one little bit that showed this. We don't know who August is. If August no, not was at all. a character that we knew all this time, and like, boy, like if it was Bullock, and all of a sudden Bullock went over the edge and became, you know, he was taking dirty. He was a dirty cop. Well, it's like Commander like, okay. Sting out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, but even so, like Bullock, you can be like, okay, you know, he always was a little. He was dirty. kind of dirty, he was doing yeah. This or like, you know, this is like so out of nowhere. But then he's really going to show to be you. A super villain. He needs to run his what ass around the block a few yeah, times. What he does to these guys in this courtroom is pretty much he went out and kicked a fucking baby and shot a, a puppy you know he is so over the top that you're like whoa 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 flash better stop him because he's bad yeah. uh in the meantime then that's where you get flash and wally and that is something i've been waiting for for a long long time wally finds flash uh flash is still he, he got fucked up he's healing and uh Wally's like, you know, you should be out there. He's like, hey, I got to heal. But then that's where Wally kind of tells him all about the Speed Force. And it does make sense in this that he did have Speed Force powers before. Then the lightning hit him. He got supercharged. That's where he must have gotten that fucking the, the Emperor lightning, the lightning move, yeah. that, that I don't know we're going to see much of. Uh, he even hints a little about, you know what? I wanted to be like you, but I didn't want to be the Flash. I didn't. I didn't care about power, or whatever. But now that I know it's not your decision, I want to do this. I just don't want Iris to find out. But it does lead into Teen Titans to me that yeah. he's talking about a greater purpose and things like that. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, that's where uh, Barry finds out or figures out that the Speed Force can be taken, and I without killing somebody because yeah. we get a. Because that was the problem. Last issue, they even had the speedsters come to him and say, please take our speed force. We don't yeah. want to be targets. Godspeed's targeting speedsters. We want out. And now he, you have to figure out a way for these people to live. And it, it's hokey. It really should, is. There should be some kind of machine where they could run off the speed force and it gets contained or something like that. But that would be good. We, we, have, to, we have this idea where if we have multiple speed, speedsters like we had with Dr. Carver, we could take it without hurting somebody. And plus – if they want to give it up, they won't be affected at all because Dr. Carver's still in a coma because of that. Yeah, he's in a coma because he didn't want to give it up. The guys in uh, Iron Heights, they were and dead because they also, didn't want to give it up. Also, with the shit that Dr. Carver and Black Hole did, it fractured the speed force. And that's why like, uh, you could feel the speed force when it's around, you're around other people because it's fractured and it wants to be whole again. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I know you said, but that doesn't even explain like the power of the speed force. It's just that it's fra we we've had that. Mina described that twice to us already, 
and I never liked it before. That's yeah. why she explained when it's they're like running the Highland, together. It's like the Immortals and Highlander with the quick, like they yeah, can feel even it. Yeah, like, when they run together, it sucks the speed force, and whoever's the fastest wins. And you know, was that that was hokey yeah. then? It's just as hokey now. And then you add in the if you want to give up the speed force, then you can do it and live. Um, the thing that's funny to me is then they're like, let's run. It's like let's strut. And they go and they are getting the speed force from them. But then afterwards, they're like, I don't know. Something feels incomplete. It doesn't feel right. Avery didn't give up her speed force powers. She didn't want to give them up at that point. But then she's like, you know what? I guess I should. You know, you gave me the powers. I could still be a superhero without the powers. I believe in you. But when did she give the speed force she powers? She did to not. Her? No, she never did. She still has them. She should, right? Before, because before she could. Godspeed God showed up and backhanded her. I have a feeling that they're not going to have her have powers. You think I really so? do. I really do. It's weird because she even says at that point, like, I believe in you, uh, Flash. Go kick Godspeed's ass. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, did, you never gave them up. Is this now become that you just say, yep, they're gone, and they're gone? Because she does say for him to go. And then that's when uh, like, Godspeed shows it? up, and he says, if you're willing to give up the powers, you don't deserve them. Does, is he taking them? It's it's just weird. I it's don't weird, know. too, because like when, when Avery's holding the Flash's hands, like, I believe in you, go kick Godspeed. Like, yeah. There's this essence coming There's off the weird, Flash. Yes, like, it's almost like it's coming. It? I don't know. Yeah. I really and but really, honestly, I think with Harper Rowe being gone now, where nobody's ever talking about her at all, we have this girl with that like fucked up hair. Yeah, she's gonna be our replacement. She's gonna be a speedster that nobody's gonna I think about. Her. I wanted her to stay. Yeah, and, me too. And you know why I wanted her to stay? Because Wally's leaving. He's yeah. going to Teen Titans. I want her to be there with Flash. I want her to be like a new kid Flash for him. And this would lead when when August eventually gets put in Iron Heights. Uh, I wanted this to be like, hey, I always wanted to have a partner. I thought I had somebody, but he wasn't good. But now here's Avery. I really hope that still can be. I just don't know it. It's weird because it does seem like they want to say that her powers are gone now. I don't know. But we know. never see it. No. I have my notes. And like, like we always talk Avery about, you don't see should a be death, That person is alive. Yeah, and she she didn't give up her powers, and they don't really spell it out that they have, but we'll see. Uh, or this is just a setup so that Godspeed can kill her eventually. Uh, but yeah, I hope that she goes on. But that's where Godspeed, Godspeed's like, hey, let's go. Let's go for a run, buddy. And they go, and he's explaining to Barry again, like, listen, uh, I'm going to do what you should have done. I'm going to bring justice. And that's and we've gotten this the whole series where yeah. Barry keeps saying to him, that's not there justice. Are rules. There's rules. These people need her day in court. This is, not I, this is where I, I sent you the message. It's like he's talking about these people in Iron Heights. Right. There is Zoom. They're showing Zoom. He is in a, a thing that's dampening his powers. He's he Full better straight be, mode. He better be guilty at this point. Because if he's not, and if they have not declared him guilty, I don't know that you're allowed to do what they're doing to these people. Well, I don't know. Plus, I think I said, they might have rewrote some shit for metahumans. Because I'm just saying to you, though, that he's Barry is saying to August, like, I know what you're going to say, but it, Barry's like, listen, these people deserve their time in court. These people are all pieces of shit and are all guilty. That does not give Godspeed the right to kill yes. them. But it's a gray area to, because 
Barry can't say that these people need their time in court. Most of them should have had this by now to be actually. I think he's just in. talking about people in general. He's yeah, going around he not, killing. Folks. At this point, he's saying like, "I'm going to kill Zoom. I'm going to kill this." And he's like, "No, no, no. I'm Those kill people. Carter? Yeah, because he said, him. "You let Zoom live. You know, I wouldn't even be able to do that. I'm going to go and kill him." And that's where Barry's like, "Revenge is not all justice. You can't just kill people because you think they committed a crime." No, he's putting no, out specific these, things. These people here. did kill, uh, yeah. commit crimes. They're yeah. This is why I'm like, I don't think August is probably like, you stupid idiot. You know, I'm not talking that. And also, like we were discussing, like, did they ever say that Vaughn was flat out guilty? And I think, yes, they have to. Yeah, because when they let Henry out, you told me. Yeah, you can't let the dad out unless somebody else is declared guilty. And so, yeah, he's guilty. And and really, if he doesn't die, but we're going to get the idea now that you're going to have a book where Flash is going to have to save fucking Zoom. He's going to end up saving his worst enemy who killed his mom and because cool that's that. what's right to him. Oh, yeah. I like that part of this is it. The, this is the hero's code. It'd be yeah, so crazy just, if Batman I, broke into Arkham. This, right, I'm gonna I kill hate you this whole now. Godspeed thing now because everything about Godspeed now is so forced. It's, just, it's a bit wishy-washy, too. And it is. And also, everything that's going on with this discussion, that's not justice. That's revenge. We've had it every single issue. Now, it, yeah. it disappeared for a couple issues, actually, because that's when you wanted to put the ruse that it wasn't August. You well, couldn't August keep this like up. August seems like he's going and doing stuff yeah, by the, the book. They, and, you they know, made it, all of a sudden you thought right. that he learned his lesson Yeah. because they didn't want to tip the cap. Uh, Williamson didn't want to let us know, oh, my God, this guy's – because when we saw he was a piece of shit, right away we're like, boy, he's it. He's Godspeed. But then he, they didn't – it's not like he didn't – he didn't stop being a piece of shit. We were just not showing it then. It was that other part of him. But yeah, he says, you know what? I'm going to go through Iron Heights. I'm going to do you a favor. You're my buddy. I'm going to go through Iron Heights, and I'm going to kill every motherfucker that you ever put in there that was a piece of crap and did something wrong because I don't want them to do shit wrong anymore. And this is like the Jason Todd thing, like you said. It's just odd to me. It's It's not personal enough. For Godspeed you, for me. You know what I'm really happy about, though, when I was reading this issue? It's like, What's thank God that Captain Cold and the Rogues hightailed yeah. it out of Central City. Yeah, they City. got up, and it was a good thing, and that and now that even seems even forced. <laughs> but yeah, there, anybody in oh, there... Shit ton uh, of speedsters? All right, guys, we're out. Come on. Yeah, and, and it's, it's one of those that I wish that Godspeed would have been more... I, I wish that he would have been more hateful to Barry. Like, at this point, he's so disgusted that Barry doesn't kill Thawne. Like, you piece of crap. You can't even kill... It's almost like the end of Weird Science. You sit there with your mom's killer there, and you can't even take your clothes off in the <laughs> shower. <laughs> you know, like, shit like that. I really would have wanted Godspeed to, like, really lay it on Barry. Like, you let... Fierce. Your dad was in jail for all that time. He, This guy killed Being your mom. Being you, you couldn't even take it, you know... Go with your goddamn code one second and do this. And then Barry eventually breaking down like, I wanted to. I almost did. But you can't. In the end of the day, I want to be a hero. You know, that sort of thing. He just, everything is just too, like you said, wishy-washy. Everything is too vanilla and yeah. too almost too nice. Like they don't want to get too dark because Even most of the rebirth isn't dark. Yeah, it's very fucked up, but it's like almost like you can't get that dark with your actual heroes, with like Barry and all of this. Barry still, he, I don't care what, what Godspeed said and what August said, 
he at this moment his love of his life was killed he and thinks it was the love we, of his we life we talk about this august even says he killed her but why do we just have a costume left yeah and that's the other thing too is that i would think that barry would be looking into that a little more like without like what do you mean you killed her uh, he like just everybody that else line was just fried go. looking and like there's no body i'm like what is going yeah. on with her and why barry, is there no, like, barry assumes talk? it's the same thing as uh infinite crisis uh, it was Infinite Crisis, right? When yeah, he died but that he way. shouldn't even no. know about that. I know, but he said. That was the hokey thing then when he's like, I don't know. It seems like something that happened to me a long time ago. I don't know why I think that. But when when uh, up, August man. says, like, I killed her, I did, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you sure you, you killed her? Did you strip her and then throw yeah. the fucking thing there? What happened? <laughs> but, yeah. Throw the body in the river? Yeah. And it, even to the point where, I don't know, if August knew that she just disappeared, he still seems kind of friendly. He's he's a crazy friendly to the, to Barry, but he still seems to like him. Yeah. And it just it comes off weird to me. It really does come off weird overall. I like but, that kind of feel, though, the friendly villain. like you Yeah, know, but it's first, not that sort of friendly. I, I know. I, I'm just looking at the one scene here where you can kind of see August smiling through the Godspeed mask. That's what I'm saying. Last issue, I like the he look pretty much said he was a piece of shit, and the reason why he never found his brother's killer is because Barry was too busy to fucking help. And I'm just like, dude, he was in a coma. Leave him alone. I know. I know. But, yeah, well, I, I did not enjoy it. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I do like the art. But I love the art, actually. Most of the story surprised. to me was very forced. I do like that Wally is finally getting involved, but I think that's just an exit for him, and I do hope Avery does have powers. I think that would be very interesting for her to be like a protege, even though they have to decide what age she is. At yeah. points, she looked 14, then she looks 22. Look, uh, nine, I, I, I don't, don't even, even know. know. Yeah, really. At first, she seemed just like a real little kid, uh, but yeah. I'm not enjoying the series as much as I wish I was. It's very, uh, very meh. Uh, I really don't care when the the book comes up to review anymore. I kind of just sigh. And this was a book that I used to look forward to. Oh, yeah. To uh, be one of those, like we say, we like to end the night of reviews when we're actually doing our written reviews with something we know we like. They got a high note. I don't do this anymore. As that, it's usually one of my first ones of the of this particular week. Actually, this week I don't even really have one except usually Detective. But now we have the Monster Man. Uh, what would you give? I'm telling you, this is a book. Whenever we'd have to talk about it on the podcast, I would not look forward to reading it. And by the end of this issue, though, I'm, I didn't mind. I'm like, all right, I, I kind of got into it a little bit. I love the art. It is a little bit hokey about the things that you know you have to believe that you have to want to give it away. For yeah, anywhere. but doesn't make but overall, sense. I gave it a seven out of ten. I don't mind it. I yeah. actually look forward to seeing this Blackgate like you know spree that Godspeed's going to do in the next issue. But yeah, I'm really actually I was thinking now, and I know they even throw in. It's not even just they do the. Oh, I said Blackgate uh, Iron yeah they do the um you have to want to give it up and they have to st- distribute it between the two speedsters uh, it's yeah. even hokey but the reason why i think they have to put that is because really they don't have to take the speed force anymore if you have it and then godspeed shows up and he's about to take it you could kind of just then give it up then you know what I mean? They, they Some of these speedsters could have just went through their whole life as speedsters. And we talked about it, though, but Flash did need this power to kind of get on the yeah, Godspeed level. Yeah, he does say – he says that, too. He wants to turn the tables and get things back to, you know, whatever. But it's just ridiculous. And I like that the uh, they wanted to give it up before, and then the solicit says, yeah. he's going to have to get it, but the, they, they're not going to want to give it up. No, up no, they wanted to give it up. I think they would have paid him to take <laughs> that goddamn speed force. They just wanted out. 
But I don't look forward to Flash anymore. It's yeah. a shame because I really want to yeah, like the Flash. I don't either. And again, what's weird is it is it worse to have a book that's just so god awful horrible, like a Justice League, right. where then you can think, okay, they're gonna have to do something eventually to change this, or have a book that's pretty much down the middle of the road that doesn't offend anybody that much, and it's just gonna end up being like this this whole time. It's, well, that was I the do. last series of Batman Beyond for me. Like, it, yeah. it's not terrible, but it's not great, and I just kind of it kind of meanders there and doesn't do anything good. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully it it changes somehow. Hopefully, the next book is one that we were excited about. Batman Beyond Rebirth, number one, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Ryan Sook, Jeremy Lawson, Tony Avina, and Travis Lanham. Mm-hmm. The hell was that? That was my coffee. Oh I went to God. drink and it was one of those that has that crazy, you know, I have that top lid yeah. that has like the little hole. For some reason I must not I must not have sealed it completely off when I was drinking. It Jesus. made almost like a I don't know, it was like screaming for fucking I you help. You already or something. got bored of me talking, you started making mouth noises. No, that was my coffee. The free coffee today. It's national yeah. coffee day today. I went to get another one and freaking eight hundred people. There was a guy in front of me, nine coffees. You, does, did he pull the move? No. He oh. didn't do the move of no get up there with nine coffees, and they go, oh, those are free. Free? I can't believe it. <laughs> a free coffee? On oh, the my of all goodness. Days, when I go to get nine coffees, goodness I, me. Usually, my nine coffees cost me almost $18, but boy, <laughs> I'm so lucky today fucking guy was getting in everybody's goddamn way too and got done like five of the coffees and then they ran out of fucking regular coffee because of him he's angry at this guy go on eric with this rebirth issue we see terry mcginnis back in the batman beyond suit and thinking about all the things that led him to this point oh except tim drake of course while terry reflects on his life the jokers are making their coup to take over the city and for some reason the first bit of business is kidnapping Terry's old girlfriend, Dana Tan, and as odd as it seems, the order was made by the original Joker, who the gang is trying to resurrect. Yeah. Looking at him, though, I have to go back to the old adage, sometimes, dead is better. I know, he's pretty buff. He is buff you know, as hell. I'm he, just looking at him with the freaking autopsy That's no Steven and- Seagal hard to kill, Eric. No, no he's not. coming too. He does not have to push himself around with a broom handle. He's going to come more, to... Maybe a more, uh... A, um... A better version of that would be Kill Bill. People might know that one better than Hard yeah. to Kill at this point. No, Hard to Kill, Eric. He had no, that I long beard. What you're talking about. I love he had, in Hard to Kill, he had that beard like Tom, uh, uh, Tom Hanks had when he was running around in Forrest Gump. Yeah. When he's doing all the running. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Hard Killer to Brock's kill. in that film. Hard to Kill. Well, well, you mentioned a little in your intro there. Now, number one, this is a very good setup issue for me. Um, for this anybody, is a good really. Issue for anyone, yeah. To learn. How, where it's getting, like we always say the tone well, okay i get it the tone is we're going to mix in a lot of the bet we're going to get an origin story that is the origin story of batman beyond that most people know and meld it into this new neo gotham this new world order if you will the after one thing the brother that, i incursion after the brother i incursion now the, the thing that is odd it is very Domination. odd because everybody has to have gone into this wanting to at least have them say, boy, you know what, since Tim to you do not get a mention. The, Tim, yeah. the, the name Tim is not in this book at, at all. all. And I said to you, I thought this was going to happen. When he disappeared, I said to you, I do not only not only think, and I said it on the podcast, I don't just think that he won't be 
coming back at any point, which he may eventually. But, it, it, you know, when Rebirth starts, it's not going to be that. But I told you, I bet you they will not even mention him. And now that they don't, I think it's silly. It seemed very silly, and uh, now that I see it, it never right, the, right. But, well, it's not even just. It just seems odd. It seems like it is such a whitewashing of a whole series. If I, I was not invested in the Batman Beyond DCYOU series. You read and reviewed it. I talked with you about it on well, I read the all podcast. All the features then that really was yes. the prologue to the Batman Beyond yes. series of the DCYOU. And then really, you say the prologue because. At one point when you finally, the curtain started lifting near the end of that, and you said, what the fuck, all this is is a setup for Batman Beyond for Tim Drake to be Batman Beyond. And it really pissed you off. It pissed off a lot, it pissed off a lot of people. In fact, I believe that that would be when we, if you would go back, I don't know if that's what you said, but at one point when I said, like, hey, what happened if this is all set up for uh, this book? I think that's when you were like, listen. (laughs) <laughs> I've read comics for fa- that. I think that was that whole rant of yours that was at the beginning of the podcast when we first started the podcast. That if if this is all set up, I'm gonna call bullshit. I think that's what it was, and I no don't know way if the time that's all set. This is. Yeah, and and really it was. So then you get Tim as Batman Beyond, and initially, I was kind of like, okay, I don't really, I do not have a horse in this race. Right. So having Tim Drake as Batman Beyond to me, it's something new. It's something kind of cool. Now again, it went in the same point of the time where Superman lost his powers, didn't have his identity. Batman was uh, the robot Gordon. Like everything was hitting. That book was on the side a bit, but it's still to me it was kind of exciting. But people were pissed off right away. We, well, they didn't want Tim. Came about that goddamn series. Yeah, and they didn't want Tim. They also didn't care about Future's End. But when it first started, I remember Dan Jurgens. I remember telling you this as well. This is a lot of callbacks before we even start about this issue because I remember telling you, you you said right away, this is bullshit. I don't want Tim. You know, I don't really. It wasn't like you you had to have Terry, but it just seemed like you were like you were fooled because of. The future's end, and now you get this whole I, I series that you went. I was more just concerned about how things worked with the timeline yeah. that we were dealing well, with. Well, remember, though, what I'm getting at then. Tim went, Tim went back to the – this was the Tim that was five years from now, went back to the present day, and it was somehow sent 35 years in the future by Brother Eye, who, who shouldn't have time all of a sudden had time-traveling powers, which we, we never saw. Um, but when this came out, people were like, oh, my God, what's going on, Tim? And, oh, where's Terry? And Dan Jurgens came right out and said, listen – there's some time travel wonky things going on behind the scenes, and I don't know, Terry, you might still see a different Terry. And I remember telling you that, and you getting so angry, like bullshit. You know, now you're going to throw this, and you were all upset because it wasn't it, just that. He also was talking about the commandy stuff. Yeah, it was the commandy. Yeah, adding that, and you were getting so mad because. Did not make any sense but I at think all. that this was the problem. What I'm saying is that the DCYOU, I think that was the problem with that whole series. Uh, there was other problems, like it, it started off slow as hell, but yeah. it also, it never seemed like anybody was comfortable with that book. Like even Dan Jurgens saying that people wanted Terry, he kind of started hinting that this might be something you might see and whatever. And we do, I do think that this was at a point when this came out, DCYU, of course, when that started, there was no plans for rebirth at that time. And I, if anybody says it, they're lying. And so as the thing went by and, and it got in and you know that if you're going to have a rebirth, once they decided, listen, we're going to have a rebirth, I would say that we're at like issue nine of Batman Beyond. 
And the problem is, is if you're going to have a rebirth, you're going to want Terry as Batman Beyond. So that that series that you read and reviewed kind of got in a stalling pattern. They, they yeah. couldn't have Terry come right back. Now, we did eventually see him. He wasn't Batman Beyond. You know, people can go read it. I'm not going to go full he into it. He was Rewire. He was Rewire. But <laughs> – you know what I mean? Then you had that, and that was drawn out so long. Like we, at you, one point, we're like, Jesus we Christ, Rewire, come on. I told you. Oh, that's Terry McGinnis yeah, right we, there. Yeah, you said it right away. And then we did see it. I mean, they pretty much showed us, and then it was still another four or five issues before anything happened because they had to wait for this rebirth. Well, it's here now, and I like it. I like this I'm book. I'm telling you, talking about this rebirth issue and how we always talk about the uh, tone. The tone, I believe yeah. the tone here is back to basics. Yeah, it is, and I like that. And I... I watched as a Batman Beyond person. I read the Batman Beyond 2.0 digital only, uh, or digital first, and I watched the first episode of Batman Beyond. I, right. I'm not a huge Batman Beyond fan, so going into this, I'm kind of a you know I'm not exact. I know what Batman Beyond is, and I also read with you that old series, so I do know some things. I'm glad that they gave this issue because it it, it made me. I know what's going on now. I know exactly what they're going to go with. They have Terry. Okay. And them not mentioning Tim in the end, it's fine because now I don't have to worry about Tim. I realize, you know what? If they do anything with him, it'll be, but I don't think they will. Well, if so, anything, hey, the, he's gone. The most, and, we, the most we deal with going into this one, it's six months after the, our last yeah. issue of the last Batman Beyond series. And Terry tells us that he was under Spellbinder's control yeah, during that time. We get that. We, and we that's learned all that. we need to know. And then they throw some other things in. They do tell – they have Matt's in here. His brother Matt's in here. He was being taken care of by Max. Which he which, wasn't. Which he wasn't, but we'll go with that, okay? And uh, I think that that's uh, Terry trying to convince us that he – you know that Max was being taken care of and not walking around the wasteland heading to Metropolis to find the Justice League. <laughs> but even that, we're not going to get into that nonsense just yet. This is going to be straight up. Well, it, it's weird, too, because we have this where, you know, we get that little bit of knowledge from the previous series where, you know, he was under Spellbinder's control. Yep. But besides that, there's nothing because even this new Batman Beyond world that Brother High had yeah, completely taken over except for Neo Gotham – the world seems to be okay. It I know we're fine. only in Neo Gotham, but yeah. last time we saw the city, we were dealing with people like rioting. Oh, yeah, in the there was rioting. There was and uh, like medicine and Things food riots. Completely yeah. back to normal. And, now. and even then, it's almost like it's not even like they said, "Woo!" In six months, we really kicked ass. It's just basically this is Neo Gotham. It resembles the one that you you know from the t the cartoon. Yes. Just go with it. And they go. And the biggest mystery then in this, to me, going out of this is not like, oh, why didn't they mention Tim? It's spelled out like what happened to Bruce. Exactly. That, well, that I was seems, saying that the entire yeah. time of the last series because during Future's End, Bruce had this grand idea uh, during the Brother Eye invasion that he was going to go back in time and make sure that this shit never yeah, happened. Yeah, but he, he was, was hurt go beforehand and Terry had to go in his place mm -hmm. and ended up dying. Yeah. But – um. But that timeline never existed for that series that we had because Tim went back and himself and erased that and got I know. like get, thrown it, into it the hurts future. Hurts so I know. Just trying to think though, where, what happened to Bruce? Because we saw from the last series that Terry never went back in time like we originally thought he did. He was just under Spellbinder's control. Yeah, it was under so Spellbinder's what control. What the hell happened to Bruce is our biggest and mystery that is the going big, forward. And of course, there is the 
mystery at the end, the the cliffhanger, like you said. Then uh, it is Joker. They're bringing the Jokers are bringing Joker back to life. I don't know what's involved with that or whatever, but that seems to be something that you would think that that would lead to Bruce coming back as well. Um, but yeah, it starts off. The, it, it's almost the, like a new, it's almost like a newfangled like uh, the Return of Joker from the animated series because yeah, this is yeah. not that timeline. So yep. this is kind of a reboot birth of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, I'm telling you, I like the idea of this that it is kind of a little bit of a skewed version of what we're already or what most people are used to because it is fitting into this whole story and a little bit of what we had before. But yeah, when it starts off, it's Neo Gotham. We're used to this. Sure and is. To me, one of the big things, if you're going to do a rebirth, all these rebirth issues, one of the big things is to grab a villain and things like that that are classic. You know, you had Aquaman, you're going to have Black Man. Here, they go with the Jokers. And it's a big thing. They even The Jokers say, are, like, you know, he has his regular, like, his big villains, but yes. as far as, you know, iconic kind of things... The Jokers are the Terry Jokers McGinnis' are right. like biggest thing. Yes. So, That's something he takes care of all the time. Yeah, and in the meantime, it even ties into his origin, where he's, you know, the whole thing with the Jokers going yeah, the Jokers to Bruce, chasing him down, and also him Bruce thinking Wayne. that the Jokers killed his dad, his parents, and all that stuff. It, it all leads from that, so it's really good. And you see then that the Jokers have taken over part of Neo Gotham, you know, Joker Town. Uh, that they're Joker's saying town. Joker's town. The yeah. only line, and I do, I like the dialogue in this. I like the art a lot. I, I really like this issue. Uh, the one thing that I don't like is when they first see the Jokers, when you see them on the uh, the tram or whatever it would be, I guess. Uh, it's like the school bus type, right. uh, flying school bus. And the one's like, Joker's moving up. And I was like, I, I didn't like that line. I don't Come know on, why. Man, the Joker's moving all. I, well, that's what I started singing to myself, the fucking yeah. Jefferson theme, and I just think that Joker's taken over. But I do like it. I I do like all of the things, and it makes sense to me. They they're obsessed with the Joker, but in this point, even Terry says it's odd because they're usually just into chaos. See, that's a weird the, thing, too. You could say it's a different thing, but like thinking about the animated series, the Jokers were always trying to steal credits from people. Yeah, so yeah. It kind of doesn't ring true I think completely. That maybe, I understand what they're going with because the Joker was all about chaos. Yeah, I think that maybe it's kind of trying to like get this new style and that it's like we're starting pretty fresh again. So yeah. him saying that kind of did seem like this is at the point where the Jokers would have started. You know, because like you said, the animated series, if you want to think of it as anything, it's in an alternate timeline. Or whatever yeah, you can it do, it is its own timeline. Yeah, and so uh, multiverse. You know, so universe. this, I think, it's like if they, if he had it, like man, those jokers always trying to get money. It leads to you saying, like, wait a second, six months ago, Neil Gotham was a fucking wasteland. What did they care about money? To me, this is like shit starting. And yeah, you have like the background, whatever. But this is like the jokers just kind of stepping up their game like he says jokers moving up and, and it's I, weird too I like though that. because they are all about the money but they they're like we're gonna take these kids and turn them into money i'm like okay i guess we're ransoming kids off but yeah, yeah. what does money mean to a world that's completely destroyed i know but that's where we're saying even like you said when you see it it does not look that destroyed anymore no not at all uh this even is when almost, tim drake was leaving the last issue of the last yeah, series this is no this is really like you really don't need to 
read anything from that last series because Neo Gotham itself isn't even close to being like it was. No. And I like it because you even mentioned, you said, oh, the last time we saw Neo Gotham in that other series, you had a lot of food rights. You had the medicine things. You had all these people outside the city, and that was Barbara Gordon trying to do the right thing and all this stuff. It was not interesting. That was horrible. When they got rid of that and finally got, you know, Terry as rewire, you started working. You know that, what? That you thing. say that, though. At least that was doing something. The rest was just kind of twiddling our yeah, thumbs. Yeah, just saying. To get to every, the end. Even that, though, never really was going places. Remember when, even in then, I know we're talking a lot about a series and saying not to pay attention to it, but at one point, Matt goes and travels to Metropolis. And even then, it was like, okay, here we go. And it just, everything led to something that wasn't that exciting. Right. I like this issue has the cliffhanger of the Joker being alive, then bringing him back right there is the most exciting thing I've seen in the Batman Beyond series that, that oh, we've had since. So I really like it. And I, I hope that most people who were big Batman Beyond fans that either bailed from that last series or like uh, Mark, he went through the whole thing. I don't know what he thinks yet. I didn't. He didn't email us I, yet. I'm sure he will. And I hope, yes. And I hope that he, and I'm sure he would have already by now. I'll have to switch it into the regular podcast then. But, uh, I like. I think that he'd be like, okay, I like this as a start. Let's go. And that's you have to remember too. This is where I said a lot of these rebirth issues coming later. You kind of forget that they are a rebirth issue. That this is just to set the tone and start it out. Because even so, I think this is a really good issue. But yeah, you have a big thing. He's fighting the Jokers, and this just leads to him remembering how he became Batman Beyond. And, and one thing, one thing though, I will say about this whole flashback in his mind, I did find a problem with it. What was it? When we see him go down into the back, yeah, cave, when he, he went realizes the back that cave. Bruce Wayne is Batman, we see all the suits lined up in their glass yeah, cases. Yeah, you do. Yep. And that Robin suit does not make sense because yeah. none of the Robins in this continuity ever wore that Robin yeah, suit. Yeah, that's true. I again, I think that this is one of those where that's just to be, you know. Flashy oh, I know. It's and... it is a classic Rob Dick Grayson Robin yeah. costume, but it does not make sense for where we're at. Well, you and your nitpicking, but yeah, you see that at that point, and it's the whole story. He fought, he he was getting chased by the Jokers. They were kind of going. Uh, Bruce and him beat them up, but Bruce was hurt, so they went back to the mansion. He, he didn't want pills. them. To, what's that? Yeah, he, he needed his pills. pills, and he didn't want them. Yeah, hey, don't call the police, whatever. And then the, or the ambulance. And then in the meantime, when Bruce had fallen asleep like an old man, it's yeah. like he's taking a big fat guy nap. Uh, Terry was going and sees a bat in the. The clock finds the entrance to the Batcave, goes down, realizes, oh, my God, Bruce Wayne is, is Batman. Bruce comes down all pissed off. But then when Terry goes, he finds out that his family is pretty much – it's just – it's his dad, right? Yeah. His dad has been murdered, and he it, – it points to the Joker, even says, like, it turned out to be a ruse, but I wanted yeah, to find the real killer. It's they don't mention Blight at all in this. Yeah, it's funny that they say – I think that that's because they don't want to spell it out yet. Right. And, yeah, he says, it was a ruse, it was not the Jokers, but it pointed to the Jokers. He went back to Bruce, hey, buddy, you better be Batman and figure out what's happening. Bruce doesn't want to do it, he's done, I'm too old, I'm done, and that's where Terry, and it's very quick. Yeah. And I like that, and you get the whole deal, but Terry becomes Batman, Batman Beyond, with the Bruce in his ear telling him what to do. And you go from that into... uh Terry then going and talking to Barbara about the Jokers and Joker Town, and this is in the present day. And it's weird because, again, this is where you would think they'd be like, woo, with Tim. Uh, because he, they even start talking about stuff that has happened before and, you know, about Dana, Max, and all this stuff. And Dana, a big character 
for Terry. She does oh, yeah. not know. We find out she doesn't know that he's alive because he, that's when he's like, you know what? For that time, I didn't know what was going on. I was rewired. I didn't and now know. Now that he's back, how is he going to just go up to her? Hey, I'm alive, baby. Yeah, he hasn't gone because it is a kind of a weird thing. This happens a lot. Uh, didn't this happen with Tim at some point? Oh, no. Actually, it happened to Dick Grayson a- after Grayson and all that. And when he was Grayson, it is weird where you oh, it have. It happened in Future Zen as well with Madison Payne when that's she became Firestorm. Uh, yes. Tim thought she was dead. That's where I thought when Tim had done it as well. But this does happen a lot in comics where, I mean, where else do you have. A situation where somebody thinks you're dead for a year. So it, it is in comics or TV or whatever, but when they, you've been hiding out, it happened in the Deadpool movie even. You know, he's changed. Oh, yeah. you, you, you have been out of the game for six months where somebody thinks that you're dead. You don't want to, it's hard to just go up to him and go, Hey, baby, I, I'm not dead. You know, and so I like that. And I like the whole thing and it does spell out the, you know, I was, they thought I was dead for all this time. Then in the meantime, while this is happening, the Jokers are laughing it up and you get the idea, you get the thing there where they have my favorite thing ever, where these Jokers are being arrested for the, uh, Now, do you ter- think it is a false tooth? It has to be. I'm saying they don't show you how it happens. You just know that the Jokers dose themselves with Joker toxin. They they have their hands behind their back. But, yeah, the guys who are trying to kidnap these kids, all of a sudden they have Joker toxin that kills them. The Jokers don't like to be taken alive. But, yeah, I'm guessing they bit down on a molar. My favorite thing ever. (laughs) I'm telling you, you have this, and it would scare me so much eating anything on that side of my mouth. If I had a poison molar on the left side, God damn it, I would not eat Mary Jane's on that left side of my mouth because there's trouble. I wouldn't eat dots. Milk duds. You're just there. You're at the movies. You want some dots, milk duds, and a Mary Jane. Everybody loves those candies, right? You're eating them. Next thing you know, it's the last thing you ever did. You're dead. And they're like, oh, my God. I didn't know that guy was a joker's. A jokers. What do you what do you call them singular? A joker. Yeah. It's weird though. You almost want to add that Z anyway. But yeah, they had the Joker. You want to say a Joker. A Joker. Kinda like Wally West this week. Yeah, I guess you have to give a double. A flash. Yes, a flash. But yeah, they they die and that's when they even say like uh the one guy uh, they they're guessing like about Joker being alive at this point. And Terry's like, oh, this is weird. You know, Joker Venom, is it possible he's still? And then Barbara's like, alive? No, the Joker's been dead for years. The minute she said that, I'm like, he's alive. Yep. There is no reason to bring that up. Well, uh, it's strange because I'm telling you, if you watch the animated series, this was a movie that they put out, The Return of the Joker, yeah, where they had yeah. the same kind of conversation. Yeah, and it, this is a very, like you said, it's very good that it's like tying in all this stuff to go forward. I do think that the the... Spirit of Rebirth, it, well played out in this. Oh, and I agree. The fact that we've had an, a series where people were really not happy with it makes this even that much better. Uh, you know, then it's like, oh my God, the Rebirth. But yeah, then you get to see our uh, his chick. I, I'm, I always read Dana, and Dana's going, and that the, she's going around. She's a social worker, and there's an old lady she goes to help, and that lady sold her out, Eric. Fucking nonsense. This is why you don't go to the bad parts of town. This is just the narrows of Neo-Gotham. Don't help people. That's all you need. She has a police escort. That doesn't help. Guy gets hit with... Guy gets knocked out with the worst thing ever. A spring-loaded punching glove. I don't think that that would... Boxing glove, I mean, yeah, punching glove. That's what we called him back in the day. <laughs> hey, you want a bare knuckle brawl? And here's the guy I didn't like. The guy who's hanging out with uh, the Harley-esque girl in this. I just don't like that guy. He looks too good looking. 
Too hey, good looking. I don't know. Too he, ripped, too good looking. I actually think that he looks a little like Jared Leto's uh, Joker there. And it it bothers me a little. But yeah, the Jokers are there. And they're like, hey, this is Joker's town. We're going to do this and take Dana. And that's, you know, bad idea for them well, to get involved with that's Dana. That's one but they thing, don't too. We've had these Jokers. We have all these different kinds of Jokers going on. I wish we had some of the classic ones that you do remember from the anime yeah, series. Or even that. a Batman Beyond uh, version 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Like, because... They were classic. I don't know. It's just the the looks of them. I just want to see them again because those are the yeah. ones you always saw Batman now, taking on. You know, they're kind of. I'm telling you, I think that that is a Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> the more I look at it, so they have that, and they have a Harley there with them, and uh, the lady, this old lady that Dana was there to help. She's did, not a Harley. She's also a Joker. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's a Harley esque look, but yeah, she looks kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, this old lady's there. She sold them out, and that's when the the woman jokers, if you want to go with, throws the money out there. Hey, payday! <laughs> Fucking piece of shit woman. Why did she sell her out? Because we find out that money's a big deal in this post apocalypse Yeah, oh yeah, it world. is. But I don't know the jokers. That's why they they want to rob people and get the money so that they can just throw it up in the air. They want to make it rain, Eric. It's raining all Who over. Who doesn't want to make it rain? Really, Gotham. It's always raining now. It's raining money. It's raining green. Then you go and just you, like the Batman '89. That is right. Yeah. Then you go and there is Terry and Matt, and I'm I really like and that uh, the couple two issues that ended the last series. I really did like Matt and Terry, and I hope that this continues where even you get with Bruce gone now. They are hinting at Bruce coming back, but if he didn't, I wouldn't mind Matt being a Robin. That's why that suit's there, Eric. He's going to put that goddamn Robin suit on at some point, if you ask me. Now, is it going to be the red Robin suit that Tim saw in the last series? I don't know. I think it's going to be the one out of continuity one that you don't like. He's going to put that on. Yeah, but like this. This is a little catch-up you're going to get. This is basically here to remind you, hey, Matt's in here. It's his brother, you know, hey, they haven't been together a while. Uh, they just go through the whole thing, really. And then you get Max. She's thrown in. I'm like, I have not seen her for a while. Ever. Last time I remember seeing her is that uh, brother I had freaking Stepford wived her, you know? Yeah, yeah. But there's Max there. And then Max, so I was like, hey, I just saw this. This came over. Jokers have Dana. And he's like, oh, shit's going to go. And Who's it's, taking it's, that picture? I don't know. I that's one thing I always have problems with when they have shit like that because the picture does look like if anybody took it, it's that old lady. Like yeah. she took it from inside. The and house. and now she's getting paid for freaking yeah. putting this yeah. picture she, in the paper. She's double dipping. She is a piece of crap, that old lady. Jesus, oh, I see it now. It says security camera captures woman yeah. abduction. Yeah. Still, what security camera? And if that's happening. Why isn't that lady in trouble now? That's her apartment. And the next thing they would have seen is it raining, raining dough. It's a weird place, that Joker's town. Shit, <laughs> shit plays out a little odd there. But, yeah, then then they're there. It's unpacking time, including unpacking the Batman Beyond suit, Eric. Well, how do you pack it? I don't know. It just seemed weird that it was in a box like that. I, I actually it, would have honestly, thought. Honestly, when we first started, the, I'm going to talk about the last series again. We had that almost holographic bat suit that came on around yeah, him and just formed yeah. around him. I actually was expecting that. I really, I'm telling you, at the end of the last series, though, we saw Tim kind of throw it to him like it was fabric, like we yeah, see here. Yeah. I really wish we would have gotten back to that, like, you know, AI kind of I would, of too, because it, it's funny to him. me. Like, he goes and moves, and the moving guys misplace something, and he opens it up, Uh-oh. and it's like, it's like, oh, no, <laughs> it's supposed to be that. It's a bunch of dishes. He's like, uh, wah, 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 book over. The there end. goes Batman. Yeah. But then he's going to go off and save Dana. Um, 
They have all this. They, he talks a little about the background of all the stuff that happened and how Dana's important, but became less important because he was Batman. And then when Spell, Spellbinder, he says, when Spellbinder took me off the board, leading everyone to think I was dead, she moved on. So well, I'm guessing anybody would have moved on because when that happened, it was the brother eye domination. Yeah, that the whole world, the world was died. destroyed. I actually think that he knows all this because he's been a creeper the whole time. He's been spying on her. He's been peeping her. He's been looking in the shadows. But yeah, he's got the suit on. He's going to go save her. And I, it, it's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm going through this to see. Uh, that's when he ends up around the, where she got kidnapped. It's your favorite part of the book. Yeah, I just, I saw that. She, she, he ends up where he, she was kidnapped. There's these two, cause they are the same bums that were there before, right? They showed these bums with a cart. And yeah. I believe it's the same. So you're there. And that's when my favorite Joker, of the whole comic comes out. It is Bane Joker. He's all venomed up. Venomed up Joker. He looks like with a, a, you know, he is pretty cool. He's even got Zuba's pants on. He's been hitting the gym. <laughs> he shows up with those pants on and like five gallons of water. And he's one of the guys that throws the weights on the floor, Eric. He does not care. And he yells and screams and needs five people to spot him. That's, you ever see he's those cooks that have to wear pants like that in kitchens? Yeah, but I, I don't think they have to. I That's think that's his they, day job. I think they like. I think they like the look. You think they like the look? Nobody's yeah. like the looks. Of yeah, no, I don't think those guys. Those guys who they, I think those guys actually get the job as cooks to wear those pants. But these are like they're great because they're part zebra pattern. <laughs> they have dots. They have uh, fucking lightning bolts. These are like the ultimate Zubaz pants ever. These are awesome. They and are clown what, pants. <laughs> what he really needs is like the Jose Canseco wraparound shades like Roy yeah. wears, like Arsenal wears. That'd be fucking awesome. But yeah, he's beating the shit out of uh, uh, Terry. Hey, this guy's a huge guy. I love the look, though. I thought that was really cool. Well, I'm telling you, you, you would think if you've been listening to the podcast this long that I'd be mad that we see Batman Beyond and he gets his ass kicked just like Tim did in every fucking issue. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we're back to Terry. Now Terry can kick a little ass. He gets his ass handed to him here, but it makes sense. He's a venom, venomed up Joker. Oh, he's huge. I've, I, it's such a cool idea to have a venomed up Joker like that. And he is humongous. In the meantime, you go and see Dana where she is kidnapped. And that's where you see, uh, it is Carter Wilson who knows, Dana knows who it is, but he goes by Terminal now, Eric. Terminal. He's that's not a clown term- name. No, he's Terminal. I like it. Is Terminal a new character or is that a legacy character? I've never heard of Terminal okay, before. Okay, and my what life. I like about it because Terminal goes with like rewire, uh, blight. It, it is, to me, that is a pretty, you know, that one streak. It, yeah, it really fits into me. And again, I didn't look it up if it was. Now people are like, God, it's Carter Wilson. That's Terminal. We know that from this and that, whatever. If so, it makes sense anyway. But if it doesn't, I, I do like it. But he says like, oh, you know what? I brought you here uh, because I got the order to do so. Like he seems to be the second in command now. That's what you, it seems like. Right away, you think he is the leader. He's the leader. He's the leader. <laughs> and they're like, oh, your goons brought me here. You know, why'd you make them bring me here? And he's like, oh, I didn't. Someone else gave the order. The real men in charge. And that's where Dana's like, oh, my God. It's funny. She goes, my God, is that? But the, her look on that panel, not my, one of surprise. <laughs> I think she's very nonchalant in that panel. All right. But, uh, all, all you all you people listening out there who have been screaming at us for the past two minutes, yeah. Terminal is a classic animated okay, series character. Okay, he is. Okay. Uh, it's weird. I figured it would be just because of the name. 
I would not know. I, I was. Re- I'm telling you, I watched all of the animated no, series. I was I relying on you, that. Eric, and look, you let me down once again. I know. Holy crap! You made me look like an asshole. Somebody edit this. Cut. Cut. <laughs> I, Cut uh, it listen. Out. I'll look like an asshole and a moron on my terms, buddy. Not on yours, on mine. But yeah, so Terminal is a, a, a legacy character. That's yes. fine. It, it fits in, and the name is uh, like I said, the name fits in great. But yeah, he's not in charge. There is another man in charge, the real man in charge, and we are left with a crazy panel. It is the Joker. And like uh, you even pointed out before, it looks like he has the autopsy yeah, scars. Yeah, the autopsy scar already going on. Yeah, they, he is they going, dug him up and somehow brought him back to life for the I would like style. to say one thing that you were like, boy, you know, killing him. We made the joke. I believe that the reason why we had Venom Joker was to show that he is also being venomed up a bit. I mean, no guy is that. The Joker's not this big. When has he ever been that big? Yeah, so I think whatever. And, and they'll, you know, it'll be a Jokerized Venom. I'm sure that they'll call it out. But I think that Dan Jurgens was setting it up by showing us this Bane-like Joker before. So that when we're told that that sort of thing is what's bringing him back makes more sense. We saw it in action. He's pumped. He is on the P90X, Eric. He might have done the insanity. <laughs> the insanity. He did the insanity workout. He didn't care if people live below him. He's going to jump around like a fucking moron like I did and lose no pounds. Must have been I doing neighbors, something Jim. wrong. I don't want to be that guy. I don't have neighbors. I was jumping around like a fucking asshole, sweating up a goddamn buckets. I guess when you're done the insanity workout, you're not supposed to go eat three cheeseburgers and a pizza. Right? Says who? <laughs> says nobody. Who makes these rules? Here's the thing. A lot of people, I, I had a guy who was working out once that was a friend of mine, and basically he would work out during the week so that he could drink and eat whatever he wanted on the weekend. And no, that's then what was, I did too. And it was, a, it was even. He evened up. He was even Steven at the end because he was not working out hard, Eric. He was oh, just I working was. out enough. Like maybe he'd lose three pounds during the week and then he'd gain back three and a half on the weekend. He just wanted to break even. Uh, me with the P90X, I'd really try, and I, I don't know. I, I get lazy. I get tired. Uh, but I didn't get tired of this issue. I liked it. I liked it as a start. I liked it as a almost like a palate cleanser from what we got. It's a promise that they're going back to the basics and back to the classic deal. By the way, Terminal, that's a legacy character. I want to sure let is. you know that. But it is good. And if anybody's out there and they're like, you know what? I don't know much about Batman Beyond, so I'm staying away. This is the great... I, all the rebirths should be a great jumping on point, besides Blue Beetle. And this one though is is great. If you want to see where the story's going and you even get a little bit of a refresher or a uh, history lesson of what happened in the last, and really you're told just enough that you need to know. Basically, from that old series, the one that just finished, you need to know that he didn't talk to Dana. True. <laughs> That's about it. That's really is most of it, right? Oh my God! What is that? What was that? I looked when I looked up that freaking Carter Wilson. <laughs> it had something an ad. must have kept started playing. Oh, always oh, something off the rails, off the rails. But what did you give it, Eric? I gave it seven point five out of ten. I was. I told you today. Usually during the day at work, we'll talk about this stuff. And I said to you, seven five. I'm going eight. I right. want people to realize that you know what? As a guy who's not really invested in Batman Beyond, 
doesn't know a lot about things, though I knew Terminal was a legacy character. I uh, I like it, and I think it's good going forward. And I really do appreciate that we get a lot of info in this, but it did not seem like an info dump to me. No. It didn't seem like we, we saw some things. We saw them in action. We saw the Jokers. I think that it was a very good mix of info to action to visuals. And really, I, I did like the art a lot. I, really I like just like seeing it. Batman Beyond with the red eyes now. For some reason, I really dug that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just liked it in general. I'm like, I'm just paging through as we're talking. I'm looking at that venomed up Joker. I really do like him. Maybe he was like the test subject. Maybe. And then, but yeah, Joker is definitely. Put your up cooking and, job. Come over here. Yeah, really. Get those Zubas pants on. Let's go to the gym. But yeah, I liked it. So uh, we're gonna move on now. No, I send that. I'll edit that out. I'm going to stop, then I'll call you back and we'll do the outro. All right, it's time for mail section number three. We don't have a song here. Where's Pee-wee? Song, song, song. It's the mail. That's that's you. Remember with your, wasn't that just for the news? News, news, news. Uh, news, mail, mail, mail. We didn't have a soundboard, and you got mad at me every time I had a so- soundbite that I tried to play through. You don't, you don't have your uh, megaphone there, do you? Yes, I do. Do you? Yes, I do. You know, that's the goat, Eric. <laughs> Don't call me that. That's the goat. And now it's time for the mail. All right. What is that 3XL? Hey, uh, how's Vicky doing? She's pretty hot. I mean, um, she's fine. She's a young girl, you son of a bitch. She's a young robot. She is a robot. The first bit of mail in this section is for Chisunga. Can't Chisunga. help that that father was creepy. I know. Chisunga says, hey, guys, just wanted to share my thoughts on some of the books this week. Suicide Squad is getting better with each issue, as I appreciate the ending of last issue with Boomerang's death as the book throughout the New 52 felt too safe for the main characters, though we still know that Harley is safe. Uh, I, I like Suicide Squad a lot. That's one of my favorite books right now. Yeah. It should be on my fucking do-or-die uh, pool. It should list, be. But- we're going to see a little. I don't know. Pretty soon, we're going to have a little correction to your pull list. That True. comes up in a little bit. Detective, I think the main problem with this event, which he's talking to Monster Man, is that no one really has anything to do except bitch about how they are all useless without Tim. Also, why are they wasting time with motorcycles as their main weapons? I know. How is that Papa a weapon? Wheelies. Goddamn, Papa Wheelie. Papa Wheelies. Where are the like? Where are the giant missile launchers on these motorcycles? That's everybody where, would have. Where's that, right? anything? It's just it looks like a fucking elongated motorcycle. Yeah, Bruce should still have a giant robot suit. The Hellbat armor, if Lois didn't take it with her when they were That's left, on the it's moon. on the moon. Hell, Jim <laughs> should have a spare bunny suit lying around in GCPD. Now, he was all talk. I have not seen much of old Jimmy Boy in this, so who knows what he's doing. Teen Titans Rebirth. It was an okay issue, but I call nonsense on Damien taking down Starfire with a random shock blast. That girl can take on a Kryptonian solar flare and shrug it off. I didn't think it was that random. You could see her skeleton. I think that was some high-ass voltage. Yeah, that was. And, you know, it gets the story going. I like it. Flash, I guess Mina is out of the picture, though I guess that isn't a problem for Barry since he's probably going to hook up with Jessica if he wasn't being oblivious in the last issue of the Justice League. Uh, Things heat up with that. Wonder Woman, while I agree that this issue felt rushed, I still have a smile on my face when reading this issue. I just had a smile on my face at that naked Steve Trevor at the end. That was not Steve Trevor. That Steve Trevor has nice boobs. Uh, He says, nice to see that we are slowly getting into the meat and cheese of Rebirth with the Titans. Slowly is the word to me. 
Batman Beyond Rebirth was odd, though. Uh, any changes are for the better, in my opinion, as no one will miss the futures and nonsense. Also, I'm sure that Barbara is either taking some future drugs because Bernard Chang, Ryan Sook's art maker, seem like she is between her late 30s and mid 40s. She did yeah. Yeah, uh, as far as that book, there has never been a book that I've read or been involved with that people will just say, I don't care. It's nonsense. I don't care. I want to like this book. It really is. Everybody across the board seems to be like, and also, we are running into a lot of people who never read that other Batman Beyond book. Even if they say they did, they have no yeah. idea what's going on. And this is a fresh start for everybody. So that's okay. Though I like it when you're in the, you're a knowledgeable fella. Because you know your your backstories there. I like to know shit. You can point them out and look, make them look like fucking idiots. <laughs> As for the news on Batgirl, I'm surprised that Raphael Albuquerque is the first major artist to leave in Rebirth, though the new artist art is fine. It has the same problem that Babs Tor had of making her look younger than she is. So what you mean is it's going to sell her uh, more. Also, when the hell did Penguin have a son? I, I think that's a, I think that's a play of words. I really do think, like you said, Emperor Penguin, when we would have heard about that, we would have thought it would have been Oswald, and it wasn't. I think that this Penguin son, that's a little play on words. I really do. I he think it will be, be the son of the Penguin. What's that? I think it will be the actual son of the Penguin. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's going to be something. He had, to fuck at least, he had to fuck at least a hooker somewhere along the lines. Yeah, I just, I, just the fact that to do that, well, they could, I guess, but to do that to me in my mind, for a monthly book, it's going to take at least three issues to set up some backstory with that. It, it yeah. won't really go very we quick. We got time. Yeah, no, it, it seems like what this issue, that goes to six issues. You're going to use three issues of a six-issue arc to just introduce this fucking character that's like uh, the fucking second coming of Joker's daughter. In fact, if you want to ask me, I think that's what it's going to be more like. Some guy who think just so? thinks that he is like just that. some ugly guy yeah. who just wants to be. A, yeah, like I think a it's penguin. just a guy who wants to be like Penguin. He better be adopted, since it seems that we can't go a single arc of Batgirl without a new man in Barbara's life. Also, I agree with Brandon on a Civil War two number five Marvel minute. This event is garbage, and he's needed the regular books to fix all the bullshit the main book throws, and nothing has really happened of significance. And yeah, that that's not think, a good uh, book. Do you think the son of the penguin is going to be somebody that Barbara went to school with? Yeah, probably. Probably your best <laughs> friend. It's another best friend. She has ten best friends through her life. They're all fucking murderous fucking pieces of crap. No, it's Kai. There it is. Yeah, I just said it. Kai. He Kai's shows up. Kai's son of the penguin. Kai's son of the penguin. Toby uh, writes in and says, That comic Next book script here. I talked about. Greetings and salutations from the UK up, to the Get Fresh crew. First things first, disclaimer, after the never-ending put-downs targeting Eric and the gym-centric music provided by the impossibly gorgeous Dancing Mike, I thought I had to stand up for my boy and thus was born the Shea rap. For the love of DC, please don't take any of the insults in my lyrics slung towards Jim as genuine hate. That's right, Jim. Calm down. He's lying. (laughs) I love the guy just as much as everyone else involved with the podcast, but as I said to Eric on Facebook the night that the song was released on Twitter, I fear that some listeners may not get the joke. There's no joke. And oh, consider joke, my babe. rap a war crime. It's all, it's all good fun. It's a war crime. <laughs> it's no great secret that if I was on the Get Fresh Crew's dicks any harder, I'd be a condom. That's right. Get Fresh Crew doesn't use condoms. <laughs> and the lyrics were only intended to thrill Eric and entertain everyone else and to put me down. Let's move on. 
with the rent due on my last call to the Rent and Rave Line costing me more than an issue of All-Star Batman, I figured I'd best email my follow-up to last week's email where I asked you guys to review my script. Huh? You're, you're his buddy, Eric. I send That's you right. that script, huh? You gonna read yeah. that script? You hear he does good things, don't you? Good things, good things. Please find it attached to this email. Before you read it, please understand the following. This is a first draft, and as a result, some of the dialogue, character names, and even the title of the book itself merely function to move the story forward. I'd be keen to know what worked and what didn't in your esteemed estimation. It's weird. I I actually thought that that was the actual title, I Hate the Jews by Toby. I was like, that's a very weird title title. for a superhero comic. (laughs) War war crimes. (laughs) The story jumps back and forth in time occasionally. If you are confused, then back up a couple of panels, and it will likely tell you that you're about to read past events. It's a lot of work. The ending (laughs) is a cliffhanger. Brief descriptions of books two and three, which at the time of this email remain unwritten. Now follow. The second book would be about the main character and the murderer having to work together to escape custody and would contain a lot of exposition delving into the murders themselves. They are part of a ritualistic sacrifice to summon demonic forces, Jews, dwelling deep within the city. Jesus. Weird, he says that. It, it's all in there. It is revealed that the murderer, the character known as Six, is a triplet. It's very weird reading this and not having people know what it is about. But he has an identical brother who also identifies themselves as Six. Six? What are we, Blossom? Six, six, six. Six was my favorite character in Blossom, Eric. Really? Yeah. Wasn't Joey Lawrence? No, I didn't like Joey. And well, I tried to push him as a baseball player, and it, it didn't ring true to me. And I don't need <laughs> Joey. Whoa. It would end on a cliffhanger again when the final murder takes place, and it would seem that demons appear from the shadows. The third book would end the main character driving back the cataclysmic forces by paying the ultimate price. He allows himself to be having kids. He allows himself to become possessed, but manages to take his own life, like people with kids. His soul then has the ability to combat the demonic forces. In an epilogue, he is confronted by angels who forbid his entry into the afterlife, Having committed suicide. Gets you every time, Eric. Sure does. Death by fucking cop. So that's what you got to do. But is returned to life in the mortal realm to be called upon in the event of future incidents. Uh, it is suggested that he's returned to life with his demon combating powers from the afterlife intact. Anyways, now that it's all said and done, I'll look forward to Jim's feedback. I am going to read it now. Or anyone else over there would care to read it. And yes, I can handle the honesty. A fuck you five would be phenomenal, though, without one. <laughs> I know this is a pipe dream. Your critique will be incorporated in the subsequent drafts and may even inspire me to crack on with the writing of other issues. And I'll probably send it to, like, Brandon. Brandon loves reading stuff. Uh, much love to everyone at the Weird Science DC podcast. Toby, I should give it to Brandon. He could do a Marvel Minute on it. Yeah. And I'll make sure he is so nasty. Brandon will do it too. I'll like Brandon like Brandon will message me and they'll be like, "It is that is awesome." Toby really has some talent. I'm like, listen, don't don't let him get high on his horse. You know, just you know, knock him down a little. He's like, okay. I'm like, no, no. What I'm saying is like really rip him apart till he's crying, and then I'll send. I'll actually send you the review, and then I'll get him. He wants to make fun of Spoon James. He's gonna get the fucking horns, baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll read it, but yeah, uh, thanks, Toby. Next one thanks, is Toby. Travis. Travis wanted to have uh, coffee with us, Eric. It's not That's happening. Right. Travis says, third encounter of the weird kind. 
Hello again. Now I'm managing the right in three weeks in a row. You're officially the podcast that I've written to the most. You're three That's- ahead of your closest competitor. Told you. I told you right away that you, you spell it out and actually read everything. People then, they, you know, the, the barriers get taken down there. That's a little hint to all you people with your podcast out there. Read the read people's everything. mails. Read everything. And at first, you are going to have to sift through a lot of hate. And a lot of bullshit where people say you're the worst thing ever, eventually they'll leave. And then the people will like you'll email and you'll get all this wonderful stuff. Before I give you my best and worst of the week, there are some things I feel I have to weigh in on. Weighty matters of the podcast, you know. First of all, first of all, I hate s'mores. How dare you? Hey, Travis, you want, you want to go for some coffee? You want to get some coffee? <laughs> you want to get some coffee, my man? Those are just sticky little pods of stuff that make me thirsty. No thanks. I, I really... I think that it's the honey grams I hate. I don't like melted chocolate. I don't. I even when we were gonna do this uh candy podcast, yeah. uh we were talking about of course I have some rules. I, I you know, you can all hate me. Uh you know, Christian out there. You can hate me for my goddamn rules. Uh one rule is to be nice to the listeners, so at least I follow that one, right? Right. Uh, but my other rule I like to freeze chocolate. Chocolate I have to have frozen and melted chocolate I just I don't like. I don't even want to What like about hot, hot fudge on a Sunday? Huh. Now you, you've thrown me in a conundrum, my friend. Because <laughs> I do like that. I really don't like caramel on a Sunday. And I, I hate, hate strawberry. I oh, don't. Yes. And I don't I'm like telling that you, strawberry syrup. You no, want me want to that. slice your throat? Oh, give God. me any sort of pancakes or fucking waffles with fruit on it? I will throw it right in your face. Fruit's First fine, time, man. I also hate pancakes. I cannot yeah. stand them. I think you they're nonsense. You pretty much hate most things. No, to me, pancakes become soggy cereal within seconds. I don't like it. I don't like it. Next, little, I'm about to cough. Next, little Debbie oatmeal cream pies for the win. Yeah, those are good. I enjoy those. They're okay. They've they've made them a lot smaller. I know. I thought it was just me. Like, do I have bigger hands now? Like, what is this shit? No, you have a big mouth, but not I do. Put Uh, three of them in my mouth at once. They Mm, made them a lot smaller. They made them a lot smaller, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Finally, I just read this today. Oh, my God, a new artist from Batgirl. I know that we truly live in a diverse world because I see people crying about it on Reddit. I suppose art can never really be bad since it is in the eye of the beholder and all that. But I hate what we have now with a purple passion. So, woo! Yeah, he doesn't like it. Next up, a storyline worthy of a superhero, a real superhero? Maybe. I know I'm a dreamer. Anyway, on to the picks. Two weeks in a row, I'm picking a Marvel book as my book of the week. But that book was also the biggest disappointment. I'm talking about Nova number 11, Eric. Nova? All of a sudden, everybody's talking Nova. I gave it an A for art and 5 out of 5 for the writing. Most of the book was just run-of-the-mill stuff, but then there was the such great moments at the end. Richard Ryder, the original Nova, is the word world mind now. That's crazy. He gives Sam a pep talk. Sam then reveals to his friends his secret identity and crashes into a tree while showing off to them. Awesome. But then the book is over? I don't read future solicits, so I had no idea this was the end. I love this book. Yeah, it's done. The the series is over. It's not like he's like, I don't even the know book's what over. About. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like saying, he's like, the book's over, but I only read 23 pages. What is going on? No, the book was canceled. And even after revealing it was over, there was one more page where Rich Rider is back on Earth. For DC, the book of the week was Action Comics 964. Oh, my God, A-plus for art and 4-plus for story. I really liked it. Mostly the art. Why can't Batgirl get uh, art like this again? 
Maybe well, it will. You, Patrick Zercher was on Green Arrow before Rebirth, and I didn't even like his art on that, but here it's yeah. great. Yeah, it was really good. I don't know. We're going to... In God in Wild Goose we trust, Aaron. That's right. Next, the stinking pile of garbage of the week. Can you guess what it is? Blue Beetle? You know what it is, don't you? Batgirl number three. Uh, the art is just so bad. So bad. Have I mentioned it's so freaking bad? I would never read a comic that looks like this, except I don't want to give up on Batgirl. The writing was only a bit better than the art. I actually thought the writing was worse. I terrible. think the story went like this. Number one, she starts out looking like a villain from The Walking Dead. Number two, then she is helped off the floor. She transforms into a female version of a vampirized Rocky Balboa from Rocky 1. During this phase, she is considering how she got beat, putting her extraordinary mind to work. Coming up with theories, clearly the writer almost has a clue to what to do with Barbara. Then, number three, then while holding an ice pack to her head, she actually looks a thousand times better than she looked so far in this book, and is still uglier than Joker's daughter. <laughs> number four, then in her flashback moment, she pictures herself as a jackalope. Seriously, look at the panel in the middle where she's throwing a punch. Looking right into her face, she's so incredibly ugly. Number five, after that, she isn't so bad, almost tolerable. During this phase, she attacks the moth and is going to win, but moth gets away because, number six, she finds the transmitter in her room. I think at this point, she's only she's one of the drugged-out kids from Breaking Bad or The <laughs> Shield. Seriously, just Google meth face and look at the results. That's the impera- inspiration for the Batgirl art right there. Number seven, it gets worse from there. Meth is a killer. Don't do it. Number eight, then finally, the pages are... After that, aren't so bad. I could almost not want to kill myself instead of reading it. She heads to Korea, track down the baddies, and has a confrontation with the cliffhanger ending. As much as I don't like the art on the last five pages, they are like night and day better than what came before. That's what I was saying. After we got off the plane, fucking got better in my mind. Okay, well, that ended up being a rant. Sorry, and you should know, I tried. I really tried to put an anti-Eric Shea joke in there somewhere, like everyone does these days. But how could I... He's America's sweetheart. That's right. And until next time, never forget, Batgirl used to be good. I know. And that is that part of the mail. We're going to go back to the books with Reggie, and then we'll be... uh... All right, we're back, and it's Reggie time. Reginald Drinkwater (laughs) time. Still making that noise. Reggie, you had a lot of books this week. A lot of books. And I got got them all done. Not on time. I didn't see no. the Hellblazer up until <laughs> later. Hey, that was done. That was a technical glitch. <laughs> it's so weird. If people system. wouldn't know this, but um, we we do. You would know that we put all the books up, uh, most of them rebirth-wise, on uh, midnight and a little bit past on Wednesday morning. And every we all did our books, and Reggie had put up Hellblazer early. I think you got that done on Sunday. Because yeah, I, I looked like at the score, three, yeah. yeah, I looked at the score and stuff, and then the next morning I get up, and that's where I start sharing some things right before work, and I'm like, okay, boom, 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 and then I look, and I'm like, oh, oh man, how many did we have? And I'm counting, and I know we have 15 books, only because me and Erica bitched at each other all week, <laughs> and last week we're gonna have to talk about 15 books, so I count, I'm like, 14. This doesn't make sense, and I go to work, and I still couldn't. Then I finally figured it out, and it was Hellblazer. And the fact was, you did it, it just disappeared. And I said to Eric, luckily, you do yours separately, and then, uh, you know, you do it on Word, and then put it on the site, because me and Eric just go right through the site. If that's lost, it's done. It's gone forever. I would have had to go right, I I would have had to start all over. And where Eric realized that you must have had it, wasn't that it got back up quick, 
it was that you didn't bitch and moan in your intro about having to do it again. Exactly. Both, of, both, both <laughs> of us would have done that. The whole intro then into the review would have been about bitching and moaning. Well, here about, I am again, again, because yeah, you don't know are. this. It's I like when we do the podcast, again. when something yeah. goes wrong, we could just pretend it didn't. I get so angry and <laughs> well, we upset. Can't, no. Uh, yeah. You gotta let which, the people know. Like, yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is that, you know, we, we schedule these things and we usually schedule them, like you say, midnight, 1201, yeah. 1202. And, you know, I, I pick a number right. and I'm always kind of playing a game mentally with myself that I want to not pick the same number. So when we have the same time, I'm always like, oh man, I lost, but yeah, I never, yeah. I never knew that that meant it was going to screw. Us. I said, usually this has happened before and it's on Blogger that we, we have our site. And if you post something at the exact time, schedule-wise, or post, somehow it just one of them wins out, and Hellblazer lost. Constantine went down, and usually I make sure this doesn't happen. I got real tired on uh, Tuesday yeah. night, and I, I finished my reviews, and I went to bed. I usually wait. It's almost like I'm waiting for like the opening of a store. Midnight well, happens. I, <laughs> midnight sale. When I realized Hellblazer wasn't up, I started thinking about it, too, because I got done my last review at 12.10. I was up late trying to finish it up, and I published it right away since it was after midnight. I'm like, and the next day when I found out the Hellblazer wasn't there, I'm like, shit, did Reggie have his at the same time as yeah, I man, published? It just published? And, and you hit it at the exact moment. It's a that weird been deal. <laughs> that would just be crazy, but yeah, yeah. we got it up. But yeah, the moral of the story is we have every book <laughs> reviewed and on the site, and we did That's right. pretty much right away, including this one. Moral of the story is we're suckers. Yeah, moral of the story is we do a lot for nothing. But yeah, somehow in our mind, this is important to get the stuff up at midnight and be the first I know, it, re it really is. Like, it I really think of We're obsessed. Of it, yeah, yeah and, and really, when I'm done... And if I do stay up till midnight, I sit there and wait for them to hit on the comic book roundup. And then I just smile that we're like every review has one. Of, you know, it's most of us. It's just us Yeah. up at that point. And I just smile and think that we've won somehow. Top of the world. <laughs> my, top yeah, of the top, world. I don't right. know what we win, but the, the prize seems to be more books and hours of podcasting. That's it what really we does. win. Uh, this first book, though, of yours, to me, is the biggest book of the week. Um, probably we've been waiting a, for this so yeah, it, it's for this a rebirth it, yeah. it, i'll even say it is teen titans rebirth and the thing about this that i actually like us talking about this book as the three of us each of us has had our time on teen titans yep. uh, during oh, yeah. the new 52 and the dcyou which yours reggie you continued up until a couple weeks ago that it was still mm -hmm. going that the last bit of the teen titans leading into this rebirth so this rebirth yeah, everybody can get excited. The three of us really should be excited because I think, though, this is a typical rebirth recap, show you what's going on, give you the characters. I still think it was one of the better issues. If I was when I was reviewing the Will Pfeiffer Teen Titans, yeah. uh, this issue beats any of the shit I read. Every oh, it, it gets you excited at least, yeah. like, interested, Dude. you know. What's that, Eric? Said mine too. That's yeah. why I gave oh. you the Teen Titans. I couldn't deal with Will Pfeiffer's yeah. run anymore. And when I took it over, I was dealing with the uh, the end of the Elite versus the Teen Titans and Wonder Girl being a bitch oh and, and all that crap. And that was to me. Tim Drake was always kind of a dick yeah. in the New Fifty Two. I really do think that this was at like where he was reaching the peak of his dickness, where he was just against everyone. Then it was revealed that you know he 
went behind people. It was weird, like how he got the team together, which makes me laugh about how Damien does as well. But yeah, yeah. Tim, it, the, I think where Damien is going to succeed in this before we even get into the issue itself is that he is not making any bones about it. He's being an asshole getting this team together, and he's well, being himself. Well, this is who he is, you know what That's I mean? That's what like, I mean. Yeah. Tim Drake was kind of a little schemy and doing that, and that was also where you had a lot of the Bat books at that point were still dealing with Batman keeping secrets and not telling things. So the Teen Titans were throwing it back at Tim Drake like, you're always mad about you know, Batman keeping secrets. You did the same thing. You learned from him, and you're a jerk. Damien's just and, and you ain't up. no Batman. Yeah, and you and it was funny because when they did have that, it did seem like a lot of the downtime that we don't see in between issues must have been just Tim sitting around bitching about Batman and complaining <laughs> and whining. And uh, but no, and the other I, times when he was actually a good guy, like we saw in the last issue of Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, suddenly, you, you never get that until the end when he's dead. But I that's think they I'm telling you, debilitating this title in the last like yeah couple of months Again, they start to, turn, to the, turn things around a little bit the thing but yeah about I that though say this team was the most maligned in oh, all the yeah. new 52 people though after somebody dies about. they're always making up fucking stories about of course that's when they were. become saints yeah fucking saints he was not a saint but yeah he's that's gone. your only hope is your death anyway let's yeah, uh yeah but yeah he's off. gone now and now we get we get damien kind of it we don't get it right at the beginning but go into it reggie give us a little rundown Let's do the spiel because you're gonna, you guys are going to love it. It's Teen Titans Rebirth, number one, written by Ben Percy, art by John Boy Myers and Jim Charlampedis. Hey. Hey. Titans. Hey. Meet the Titans. They're a bunch of superpowered teens. Starfire rescues children. Beast Boy and Raven like to make the scene. Yeah. Wally West likes running fast and saving people's lives, but True. cops hate his guts just because he isn't white. He's black. Damien's caught them. They are sure to do his bidding. Who am I kidding? There's gonna be a fight. Ha ha. There we go. Wilma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just be George now. Get me off this crazy thing. <laughs> Crossover already. I was I was waiting for something around the like of uh you know Beast Boy he he wants a panty raid he is fucking horny <laughs> wants to get laid cuz that's he's all gonna, he seems to he's want. He's going to fuck a woman as an animal. He wants to fuck her as a jaws. But he's, he's still he's still a jo- he's still too much of a joker, you know what I mean? There's a panel with two pussies. <laughs> you think you, you think Brad Pitt would pull some shit like this? Probably. Here's the thing. I actually think Brad Pitt is one of those where he would probably turn into the ugliest fucking uh, animal because he knows that he could do that and still get laid. This guy could not wipe his ass for five years and would get laid quicker than any of us. So what the the hell does he care? I remember hearing years ago when he was still on the dating scene that he would would, uh, not shower after the gym. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I heard a thing that John Stamos, the one time I heard him talking, he said he started smoking cigars because he needed something to get like some of the women away from him. (laughs) This was like his ploy because there was like 80 women around him. He wanted to just have 60. Yeah, well, hey, man, don't join the Beast Boys. I just don't understand. Beast Boy is so, you know, I actually understand Beast Boy. Beast Boy, he's upset, and this is the start of the the issue. Beast Boy is upset. He wants to forget about Tim uh, dying. So he's he was going to Hollywood. This we saw that in the last 
issue of Teen Titans. Yep. He heads to Hollywood and just wants to party and uh, drink and fuck and forget about Tim Drake. And this girl, he hooks up with a girl and he has the worst lines like, hey, our future kids are going like this. And she she just wants Beast Boy. Why then afterwards? Because then they're in a uh, they're are they in a pool or are they in a hot tub at that point? No, they, well, it's it's like they're in a pool. Yeah. Okay, they're in the pool. He turns into Jaws to kind of fuck around with her, and then she then she calls him a freak. Before that, he had turned into a cat. Cats are lovable. That's fine. Where yeah. is the freak business? Yeah, asshole. Not freak. She knew what she was getting into. She. All right, no, crazy. no, no. The Jaws was over the top. This would yeah, scare anybody that's off. A dick. That's not a freak. She's I remember, acting I remember like, all the dates I took girls to to see Jaws, how wet they got. Hey, after seeing I'm, look, I'm looking at shark. this thing. He is a pointy-eared green fucking guy yeah, I, I who mean, turns really, into a cat. He's an adorable little elf. Yeah, yeah. He, he could go in his fucking tree and make his cookies. Uh, if he, But she calling of the freak really – it makes me laugh because she even knows his name. So she knows exactly who he is. And yet yeah. he's a freak. She's the freak. She probably, she probably shit her bikini bottoms, I think. She, That's she probably what happened. She got very, uh, like... Brown water. Yeah, yeah, she was like, let me get out of here. There's a little brown soup brewing the around brown me. brown soup's going. Call, <laughs> call Rob Lewis. We got problems here. But, yeah, as this happens, uh, he's like, oh, man, it was just a joke. She leaves, gives him the finger, it looks like, at one point. And, I think uh, so, yeah. And then, all of a sudden, he gets tased. And it's funny, like you said when we were talking, um, that you didn't know at first that it was Damien. Uh, Which is so stupid because I, I knew miss, exactly. What I actually this missed the whole was. panel of him tasing him. Uh, I was reading it and I must have just went forward where I just saw the "Hey, baby, you know." I, I, and then when it goes to like, "Hey, Tim said I was love addicted. I guess he might have been right. Get out of my head." And then he's like, "Ah!" And I, I was like, "Oh, he's mad because Tim, Tim stole in his head." And the second yeah. time I read it, I'm like, no, he was being tasered in the water. He's fucked. Yeah, that's what, he's not. He's not just having an emotional uh, electrical no. eruption. Yeah, no. Uh, you can even see Damien's the green glove and everything. Yeah, but yeah. I just yeah. felt I didn't yeah. even notice it. See, the biggest part in this section of me though is that we finally get the like complete retcon backstory to Beast Boy from when he was, you know, the brown like character that was connected yeah. to the red, who was like, you know, mm-hmm. um, he was. Uh, the hell's the word? Fucking tortured by nowhere to make his metagene come out. Here it is. He was a kid. He was bitten by the West African green monkey that infected yeah. him with uh, the Secudia virus. So now yeah. he can change yeah. into any animal. I'm like, I don't like that at all. Bring uh, me that's back just, that's actually his original origin, though. From I the hate new that, though. Yeah, I don't mind it just because it's easier and you just go from there. And everybody wants Green Beast Boy. I, I know I that. I know. I know that me and you like the idea that he was connected to the red. And that went well. Well, the problem is right now, there's not really that sort of thing going on right now. You don't have an animal man. You don't have really a swamp thing in his own book. So we're not really even pointing out that whole deal. So I don't mind. Plus, plus you're doing a rebirth and you are. This is back to legacy and stuff like that. So, yeah, get them back. Well, I'm saying, though, it was a big deal. This is probably the biggest deal, though, because when Will Pfeiffer took over, when the suicide, I mean, uh, the Teen Titans got renumbered. Automatically, he was just green without an explanation. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have an explanation at all. He just went back to green, like, oh, people like him green, make him green, we won't even say anything. <laughs> so at least they do say it. And we have something here, at least. Yeah. Well, then we head off to the island of Tornado. Tornando. Uh, Tornado. Tornado. Yeah. In the Tarando. Caribbean. That's where Starfire has gone. She, looks, uh, she doesn't look like a teen to me. 
But uh, she's uh, in the Caribbean, and she's there to stop human trafficking because, you know, really, if anything, you deal with Starfire, you hear a million times, uh, you know, from she Sunday that there was a slave. And that, that is always what you get. And no, I do it, like no it. she's always so against human trafficking, but she doesn't seem to be against statutory rape at all. I mean, look no, at her. Come she's on. Not. It's she's not, had, this is not correct. This she is, is making out with Nightwing in that panel. And I'm like, okay, we're going back to the whole deal. And, uh, but yeah, she's there. This is very quick with Starfire. She just basically, she's there to stop human trafficking. Uh, you get the whole thing that she was a slave and then off she goes. You have a, you have a freaking silky. Oh, some guy, some guy, little, yeah, that that whole thing was weird as it hell. Was very like, this guy odd. bites it to an apple, and this little version of her silky worm comes yeah. out. Yeah, it's I don't know if that's going to be relevant or if that's just like a nod to it. Or I don't something. think it will be. I think yeah. it's just a nod. Yeah, I almost, I, I, I think I agree with you, but it, it definitely was uh, strange. Now, you know, I but, love, uh, I love the art in this whole book. I love Corey, her look here. The only yeah. thing I don't like, and I don't want you giving your nonsense, or I'll fucking cut out like I did with Raven. But uh, <laughs> why did they make the bad guy who's supposed to be the human trafficker look like freaking Wally West? He looks just like him to me. And even when he's running well, away with yeah. this kid, no, I'm telling you, he looks just like him. <laughs> even his running style looks just, just like him. I, I was like, that is really odd. But yeah, they probably they, should. They probably should implement stop and frisk on the island of Toronto. I agree true. with you. That's that probably is true. But yeah, uh, you get the whole idea that this guy now. Now, do you see that that or do you get that this guy was put up by Damien to do yes. this to draw her out? The funny yeah. thing is, Damien almost got him killed because she blasts the shit out of his side. I don't mm-hmm. care what they say. That guy's hurt and he's hurt yeah. bad. Damien just comes in and zaps. Uh, Corey with this, you know, shock glove that does such a shock that you see her skeleton beneath. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I really think that that guy who Damien put up to it is now dead because uh, Damien just grabs Corey and like, and also he has to be a jokester. That was shockingly easy. And I was <laughs> like, all right, but yeah, by then that was actually when I like, okay, it's Damien. It took me, you know, the second one. I think Reggie, you said Raven. I think where, it was Raven was whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's obvious. But yeah, then you move on, and that, this is basically all this. All this issue is is introducing you to the characters before Damien scoops them up, and uh, Raven is at the, an art museum. Uh, in oh, New York I believe City. that's the yeah. uh, the New York City Art Museum. No, where they I just have, I bet you it's they not. Have artists like I say Picasso no. and Monet. No, I say that I say that's copyright. Right? They're, they're, no, it's just you think it's, so? this is generic art museum. I, oh, there's no question about yeah. it. this. This is actually a picture of the Metropolitan yeah. Museum. So of art. she's in there, and she says like she likes to be alone. She likes to look at the art, but it always screws her. And I really do think uh, of the art. This to me was the most cartoony of the characters. Yeah, uh, really liked it. Yeah, what's that? I really liked it. Though. So did I. I, I like it. Reminds me like a Gotham Academy type. Yeah, it's it very does. Gotham Academy. Cell, yeah. But it even uh, like Raven in Teen Titans was just like it, Eric made the joke all the time. She has one go-to move, and it's to send people to hell. And yeah. I like that you see this. It is dark when she sees her own thing, but I like the cartoony look because it kind of spells it out to me. Like, okay, we're gonna be a little more playful and and a little more, you know all ages in this book which i i actually like 
I actually am hoping it will be like that. Uh, But yeah, she's there and she's looking at crazy art and it reminds her of her dad, of course. And then you're going to get her. Is that that what we got? It was the craziest thing. Like, is is Trigon trying to communicate with her? Is she just having visions like PTSD over time? I'm sure if it was like a Ghostbusters 2 type, you know, painting coming alive. Speaker of the Carpathian. Or Or possibly she went to the art museum to look at a painting of her as a baby being menaced by Trigon, in which case I would say avoid doing that. Yeah, right? I would Don't not do that either. A painting of yourself being menaced by the devil. And the is that by thing the is, same, though, is that by the same painter as the uh, Red Dragon? Probably. Might be. Yeah. But she says, she says she goes there, and then at the, she sees the painting, she's like, I come here to commune with my sadness. I don't know. Shit really goes wrong in that room, but yeah, it's very odd, but she sees that, so you get the backstory of her and Trigon, and then Damien shows up. It's very quick. Raven, there's not a lot to do with Raven. Uh, and that's where you first see Goliath as well. He yeah, uh, shows sort up. Sort of in shadow. You're not yeah. sure. I love that, too, because Damien throws a knockout trank at her, and when she's hazing out, we just see Goliath yeah, in this haze, and I'm like, it looks like, amazing. Oh, it looks it good. And the best part is, is at this point, if you still are confused about what's going on, Goliath actually fits in well with the paintings and the surroundings yeah. in that room, so you can go. It looks like a demonic even character. At, yeah, and even as she's fading out, and you see Damien with the the white eye, it's awesome. The art in this is really good. John Boy Myers yep. is really, really good. Yeah, in this. he's rocking this. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, then we go off to Central City, and we have Wally West. And I said, Derek, it's funny because you get a lot of Wally West here uh, very quick because this is the one character that if you were reading just the Teen Titans, you would know nothing about this character at all uh, because he's only been in Flash. So he's the new Kid Flash. So, they, you know, he, he spells it all out. Hey, I'm not as fast as the Flash. I'm this and that. But it, it's leading into the whole thing that he doesn't think that he's good enough. He's trying. People seem to they're they're typecasting him. They're freaking you know the police see a black kid and they want to arrest him. All that. So we're gonna yep. we're gonna get that. He's sort a of black thing. kid in a hoodie. Somebody got their Man. purse stolen. It's obviously him. Here's the thing. The guy just shows up and he has the purse. But yeah, it, it's it's a sad thing because he was trying to save the day. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he talks about I, the one thing though. He's like, yeah, it's even like that guy in the, that was going to the college, and I'm like, is this Len Bias? Remember Len Bias, Reggie? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what what the, what do we have the Len Bias story out of nowhere? Because it's very similar. Len Bias was drafted by the Celtics. He and uh, he did coke. Did supposedly for the first time the night he was drafted and died. Died right so there. So it's just Christ. odd. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm like, oh, they're talking about this basketball scholarship to a Big Ten school. He's going to go to the NBA. But then he went down to passed out on the train tracks. I'm like, huh. So he sees what appears to be a uh, like a homeless person or whatever. Now, I don't know if it's just because I was following the story so deeply at this point. But when he goes down in the subway and sees this guy on the train tracks, I immediately thought it was that guy he was talking about. Yeah, I thought the guy was like, maybe he was like going to kill he was himself still, now. He was still down there He's drinking. Still, hey, Eric. Those people are still down there. To this That's, day. To this day. The cabins <laughs> is this, are still is this the there. Way Wally, is this the way Wally West's costume looked at his latest? He Wasn't hasn't he really been Kid Flash yet. That's the I, thing. I he, love this costume. Yeah, I think it's he, awesome. I think that he kind, it kind of showed up this week, and it, but it hasn't been a big thing, and I, I do like the costume. See, Was I don't know blue? if it's the... What's that? That's it. Wasn't he the? Wasn't he blue at one time? What didn't he have a blue flash suit? I'm telling you, he he hasn't really been in suit that much. Uh, he came. He had from a the silver future. and red. Yeah, it was silver and red. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. 
Yeah, so I like this. I like this kid Flash. Costume. I I don't I don't know if it's the kid of me that watched Power Rangers so much, but seeing him in this and black, the kid? yeah, this black and red like uh, outfit he has on, I almost expected his suit to be black and red just because that's what he's wearing in the street clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I like yeah, the suit. I like the whole look, and uh, kind of yeah. wish it was black and red. Yeah, well, you want to play more. This is definitely a throwback to the original, you know. Oh yeah, Flash. definitely. Actually, I just like when he's running. Kid Flash was just a smaller version of Flash's suit. It's one when of the he's worst running down in the, in the yeah. the subway, I like that he runs by the ladies and their skirts go up. The one lady skirt, her skirt from going up. It's like his own private sexy. zapped. I I agree. Yeah, it's like zapped or me <laughs> online looking at upskirt videos, but I won't go into that because that's not appropriate here. But, that guy uh, on the bench right there definitely saw her her up. Oh but, yeah, that guy. Uh, he was always looking that whole time. That whole time. He was waiting <laughs> so for this moment. No, he had that paper up acting like he's reading, but he, we paper. all know he's looking. That paper was on his lap. That was trying <laughs> to hide shit. Uh, but yeah, they, they, he finds this like robot. It's very intricate. This, this is uh, the gas strangest robot. thing here. Yeah, and it's this robot. All of a sudden it beeps. It lets out a gas, and Damien shows up and gets him, and then says, nice costume. You look like a banana peel that just slipped on itself. <laughs> and I have to agree. Yeah. He's really fucking bright yellow. Yeah, he is. But then uh, they all wake up, and they are in some containment. Uh, Beast Boy wakes up last and tries to use his powers, and they find, you know, he's like, hey, hey. Uh, it almost reminds me of when uh, Luke tries to shoot, or no, Han. Han tries to shoot in the garbage uh, freaking area and it starts ricocheting yeah. and they say they've already tried that like Beast Boy was out of it so they had already tried to get out they can't it restrains you shocks you when you use your powors and this that's is where... also the same restraining thing we see in the Incredibles sure yeah, it is yeah, it is very cool and then uh, that's when Damien says hey you know good you're all awake you're probably wondering why I brought us all together and he's got it's syndrome, right? Yeah, yeah, syndrome. And when every when everybody's special, Eric, nobody's special. Nobody is. Uh, but yeah, and there's Goliath in the back, looking all Looks ominous. Badass. But it's you the know. best oh, Goliath God. ever looked. Goliath yeah, great. and Goliath is a great, great guy. So he yep. he looks mean, but he's not gonna be mean. He's he's gonna take well. I think him and Beast Boy are gonna fight it out a little. I think Raven and Goliath are gonna get it together. And, you think uh, that'll be, be, she'll be his, like, uh, you yeah, know? No, I just think that that's going to be somebody that she can kind of sit around with. I think it's going to help her out. That is they relate to each other. Yeah, yeah. I her, do. That'll, I, be her, that'll be her anxiety animal or I, whatever. I, I you think know? it will be. I, I just can't wait animal. for Beast Boy to turn into Goliath. That's what I'm saying. I think him and Goliath <laughs> are going to have it out. They're not going to get along very well. Uh, but of all these characters, I think that Beast Boy would get along with Damien the most. I, I, Beast Boy to me seems like he just is going to be anybody's best friend. He's a uh, yes man, just oh, to be yeah. a part of something. Yeah, he's just a yeah. party guy. He even says at the beginning, he's like, Tim says that I can always bring people together. That's my special power. I really do think that him and Damien are going to get along. I think that, uh, I think Wally is just going to want to get the hell out of there. He's There's going to be friction be there for sure, yeah. Yeah, and again, you're going to have Wally, and you, I think that you'll end up having that kind of story where Damien is going to say, look, everybody has me pegged as something. I want to be more than that, and then Wally will go with that. They'll have that all that interaction together. It'll be yeah. good. I, I just, it's Starfire seems weird. She's going to be the big sister. As I said, Next. so far, I like everybody on this team except for Starfire yeah. just because it doesn't make any goddamn yeah, sense. I, 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 if at some point she better get hit with a football and yell all my nose or something that gets me <laughs> in with that because she just doesn't – she doesn't fit with them. She no. doesn't at all. Uh, the rest of them, though, are awesome. I really like – and I really do like the book. 
Um, it shocks me that we didn't get more of Damien, but it's funny. We got enough of Damien because he's just Damien and he's gathering. Yeah. And in my mind, he probably thinks that he's going to let them out of these restraints and they're going to be so happy that he picked them because he's so awesome and he picked this team. And I really do think that's going to happen where he thinks everything's cool. Like, yeah. hey, now that I got you, I'm going to their restraints off and they're just going to go after him and they're going to have some big battle. Uh, they respect right him because he was able to. Uh, and he's awesome. Yeah, to him that he is proven. It's almost like you're right. It's almost like in the animal kingdom. He is now proven that he is badass, and they should just bow to him and, and go in. Almost you like socially uh, awkward fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's crazy, but I do like him, and uh, the art in this is incredible. I really think that we say I. Uh, this is really reviewers 101 that we joke about, but really the art fits the story so well. And the whole idea of a Teen Titans book and something that I like. And, yeah, I, I'm actually upset that I'm not reviewing it. Reggie, what do you think of that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What did, what did you give it? I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I really liked it. And I, I think all I'd the go, reasons you said. Yeah, I think I'd go 8, maybe even as high as an 8.5 because I liked it so much. Though, it's tough to go any more because you really don't get a lot. You're just getting exactly. backgrounds of the characters. Yeah. And, but That's why it I looked is, at it. Me and Eric said the one point, uh, a solid eight before in Trinity. This was about as much of a solid eight, I think, as that. Agreed. Especially it's with really the strong-ass art. Yeah, the artist. I would give it an yeah. eight as well. Yeah, I think I'd give Do it Do we know eight. if John Boy Myers is doing the rest yeah, of the I th- series? I think that he is the, the full-out series. I Thank think. God. I believe this is um, a monthly, right? This is yeah, no, this yeah. isn't biweekly. So yeah, Actually, I think he's doing I, we, all. We say yeah, and I'm saying yeah right off the bat. I have no idea anymore. These ones <laughs> that come out later uh, shock me sometimes. I actually wish or hope that it was bi-monthly because I like I want to. I actually this this uh, beginning this rebirth has got me very excited to see where it's going right away. Me as well. And a lot of them haven't done that, but this yeah. this has. But yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the next book, which is Batgirl, which me and Eric are a little in disagreement with you, Reggie. It seems that way, although I think we are closer in agreement than you think. Because it's not, <laughs> I, not like I, I know what you it, gave it. Believe me, we're not close. We're not close, close by a long I, shot. I think we differ on the visual Holy aspect my, of I think it. we might differ by five points. <laughs> that's all right. It happens. It okay. Happens. That's five uh, points. Batgirl number close. three. Written by Hope Larson, art by Raphael Albuquerque, Day and Dave McCaig. I don't want to dwell on it, but Barbara got her butt kicked by MMA champion Wen Lu. I mean, she really caught a beat down. She went down like a ton of bricks. Barbara Gordon got an ass whooping. Realizing that Wen Lu has the same arm tattoo as the crazy ninja girl from the first issue, she realizes her not-boyfriend Kai is in trouble, so she saves him from a kung fu master named the Moth and then protects him by splitting to South Korea. There she learns Wen Lu's terrible secret. She's going to study physics in college. Yeah, that was her. I like that she she finds this. Just jumping ahead. She goes into, first off, Wen Lu is training. She sneaks, goes into her goddamn locker and finds an entrance exam fucking physics book and goes, huh, I don't know what this is. It must be in code. Yeah. She. When did she become this stupid? I'm telling you, I, I say every goddamn issue how she's one of the smartest characters in yes. DCU. I think I've been full of fucking shit this entire time. Yeah, I think time. I have too. And and the people who are complaining now because they're starting to complain about this book. Uh, and they're saying, like, when is Batgirl going to act like Batgirl? And it's not like, oh, when's she going to put on the uniform and the outfit or whatever? Nope. 
did she? I don't know what happened. Did she leave her brain back in Burnside? Because she this, uh, she I may think have. Wen Lu might have fucking she been retarded. She, she knocked the fucking intelligence out of her, I guess, because I don't know what's going on in this. She jumps to conclusions. Uh, Reggie, you said it before we even started recording that she tries to cover up her mistakes by uh, becoming like giving a reason to them that isn't well, yeah, what it, it is. It seems like everything she says in this issue is an excuse. Yeah. Like, like for example, so she gets her ass beaten by Wen Yeah, Lu, that's how it starts. It's right after she and, got her ass beat, and she finds out that Wen Lu is deaf, and she's like, "Oh, well, she's deaf. That means she can hyper focus yeah. on fighting, and then she can see into the future." And it's like, "No, bitch." No. You got fucked up. You got you, fucked up. Just, just you admit got, to yourself. You got distracted by that tattoo, and you got your ass handed to you. That's, That's what it's happened. Simple as that. We've got that explanation she tries to give there. So when she fights Wen Lu again in disguise as the moth, she's like, I'm ready for your tricks now. I'm like, there was no trick. There she just no straight trick. up punched you in the face. And you really, if, if anything that I thought uh, – was Barbara Gordon and how she became Batgirl, and maybe I'm way off, but where I thought, number one, very smart. Yeah. Uh, where really pushed the eidetic memory is always pushed recently uh, more so. But the other thing that I always thought about her was she was one that if you fought with her, if you fought her, Batman trained her. Say it's just with Batman, and Batman goes and punches her, knocks her down. She learns from everything. So the yeah. next time, so instead of doing it that way, what she does, like Eric said later, she's like, I'm up for you. They make it sort of not mystical, but fucking hokey. Like she, if she's an MMA fighter and Wenlu beats the shit out of her, there's no way that Wenlu is going to do that again because Barbara is too smart. She learns from that. She uses identic memory to learn. This ends up being, like you said, all of a sudden, oh, she's deaf. That means, like Fruit Bat, she can hyperfight. She doesn't even yeah. know shit about Fruit Bat. She's <laughs> jumping to conclusions about Seriously. Fruit Bat, too, because it was an old lady that could have handed her ass to her as well. She makes up all these things, and it's not Barbara Gordon. This is so weird that she has gone off to Asia and I don't even recognize the character anymore, let alone I'm a huge fan of Raphael Albuquerque. I don't know who the hell he's drawing in half of these panels. Oh, God. I, I think the art – I'm looking at the one where she's like – she's fighting Wen Lu uh, and they're telling – she's actually thinking back at the fight. And the one where she's about to see the tattoo, she I don't even know who that is. She has like the, a grimacing she's look grimacing. on her. Grimacing. Yeah, it's terrible. That's your fight face, bro. That's where we differ is I I love the art and the plotting of this book. I think it's the hugely the book's strength. I think the story has kind of uh, fallen apart pretty poorly in many ways. I I, I don't 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 really understand the relationship. Because the story is nothing. It's just I'm I'm really not sure why she's even in Asia anymore. Is she still trying to learn this move or is she there to to beat up? She's trying to find the teacher, Reggie. The teacher. Where does Kai even fit in? Is this her is is this her boyfriend? What's his thing with his grandfather or something? I'm I'm really confused yeah. now. Well, he he has uh, said that the one guy he has hooked up with the one guy who has become rich and he's selling something, but she he won't say what or we don't know. Uh, Barbara, after this fight, uh, comes to thinks about it and then heads back to uh, the apartment. And that's where the moth is. And she knows. She's like, I know you are. I know who you are, Wen Lu. So she knows it's Wen Lu. The thing is, though, we've never heard her say the moth. 
No. Nobody's and later on in the moth once. No, the moth just comes as she like just think that that's what she looks like. And obviously, when Lou isn't saying shit, she's deaf. She doesn't talk. So who told them the moth? Hey, Lou Ferrigno talks. Yeah, I can learn everything you need. Well, when, right, when, she, when she gets when, when Batgirl uh, punches her out the window and she sprints and her she arms, so that she cape, does look got, like a moth. Thing. Sort of has like a mothy, you know, pattern still. on it, I guess. But, yeah. but still, it's not right. like she's like. It's not like she's like, huh? That outfit suggests that that would be a moth. No, then she finds out. She finds a spy cam. Where, where at, is she somewhere. finding the spy cam? I don't this know. This little tiny fucking thing. Yeah, and I don't even know. It, at one point, I thought it was on her. But then I guess well, it's on I, the I, thing. I it's peeping Eric, on Eric fucking. Eric doesn't realize that some people actually they have uh, sharp vision. It's not like they're looking through, you know, two giant. Uh, I don't maybe know. I'm not the best person to bitch about this, but I'm just <laughs> saying, it's tiny as hell. I don't know. It's she, like, she... where the hell did she find her shoes? I don't know. <laughs> she she finds it, and it looks like a uh, like Shit just a plug. Man. I, I, it looks so stiff. But she's like, oh, a spy cam. That must be why Moth came here, huh? Oh. It, like nothing, and then it's transmitting data. I'll trace it. So these people have come there and left something just for her. It's such a force way for and her to find out. Kai in the bathroom. Yeah, Dude, Kai's in the bathroom. And this That's is the thing. he was what? perfectly. I mean, he was he was safe as houses the whole time. She's there to save him. He's just like in the bathroom with a fucking chair propped up, like yeah. it's like a, This is like an episode of Three's Company. Or something yeah, yeah. Well, she goes in Three's and then. Proud. Poor, all that happens oh. is she <laughs> got she got the shit kicked out of her by Wen Lu. Wen Lu then left the fight and immediately went to go get Kai. Who knows? But that's where Barbara starts yelling at Kai. We don't know anything about Kai, so she's angry. We think that Kai's bad, but she just out of the blue, she's like, "I know there's something you're not telling me," and it's so weird. These it, conclude- their whole relationship has made. Yeah. No sense to me. I well, mean, at at times it seems like she, he's pulling the switcheroo on her. She's yeah. screwed with him. Yeah. Uh, I'm unclear about that whole and thing. And she even says, he even says like, oh, what, you think someone's looking for me? All my stuff is worthless? And then she's like, that's not it. And then he goes, oh, what, you think someone gave me a suspicious package at the airport? Because no. What? What is going on? And then they're just playing. I and think then, we're um, all missing a big part here because when she, when – Batgirl enters the room. She says, "Kai, it's Batgirl." But Barbara Gordon lets him out of the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another thing too. Is he? He's he's shouting to her that he knows Batgirl's there, but Barbara Gordon's the one lets him out. So, do do they know? Like that's the I thing don't I don't understand. Is it just they know that that she's Batgirl? I and they don't, don't think don't he talk does. About it? I don't know. It he does it then claim. Does. Eventually, he he wises up and says, "You're you're acting nuts," and she is. She yeah. acts like a nut. And then he's like, hey, if you're worried about the room, I'll cover the damage. And she's like, fuck you. Have fun in China. And leaves. And then she, then she's at the airport leaving because now she's finding out the coordinates of where this, uh, spy cam, it's going back to. And, uh, she, it, I, I'm, she, it's in Seoul, Korea. She's going to head there. Um, but then she's just like, I don't know if Kai's telling the truth. It's so bad. You think that's bad? Wait till she gets on the uh, the uh, the airplane. Oh yeah. god, the this is the worst fucking. I doesn't like this is the Bill Dozier Batman mo- yeah. moment. I was yeah, telling but you. It, I'm telling you though that this is where it fully loses me because that's not Barbara Gordon. 
This isn't this isn't Bill Dozier Batman. This is supposed <laughs> to be Batgirl where she's going off to Asia to learn more about herself because of the shit that happened in Burnside. She's not learning shit. She's making up stuff in her head. She's and yeah, this guy is uh he's selling a uh, mixed berry flavored water soluble probiotic. And yep. yeah, she's like, she's a bitch too. He's talking. Yeah. She starts putting on, it's like, uh, she starts putting on the headphones and stuff. But yeah, this guy's like, Hey, I'm selling bacteria. I don't care. My wife took my kids, half my paycheck, but I don't care. She couldn't take my bacteria. And that's where Barbara's like, I get it. Bacteria. That's what it is. That Which this is, is like, bioencryption. <laughs> Kai is transporting bioencrypted bacteria. He didn't have food poisoning in Okinawa. He had information poisoning. Shut the fuck up. Like, like what? what is it? I'm getting information poisoning right now. I, I better, you know, I better go take something. But then, yeah, I, she's I talking to this guy. over and, and, and over again. 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 What's that? Sorry. Said, I complained over and over again about the Batgirl Burnside. This is worse right now. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. It really is. There is nothing to this. If I had this book, I'd be dropping it quicker than Eric's old girlfriends in high school dropped him near prom. Right, Ooh. Eric? Prom or Valentine's Day. They didn't want to get him a card. They dropped it. was Christmas, it. Jim. It was Christmas. Oh, yeah. And, you, and once you never again, want... once again Barbara can't admit that she just ate shitty food, that he did not like the shitty yeah. food that she made him eat. Like, just face the fact you were a bitch. You made him eat tentacles. Yeah. And he, he got up. sick. <laughs> That's all there no, is to it. He didn't get sick. Information, information poisoning. poisoning. Uh, and then at that point, I'm like, is he like a mule that he's got like balloons of bacteria in him? I don't know what's no, going Jim, on. Balloons Infra- of information. Of information. <laughs> he knows too much. Word and balloons. What? What is the is uh, information poisoning? Like he has our podcast in him, and it's all the talk about diarrhea and stuff. I made up sick. Pretty much. I don't know what's going on. I think I'm getting information poisoning again. But yeah, she she gets to Korea, and I think that Hope Larson is a foodie because no mm-hmm. matter where Barbara goes, she's got to try that food. Yeah, and I, no I don't who's know. Who's in danger? I think at one point Hope Larson was told like you learn a culture through the food. So every time she goes to a new place, this shows. Hey, I know Korea. Look, they're eating spicy rice cake stew. I've never heard of such a thing. Looks like meatballs to me. You guys uh, don't want to have any spicy rice cake stew? I would love to have rice cake stew. I don't – when when I have Asian food and they Uh, say spicy, it's beyond spicy. Like I'm (laughs) telling you, when they say – especially like Thai food that I've had, they're like, hey, it's kind of spicy. That means it's inferno and it's going to – I'm going to shit fire for three weeks. You know, it's like Eric with his chicken vandaloo. Right. You know, that's that's kind of spicy. No, Eric had problems for weeks. That was terrible. We're going to have that? some kimchi, fellas, when you yeah. come into town. We'll I have, have a nice bowl of kimchi. I'm telling you, my uh, Ekachai Luktong, my roommate uh, in college, he's uh, his parents are from Thailand. I had some crazy shit, and I had some really hot-ass kimchi. What was that and name again? Ekachai Luktong. That's fucking hot as hell. His, his brother's <laughs> name was Tanenchai Luktong. And his sister's name was Anne. <laughs> I always laughed. I said they gave up. They gave up on the third kid. And and but yeah, uh, Barbara's there. She eats, and now she's going to head to where the signal is. It's on top of this uh, skyscraper being built. She goes up, and it's a trap. It's Admiral Akbar jumps out. It's a trap, but there's the creepiest free. Is this guy who's up there? He's in full out construction worker garb, including you, you, you breather. One important thing: first, she goes to Wenlu's gym and yeah, takes yeah. advantage of the fact that she's deaf 
to sneak into her locker. Yeah, that was the big and part. And find we'll talk out about that early. she's uh, she's uh, she's going into yeah. college to take. I like. Physics. She's like, huh? What is this? Some kind of study guide. Now we've already learned that she kind of now maybe she doesn't know Korean. Um, but she I'm sure has, she does. She did know most of it, but she doesn't know what it is. She's like, what's an MMA MMA fighter doing with this? Could be in code. No, I think I think that when Lou wants to better her world and, yeah. and go back to college or go to college to take physics. That's all it seemed, right? I, I I don't see why it's so suspicious, and it's not like it's in a non-Korean language. It's in Korean, so. Well, the one, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's almost like this is almost like she is now the man with the one left, one red shoe, or something. Yeah. Like. Shit is normal around her, or she's actually uh, what's his name, the piece of shit in True Lies, who has this made-up fucking spy Bill thing. That, yeah, Bill Paxton. Yeah. yeah. It's this made-up fucking spy life that he's yeah. trying. I think that she is looking into this. The stuff man who made, knew too little yeah she just, yeah, yeah. can't admit she can't admit to herself that a deaf woman who's very smart beat the living beat shit the living <laughs> just she's face like it. Just there's face no way it. some no handicap can take me down also yeah. also you you have to go back to where she, the tattoo remember what the tattoo said dude student she may just be a student. She's going go. to college, and she's like, you know what? I want to remember what I am. Boom, tattoo. I'm a student. I'm uh, here. I am. I brand my ass. I'm a student. What about Sailor Clown? I don't, yeah, no, they're fucked up. So I'm sick. just talking. Wen Lu. Wen Lu is uh, joined the MMA to get money to go to goddamn college. But That's Sailor all Clown, she wants. Sailor Clown has the same tattoo. Yeah, but the, I think that she went to college too. They're in the same class. They both the introductory physics. What They're about probably hard in the hat? same sorority? I bet. Mister Hardhat. Hard hat? I don't know this guy. It's so funny to me in, in comics and anything, even movies or whatever. Is this guy just hanging out every day, waiting yeah. for Batgirl to come? That's like, hey, I'm gonna hire you. You have to dress up like a worker, though. When Batgirl does come. You don't have to keep up the ruse that long. Why is he dressed like this? He's ready to fight immediately. And he's he's also taking the college uh, scholastic ability the soon test. Young. Oh, it's so ridiculous. I, I, I think what it is is that the guys that do construction on this, this uh, skyscraper also have to be expert martial arts fighters. That's just yeah. a just ready to get all Asians have to be. Yeah, and really... Who else is working though? Nobody else is there, and then the moth shows up. Here we yeah, go. It is like 11 p.m. or something. I mean, yeah, like, why is he yeah. there? And then he pretends he's like, "Hey, miss, you shouldn't be here." And she's like, "Hey, I'm sorry." And then he starts flexing. He's ready to fight. I'm like, "Up, oh, the jig is up. Yeah, we're out." Uh, I have but, heard yeah. the Asians are hard workers. You are a jerk. <laughs> this is actually like before he's he's doing the calisthenics. It's just you know beat up a westerner is yeah. their new version of calisthenics. Uh, the moth shows up and yeah, next it's teacher takes Batgirl to school. Boom. <laughs> Bullshit. What did you give it, Reggie? I give it a seven out of ten. Get oh, the fuck not, out of here. <laughs> we're not we're not five we're not five off because I give it a three. I think so? it was awful. I think it was nonsense. I don't have any reason why I would ever tell anybody to read this. And the the first couple issues that you know, and the, I was okay with. I yeah, thought, okay, we're getting there. Or it's kind of fun. This is not fun. It's it's nonsense. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. So you, would, what would you give it, uh, Aaron? I'd give it a four out of ten. Yeah, you don't like to go under a four. I did it three. I, <laughs> it's, it's just really fucking bad. That's I'm terrible. telling you the story. The story does not – I mean it moves. It just moves ridiculously yeah. how we get to each part. It shuffles sideways or something. The, I don't exactly. know how it moves. The art, I just – it's terrible. It's not good. 
I like and that's really different. I love the art and I love the plotting in this well, book. So here's much. the I thing with so, me. It's wild. The thing with me, yeah, here's the thing, though. You go at it as a a thing where you actually like nonsense and craziness and (laughs) shit. It's not even that I don't like that. I like a story that makes sense. Barbara's making up shit in her head, and it's just ridiculous. And if this was Six Pack and Dog Wilder, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I see. I don't know where they're going with this This because this is Batgirl. This is Batgirl, and she's supposed to be a smart girl who is trying to get her life together she has gone off the deep end i wouldn't listen guys she's smart she's just not smart as an asian well she is not street smart just Just like you just like all there is there is not a lot of backgrounds in this book it's a lot of non-background and the character art to me is fucking horrendous and i am a big big out raphael albuquerque fan there are parts. There's one I'm even looking at. The part where she shows up at the at the uh, to get Kai at the hotel, and you have uh, the moth leaving, and she looks like a pig. And I'm not making this up. She has a pig nose. She Calm doesn't down, have Donald a nose. Trump. She doesn't have a nose. She has two holes in her head. I don't know what the fuck is going and on she there. She put on about sixty pounds this year, you know. Yeah, I will I tell you though, in my in my mind, as much as I hated the art, I think it did get better after she got off the plane. It was okay on that. Just the character art just is so inconsistent throughout this whole thing that I think it's nonsense. But yeah, uh, fuck this book. Uh, uh, let's move on. What happened? What, what the that, fuck happened? I, what in this book? Yeah, just I don't in know. The series, I mean. The, actually, the the longest part of of work and story in this is her sitting on a fucking plane with a guy selling bacteria. It's fucking ridiculous. I think that's Eric the story it, of my life, guys. Fuck that. <laughs> Eric spelled it out the best. Is that he wants Burnside Batgirl back? Yeah, he it's crazy. It. He Maybe got so much point. crap for that book, and now he wants it back. Where's Cameron Stewart? Co- it wasn't his fantasies. Call Cameron Stewart. <laughs> Call him up, Eric. Uh, where, tell him to get back here. Where's Babs Tar at? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Hope Larson. I, I, actually, after I read this, because the big news this week was that Raphael Albuquerque is going to be off the book and they have a new artist, I would just get the whole team. Yeah, fucking, cause it's got to revamp. You want to rebirth they, they just have to get her back to Gotham and get this nonsense over I, with. Because I just really hope terrible. that Christian Wild Goose can bring something decent to the art. I'm telling you, I love that name. And uh, he looked like a cool dude to me. <laughs> he looked like a guy. I, I don't know. You, who does, Reggie? He was going on and on at work today. Tell me, man, he just looks like a cool dude. I'm like, what do you mean by that? He looks like a fun guy. He I like his very look. nice. What? You saw the you saw the uh, you saw the picture of him. Would you yeah. say that he looked like like? Oh man, he looks like a real dick. He looked like a fun guy. No, I usually don't think that about people. Didn't no. he look like just like a a guy who you'd meet and he'd be very polite? He's got and a very giant nice. forehead. I'll t- I'll give him that. Yeah, he, he did, but he, he looked, looked like he was right. very nice. He, he, looked, he looked like an all right, an all right You know what it is? He, he didn't seem threatening. He wouldn't punch me in the balls if I met him. I'm like, hey, Christian, he wouldn't punch me in the balls. He so wouldn't is fucking... that why Frank Thierry scares the shit Fuck. out of you? you Frank Thierry would probably fucking rip my head off and shit down my fucking throat, <laughs> my neck, and then make me say thank you. Fucking Greg Some of these Pulo other guys. Pop your head like a zit or something. You, Brett Booth, you say the wrong thing, that guy's gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, some of these guys are very scary. He looked like a very nice guy. He looks like a guy who, like, I would say, oh, you know what, I gotta go he's home. Be, my he's my kids playing. For him. He looks like he like plays a lot of D and D. Yeah, like uh-huh. he's a real cool dude. He likes. Right. He he listens to some cool. I heard that he likes Blondie. 
uh, Reggie. Oh, yeah. What What's you, his favorite song? What do you think of that? His favorite song is The Tide is High. He oh, well, told fuck me. him. He's an asshole. He's <laughs> a total uh, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> that so, is your least favorite Blondie song, isn't it? I don't know if it's my least favorite, but, you know, when you when you are as, you know, steeped in Blondie music as I am, <laughs> songs like songs like The Tide is High, Rapture, The Heart of Glass, you, you know, I've heard them too many times. I don't want to hear them well, anymore. I'll tell you, you said to me, because this is a little joke uh, behind the scenes, we were going to uh, try to interview Jimmy Palmiotti and he, their new uh, arc, him and Amanda Connor, their new arc in Harley is going to be involving the uh, punk scene of New York, the hardcore underground like punk scene or yeah, whatever. Like and Reggie wanted too. to talk to them about Blondie. And when you first told me that, I'm going to ask him about Blondie, I thought you meant the fucking comic strip. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck? What are you going to ask if Dagwood cheated What's on Dagwood Blondie? What's Dagwood up to? I'm like, what the fuck does What's they know about fucking Dagwood Blondie? Sandwich? Yeah, does anybody yeah, know that? about Blondie? I'm really, I'm what like... A, the, the arc is called Eat to the Beat, right? That's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a Blondie song. Yeah. And and tell, fuck that. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Jimmy Palmiotti to me, I don't know what t- type of music I thought he liked. Fucking Tom Petty or something. Oh, I, I mean, like I don't, I don't, I'm sure he likes that shit. Who knows? Well, there's whoa, nothing's whoa, whoa. wrong with Tom Petty. like Tom Petty. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, you know, that guy must have fallen off the face of the earth. I, I have not heard of Tom, from Tom Petty in a long time. I feel like I saw him uh, at an award show a few years ago. Yeah. And he- he looked like shit. Well, here's the I, thing. I he was always he was always such a young, good-looking fellow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Fucking crazy. Like, that guy looked like he was 50 when he was three. <laughs> like Iggy Pop. Yeah, holy crap. At least Iggy Pop just destroyed himself. Tom Betty was just an old-looking, ugly dude yeah, when he was a teen. He, oh, always yes. lo- he always looked like Beaky the Vulture from Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, he did. Donnie, after I watched that uh, uh, can't, Don't Come Around Here No More video, I'm like, yeah. he is the perfect Mad Hatter. Yeah, he was he pretty good with that. Smirk. He had that crazy smirk. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the last book. Last uh, book of the section. Yes, of this section. Is Suicide Squad number three, written by Rob Williams, art by Jim Lee, Scott Williams, Alex Sinclair, backup art by Philip Tan. Three rules for the proper care and feeding of General Zod. One, don't expose him to direct sunlight. Two, don't call him Jenny Z. And number three, most importantly, don't ever, never release him from his weird ball of phantom zone without kryptonite or, barring that, a samurai sword infected by souls of the lives that is claimed. Zod rampages after we confirm he's incinerated Captain Boomerang, but a couple of swipes from Katana's soul takers soothe the savage beast. Also featured, Harley Quinn and Deadshot mow down about three dozen heavily armed Russian soldiers using some insane guns they found. Around the Suicide Squad, they call that Tuesday. Ah. Yes, yes. Are you allowed to get them wet after midnight? Yes, them? that you can do. It's get them nice. wet after midnight? Is that what you just said to me? I don't know. Get the I, fuck out of here. I told you, I've never seen the movie. Fr- I assume you mean by frigging his asshole, right? Yeah, that, well, I only watched yeah. Gremlins like a half throw that time we were going to have that 80 strike back. Are you kidding me? No. He's a monster. I'm telling you. Why do I have to watch that movie? You never saw Gregory's Girl. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Compare Gregory's Girl to fucking Gremlins. I bet you if you look up right now, it's better rated. I bet you online, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever, Gregory's Girl will have a better rating by far than Gremlins. You Gremlins look it up right is now, why we have talking. a PG-13 rating, isn't that true? No, I'm not saying rating. I'm that saying people Temple reviewing Doom. it. People reviewing it. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I, it's 
<laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm telling you, you've never seen Gregory's this. Girl. It's one of the biggest coming of age movies ever. It's yeah. huge Scottish right, movie. Yeah. IMDb give uh, Gregory's Girl a 7. That's IMDb. That's people who watch it. That's not an official rating. I need reviewers ratings, not some fucking assholes like you who get IMDb on there and rate. IMDb gave Gregory's Girl a 7.1 out of 10, and they also gave Gremlins a 7.2 out of I'm 10. I'm telling you, that Ooh. that is just that's just people nobody and how many ratings? There's probably a thousand ratings for the, the Gremlins because people have seen it. Gregory's Girl is a Scottish film that nobody in the United States have seen. I'm sorry, Jim only watches foreign flicks. He's like that. Yeah, yeah you'll see. You are, Kev. you are very. You'll uh, see. Fans. Kev, Kev, and Chris from fucking Three Six Five Flicks will write in. They'll tell you it's one of their favorite movies of all time. They love it. Yeah, it's but they're Scottish movie. except for the one guy who's Welsh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get on with this stupid thing. I'm already gonna. I'm about to tune out up with you guys and go make a sandwich. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have here. Uh, I like this issue. Um, I don't Me know, too. and I don't care what people say. I actually like the whole concept of how this is set up with 12, 13 pages of Jim Lee art story, and then they go to these backups. I think it goes well, and I think that the for the most part now in the three issues that we've gotten since Rebirth, the 12 to 13 pages have all been good. There's no filler. It's fucking – now, you could say almost that this whole issue may be filler, uh, but it's exciting. And it's good. I like the art in it. I really. I mean, do my think... problem is it makes me think of the last arc when they spent fucking five issues in that castle or whatever yeah. it was. You know, well, this, again, might, you, this you looks do... like it might be five issues in a yes. Russian prison. Well, you do have to remember, though, legitimately going against what I said, though. But five issues of this is really only two and a half real yeah. issues. Yeah. We're only so... on the set. We're only on the first half of our second issue yeah. right now. Yeah, we yeah. would actually be in the second. So it it comes off like that. But I like that. I don't know. I I go to read it and it's very quick and you get through that. And I part. have a good time the entire time. I do. Time. I have a yeah, good time I, every I, I time. I have a good time with it too. It's a, I'm enjoying it. It's it's a lot funnier than uh, it was before. Yeah. I, I really I don't think it's like a gut buster, but no. There were but moments. It's, it's got some moments. But you also have to remember too, like this, like you said, this would have been the second half of the second issue. First half. And, or the first half of the second issue where. You would have had, like, the middle issue of, like, even if this was a three-issue, four-issue arc, this would be the time where it's going to be a lot of this fight, a lot of talk or whatever in the middle part. And so I it, I like it. And yeah. I like the dialogue. I like the way it's set up. Like you said, Reggie, about the background, I really like the pacing in, the, in these issues. And really, to me, the pacing is just, it's just balls to the wall. Action, I really like it. I do like the art. And you got Zod. So the last, the big thing at the end of last issue was that they went to Russia. They went to this uh, undersea prison. And when they got there, they found out that there was a Phantom Zone type deal. Boomerang went up. He got disintegrated, which it looked like. And we kind of people were saying, "Oh no, he's in the he's in the Phantom yeah, Zone." Yeah, we, we were holding out hope. That, it uh, doesn't. I I said last week, I or the last time two weeks ago, I thought there was shin bone, and they even spell it out. Oh, he's disintegrated above the yep. shins. And Eric was yelling, "I think there's a foot in that boot." Oh yeah. And and yeah, and you have Zod, and the big thing was then Zod was free of the Phantom Zone. And that's where we pick up here, and Zod's going to town. The funny thing is, I was listening to another podcast, and they didn't say Zod through the whole thing. They just kept saying the general. Oh, the general. Great, well, wait, so you can get and, online. Yeah, and me and Eric, that's what happened. Me and, I told Eric, and it was throwing me off. It completely throwed Eric off. 
I see why they did this because they really didn't know who Zod was and he's yelling through the whole thing. I'm a general. I'm the general. And they really went with that. Doesn't but it, he it, say it, Zod at the end of... He does say Zod, but I'm telling you, they just kept saying the general and it was yeah. driving me nuts and I see why they were doing Come this. Come to the general and save some time. Come to the general and save some time. <laughs> and it, yeah, and while I'm reading this, it's still like Eric said after I talked to him, he's like, I know it's General Zod, but the general part just keeps throwing me off. Like yeah. it, it didn't sound right. But yeah, he's there. I don't, I'll tell you, the only thing I didn't like here, I don't like that hacker girl at all. Uh, Hell, what is she doing? Why, what is it's she, just, she I forgot what she files? was doing. Like, why was she? What is she doing? She's downloading all the information that the Russian prison has into yeah, herself. That they have, and uh, just, she, I, at leave. the one point, you know, you're not, you're not employed by Amanda Waller. No. Just leave. You're, you're yeah, it's just leave weird. Now. But then at the one point, she says, "Hey, I'm going to be the biggest, baddest." Uh, villain, and I thought, yeah, you're you're gonna die. You're gonna I, die. I soon. really liked her interaction with uh, Enchantress when she finally came out, though, yeah, because okay. Enchantress, I figured, would be the wild card. She comes out, she falls right in line. I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I just the the thing that I just like, like Reggie said, like, who the fuck is this? That's all I kept thinking. Like, really, I want more. You know, Deadshot. I want a little more Croc, and you know, but we're gonna get this. Oh, well, we're talking eight. about last issue how Deadshot really had nothing to do. Yeah, Croc yeah. is that way this issue. Yeah, Definitely Croc good. has nothing. It's almost like he is not there. He's uh, just this, getting hit the entire time. This is kind of fu- funny because it is kind of the Enchantress. You think it's the Enchantress entrance into the thing. She really doesn't do much. She just no. gets slapped. I actually silly. thought that was funny. It was <laughs> funny because you're like, like jumps I, in and then he just throws Croc. And at really. Her. Everybody who's talking, me and Eric were talking about Zod and the general, they call him. And uh, while we were while we were talking, we like kind of with the team and all this. And it's obvious. And Eric said, Enchantress is the only one who can really do anything against him, it seemed. And that's what it seemed like. OK, here we go. It's pretty generic. She's going to do this. He just slaps her aside. <laughs> it says silence. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the crock. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, uh, Zod is going to kill Hacker. Just Hack is just going to punch her. And I actually was hoping for that. Uh, but yeah, that's when Katana steps Download the interrupted. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Corrupt. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I liked it though. I like Katana. I always yeah, Katana have. really stepped up here. I really, cause I'm not a fan of Katana, but no. she was really came off oh, badass yeah. for like, She's just coming awesome. in between Zod. And hack, but they're sort of my. That was badass. I never saw that coming. For no. some, I forget that she's even in this book. Yeah, yeah, because she's kind of on the side. She's another one that even in the movie, same thing happened. She showed up as like a helper to Rick Flag, and then really didn't do much. And it was kind of like that. This is her issue. She goes against Zod here with with the sword, the Soul Stealer, and also. Uh, the backup is her as well. But yeah, she's fighting Zod. She just slices him. She is badass. I love Katana. And this Katana and in the backup is, I'm telling you, you might as well just read this and, and skip that goddamn Senti garbage that we got to do <laughs> two before. This is so much better than any of that. That's it is all I really kept thinking good. about when reading this. Like Jim had oh to read that whole God. thing. When, I mean, one of the things was a guy attacked Katana and legitimately was taunting her to throw her off her game and said, your husband said you couldn't make toast. That no, was a line. And she's like, no, that. he's like, 
He said you could only mess up a bed. You couldn't make one. Don't you say that about my... And it was so bad. This is awesome. And the really Rob Williams, if anything, even from the Martian Manhunter series, uh, his dialogue is awesome. And he... In this book, he really does prove to me that he can write a team book and everybody does have an individual voice. This does not seem like a guy who is just right. I'm telling you, Blue Beetle with Keith Giffen, everybody has the same voice. Keith Giffen's voice. This is like you see Katana, there's Katana. You see Harley, Harley's great in this. And it is Harley to me. Harley was really good. I I think that's one of Rob's Rob Williams' biggest strengths. But one of the one of the problems is that we're I think we're seeing there's so few pages that Often a couple of characters need to sit out. Yeah, every they, they time do sit that, it out that's a life, bit. You know? I'm telling and, you, the yeah. Rob Williams, I think he prefers writing for teams because he even turned the Martian Manhunter book into a team book. Yeah, he turned that's that true. into a team. He turned it's Martian true. Manhunter himself into and, a team. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's where Harley Harley runs off from this fight and she's like, she sees an out. She's like, I laugh hey, my ass off. I'm getting yeah. the fuck out of here and runs right into high tech armored Russian guards that have, yeah. that have appeared. They start shooting and that's when she's like, you know, turn, it's, it's a classic comedy routine where she's like, oh, I'm getting the fuck away from these losers. And then these guys show up and she's like, oh, hey, where's my team? My loving team. She's running <laughs> back to them. And yeah, she heads back. Shit's going bad. When she gets back there, freaking Zod is bloody. He's shooting fucking heat vision I, I around. Love, I love this. That Rick Flagg is just like on his shoulders, just shooting yeah, him in the just face. Shooting that him is head to distract him. part of this book. <laughs> Yeah, that Rick Flag just on his shoulder, shooting his gun into his head over and over again, trying to do something. Yeah, trying to distract him. Then you see Katana that looks like a demon at that point. And the best is Croc. Croc is there and he's cradling Enchantress, trying to see if she's okay. He's yeah. a nice guy, that Croc. Oh, uh, Waylon. Yeah, it's really uh, and Croc yeah, to he's me the in this one book kind of knocked her out. So Croc, well, yeah. he kind of got knocked in. Yeah, uh, but still, I think Croc in this book to me is just like Clayface in the Detective Comics. He's totally. like supposed to be this monster, but he, he misunderstood wants to character. Good. Yeah, yeah, and that's where Harley goes back and uh, starts yelling to Deadshot, "Hey, these fucking guys are here. We got to do this." And that's when Deadshot's like, "Yeah, Flag's kind of busy." <laughs> and then they go to him and yeah you see him he is just shooting round after round into the side of zod's head who is just gone berserk and is of heat visioning everything in sight and it's really it's really cool um but that's where you have hack and she's like hey i see the schematics it said there's this fucking munitions cabinet and it is very it is again it's this is very like you said it's not laugh out loud funny like like a harley book where you try to get these crazy jokes yeah. the situations are funny to me and it's funny that out of nowhere they just open a wall and there is a million guns and shit <laughs> for them and yep. it's like very it's very convenient it's very funny and that's where they are armed to the teeth and her and deadshot and she's like hello boys and they just start going to town against these guys and then it ends crazy uh, I mean, it's, 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 that happens in like four panels. That's what's so yeah. funny about it. Is oh, it yeah. It's not even important. The fact that like, no. the like 20, uh, you know, heavily armed uh, Russian soldiers show up, it's not even a problem. They just no. kill them all within and like And in fact, you know, at one half. point, they <laughs> are standing on a heap of soldiers. Yeah. They're just <laughs> there. And they're like, oh, I guess we're done. And then that's when Harley's like, oh, fuck me. And then yep. they go and they look, and it's the freaking Annihilation Brigade. The Annihilation right Brigade, including yeah. Orko from He-Man is in the back. You see I that? I see him there. He does. Yeah. <laughs> that's Shadow you... Weaver from She-Ra. 
Yeah, right. oh, they, they are crazy. I just like uh, I don't know. Are you aware of the Annihilation Brigade? Are they anything no. from before? Are they never new? Heard of them. I, I have never like, heard of them. I tried looking them up and couldn't find anything. Okay, well, I like Blockhead, who says peanut. No, that's, that's Hammerhead favorite. in my mind. Oh, yeah, it is Hammerhead. Yeah. You're right. You can't see them. I wanted to call him Blockhead. I like <laughs> them all. They look they look awesome. We got like, oh, they, you know, they a nuclear are awesome. guy, and we got like yeah. melty. You know, guy with an eye patch, and we got uh, Shadow Weaver from Shira. This is a great team so yeah, far. Yeah, the one guy who says the Annihilation Brigade, it looks a little like the, he might be the Russian Atomic Skull. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like. Well, like yeah, kind of I, Atomic Skull and Chemo combined. Yeah, and Chemo. He has that Chemo suit. I really do. Yeah, that's Hammerhead, all right. I like him that he says peanut. Peanut. Is that that he's saying, oh, nuts? No, who knows? Know what he's. Just he's peanut. just saying peanut. I hope that that's all he says. I hope that every time they talk to me, he has the symbol peanut. And and just to tell everybody who doesn't have the book, he's not saying peanut. It is the it, it's a peanut. It's a word bubble. It's a peanut. I like it. I think they look awesome. It really reminds me, actually, if you want me to t- say what this reminds me of, it reminds me of a lot of the villains in uh, Justice League 3000. I can see what that. The, even the art, and it really looks good. And and to me. I was not uh, Jim Lee to me as this series has gone on in these twelve pages or, or whatnot. This is the best one I think. This this issue's art I think is by far the best. At, but each issue is getting better because I remember even the rebirth. I thought I don't know. Everybody goes on about Jim Lee, and every time I, I actually get to see something, it never looks really that great. Uh, I think this issue looks really really good. I think all I, the books really look good though. Yeah, I, I'm really I loving the, the series. I like the backup art a lot where they have the guest artist, uh, but I did just that first rebirth issue to me just did not impress me with Jim Lee's art the way this one really did. Like I got done and it may be that awesome last page, but even so I thought, boy, that looks really kick ass. I mean, I, you... I've already told, I've already said that, you know, whereas I don't think Jim Lee's a bad artist. I've never really liked his style, but this one. This issue yeah. definitely stood yeah. out to me as being something I enjoyed actually, more. A lot and of scenes. Actually, awesome. the, I think me and you talked about it, Reggie. I don't, uh, me and Eric talked about the, we did the rebirth. You weren't around and me and Eric, I think did the rebirth or the number one together, but me and you, Reggie, have talked separately. And at one point we even said that with the quality of the Jim Lee art that we saw, we were surprised that like he couldn't do a whole issue. Right. Like, yeah. It wasn't like this one. It's starting to get to the point where the guy's bad with deadlines anyway, yeah. like any other art. But at least I can see, like, boy, the 12 pages that there were there were kick-ass. Yeah, he poured so, a lot into those. Yeah, I, sure. I didn't feel ripped off, but I haven't. I, people who were so upset, I said it at the beginning, I'm not that upset about him only doing a half issue and then us getting these backups because the backups have been really good. Well, that's the thing. The yeah. backup, I was worried about it first until I saw that first backup with Deadshot. Yeah. I'm like, this is awesome. These and then really Captain good. Boomerangs was amazing two weeks ago. I'm like, yeah. this is great. Or was it's yeah. a monthly now? I can't even remember. That's yeah. two, it's uh, bi-weekly. Every yeah, other it's week. bi-weekly. So, yeah, two weeks ago we got I the I got thrown off by being number three. Yeah, yeah. And the boomerang <laughs> we liked, and that was where little Eric Shea thought of himself with him, him and his daddy. Holding his little get... puppet master VHS. Oh, yeah. This yeah, one too, it's a, it's a very anime-influenced story yeah. of Katana, but told to Katana by Waller, so it's like yeah, they yeah. pulls no punches, you know? No, and it's uh, basically, like all these oh, I know about All you. Amanda Waller telling the story. Yeah, and the the one thing about this, this was actually originally going to be Declan Shelby. Is it Shelby? Declan uh, Shelby. Shelby. He, it was going to be his, he was going to do the art for this backup, and then it, something happened where he didn't, so it, to me... 
Philip Tan even jumped into this with not a ton of time. Like it's he an awesome wasn't, style. And it looks so good. Yeah, and he did some a of great these job. panels on here look just awesome. And I, I really do like it. But like you said, it's Amanda Waller basically telling us and Katana her back backstory. And I like it. And basically it's her and the and the soul taker is really what it is. And yeah. she fell in love with a guy. His brother was a fucking asshole, part of the Yakuza, and loved her it's as well. It's a classic tale. Yeah, and got a hold of the soul taker <laughs> and used the soul taker to pretty much, you know, rip through the underworld in or the underground uh, part of uh, of Japan and become a almost like a god, of, you know, of the Yakuza. It's just and like then, West Side Story. But couldn't have him. Ba- yeah. And basically a lot of snapping and dancing. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I think he pulled out a, a switchblade, but it was a comb and he combed his he's hair. Comb hey. hair. Somehow he has a cha- one of those change fucking belts. I don't know why he's giving out change to people. I love those. I just like the change belt. I just so want to bring it up. But yeah, and in the, in the end, uh, the basic part of the story is the guy basically had everything. Like he was a, they looked at him as a god. He was, he didn't have katana. And Katana was who he wanted. But his brother, she had married his brother. So he went to take, you know, basically to have Katana. Because really, when you want to impress a lady, you usually kill her husband and burn her kids. Yeah. That always works for me. How do you think yeah. I have five kids? That's yeah, an Asian Japanese custom. These kids aren't mine. But, uh, yeah, you just show up at a house and burn it down. But, the yeah, killing Eric of was... the children seems yeah. a little like it's like uh... – not really. They don't go into it at all. It's kind of like glazed. Like yeah, Eric over. was Eric was a little thrown off because uh, the brother said like, "Hey, you want your kids? You're gonna have to go through me." And then she never really goes and gets the kids. I no. think that basically, like an Eric Shea, she knows they're burned victims. She doesn't want their kids anymore. They're dead to her. Yeah, and, also, and in fact, hopefully they're in the soul taker so she can talk to them later. She doesn't want to see them. They're yeah, burned victims. These that kids. makes sense. But, like, once we get into the action of the backstory, though, I think the art does take a little bit of a, like, a downward turn. I like it initially. But also, I had a problem with this because Amanda Waller's talking to Katana doing the backstory, seeing if she can trust her. Like, but you've already hired her for your JLA before. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know Katana. Hey, that was New 52. I don't even know that they really want to even include that JLA around (laughs) the whole deal. I really don't because there were times. That we had something else come out, like uh, they they had the thing where uh, who was it? Like uh, uh, Simon Baz should have known about the Suicide Squad right. and all that, and they yeah, I think they're really sweeping that. That's also where they introduced Plastic Man, but then they brought him back. No, that was JLI. That was JLI. Oh, all right, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that was what JLA. What they introduced there was the concept of fucking fifty covers I to try to that, fuck yeah. people up. That everybody was excited. Eric's like, I'm gonna get Alaska. I'm gonna get covers. Louisiana. Yeah, 52 covers. And he's going through the thing, and basically it was every cover was the same except the flag. So I got a, a Pennsylvania, flag. and I got an American flag, and I got a New York flag. Yeah, yeah. Whoop de doo. We actually <laughs> thought there was gonna be different covers. <laughs> they were the same cover with fucking. I remember Eric brought them in. I'm like, that's it. That's the only difference. The fucking flag. Yep. Who even cares about a state flag? <laughs> and who cares about New York? Bunch of assholes in that fucking state. Jesus. I'm not talking about you, Rob Lewis in Albany. You're cool. <laughs> we cool, buddy. You cool. I'm, you I'm talking you. Hey, I'm talking those New York City assholes. You know what I'm talking about, <laughs> that, Rob. That You're at the Capitol. You at the Capitol, baby. You know how it is at the Capitol of the state. Talking about the Buff, the buff Bills? Yeah. No. Yeah. Actually, 
Brandon, he knows. He knows that part of the area. That's fucking garbage. That's like the that's the Pennsylvania of New York. So we're all we all belong in that. I think that actually we, me and Eric, talk about Buffalo occasionally. Buffalo is so much like our area as well, just a little bit colder, but yeah. same fucking piece oh, yeah. of crap area. Yeah, where we live is a bunch of bullshit. But yeah, back to this. What about uh, your children, Katana? What about yeah, the children? Yeah, she didn't get their burn victims. You, you don't Terrible. want that. I see that house. That house, there is no way any kid is surviving upstairs. Can you imagine yeah. that? They're still small children, so they're going to be with you and like you know for another like 10 years at least, and you've got to yeah. tell them that you love them every I'm day looking, when they look like look that? Look at that panel. Look at that panel when he says, your children, you want them, then go through me. You see that there is not a part of those stairs that is not in flame. <laughs> that whole house is in flame. They are burn victims, Eric. How is she going to put out the fire? How? Spit on it? Urinate? I, don't I think know. it was more like if you want your children, you can go through me. Or you can play it cool and not have to pay for school anymore. That's you know, right. like just, and like, just listen, saying, you can listen, just kind of not go. We can always I make saw, new children. I saw that letter. You're not getting that free lunch program. That's kids expensive. <laughs> uh, it'd be like me. He would be there, and he's like, "Listen, Jim, you can either, uh, you know, go through me to get your children, or you can stop buying five gallons of fucking milk every three days and hear them bitch and moan that there's no snacks because they eat them in fucking a minute. We we get Star Crunch. Those things fly out. I, I the things. Well, they I don't are even delicious. Know what happens? They are delicious. I, I am now like my father, and I didn't do what they do, but my dad would bring home snacks and shit like that, and he would hide a bunch first. I have to do that. If I want a Star Crunch, I bet best hide that Star Crunch very quickly. And <laughs> hey, I can Reg- yell and scream at them. And hey, I Reggie. Yeah. Reggie, yeah, I just yeah. want you to know, as Jim is complaining about this, he did eat a bag of 100 grand bars yesterday. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. I'm I'm glad to hear that you are getting your snack foods there was in, at despite least the, the children. The, it was a bag that had like 25 to 30 of the, min, <laughs> the mini how, ones. How and sick I just, and I went delirious to town. were you? I went to town. I was eating them, he and then some, I and said to Eric, I said to Eric at one point, I like grabbed the whole handful, and I'm like, okay, I cannot eat these. I'm going to save these for tomorrow and put them across my desk. And then I start creeping over to that side of the <laughs> desk. Just the one. Now, that's like my, my one son, my youngest son. Negotiating yourself. It's weird. They encourage them to, to chew gum in school. It's weird. And I'm like, what? It is. It's weird. But I guess they figured out that if the kids chew gum, they shut their fucking mouth. But yeah, he has this gum that he takes to school. And he has a big, big bag of it. And it has 72 pieces. And I said, okay, how many do you eat a day? Whatever. And he's like, I, I eat two a day. Whatever. He, it, they're done. In two days, 72 yeah. pieces, gone. He rips the room. It's like, yeah. yeah. No, now he's bartering with people. He got a Gatorade today by giving three pieces of gum. And he's like, then he said also, it is and, and it wasn't his, it wasn't his fault because he kept blowing bubbles and girls kept trying to pop the bubbles and they touched it. So he had to throw those pieces away. Oh, get, well, they probably you know, got so, their pussy juice all over. No, it. no basically <laughs> when it ran out of flavor, he's blowing bubbles, probably running up to people so that they pop them and yeah. they can get a new piece. It's all gone. Then wow. the Star Crunch. We have nothing. There was nothing to eat in this house now. Uh, we're go. We do the shopping on Friday nights, and we're by Wednesday the cupboards are bare. And <laughs> wow. I I refuse to go and get any more food. I said you guys are starving. I don't care. I don't so give you... a shit. And also, when you drink milk, do you ever take the cap off the milk? You, you know, when you're gonna drink it, you take the cap off. You do that, right? 
I would think so, yeah. What, what's the step after you drink the milk? You put the goddamn cap back on every – we have four and, – and also, you usually – you see and you have four gallons of milk. You usually drink the one oh, until it's gone, yeah. correct? Correct. Not in this house. Halfway, and then you got to start another one. Dad, and somehow, dad level 100 just, yeah. just achieved right here. And then sometimes sometime you have to take the caps – and when you, you turn the light the, off when you leave you, the room, how about yeah, that, everybody? No, they they undo, they open up the milk and then throw the cap somewhere. I don't know where they go. I, I think they think they're pogs. Kids still play <laughs> pogs, right? They're using them for drugs, don't you know? That's anything? right. I don't Wake know up. what they're doing. We have four gallons of milk down there. It's Actually, we don't because they're all they're all a quarter milk. filled and they don't have caps on. <laughs> That's so weird. It it pisses me off. I told him a couple weeks ago, if this keeps happening, the next time it happens, I'm never buying milk again. I, I went against my rule. I keep buying the milk. Plus, we got Cocoa Pebbles the other day, and I'm going to go to town on those bitches when we're maybe done you should, Maybe you should buy or go back to the milk bottles, go back to the old days. Like yeah. the old no, because that, that reminds me of my, my grandmother in England getting kicked uh, out of their like house. That. Yeah. We, well, we Jeff, kept drinking that. Jess What's wasn't that? home last night. She usually takes care of dinner stuff, like she'll go out and get yeah. something with her. She didn't come home last night. She was at her parents' store doing stuff. And so there I am. I'm home. I'm sick, so I didn't leave the house all day. I'm hungry. I'm looking in the fridge. I'm like, what do I got to eat? So I'm like, I want to make a sandwich. What do I got for a sandwich? So I pull out some bread, get some mayonnaise yeah. on them bread. Yeah. I slice and up two tomatoes. I slice up two tomatoes, get two big hunks of uh, onion. I slice them yeah. up. And then some bread and butter pickles on top. There's my sandwich. There's what dinner. Are you, what are you, a fucking vegetarian over oh there? Oh, my God. It was terrible. You I heard Jess so to bad the rest of the night. fucking shit going on now. Prison you rules. Get her, uh, tell her when she messages you on Facebook at work that she should be buying you some fucking lunch meat or something. Oh, my God. Well, I thought we did have lunch meat. Apparently, no. we used it all up the day before. Well, believe me. That's another. I can go on about the lunch meat, too, because we get uh, a bunch of, like, pounds and pounds of meat and cheese. It's gone in a day. That's the thing. And all look, we, had, all because, we had left were the fixings for a yeah, sandwich. Yeah, really. You got, you, it's like the, this one uh, girl I knew in college where she would get the uh, vegetarian Whopper at Burger King. <laughs> that was just them making it without the burger. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Also, and they, of course, they would charge her for the price of, of the course. Whopper. But this is leading me to ask you something that came up again today. Why in all hell's creation and God's creation? I don't know why I said hell's creation. Uh, <laughs> why is iced coffee more expensive than regular coffee? Can you tell me why? Ice costs something, okay? This doesn't make sense. You have a cup where you already put ice in, so you're getting less coffee. To Uh, me, the iced coffee is just the shit that nobody drank, so they have that separate. Even if it isn't, it's still just brewed coffee that's that's chilled, or not even chilled, just sitting at room temperature eventually, right? You're paying for the ice cubes, Why is it more? You're paying for the ice cubes, dude. That, that's fucking ridiculous. It costs crazy money to keep. It's always like it's always like fifty solid. cents more. You know how hard it is to find those molecules, man. They got to be in a grid. It's crazy. I don't. I don't like it. I, I think that it's. I think that it's because iced coffee became an item and a thing, and they took advantage of it. And people, I think there's we, something to that for sure. The people yeah. have not stood up for their rights. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, people, you stand up for your rights. Iced coffee should be the same, if not less, 
than regular coffee. We got to end the madness. They would just that, raise the price of hot coffee. That would be their God answer. Damn That's you, all that you would shut happen. your mouth. <laughs> My wife gets iced coffee. This is why it drives me nuts every time. She's like, yeah, and get me an iced coffee. I'm like, you really want to just throw money out the window, don't you? Fucking ice. I'm like, you wow. know what I'll do? I'll get you a hot coffee, and I'll put it in the fucking freezer. I'll fucking yeah. get ice, and I'll fucking have a shaker. Woo-hoo, shake it, not stirred, baby. And then I'll give it to her, and then we'll save 50 cents. She won't accept That's that, though, obviously. It's got to no, be made wouldn't. at the location. No, and, uh, yeah, you know, fancy, fancy lady of down course, there. going to be yeah. quiet. No, Ooh, has to go. Yeah, Lottie Da, fucking the Queen of England down there, has to go <laughs> to a fucking uh, Dunkin' Donuts and get a uh, a fucking, uh, what's it called? What's her flavor? Fucking Almond Joy. And oh Almond Joy God. iced coffee. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What are we, a fucking Rockefeller? People are very what's fancy it? over there in Quaker uh, Town. Hey, a uh, little quiz for you, Reggie, before we go uh, to the next section. Uh, have you had a Fifth Avenue bar lately? Oh, God. Not lately. Uh, Are you a fan of them? I haven't had one probably in about 10 years, but I I do remember liking them. That's the peanut one, peanut butter. Do you you remember what they are almost exactly like? No. They're almost, it's like a different version of a Butterfinger. It seems like a more chocolatey Butterfinger to me. And Er Eric got fooled today because I do the same thing as well with the Butterfinger. Uh, it happens to me with the zero bar, yeah. a lot of candy where I don't have it for a while and try to convince myself that maybe I like it more than I had it the last time. And Eric was at the, uh, the machine, uh, the snack machine, machine at, work. at work and the motherfucker can't see and is trying to read the wrapper of the fifth <laughs> Avenue <laughs> candy bar. Side of it? And I'm all he bent couldn't over, remember what the fifth Avenue the was. Yeah, he was pressing there. Fucking, it looked like he thought the fucking machine was in Braille. He's trying to get, he gets it and he's sitting there and I see him and he's eating this candy bar and I see the wrapper and I'm, there's only one wrapper like that. I'm it's like, a brown wrapper like that. I'm like, you, why are you eating a Fifth Avenue? He's like, I don't fucking know. It's like, get your mouth all fucking yeah, dry. Terrible. I don't like Butterfingers and this now, is this- we uh-huh. were going to do caught in your teeth and stuff. We were going to do well and even when I saw it at first before I saw the rapper I thought he had like a score bar or a yeah. heath bar cuz it had that same I, I think know. Fifth Avenue is more toffee less peanut butter to it. No, I, I don't even think there's any toffee to it. No. Oh, no it's it's more don't. of a peanut butter crunch crumble yeah. type thing cuz oh. it's funny you say that because I said to him isn't it like a peanut kind of toffee he's like there's no fucking toffee in here. And then we were trying to figure out like what does that bar lead to being Fifth Avenue, like Seriously. it's something special. It's, yeah. a, it's a fancy, it's a hey, fancy oh, bar down on Fifth Avenue. Butterfinger is for the common man. Exactly. The, the fucking the Fifth Avenue. The outrageous 80s and 90s. Over on I the heard, Fifth Avenue, we only At one point, I, I heard you had to dress in a suit to eat a Fifth <laughs> Avenue bar. That was the problem, is that is that Eric didn't have a monocle in. He didn't have the monocle, well, the, and the if he did, it would have popped out. He would have yelled, E-Gads. <laughs> Oh, fiddle-faddle. Oh, fiddle-faddle, Eric. Rick, yeah, I, I haven't had a Fifth Avenue bar since probably when I was trick-or-treating as a kid, so I didn't remember yeah. what it was. So I'm trying to read on the side. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound too bad. So I got yeah. it, and it's a Butterfinger, and it's terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Though we, Me and him, this is, again, when people hear about, like, oh, man, what do they do at work? Today was yelling and screaming about a Fifth Avenue bar for maybe two hours. Yelling at each other, then at points we were acting. What were we acting out at a one point? Yeah, we were making a sitcom. Uh, that was pretty good. You were involved too, Reggie. We had your, oh, you yeah. are a guy who just shows up with a catchphrase all the time and then people go nuts. You're Do you next. remember Schneider from One yeah, Day at a Time? Yeah, I was going to say, you're Schneider oh, yeah, from One Day at a Time. That's you. 
I could yeah, roll we, my we stash have... like that. I could definitely roll a cigarette. You gotta get a, up in my yeah, you gotta get a pack of cigarettes and roll your sleeve up. Yeah, I, I used to think he was as a kid. I, love it. I hated Schneider I love as a Schneider. kid. And that's, that's because I, and you're they, a pussy, Jim. You were afraid well, that Schneider was going to tan your head. What, the thing is, wouldn't. though, I knew at that point that I could kick Schneider's ass. That guy has twigs <laughs> for arms. Yeah, uh, I'm did. telling you. He rolled his if, sleeves If up. you want to say you go down the line, Schneider was less imposing than the fucking Big Ragu. Do I know I could kick the... If I went to fight the Big Ragu from Laverne and Shirley, the guy would dance at me. Oh, and start going, Hello! Remember he used to sing operatic op- music? Oh, listen, my God. That guy could fuck Big you. Big Ragu. Big Ragu. Uh, and, and then we talked I about think, Eddie Haskell for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you ever? Uh, you watch Leave It to Beaver, right, Reggie? Sure. Um, did you ever get the idea that Francis in Pee Herman, the movie, The Great Adventure, yeah, yeah, yeah. that he might have been Larry uh, from uh, Beaver's young friend, Lumpy? No, I thought <laughs> oh, it was sorry. Lumpy. I'm sorry, yeah, but it was Larry. It was Larry who I was thinking that that was that the character of Francis was a grown up Larry Mondello from the fucking Leave It to Beaver, and he was a child star that uh, didn't have work anymore, and that's why he was so mean as Francis. I always thought that. He did I have thought... a friend named Lumpy, though, right? No, yeah, that uh, Wally, Wally had, Wally a had the Lumpy. friend Lumpy. Oh, was a piece I remember of shit. this kid. Holy Lumpy just shit. sat around. Yeah, he was always a jerk. Oh, Larry. Oh, Suicide Squad. Did we ever give a, a fucking no, grade? Never, never gave the score. My score huh. was 8.5 Larry out of 10. Uh, it, was that a Larry Mondello, or do you think that was an Eddie Haskell? This book. Fucking Who was the uh, best? It was more of a was Lumpy it? Rutherford. Oh, it was <laughs> Lumpy. It was Lumpy or Beaver's best friend, who I always like, Whitey. I was oh, always Whitey. a big fan of Whitey. I know you're a big fan of Whitey. We all know. Stimey, that. Wasn't Stymie one of their friends at one that point? That was a little rascal. Sti- a little oh, Stymie with that bowler. I prefer Stymie over Alfalfa. So do uh, I. How about you? Oh, Gordy, but it won't joke Stymie. Yeah, I, I like love Stymie so much. What did you give this, Reggie? I didn't even hear you. 8.5 out of 10. I'd give it an 8.5 as well. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Oh, you. you you're the lumpy Rutherford of this podcast. <laughs> you're, you're the Larry Mondello. Oh, oh you, you Eddie Haskell-looking motherfucker, you. Ah, yes. You know what You know what we need more of in a podcast that has 15 books? Talk about Fifth Avenue Bars <laughs> and Larry Mondello. Some we oh leave the beaver talk. That's what everything what needs. What the fuck yep. are we doing? We are cr- and Schneider. Yeah. Nobody knows these characters this is anymore. Important stuff. This is important stuff, folks. Schneider was a jerk. I didn't like him because uh I used to think as a kid, hey, he never smokes, but he has those cigarettes. I thought he was a poser. I thought he was a fucking guy who <laughs> to me, that's what he was trying to act cool by rolling the cigarettes up like a tough guy. The problem is, is as he rolled up those cigarettes in his sleeve, so you could arms. see those fucking arms. You could snap those in half. But you didn't so why I roll that, up my sleeve? He always had actually, that fucking that tool belt. That was actually his heroin kit. That had nothing to do with cigarettes Still, <laughs> he looked like that. it. He, uh, he was no Bookman from fucking Good Times. <laughs> oh, now, Bookman, Bookman oh, that guy. Buffalo that, butt? Yeah, Buffalo butt meant business. But, yeah, I don't know what other uh, janitors in uh, fucking popular television shows are there because they're my two favorite. Schneider. Schneider was more of a handyman. Yeah, he right? was. With that, he was like he a had that goddamn tool belt. Would you consider Mr. Roper? 
No, he's just a landlord. Yeah, but he, he would might, have to fix everything. Yeah, he would he do stuff, but he's a landlord, though. He's more of a landlord. Uh, Bookman, to me, got a bad rap. I don't think that he – they acted like he was the slumlord. I think that basically – maybe he was the Uncle Tom, though, because he worked for the man and he was a dick. <laughs> I don't know. Cabrini Schneider is not a nice place to live. Yeah, well, to me, <laughs> Schneider – uh, I don't even know what the fuck he did. Why was he even around with that belt on? The he fucking was, he was, she was a super. Because yeah, she was a single just, mom. That's right. Yeah, was, that's what. There's the key. I think he was after a freaking Valerie Mackenzie Phillips. No, he's after Mackenzie Phillips because he heard that John Phillips was fucking nailing her, nailing yeah, his own daughter. You, you brought that up and just ruined my whole day today. Yeah. That fucking ruined it. Mackenzie wow. Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips was the first person I heard that I told Eric was the first like child star that I heard had really gone wrong while the show was on. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it threw me off. She was, she was in the drugs. Can you believe that show was on for like 10 years? Uh, I do remember that. I remember watching it as a kid and really loving the hell out of it. I did not like it, and I didn't like that. Like reminded me a lot of like the show Alice, another right. show that I did not like. What about that Mel, show with uh, God, Mel scared oh, the Wibble. shit out of me. With what? Jane, What's it? Jane Curtin and uh, remember that Allie and Allie? Oh yeah, yeah, Al, yeah. It was like uh, Kate and Allie. Kate and Allie. That's Kate and Allie. That's another one that lasted way too long. You know what I, I didn't like as well? Maud. Cannot get in the Maud. Yeah, it was not. You guys don't Maude like either. single. Did you like Who's the Boss? Who's yeah. the Boss? Any divorced mom you don't like. I understand. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I, I really, because I really, something's wrong with them then, right? If the, if the husband why. divorced them then. Well, on, on, your, on Jim's end, you hated it because, you, you know, you wish that your parents would get divorced so you could at least really? get away from one of them. And for on Eric's end, you hated it because your parents were divorced and later. No, I, I love it because be I can dead. finally relate. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not Father yeah, Knows Best up in here. He can relate, all right. Nope. Fa- it's Father Knows Ghost. Ah. Fa- Father Knows Liquor and Strippers was True. the name of Eric's show growing up. Father Knows Cinnamon. And I'm not talking about Father the doesn't know spice. what time to pick his boy up on Saturday. <laughs> Father doesn't know what Eric's weekend is. <laughs> Oh, that father, was my favorite. Father forgot the address to Eric's fucking house. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, we're going to Daddy moved st- again and didn't hey. tell me. Yeah, yeah, Daddy moved out of fucking state. But yeah, we we better move on to the next bit of mail or we're never going to finish Schneider. Ah, uh, Schneider. Reggie, you are the Schneider of the podcast. <laughs> I, I I'm all right with that. I hope you're happy with that. Tomorrow, I love, I love Schneider. The, the next no bunch of books that we cut after the mail, we'll be talking more books with you. I expect a visual of you with the cigarettes rolled up. Yeah. Nobody will see it. You, yeah, but don't you lie know? to me. Don't you I, lie to I me. I expect that denim vest as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that denim vest. He looked good in that. But, yeah, we'll move on to the mail. Boosh. All right, we're in the final mail section. Mail number four. Mail, mail, mail. Mail, mail, mail. It's mail number four. If you don't watch out, we're gonna slam that piece of poop. Oh, this again? It's a callback. I'm so excited. It's a callback. I love Ryan. Mail, mail, mail. What's in store? If you don't watch, we're gonna. Yeah. You like that? Is that what you, you want? Shut that. You like that? Okay. I do. You wouldn't. 
Eric sits around and he watches that porn. If Jess comes in, she's gonna sound that. How's that? Porn. You yeah, like that? Good. Yeah. How, how about this one? Eric likes rap. He likes the crunk. Watch out, people! The guy is drunk. How's that? <laughs> you like that one? You That's like the that best one? one so far. <laughs> How could you not love that guy is drunk? You, you, that guy is drunk. I'm trying to think of something else. Uh, yeah. Eric likes tigers. He likes lions. Here comes <laughs> Dan. That. Hello, weird science. There you go. Lions. <laughs> what I I have to I have to push that one a little. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew you. I'm, I'm thinking about the sound bites. I'm like he's gonna use weird science. And I started thinking, uh, what's yes. he gonna do? He Eric likes watching TV. He's watched that guy Hannity. He doesn't like to curse. Watch your profanity. There you go. I am yeah. really, I'm really going good. What am I? Is that? Am I still going as good, or I'm, I'm fading now, right? It's fading fast. Darn it! How about this? We oh. can't get past lions. <laughs> Eric lacks rap. He also lacks the funk. When he goes out, the guy is drunk. Yeah, right. that's my go-to. You don't like <laughs> lions? You're not, not a big lions fan. <laughs> lions. <laughs> lions. Oh, even Detroit's a big lions fan. <laughs> yeah, really. Lions. Okay, how about this one? Uh, who? I can't think. I'm trying to think of something that would uh, that would rhyme with that. Okay, how about this? Eric's on the plane. He might be on the gliders. What does Eric like? He likes sliders. How's sure that? does like sliders. That's pretty good, right? I would have done something with riders, but whatever. Eric is on his bike. He is a rider. When he goes and watches TV, what does he watch? Sliders. There you go. How about that one? It's terrible. You didn't like that one? Before. <laughs> when I sat on my sandwich, it went smoosh. When Eric came around that next day, he said, Whoosh. Yeah. Hey, you like that? Some people think I'm white. I think I have a tan. I don't want to tell what Eric happened because... Spoilers, man. Damn. Yeah. Damn. See, that's even two. I didn't even think of the damn. That's right. I might go to bed. I don't know when. What did Eric give that issue? I gave it a 7 out of 10. There we go. <laughs> I wonder what Eric gave it. I hope he does it modestly. What He's did he modest. give it? A 6.8 out of 10, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it's honestly, it's right. Modestly. <laughs> Just <laughs> Lions. Uh, yes. I am getting very, very tired. So how about, I. uh, how about I'm trying to think of this? He, he likes to rub his belly and he calls it a tum tum. But when Eric wants to tell you something's good, he... That sounds awesome. Yeah, tum-tum. Tum-tum awesome. <laughs> you know what? I, actually, I should do my least favorite thing in all of rap and any sort of thing. It would be like, Eric Eric says that that's coming and that it is terrible. 
And then he tells me... This is terrible. I hate when they rhyme the word with the word. That is the worst. Get a rhyming dictionary, my friend, and start the East Coast-West Coast rap war once again. That's what Don't we need it. nowadays. People die. We need things like that nowadays. It just doesn't seem the... Like we said, uh, uh, somebody said in the mail about... And I forget who it was that the, the, the uh, Suicide Squad, I think it was Chisanga, the... The stakes aren't high. Uh, they're not high anymore in rap. You need some death. Then, no, we then don't. shit, then shit gets real. All lives matter, Jim. All lives do matter. I am Even tired. rappers. I have, I have hit a wall uh, of tiredness. And what I like to say then is, uh, let me see. Let me, let me find something I can sing here. Um, uh, we're gonna do some reviews so you're in the knowing. What does Reggie you know say? It? All right, let's get this going. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come and he on. says, come on. It ruins it. Ruined what it, Reggie. Thanks hell? a lot. <laughs> last week it was me, but this week Garrett's sick. What does Reggie say? Fuck suck my dick. Yeah. Fuck suck my dick. Fuck suck my dick. Last section of mail here. G right. is the first one. G says, holy crap, Wonder Woman number seven was so good. Hi, what? Jim, Eric, and Reggie. Are you guys still... Taking fan and early music for mail, I thought I would submit one that was using Elvis's Can't Stop Falling. <sighs> Can't help falling in love with you. To balance out Dancing Mike's fun, screeching, fast songs. Ooh, that sounds like a burn. With a more <laughs> mellow one. Jay, uh, Jay, you don't have to use it. Jim, you don't have to use it if you don't like it. And we did use it. I did like yeah. it. I, I just wanted to get my sexy voice in there. Baby, you know I love the reviews. Yeah. You know I never leave you books. I may oh. put you I may put you down, Batman, but listen, we're only having a little lost weekend here with this Monster Man story. We're gonna get back to the love. We'll get back Soon to the I'll be deep inside you once, once again. Once you head back to Santa Prisca, then we'll be loving each other again. All, I'll be all over you. All in your mouth. It's not like I have the best voice, LOL. I thought he did a great job. I thought yeah. he had a really good voice. Uh also, are you guys going to check out Luke Cage? I started Luke watching Cage. It today. Luke Cage, yeah, how is it? I'm really enjoying it. I'm actually pissed at myself because I couldn't find my Blu-ray controller on Friday night when it, it dropped. No! And I'm, like, and I'm thinking to myself, eh, I'm not that invested in Luke Cage, so I'll get to around to it. I found it today, and I, I started watching before the podcast, and I really wish I would have marathoned it last night. It's really, really? good. Is it that good? It is very good. I, it's better than probably, Daredevil. I don't know. I really, It's better than Jessica Jones so far, but I really I've, love the Daredevil as well. I've not seen any of those. I have not watched any. I, I'm out of the loop. I'm not very fun to talk to at parties. You go up to me. Or at all. You're like, eh, really. I don't like talking. You come up and talk to me. I usually slip away. I'm very good at slipping away. Or bathing. Slip sliding away, baby. I'm like Big Baby in fucking, I don't know why. I just stumble. <laughs> the Big Baby big died, did it? Big Baby died. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're laughing it up, Eric. Laugh it up, my friend. going now. Laugh it up. Yeah, now I remember we had the soundboard again. Everybody, it is obvious. We do the intro soundboard going. Once we hit the books, that soundboard, it just gets put to the side, right? We got shit going yeah. on. We can't be dealing with that. I love that so much. I know you do, Eric. You do love it so much. Did you hear about that new disaster that happened with all those kids that got killed in the bat and the, the school bus? <laughs> oh, my God, Eric. That is not very funny. 
funny. I don't know why. I think I might laugh about that anyway. <laughs> uh, are you guys fans of Netflix, Marvel, comic shows? You are. I am. Yeah. yeah. I watch every I single one, usually marathon it one day. Yep. I haven't read Marvel comics since the 90s, but I've been loving their movies and Netflix offerings thus far. Holy crap, Wonder Woman number 7 was so good. Sharp's gritty visual style adds to the grittiness of this fight and makes it seem like Wonder Woman is entering the mouth of hell itself to do battle with Earth's I don't really find Katag. it that gritty, honestly. Gritty. This is... You, you, don't, don't put him down. I'm Listen. not putting nobody down. Yeah, G G is just I'm trying to tell you what he thinks, and you just told yeah. him he was an asshole. And I, I did, why I I'm not going to stand for that anymore. How dare you? I'm not going to. How dare you, sir? When I am do you not. Stand? And when you, when you say that? how dare you, sir, it, it seems like I don't know why, but I pictured you looking like Mr. Peanut uh, with a monocle and a top hat. I think I was even holding on to a fake monocle. How dare you, sir? What, remember, I, we have a night. Our boss is ninety like years Mrs. old. How? Remember I, when? Uh, I wanted uh, our boss, who's like 90, to yell E-Gads that one time, and then he yelled <laughs> something like it, and I started laughing, and I was so happy. This is gorgeously drawn book, Eric. Gritty. Not only are the drawings amazing, but Sharp's composition of the characters and his paneling itself are true works of art. I Some agree. of my favorite pages were where the prison bars that held the woman prisoners were used as lines to panel for, of the action. You know what I like, and that is that's not a trick or a you know smoke and mirrors. I like that he's like, you know what? I'm a kick-ass artist, so you oh, know what yeah. you're gonna get? You're gonna get some kick-ass art. I don't need no tricks. It's right there, right on the page. It's like the perfect meld of story to to fucking shut fucking up. art. The shot of Wonder Woman confronting the captured women with a silhouette of a dead wolf man in the foreground, and the panel where I don't even know if I saw that one. That sounds cool. And the panel where Cheetah threatens one of Steve Trevor's comrades, and he gives Wonder Woman an I told you so look. Actually, I like the look that Wonder Woman gives him. Uh, do you remember that panel? She's no, like, top, I could kill you, and and it's you know, and then she backs away, and Wonder Woman That's gives like that, like, Ooh, don't you go there? It was really good. If she could freaking shake her head and all that, it would have been awesome. Truly, it is no wonder that DC Entertainment quickly make sure they signed him as their artist since August 25th, 2016, Eric. A day that'll live in infamy. This issue is mu also much uh, about Cheetah as it is about Diana's battle with Erskataga. You, I hate saying that name. You understand more of her pain and history. I know. You walked around the house saying it so that you and wouldn't it forget it on the podcast. And, I and it worked with me because you kept telling me about it. That's right. And I love the sharp contrast between issue number six is Dr. Barbara and Minerva's introduction of the Wonder Woman's life and its comics troubled Cheetah makes you really wonder what drove Minerva to marry a dangerous being and what drove her insane to the point of making her a killer instead of a scientist. It's all, again, I, lo I love it's the curse, but I also love that it's a hokey spiritual thing for how much she was against that. At one point, she was just like, oh, Diana's talking this fucking spiritual mythology. I'm out. Yeah. And I like that her whole wor world was then turned on its ear and is ruled by exactly what she hated. This series has truly become a powerhouse book that no fan of Wonder Woman should miss. It's going to be at the back of the trade. I would give this book a nine point five out of ten. She said, and that is awesome. I I'm I liked it enough. I thought that this one was forced, but actually, I still go by uh, my stance that it is the strongest of the. Rebirth book. Oh, I agree too. I love Thank the series. Yeah, it's just yes. this was a little forced at the end. Thank you for your wonderful podcast. And I would choose you guys, your guys' short eight-hour podcast last week 
over the Marathon Man's 36-hour podcast any day. Now, this is something here. The Marathon Man, he actually has the link to this guy. You can look up Marathon Man's 36-hour podcast. Looks like that might be the record holder, Eric. Huh. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking that that guy's a sucker. do we know for a fact that he did not I stop and then know. like you know, go back? Because we can put out a long-ass podcast as long as we could sleep in between. Well, yeah, really. Though I think that we could do a 36-hour podcast. Now, we would have to do shifts of you going to the bathroom. Yep. Uh, you go to the bathroom a lot. And maybe I we'll do. even take, like, like I'll sleep for an hour. And then my hour will become seven. I know what I would do. You'd be talking, and I'd say, okay. I'm going to take a nap for two hours, and this would all be on air. And I'd be like, I'm going to take two hours. In, uh, seven hours later, you'd be wondering where the fuck I went because I'd turn yeah. off my mic and go to bed yep. and laugh. Laugh. <laughs> Fucking jerk. Sincerely, G. The last email, I believe. Let me see. Let me just check. No, nope, it is not the last email, but it's one of nearly the last. Uh, here's a guy you Good. rarely hear about or hear from. It's Repairman Jack here. What's up, Repairman Jack? Repairman Jack says, what's up, guys? Did he guys? start the podcast off? I do not know. Uh, he <laughs> says, what's up, guys? That was a long time First, ago. I'm not going to say yes or no. Yes, he did. Uh, he says, what's up, guys? First, I have to say that Six Pack and Dog Waller was easily my book of the week. It's a good-ass book. It's funny because I think it's mine as well from the, the what I gave it. Hilarious and fun while also poking fun at DC. Also Marvel. I think I'm going to need to go back and read some Section 8. Because this has been my first exposure to the group. And I did oh, talk to don't. you, and I think I talked to Reggie about it. Uh, go back first to the All-Star Section 8 mini of the DCU. And I think that you would like that a lot. And that's that's uh, easily found. And, uh, you know, you can get the trade. Besides yeah, the trade that, just came out a little bit ago. Yeah, besides that, I was going to email you about the shitty dialogue in Blue Beetle. But I figure you guys will have plenty to talk about on that front anyway. So I wanted to email in about a theory. I'm having, I have going on Batman Beyond and the retconning and the rebirth issue. Now, I don't know if this would be worth it or even something they'd want to do with it being the only book really taking place in that continuity. But my theory is Oz or Watchmen's hymn, is true, that we, we heard about in Titans, is trying to fix the timeline. We know Tim got taken out of the timeline. You guys even remarked at the time that the area around him did not look like a wasteland at all. Now we get the rebirth issue and the war is mentioned, but we see no evidence of it. I think Tim was taken out of the timeline. The timeline was altered in some way. Now the question, will there ever do, will they do anything with it? Or is it just simple, simple way to get the book back where they want to have it? Right now I'm thinking they could be thinking of doing something with it down the line. Why else show Tim being taken and even mentioned of the war? It makes me think they want it to point to the fact that things are different. I know on the spotlight you guys talked about the idea of getting away from the old stuff, but do you think it is more deliberate than just changing the status quo? And I think disappearing like that, we made jokes, and I even said to you right away, what happened if that's him going out of the timeline? Or I just think they wanted him out of that book. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing with the different... Th- what's weird is when Mr. Oz, if you're going to think Mr. Oz now is a villain, because they are... Spelling Abracadabra says that in the future, it's a dismal future. And, and to me, what Barry, what Wally's doing now and the love coming back and all this and that, that would change it to a better future. You'd have a future that isn't like a 1984 type thing. Now, this future, you could say, is around the, you know, it does include Batman Beyond. 
that yeah. future. And Batman that, Beyond is only thirty-five years. In and the future. that that seems nice. Like it's it's still shitty. It's it's Batman Beyond, uh, but it's not that shitty. You know what I mean? Like something then. You know what I'm I, the, the war still happened. So Brother Eye yeah. did do his whole domination. Bit, but so he, I, they must have done something where it didn't cause as much destruction. But I don't know why or what. I just actually think they I just want think you. It's really back I just think it's retconned. Point. I think it's just retconned to go in. And when they're going to mention the stuff that they did, I bet you they didn't even want to do that. But they know if they didn't, people would really fucking flip out. Oh, them yeah. Not, them not mentioning uh, Tim, I mean, it does kind of point that, like, maybe they don't even know he existed, that he was plucked out of time. It doesn't make full sense if you really it, think it about really it. It doesn't make any difference anyway because our Tim was plucked out of time. Yeah. Everybody believes he's dead. But the Tim we had in uh, Batman Beyond was from a, a timeline that doesn't exist anymore. Like that timeline yeah, but he was still there. The timelines in you know what versions. I mean? But I, I, if, you're gonna, if they're going to do anything, what doesn't well, make sense. He was a man sense. outside of time at that point. Well, I'm saying, but it doesn't make sense all in all for, like, I think he's saying, like, every version of Tim. I, I told you this before that I thought yeah. people were going to. But it doesn't make sense because the people in the regular continuity remember them. They, they mention yeah. them more than fucking, you know, every three pages they're mentioning the motherfucker. So I don't know if they're going to end up with where you have it that they start forgetting him. Um, I don't know. The whole thing where Mr. Oz plucked him out because he had this effect, it still continues. Like they still love Tim, and they still oh, think he's up. a great guy, yeah. and they still look at him as a, so. Now they're really, saying he's a biochemist, and they're yeah. making shit up now. <laughs> yeah, really, he's now he's Jesus Christ now. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> that motherfucker walked on water. Yeah, oh my God! Yeah, so I don't know. Mister Oz's plan is kind of backfiring right in the in the short run, but we'll see. He says, uh, and that is uh, Repairman Jack. That was thank you, Repairman Jack. I don't know. I just think anything in that Batman Beyond. I do think they're going back to what people want and they'll force some things in and i told you that people do not care people want that book the people who want a batman beyond book don't even care that they wasted all that time with the other book as long as they get something good now yeah so hopefully that happens uh alex m is the last email. and alex m says tis the season to begin shitty shitting out corn candy or uh candy corn Corn candy. Corn so, what's candy. your favorite top five Halloween songs? And that is written by Alex M. What are your Thank top you, five? All right, in no particular order. This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. <clears throat> That's not on my list. I'll I'm tell saying, you. You know, you know the song "This Is Halloween" from Nightmare yeah, Before yeah, Christmas. Yeah, Marilyn yeah. Manson covered it. It's yeah. a badass track. I, I, no, it's not even. It doesn't even. It's not even worthy of my top twenty. Nothing is worthy of your viewing or listening with this to this fucking solid list. Go on. I will have some that are the same. Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett. That's my number one. All right. Thriller by Michael Jackson. That's my number two. Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. That's my number three. Dead Man's Party, Oingo Boingo. That is an honorable mention. All right. And then that's uh, yours. Number that's five. A Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. <laughs> number four. Rockwell, Somebody's Watching Me. I All just right. like that song. I like that Number three, Where Rose of London, Warren Zevon. Two, Thriller, Michael Jackson. Number one, Monster Mesh by Bobby Pickett. Honorable mentions were Werewolves of London. Uh, actually, I had that. It was actually um, Teenage Werewolf uh, by The Cramps, which I think is a funny song. Bad Moon Rising by Creedence Clearwater Revival. That is a good one, yeah. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah on your list? No, I was going to put Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. That's not a real, that's not a real song. That's, no. that's made up. Uh, there was also... 
like purple people eater. I had a lot of crazy. Yeah, that's a good one. But that is the end of the mail for the night. And we're back. We're back the there. Hell? No more talk about this goddamn TV shows. Uh, I want to talk about that Dead Man book coming out next week. Who? we? You, you got that one right, Reggie? No, I heard, I heard you read most. Oh, of I read it. it. I just, I think yeah. I just did read it. I, I read <laughs> it, and uh, I'm about to kill myself. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna. Spoilers, man! Damn, oh, Dead Man. It's a, uh, it is a, a dark book. I say. I don't know where I'm going with that, but we're that leads into our first book of this section. Which is right. another bit of it. Actually, both of these, I'd consider, uh, you know, the first one obviously is Hellblazer. That's a dark book. Hellblazer or Constantine's in the other one that we're talking about. And I, wouldn't you, would you say Six Pack is along the lines of that kind of side of the universe anyway? I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd put it there or not. I think I, I think I would. it's its own separate thing. I mean, obviously, it's not part of Rebirth or anything like that, but I don't know. I would consider it more. Uh, you know, closer to the Vertigo type books and that sort of thing than the I'd other. I put it stuff. closer to Mad Magazine. Yeah, okay. Constantine's <laughs> yeah, in it this way, and Batman out of nowhere makes a, a fucking appearance. <laughs> uh, Batman's like stopped at a light too, but we'll get to that first. We'll we'll talk about Constantine, and and just before we go into this, this is a book that I keep mentioning how impressed I've been oh, yeah. in Rebirth and how it's actually got me interested in Constantine for the first time. Yeah, I, I kind of waned here uh, this month. Yeah, this this wasn't this wasn't the best issue, but no, uh, it not. was Hellblazer number two, written by Simon Oliver, art by Moritat and Andre Shimanovich. Swamp Thing and Mercury sitting in a tree. T a l k i n g. First comes complaining, then comes revenge, then John's running away from two weird men. Yes, yep. he is. Yes, he is. Now, what did you just spell he, out to me there? Yeah, actually, it sounded, I thought he said telking. T-A-L-K-I-N-G. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. Eric's Telking. Not I thought it was telking at first. <laughs> I, I thought maybe that was some term in New York. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm telking here. I want to talk to you. Oh, hey, look at me. I'm telking here. You know what I'm actually, doing. Was, they were jelking. Jelking? You don't want to mess with that guy. He's a mad telker. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that guy, that guy telked my fucking ears off. Choked the uh, shit out of my mom last by, night. And then, yeah, and then he telked my ass. I don't know why, but I, I bent over and he was telking the shit out of me. Hooey. <laughs> I'm so tired. So I think, I think to start this off, uh, we should do, we should recite all the dialogue between Mercury and Swamp Thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what, what, he should go to hell. So now, <laughs> well, he should go to hell blazer. Eric, ah. uh, what do you want this podcast to be 40 hours long? Because that's all yeah, it is. That, that's all it's... <laughs> th this issue is a lot of talking, a lot of talking I was not that interested in, and it just kind of goes nowhere. It all really right, is. Right. It's a, it's a, I, I can't even, it's not even a setup issue per se. It just kind of seems to be treading water. Uh, all right, I'll be Swamp Thing. Okay. He was younger. We all were once, but we all change. Even John Constantine? Even John Constantine. And don't forget you yourself saw something in him all those years ago. I was a kid. He was on the run. I felt sorry for him. The rest of the convoy were probably relieved because their CBs worked after he left. And then we had the convoy, but then it was messed up because the police stopped us. But we all convoy. had a heart of gold. 
Is that what happened? I, I see convoy all the time. That's the, that's the thing, though, too. They throw this thing, this term convoy. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what we're talking like, about. Immediately breaker, we start Oh, I'm thinking convoy. It's like, we got a bear in the air. Well, we went down to there. Those are some of my favorite songs. Convoy is one of those, you know, tell the story songs that I really enjoyed. I like that. You know, we got a great big convoy. It's rocking through the night. I like that but, song. But no, I'm telling you, right away when they say this convoy, which yeah. we never get back into, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Later on. This whole issue to me where they throw these things. As, I know this is a continuation of everything we've ever done with Constantine, but kind of ease new readers in who might not understand some shit because they throw a lot at you. You have no idea what well, they're talking about. Well, and later about. on, Mercury even mentions that, like, hey, it was a great way to grow up. And I thought, what, in a convoy? Convoys a don't hole? seem that great. The convoy? Yeah, it did seem like a lot of free love going on in that convoy. Yeah, I, I saw the movie. I, awesome. Chris Christopherson was in that movie, if, I, if I'm not wrong. And anything, he's in rocks. So I saw I, him on I the Muppet Show once singing his heart out. Goddamn right he did. He, did, he didn't sing Convoy, because that was not his song. No. No, but I, I, once I saw Convoy, I actually was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. But no, there the, goes it, the dream. It's, uh, this is where it was a thing when we first started the podcast where, and even, even before, but it, it was one of the first jokes, uh, with me and you, Eric, is when I would get an issue like this. I'm like, there's a lot of words in this issue. Oh, and yeah. I'd say I checked out, but, uh, it, that's the problem. You said it. There's a lot of talking in this issue and a lot of stuff that you're almost made to think that you're supposed to know about. And then I start feeling dumb. And yep. then I was just like, okay, this is an issue to me where, yes, it, I guess it's setting up some things. But to me right now, seems like you could just skip it. Really, yeah. you, you don't get a lot. You, you kind of – there is a little – um repeat or recap of of the whole thing that happened in london when he got there in new york and all this sort of thing but it was didn't seem necessary i mean that's the thing there's, there's a there's a ton of recap and there's like a ton of like setting the stage for stuff but it's the second issue just yeah. just make just do things that's, you know like yeah that's what we I'm can saying. recap in a couple of issues you know that's yeah. usually the formula yeah it is. Uh, it's it's too much talking for a number two issue too much talking for any Comic yeah, not sure. written by Brian Michael Bendis, I think. Well, in a lot of yeah, talking really, that doesn't <laughs> go anywhere, and then I have to try to decipher what the fuck Constantine's talking about because I'll, of his I'll, slang I'll, and I'll accent. Be, I'll be honest, you guys talk. I see. I you know. I'm looking at the page right now. You guys talking about this convoy? I totally forgotten about it because this whole conversation just sort of like blew over my head. I was, well, I that's got, because like, it it really it. doesn't like, have whatever. much to say. No, so you're reading it. And you're kind of like. And to actually start it out, and I, I'll even say I, I had heard uh, something. At one point, it's like a, a album. A band comes out with an album, and you start off. You you don't usually start off the album with an instrumental, uh, because you have to grab them with that first song. Yeah. That's like the big thing. This first page and couple pages, it didn't grab me, and yeah. I was already I was looking for the exit right away. You because, end an album with an instrumental. Yes. Yeah. Now you you shove it in the middle, and then <laughs> you come back rocking. That's a little interlude. Uh, but yeah, th this was an instrumental beginning to me because uh, I'm going in like, oh man, and this is, again, I'm very positive going into this because I oh, have yeah. enjoyed Hellblazer. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll get this going. I'm like, what the hell? This is boring. And, and we're it was getting like more of this. Guess, like, you, know? you, you so. have to do this whole thing about, you know, Constantine. And then it leads into Abby and uh, the rot. And yes, that's setting this up a little. 
But really, what's well, we set, what do you that. need? Yeah, and you don't need the setup. But it, I know maybe this is set up to like, okay, they're going to actually go into the rot together. But even then, and it was weird because uh, Mercury's even talking about having like, oh, I understand, I understand. But she kind of seems to even get it wrong from what Swamp Thing was saying that he can't find her anywhere. And yeah, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to travel to the rot." Uh, okay, I, I don't know what's going I mean, that whole on. Thing, that whole exchange could have been a page if it was necessary, which I don't think it was that oh, necessary. But it really was. It went on and on. The, the pictures were nice though. But when we do get to Constantine, I do like this opening shot of him sitting on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting on the toilet. There's and something. I, there is something incredibly like human about him. And like, yeah. and uh, I mean, you yeah. know, one of the best things about this and biggest surprises is the art. I love the way he draws like people's faces and the reactions you know what i mean they look really yeah i like uh, it human I, to me. I, I like the like... borders even as well everything is well done to me and you can even tell like this is a monthly book so he, he has time to to get the things going and all that but even so it's just nothing in this book i'm paging through it as i'll tell you though freaking this. this part with constantine and Chaz. The most interesting part of the book in my mind. I agree. Yeah. That was it. This whole this whole exchange was the most interesting part. Uh, the it, deconstruction like, so, of their friendship. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it showed their relationship. It showed that he's he's a dog's body, a paid dog's body, you know, and uh, I don't know what that means. His wife you never you never you never hired a dog's body? No. no. I never did, but that's well the only time I did that was in my days as a furry. And I, I hired like this dude down the street, this homeless guy, to dress up like a dog, and then you know, uh, things yeah, got yeah, crazy. The, the one thing though is, is he is Chaz gonna mess it completely up and not bet on this horse that he's supposed to bet on because it's like it's really exactly. spelled or, out. Or he's gonna use his bookie, you know? Yeah, that was yeah, that's what I think. And yeah. it's, everything's gonna get fucked up because yeah, it, it's he made crazy. a big point not to use a bookie. You Boy, know, he spelled it out completely. This whole thing, or is it gonna be that Boris Johnson's knob? That's supposed to be this horse. This is just a code, and it's not even going to be involved in a horse. And in the end, it's going to be something else crazy. Nah, that's that's going to have to horse's name right there. I, I have a feeling that it's going to be something that's going to bail Constantine out of something out of nowhere. Uh, but I, I don't know. It just even then, like I, I want to tell people exactly what happened in this issue, like we do on the podcast. But it's it's kind of tough because really, not a lot happens. Uh, I, I could, you know, you can pretty much break it down into four separate scenes. You know, it's like Mercury and Swamp Thing yeah. yak, and uh, yeah, they talk. Constantine, Constantine takes a dump, yakety yak, and yeah, after he takes a dump, then Constantine goes and yakety yaks to Clarice. Does he Sackville, talk back then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, and and this part makes no sense too. So he basically goes to like the the head of evil of whatever of this yeah. town or uh, of New where the hell? Oh, he's in London. Yeah, in yeah. London. Now. To be like to be like. So is anyone mad that I like you know mortgaged all of London's mortal souls? Are you going to come after? Yeah, me? because like, that's would, who she's the she's the one who benefited that? from that. And then you know, yeah, she wants to know if he wants to know if it's almost like to me when he goes to her and and wants to say like hey anybody it's like almost like he just wants to see how popular he is with yeah. the shit that went down it doesn't seem he's concerned well, he, he just wants said, to see what's he even that said in the beginning going in that place he's kind of upset that nobody's come after him yeah, for yeah. this yet he's That's gonna go to them to see what he what kind of ruckus he and, made and because of that though it ends up being just an overdrawn scene and then these two goddamn 
guys start chasing them that look like children from the corn have grown <laughs> up and might be retarded. Men from the corn, Jim. Yeah, men from, men the corn. from the corn. That's, isn't that a R&B group from uh, Philadelphia? That's right. It, it's just these guys are going to follow him around, and then the rest of it is him trying to give them the slip. They're crazy-looking guys, too. Uh, and I, like what I like about those guys is that they're even drawn a little less detailed. Yeah. <laughs> they just look wrong. They kind of uh, look like Stephen Merchant from uh, The Office, right? Yeah, from a the little. BBC one. Yep, yeah, that's, yeah that's they do. That. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're off. But yeah, he's now he's just gonna slip around and try to get out of them. You get a little, uh, you get a little Irish pub history. Oh, uh, we do find out though is that the the who is the lady? Do you remember her name, Reggie? Clara Sackville. Yeah, she Clara is working Sack- for the maybe Angel who started World War One, and he wants. Yeah, Constantine. he's with there. He he's there at the end then and uh, involved that, and that's kind of the only tie-in really from the. You know the rebirth and all. You don't that. get, you get much that. of this except no, for you don't he, get much at all. One page, exactly, it. and it's just uh, broken down into like two split panels off to the one side. And then, yeah. and so, then, yeah, and because they really want to show you that library for some reason. Well, even with that, it's this is where a uh, thing that you say a lot, Eric. Uh, you have a couple things that are interesting. Yeah, besides saying boosh and you know, <laughs> hell yeah. And now spoilers. Yeah, right. uh, but what you, what you get a lot of is that thing that, Eric, you hate, where you have a couple interesting things, but we're not going to deal with them. Yeah. We'll deal with this other nonsense. And really, uh, Mercury and Swamp Thing saying they're going to go under the rot. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Why not just show that? Why not yeah, have them it. in just the go. rot? You yeah. start off with them in the rot doing stuff with this whole thing with this angel. That's something interesting from from the rebirth. Let's go into that a little more. Instead, it's Constantine running around. Uh, you know, I, I imagine him pushing carts in the way and you know doing all these things to get away from these guys who he can't seem to get away from. And then he ends up walking down a stairwell, a stairwell into nothing. It, look like it looks creepy. like, look what he's saying. What is he saying there? Uh, I last stopped, it took my friend and made a few home improvements. No, he says, hey, anyone home? Anyone? Map? Yeah, Map? yeah. Do you think, do you think he's going to cross over with Maps Mizuguchi? He is. This be, it's this could it's be the crossover the everybody's crossover. wanted. Everybody's it, wanted it, a Gotham I mean, Academy Constantine crossover. He goes. I don't, I don't he, want anyone else in Gotham Academy. I want fucking Constantine and enthusiastic maps leading him oh, around. Oh, you, you don't want all the. Scenes. I want it Colton to show up and Constantine beds him down. Maybe maybe the man bat kid. Yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna show him the way of the world, Constantine. I don't know. It'd be funny that if Maps did show up, it'd be great if it did say Maps. If Maps showed up, I do believe. The first person not to get fucked over by Constantine. I have a feeling that he could not bring himself to do any harm to that girl because she's nah, so goddamn. He's cute. gonna get her to start smoking. No, yeah, yeah I mean no he, he has he has. Next thing she's on heroin. Uh, children's souls to <laughs> hell. So. Yeah, she's in heroin. She's on heroin. She's freaking. It's all all going to hell. But yeah, and then you find out that he's Silverlock's uh, Olive Silverlock's dad, and then there we go, crossover over. It's a crazy ass story of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, not not much happens. It no. really doesn't. I, I, that was I pretty much the end of it. Yeah. And but the art throughout is really good. See, I don't um, even agree. I think halfway through it goes downhill. I like it. I actually like it. I like how. In my mind, it's one of those things where Constantine. If you look, Constantine is always pretty detailed out and i think you get the idea that he really doesn't give a shit about anybody else and that's how they show it like he's just when we say that word bubbles 
go over top each other or whatever. Yeah. I really do think that these normal, regular people don't mean anything to Constantine. So you get, can, you even get, even so, even the people in the things, they do even have a six pack esque look. Some of these goddamn bystanders, they are, yeah. free, they do almost look Mad Magazine esque. But yeah, I, I don't think he cares about anything. I can kind of go with that, where it's all through uh, his like perspective. What no. he cares about is what's the most. Detail yeah, because, because when he, he goes does to break see the fourth wall. Yeah, when he goes and sees right, uh, what's her name, and now I forget her name. Uh, Claire? Yeah. Clarice. 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 I'm never going to remember that. When he goes to see her, it's like ultra detail. You know, it looks really good. But then once he's out and about just running around, everything around him is very, you know. That's what I'm saying. After that point, all the artwork to me to see. Yeah, like I said, to me, and you get these like really almost to the point where the characters, the side characters there, the bystanders seem almost like grotesque at points. And I think that's kind of how it's supposed to be. I I seem like Altons from freaking Doctor Who. Yeah, they look crazy. I think he's still still pretty detailed. I really no, like that's what case. I'm saying. Through the whole thing, I think he yeah. is. I think that it's a perspective. I, I think thing. you're right. I think I think it's it's purposely done. I mean, for one thing, he is the main character, so they want yeah, to make yeah. sure they nail his look every time. But I think it's to and and this page where he's running away and it's like this, it's like these panels laid over graffiti. I do like yeah. that. I think it's a yeah, great, I do big too. Composition. I really like that. I think this scene of him running away it takes too long, but it does take too long. But, but even yeah, when for, for like he's in picture, looks when great. he's down in the uh, the underground. The the people just look crazy and and what, but he looks good. You see a pentagram in the underground freaking. Map. Say, Jim, you you've been the one, and you're half British. Yeah. Does that actually happen? What is that actually there? That pentagram? I don't know. I don't think it is. I I, I can't say. I got I think, kind of excited. The weird thing though is I think that they even mentioned that before in this series or some other series. So I don't know. No, there's no. I don't think that that's possible. But who knows? I, I say this, I have no fucking idea. I was in the underground once. It was fucking 1983. Who yeah. knows what was going on back then? I was in the underground rap scene myself. Yeah, where you? You were in the underground. <laughs> Reggie's into the underground New York punk scene with that blondie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait till you hear. Uh, people have already <laughs> heard up until this point. We're going to put a lot of blondie on this podcast just for you, Reggie. Every Woo! every break, we're going to put blondie. My, you're gonna fuck, you're gonna my put heart of glass on the whole. Oh, time. heart of glass has probably bitch. been heard three times up till now. And, and right, in fact, a... I think after the last section of books, we probably went tied as high. Uh, we're gonna have them all, all the hits ready. All the hits ready. Yeah. Here's the you thing: we're at work pay. today, and we were kind of talking about this. I was like, "Yeah, that Reggie, that pretentious Blondie fan." Now, actually, I just said, "Oh, Reggie, we came up with this plan of putting these in there," and then Eric says to me. I really don't know any Blondie songs, so I spent like ten minutes singing Blondie at him. Wow! I do, I do know all the hits. It turns yeah, out, that, that yeah, he he didn't think he even knew any of the songs, and I'm like, nope. I went down the whole list. He doesn't know Rapture though. <laughs> no, I do not. No, but uh, right. other than that, I was singing them all, and he's like, yeah, I know that one. He's like, shit, I know a lot of Blondie songs. <laughs> So yeah, but they were a huge pop band, you know. Yeah. I mean? it wasn't like it wasn't like they were uh, some slouches back in the day. So I don't know about that, right? Come on! No, I, I did like them. I I do like uh, Heart of Glass. That's... Whether you like whether you like them or not, they were. You know huge, why I like Heart of Glass? Now you you've listened to Heart of Glass tons of times, even though yes. you, it's not your. It's the ending with the drums. You know what I'm talking about? How you the song that? ends? Yeah. Just her going that. I could listen to that all day. That I, I used to like was a decent drummer, man. I mean, he's no yeah, Neil yes. Kurt or anything, but he really he really was a good. They were. I mean, they're all really good at playing their instruments. As a matter of fact, Deborah Harry is the least talented person in the band, but she yeah. still, you know, made it work with her throaty 
Yeah. Styling. Her stylings, you know I mean? and she looked good at that, that time. She damn right she did. She, she hit a wall. She hit a wall, Reggie. Uh, what would you uh, get this issue? Mean, I don't know what. Why does everything end up? Cocaine. Yeah, everything ends up with Blondie with you. I, I think it's when she started hanging out with Fab Five Freddy. <laughs> Fab Five Freddy did God it in. damn it, Reggie, stop bringing up Blondie. Then that's goddamn, the goddamn Rapture video. I, I told Eric that when I used to see that video on early MTV, scared the living fucking shit out of me. I, I just, this was not a world I wanted to be involved with that I saw in this video. Uh, uh, except we, we for one thing. Video, we were watching the video at work today, and he like, hey, look back there. You see them guys in hoods? Satanist. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, I, I used to get so oh. scared. But the the one thing though, coolest thing ever in that video, the LED lit uh fucking sunglasses. Yeah, oh, that's the hot. I, I even like the guy in the white tuxedo and tails. That guy's no. my fucking. No, that guy looks like. Up. No, that guy looks like he is uh, gonna let you into an underground sex club where they're gonna rape you repeatedly. He looks that, like that man video. from Mars. He's he eating looks like cars. Baron He's from a man from James Mars Bond. eating cars, all right. Uh, that does not sound like a, something that I want to be involved with. It he scared the shit out of me. Actually, the kind of like gentleman ghost, and that's not racist. I'm telling. Well, no. I'm telling you. That video, they stopped that video, and the next time I felt that way was at the beginning of the Frankie Goes to Hollywood Relax video when uh, Holly Johnson shows up on the rickshaw and the guy's smoking like a badass outside the club, and then I'm out. I'm out again. I'm like, what the fuck? Is Blondie in there? That was too much? Yeah, uh, yeah, that, and I figured that that guy in that white fucking tux with tails was probably in there fucking raping children. (laughs) It scared the shit out of me. Oh, my goodness. Why does every book end up with this craziness? What did you give this, Reggie? I gave it a 7 out of 10, mainly on the art. Yeah, I'd probably give it between a 5, 5, and a 6, but I'll I'll go 6 because I have been positive on this book. I like to try to stay somewhat positive, but this was a down issue to me, and you you nailed it by saying you should not have an issue like this, a talkative issue like this on the second issue. 5.5 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I, I think a 5.5 to a 6 is what I would say. The next but no fuck you 5. So no, no, no. No, yeah. it's not It's not horrible. It's just nothing really goes on. A yeah. lot of talk. Kind of like this podcast. Yeah. Uh, the next book, though, I did like. But again, I don't know how much I have to say about it on, on, on this show. But what is it, Reggie? I, I mean, I just want to say, you know, you're right, because it's almost like you have to you have to read yeah, it. You have to read it. Like, what if we can't just sit here and read the whole this comic. Is, no, this is going to be one of those where if we sat here and tried to give you the jokes, it's going to be like one of those. Hey, you, you should have been there. or You had to be yeah, there. Exactly. Because I mean, we just have to go through every every single panel. Yeah, this page, is right, it's such so. a funny thing, but a lot of it is visual and it's that's tough on a and meta. Yeah. And even yeah. smell a vision. But yeah, bit. go, Reggie. Well, Tell us what house. we're talking about. Six pack and dog. In my house, everything's television. <laughs> Hard Traveled Heroes number two, written by Garth Ennis, art by Russ Braun and John Kalitz. The Spectre has been sent by God Almighty to bring back Wayward Demon Bator. Only problem is, he doesn't know what Bator looks like, so he's hoping the guilty party will surrender. A few blocks away, Cosmic John Constantine of the Outer Space Brigade is teaching Dog Welder <laughs> to speak through canines by jamming his forearm up their rectums. I wish I'd thought of that prank a long time ago. It would have made my childhood a lot more fun. Yes. Yeah. What, shoving your arm up or trying to convince somebody else to do Convincing it? Convincing someone else. Okay. No, I, I mean, let's let's be honest. I think I think Eric Shea at around eight probably could have been convinced to shove his forearm. Probably. up. I I was a big fan of puppets and still am to this day. You know, well, like, the funny you can thing is, at the end, the dog does talk. 
and I'm waiting for it to say like, "Hey, I'm I'm not the dummy. You're the guy with the hand up my hand ass." Up the ass you know? yeah. That's my favorite joke. That's my only joke. I'll always love a, a puppet guy uh, who does that—a ventriloquist or whatever the fuck does that. That's called it in France, yeah. Yes, yes, but yeah, Constantine is the the one of the guest stars but he's the main one he showed up last uh issue and it's funny now that we talk about it because of what you see remember he showed up in a spaceship yeah yeah and we had no idea what was going on at that point we we're like what the fuck it looks like he's in a spaceship memory flicked the cigarette out the window of the spaceship that was the as first he thing dog welder saw yeah yeah and, yeah, and we had no idea what was going on then like well, it at made... the time i just figured well it's john constantine you know yeah he's, and he's, well i remember on the podcast I remember us saying to Eric, it was Constantine, and Eric's like, what the hell are you talking about? It was a spaceship. And yeah. now you see why, because this is a uh, this is a Constantine that the editors have gotten a hold of and tried to make cool and crazy, and it is, he is the, the what is he, he has the Silver Surfer surfboard, yeah. he's got a ray gun, he's got a fucking space helmet on, he's got all this crazy shit going on, yeah. and even to the point where we're saying that this book is hilarious and very meta and all that. The issue name is Heckblazer, which yeah. made me laugh as well. And the right logo in the old yeah, Vertigo and the, logo, yep, too. And the Vertigo logo. And basically, Constantine <laughs> spends the first part of this book bitching and moaning about how great Vertigo used to be until they fucking took everybody away and, and made them different. And now look at yeah. him well, and I'm what they're doing. Even the, the helmet is the editor's because they keep slamming it shut so he can't smoke. Yeah, yeah he That's can't right. smoke. So every time he goes to smoke, they stop it. And yeah, he's like, look at him. They they gave me this helmet, but I really did like the whole rant about Vertigo so and I, how it's you know, hilarious. You basically, know, and then, and show him basically turn him into Adam Strange or like yeah. you know even a cornier version. Adam yeah. Strange, Silver Surfer. Like, it was terrible. Yep. Yeah, at the beginning he's yelling and he's even like, listen, we were great. Our imprint it was separate. Fucking great talent. We had awesome covers. And he's like, yeah, then they got a little shitty, but it, it was okay. And <laughs> it really was good. And it, and it even was like, and then he says, like, you know what? The, the sales weren't there. And then, you know, fuck that. We were, we were something. And it really is. And really, it's funny because the thing that made me laugh is because it's almost kind of what Eric says to me about Vertigo. We've talked about Vertigo and I always say, oh, they signed these guys. They're going to, Vertigo's going to come back. And then we start talking about it there. It's a shame. Vertigo used to be really cool. And even if it didn't sell, it was, you know, it was yeah. kick ass. And even you, Reggie, you're a big Vertigo fan. Sure, a lot yeah. of these, you know, Animal Man and Swamp Thing, all these characters that you like. But yeah, so if you're a Vertigo fan, especially the, the beginning, you're going to love. You're just going to laugh and like, you know, and then when it pulls out, he has a ray gun. He's talking to Dog Wilder this whole time. And then it pulls out and he's on the Silver Surfer freaking thing. And I'm like, that's <laughs> so, so funny, good. Man. Yeah, it's it really crazy. Hilarious. But then, then you switch to see, uh, the Spectre and yeah, he wants Bader. And you realize then the the big funny thing is that they re they realize themselves he doesn't know which is Bader, yeah. and Bader unfortunately Bader only says one thing and that's I am Bader. <laughs> I so am even Bator, if Bader yeah. if Bator is gonna say to them like hey it's it doesn't matter it always comes out as I am Bator. So when he keeps going and six pack no six pack knows this and the whole time 
he's going to try to stop him from saying it. Well, everybody and, is trying to stop him. And all yeah. I could think about was the Roger Rabbit scene with the, like, a uh, shave and a haircut. Yeah, and yeah. Roger Rabbit flips the hell out because they, they're trying to stop Vader from saying it. But he has this, in, like, this urge. He yeah, has he can't. To he has to say it. And uh, it's funny, too, because along this whole time, there, there's Bueno, and he's just standing there leering. Although he always makes me laugh. But, yeah, he yeah, even grabs yeah, him. Yeah. And he's, then he's the one that gives him the chokehold. Yeah, he gives him the chokehold, and then uh, that's where you go back to Constantine, and Constantine then he's going to teach Dog Runners like you're not the first one. You got to get this right, and yeah, it's it's pretty much sticking your hand up a dog's ass. Dog looks well, very happy. It looks I very think the happy. Dog's dead, dude. Dog is dead. Yeah, dog. Is dog dead. I don't know. It looks. It, I don't even think it's dead yet. I don't know. No, no, it's dead. It's yeah, been dead the whole time. It looks dead at the one point, but yeah, when he puts his hand up his fucking ass, he looks like well, he springs but, to life a bit. But yeah, he's just kind of doing like, what I look like. Yeah, uh, but then you get the whole thing that it's like it's like that cliche uh, movie where everybody stands up and says, "I am Bator." Yeah, because they, you know, I love that. Yeah, and it <laughs> I is. am Malcolm X. Yeah, I am, am Ben Hur. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, happening. Exactly. It's happening a trillion movies. But yeah, Ben Hurd, you know, that's the whole thing. I am Spartacus, whatever that's the movie. That's what it was. That's you know, what Spartacus. Yeah. Spartacus. You're going to have it. Eh, it could be. But yeah, it's like the whole Spartacus thing. And uh, it's hilarious because then uh, the Spectre pretty much at the point then is like, <laughs> I don't have fucking time for this fucking garbage. Yeah. He starts cursing it up. There's a lot it's of like... like the fuck listen yeah, i like the joke as much as the next spirit of vengeance yeah and <laughs> even all of the specter's dialogue is hilarious i, I mean, love it so much yeah. we can't just sit here and read it but it really is fuck you really got to check yeah. it out it's i'm so telling funny. you specter at one point because everybody is it's the spot the spot including batman who is just he, driving drive by, by gives, gives the power off. fist he gives yeah. the power fist i am Bator, and uh <laughs> Uh, Spectre Bay here I it is it's hilarious. He says, like, listen, I like a joke as much as the next spirit of vengeance. And then they start saying it some more, and he's like, Okay, you're really starting to piss me off. You fucks <laughs> are gonna find out what I am the wrong fucking asshole to fuck with. And it's like these this is the lines, you know, they have it bleeped out, but it's hilarious. And and it's so hilarious. And then at the one point the Spectre just puts his fingers in his thing and calls up God on his cell phone. Yeah. Okay. Wants to know what the fuck he's supposed to do. And I, you, did you, did you figure right away what it, what he was going to say? No. When he God. calls up God, I did. I'm like, God's just going to go like, fuck it. Just get them all. If they want to yeah. fuck around, just fucking send them all, you know, judge all of them. And that's basically what happens. Uh, but yeah, all even when. Do, dude, that is some harsh shit. That's what, that's what Spectre yeah. says. You're the yeah. boss. Yeah, and he's like, you're the boss. At one point, he can't really, and it's funny, too, because he's on the phone, I'll he can't you hear. Spectre yeah. is shocked at what he has to do. That's crazy. And at the one point, he's like, I like it, too, because you see that progression with the Spectre. He can't hear, so he has his hand over his ear. He's talking. And then when the shit starts going bad, he's like, all right, I get it. I get it, God. It's almost like he's like a teen girl now on the phone. Yeah. He's like, you know, talking. But, yeah, it's going to end up. And that's where... um Dog Wilder shows up with that crazy ass dog who he makes <laughs> say we are all Bator. And yeah. that's where the fr- that's the first sign. And the first shit, sign of the apocalypse? We don't know. I think so. Sure. Uh, Shit's I mean, going I wrong. Would say, I would say that's the you know, first implication, but who knows? Could be the first sign of the 
I'm well, here's dog. the thing. Canine because Dominion. of that, it, two two panels later, the Spectre gets the fuck out of town. Like oh, yeah. he sees that, and he's like, "The first sign, hey, I didn't know we, I didn't know he was with you." Okay, seriously, I wouldn't fuck with him if I knew you two were were tight. And gets the fuck <laughs> out. And even then, it's like it, I love it too because you see Dogwelder standing there, and Six Pack's wondering what the fuck's going on. And he's like, dog welder? There's Bueno just fucking leering at him, laughing. Mm-hmm. But you see the scared face. I think he's face. looking at the dog, honestly. I, he might be. <laughs> Actually, I think he's looking at the dog and, and thinking about the, his hand up his ass. Yep. Uh, you see the Spectre's upset, fear, fearful face in the do- in the welding mask. Yeah, it's a really he, nice touch. Yeah, and he gets the fuck out. No harm, no foul. Boink. He's off. And, yeah, they're just kind of all standing around. And then then that's, you know, they wrap it up with that. Constantine still wants to smoke. And uh, the mask won't let him. The helmet won't let him. No, the helmet won't let him. And, yeah, and I don't know. Where do you think uh, they're going to go from here? Do you you think that just ends it? That that was how they got rid of the Spectre? Obviously, this is with with Dog Welder is a big part of this. Also, it's funny because they're like – Constantine mentions the uh, suicide job. I'm like, oh, here we go. I don't know. It says the next issue of Sophisticated Suspense. I mean, that that was the subtitle for some books, Sophisticated Suspense, but I yeah. can't remember. I think yeah, it was one of their Vertigo titles back. And in the I day, didn't so. even look. I didn't even look through uh, the solicits or anything. I, I actually, this is a book that I actually like to be surprised when yeah. I finally do see the cover and all that. Uh, but yeah, even the point where. Dogwelder's there at the end, and, and Six Pack's wondering, like, what the fuck happened to you? You, you seem different. You know, you, what's changed? You got your and, hand up a dog's ass. Yeah, he's got, and it seems like that is the moral of this book, is that that's all Dogwelder had to do to save the world, is put his hand up a dog's ass. So and, far. Yeah. and Because we'll now see. this is where we get to the hard travel on Heroes, because they have to go on a trip to explore Dogwelder's further powers, so yep. yeah. he can save the world because uh, uh, disaster's coming on the horizon. Yeah, and then even are those at are I'm uh, guessing those are legitimately Constantine titles that he mentions too, uh, when he says, "Hey, you might remember me from such good stuff the like horrorist. the horrorist and the Family Man." Yeah. It made me laugh. All uh, I can think about the Family Man is that Nick Cage movie. I actually thought of Troy McClure when he's like, "Hey, you might remember me from such <laughs> things as." I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty good." Yeah, but yeah, they're gonna go on a trip and find out what's going on there. You have your story, and you have a number two issue that. I liked, and and you got guts making the non Isaac Constantine, and boy, yeah. I'm not liking it. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Constantine's a good Constantine's a good looking dude. Uh, the one thing that people have asked me, hero. even like Kev from Three Six Five Flicks, he said to me like, "Hey, uh, is this book good? Should I read it?" And I, yes. it's one of those where usually we'll say like, "Hey, you know, this is a kind of a weird one." You, I, I'm with this series, I'm in. I tell people, yeah, try it out and go. Uh, but also, other people, it's weird. Some people are calling out like, hey, I really like these first two issues. Uh, where should I go and read more of this? And really, you should just go right back to that DCYOU That's pretty much All-Star Section 8. I mean, that really is it. If you can go back to the original books uh, from Hitman, but there's not much of it. And you Yeah, know, the yeah if you want to get is, something like this, just go back to that miniseries and that you're mini-series. in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, although I gotta say, I'm finding this one. Although you know, how, how can you really compare that to something you read no. a well, year or whatever, however go? But I, I'm finding this one really funny. The and the art 
is something you can recommend with no yeah. compunction. And, you know what I mean? It looks the, awesome. The other thing right. about this is, even though it's goofy, you have a ongoing story. Yeah, yeah we, sure. We've now had two issues, and the one did lead into the other. Before, it was more of a, hey, who's going to show up? Oh, Wonder Woman's this issue. Might, other. I still think we might get that, because, like, you know, last issue, oh, I think there will be. this issue constantly. I do think that we're going to get that thing, but at least how it, how it goes, it does go from one to the other, and it carries over. This was a, if you want, this was almost like a two-issue arc. Yeah, in a mini yeah. series, and I did like it. I like it as a full story. I think instead of, instead of just like flavor of the month, like different character every month, it looks like they are kind of just yeah. going through a story and featuring the people from the DCU. And I said in my review that one thing I think that people that really know about the DCU a little bit are going to get more out of this book. Yeah, but I think I still think it's pretty damn funny at face value. Oh I yeah, mean, like, you know, oh, it's hilarious. If you think the idea of a guy. Using a dead dog as a puppet to speak for him is funny. And that's the first sign of the apocalypse, it seems. And then wins the day, yeah. And even, it's funny because I was going to say, you have these other... But yeah, Batman in there is hilarious. I think it was also there to to remind people or tell people, because they really haven't spelled because this is in Gotham. This is Gotham, and, all this yeah, this always takes place this in This always Gotham. takes place in Gotham, and I think that was also just to remind you in a funny-ass well, way. They did say in this issue that it was in Gotham. Yeah, they say that, and then I just think that because they say that, you have to have Batman. And pump. honestly, with Batman driving by, giving the fist pump, it just reminded me of that first issue of All-Star Section 8 that I laughed my ass off for that, you. Yeah. Said. Oh, it was hilarious. And also, I'm telling you, this is a goofy a fucking, you know, sh- uh, what am I saying? Like fart joke type book. Like <laughs> it's the base value it's, of it's humor that dog's we love. <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, is they do uh, – Garth Ennis does a good job because a lot of books would happen where you have the specter. Shit's going wrong and you'd end up like, where the fuck is Batman? This is his city. He's there. He just drives by fist pump. He's out. I, yep. It'd be funny too if he's just like – Shows up and sees it's six. Oh, not these guys again. He gets the fuck out. But yeah, actually, I really actually, what to... would be really funny is if in the next issue of Batman, you know, Tom King has there, him there. Like, come into the Batcave and just be like, oh, you wouldn't believe what the fuck I just That'd saw outside of Noonan's bar. Like, yeah, it'd be funny. He's there and Duke's there and he's like, hey, uh, Duke, uh, what's or Duke's like, what what went on, Batman? I, I lost my Listen, I'm Bader. Get the fuck out of here. Duke. <laughs> I'm Bader. But well, yeah, Johnny, not only really is it a good. funny good story though, but I just really like the Garth Ennis commentary through Constantine at the beginning. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I the whole thing is it's it's also that it's always been kind of a meta thing uh, against comics and kind of yeah. poking fun at DC especially, but this even pokes fun at Marvel and and stuff like that. But I did really like it. But yeah, uh, what did you give it, Reggie? I know what you gave it. You gave it the, probably one of the highest scores you've given a book since we I started would, the site. I would say right? so, but I, I really enjoyed it that much. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I would probably give it a 9. For what I, it is, I think the art and the story is just great. I think I'd give it an 8. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm judging this book just on based on what I am, you know. What I that, think that's it's supposed that's to how be. I looked at it. Cause, yeah, know, and what I mean, it's what it's trying to do. It, it succeeds, you know. It's 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 in succeeding spades. for what it is, you know. I definitely I I don't think I'm like you, Jim. I don't think I'd run around recommending it. Although I do feel like certain the art people. alone is worth it. Yeah, but and certain people, I've told them you got to check this book yeah, out. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I will never go up to somebody on the street, which I never talk Ever. to anybody anyway. But even I if I was if I was <laughs> in a comic store and I saw just somebody saying like. 
boy, I want to. I just want to get a new comic. What should I get? I would never just write out, hey, you got to get this. But the, a couple times people have asked me, and they, I kind of get a idea of them already, like you get know, a feel. But not even just that. Or they'll say, oh man, my friend says it's really good, and I, I saw a cover. It looked hilarious. Yeah, then get it. It's it's great. This is not something – there's people who would probably read this and fucking think you are the worst person ever for suggesting yep. uh, this book. But it what is hilarious. We, we've seen reviews before. Uh, not many people review this book because that last miniseries they hated so much, yet yeah. we loved it. And it is probably one – and it's not a rebirth, a quote-unquote rebirth title, but I guarantee you right now I haven't looked – Probably only three or four reviews for this book. Uh, people just don't find it that important or funny. I've heard other podcasts that won't even talk about it because it's it's not you know their thing and things like that. And I'm like, oh, do you don't like to laugh yeah. because if you are a guy who reads a lot of comics or you know reviews them even, especially that or th- this is a great book just on that level about the commentary on comics but yeah absolutely yeah. hey yeah. jim you correct three people reviewed this book yeah. this week i i'm telling you i, I but it has I'm an down average of an 8.3 yeah so somebody gave it a shitty score get, to get an 8.3 with reggie giving a 9.5 yeah. i bet you somebody <laughs> gave it a four check it out are you still you on there i, I blew the it's, curve it's, out it's loading up right now yeah yeah i bet you somebody gave it a, a shitty score and said it was this is the base level of fucking nonsense yep, it's uh two 9.5s and a six yep i knew Ooh. somebody went low so somebody went low i like it though but they had two nine fives and i knew there was not going to be that many people caring about it but we care about it why aren't yeah, we I'll on the? I'll stub for this book forever. Especially yeah. If it's why really aren't we the? I I shit my pants laughing. Weird science on the That's fucking right. trade paperback. That should be it, Reggie. Maybe, from now on, well I'm giving be. you the mandate. You better write blurb. Blurbs. Uh, yeah. You better write something that could be put on the back of that trade. Because All right. Let anything... me let me work on code. So uh, yes. a roller coaster ride. No, no, yes. no. For this book, for this book, I think I shit my pants. It was so funny. That would be funny. Uh, the art and story meld together in the perfect uh, all Very, those fucking okay, things. Okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, good you one. got that. This, the yeah. art, the art tells more than half the story. <laughs> How about that one? You'll never, you'll never guess who shows up next. I can't wait till next month. That's the worst. I, I, I say that a lot too. Strap yourselves in for some Section Eight. If Section 8 means you're crazy, guilty as charged. <laughs> How's that one? Would that be good on the back? Uh, if these ha- heroes are hard traveling, give me a suitcase and I'm, I don't know, and, and be, let me hit the road. You'll hit the road with these guys and the laughs are, are abounding. I, and you want to have the windows down. Yeah. <laughs> laughs are on the menu here at the... Oh, uh, yes, I'm done. I'm done. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say about it. But it is really good. If you that's guys all I have to say really, about that. If anybody listening to this podcast likes anything that we do, they'll like this book. That, yeah, this book yeah. is as very – this is like one of those weird science stamps of approval that if you like the piece Oof. of shits we are, you'll like this book. But right. we will move on now. Then we're back. Oh, Here gosh. we go. We're starting right away. What book are we doing, oh. Reggie? Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern that Corps, is right. number five. Written by Robert Vendetti, art by Ethan Van Skyber and Jason Wright. Saranic Natu finally gets some one-on-one time with her crush Hal Jordan while he convalesces from having been split open like a lobster. 
and okay. sewn together with Corrigarian suture by her. Meanwhile, across the galaxy, John Stewart and the Green Lantern Corps run into a fleet of ships headed to War World to confront Sinestro about his kidnapping policy. And speaking of Sinestro, he fucked Lisa Drack. I don't know if you ever wondered about those two, but it turns out they're fucking. Yuck. We've seen Yuck. them fuck a bunch of times. Yeah, I oh, yeah, was not wondering them. about like, them. It was like weird. It was deep penetration. You could see everything. I don't know what the DC was doing, but I liked it. Yeah. Are you sure that wasn't something you came up with? That yourself? he thought it was? No, I'm really not sure at this point, but I'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It reminded me of this, Reggie. Yeah. Reminded me of this Blondie song that I heard once. This is your favorite you, oh, song, you right? Once. I'm sure you only one time. Once. Only one time ever. <laughs> the song makes me want to put uh, on yeah. a Hawaiian shirt and get some steel drums out. It does. You get the steel drums going and everything. Uh, I, I like this issue of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps enough. Yeah. Uh, it's very much set up. But it I did like it. Wasn't, it. I didn't find it as good as the last issue, but it, it was cool. It did kind of, you know, we talked about... Um, Constantine yesterday and how it kind of or you know you're going to hear it on the same episode yes. today folks I think but, you might hear it like uh, right before this <laughs> you messed up the so, timeline but remember like two minutes ago we were talking about Constantine but yeah, yeah I that remember was, like, that was the second issue and it was recapping and it was sort of too soon this issue is doing a lot of the same thing but this is about right at the fifth issue before we have yeah. our big you know six issue climax let's just like remind everyone where everyone where the characters are in the world, what the status is, and that's pretty much what we got While here. While moving us towards our finale. Yeah. Exactly. Well, again, yeah. you have that issue where the Green Lantern Corps is just getting itself back into the universe, and at least this issue, we have them, you know, I got, I got so about. happy with them interacting with somebody. Yeah. Uh, it's still, there was <laughs> yeah. a point in this issue where I really thought it had ended, and then it kept going on when Hal... Uh, you know, gets his ring on eventually and then yells he's going to blow everything to hell. I'm like, like, okay, cliff- we're done. That's the cliffhanger <laughs> hero moment right there. And then I turn yeah. about, holy shit, there's yeah. more. I'm like, what's going on? That is the cliffhanger moment. And then you could have started, but it, it was good. I, I like the art a lot. But yeah, you, you don't really get a ton of new information. It starts off with Guy being tortured. And yeah. he likes it. Calls the guy Cupcake. <laughs> I, I like. I love Guy Gardner. And it is. It's it's, it's pure guy. It is pure guy. And in the meantime, then you get Hal, or not Hal. I mean, uh, a Sinestro, and he's pissed. He the guy. He really needs everything. It, you know, if one little thing in his plan goes <laughs> wrong, he gets pissed because he really, at this point, is ruling the universe. Uh, but he's upset he doesn't have how. And, of course, the big thing, I, you know, besides that, is that Guy Gardner is out and about now. He knows because they're torturing him. That means the Green Lantern Corps is coming back, or at least is back. And he doesn't like you know, that. The thing, and I glean, the thing I glean from the Sinestro and Alyssa Drax stuff is that nothing gets Sinestro hotter than talking about his daughter. Yeah, I, hotter and discussion. I just say, they're having a big discussion about Sornik and what she's doing. And then the next panel, they're in the bedroom getting ready to fuck. Like, and they're still talking about Sornik. I'm like, this is just kind of weird. Couldn't we just yeah. have, like, you know, a little leadway into another conversation? So hey, believe me, though. I mean, at one point, he pretty much tells Alyssa that she's a bitch and she better watch her step. Well, when yeah, she does yeah. say that, like, oh, well, you Alyssa know, you're that shit, though. Yeah, that's, <laughs> his, yeah. that's his baby girl, you know. I love the fact that Sinestro's face does not change at all throughout every no. single panel like you know whether whether he's sexing it up with Lisa Drack or he's bemoaning the state of the Green Lantern Corps 
he might as well be wearing a mask. He just yeah. always looks fucking furious. And, yeah, uh, he, he's not happy. That's uh, his but, yeah. face. Yeah, that's his fucking face. Uh, but Same then, yeah, they, they have the whole, you know, they have the whole thing, and that does lead how uh, to how and Sornik. Sornik, uh, we had seen her. We were wondering what she actually was doing, but she Fair says right. here she had to do some surgery on him to save his life. And, I mean, that's uh, some fuck. Well, well, what did she do? Did she replace his heart and? I don't know. Cage? She you said know, she's fuck? seen everything, including his <laughs> cock. We didn't, I'm telling you, we saw that Hal was getting the shit beat out of him, but I didn't think it was to the point where he was about to die because of the yeah, beating he took. That, that's the thing, yeah. that, like, she claims pretty much that, and and it's not even like she had to like fix his leg or something, she no. cut open his full torso, yeah. and yeah, and she says, listen, the way I did it, you know, you're going to heal in a little bit, it's, it's that quick thing. Uh, to heal, but, technology. And she had to take off his ring, and she gives him back the ring that he made. And even before that, though, he's confused. Not confused, he's a bit pissed. He wakes up, and there's Sornik, and she's a yellow lantern. And it's like, you know, like father, like daughter. And she Ooh, tells yeah. him then the big thing of, listen, I want to, I'm good. I, I want to rule the yellow lanterns, but do it in a, a better way. And there's more like me. There's more yellow lanterns that aren't bad people. Uh, like my father, and that's that's gonna you know have a big effect later. But then she gives him back the ring, and that's where he's like, "Hey, I got this new Listen, trick." Doesn't Hal look you. weird on this page a little he bit? He does. I think he looks he, weird he, the whole time, actually. Yeah, uh, he has such like a thick neck. I, I wonder if because he's shirtless, but he really looks like a like he's a surfer dude or something. Yeah, I he's like a lot the art than I thought him in the neck, especially in the neck. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like the art a lot in this issue, but I thought that Hal himself was a little off. Just a little uh, weird, but I, I kind of dug it because he is sort of a goon, you know. Yeah, so yeah. It works for him. But even, even uh, you know, and then they cut back to the Green Lantern Corps. But uh, the big thing with Hal, him and Sornik are kind of talking about things, what happened and whatnot, and that's where Hal shows him his uh, his great new ability, and that's the callback to that end of that Renegade. Uh, I thought that we were never going to see this again. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I really didn't <laughs> think we were going to see this ever again. All, All of a right, sudden, there he is. He's pure will. He's, you know, they kind of explain it hokely. We started out with Rebirth, where we saw that he was becoming this pure will, and we were led to believe it was all because of Krona's gauntlet. So yeah. what does he do? He ditches the gauntlet, he makes yeah. a new ring for himself, and everything from hence, like henceforth has been fine. He's back to basic Hal, and all of a sudden... He still has this affliction. Yeah, and we've never, we haven't he, seen it so far. No. And it's just like, almost like he's saying, like, boy, this is always happening and I can conjure. Why didn't he use this when he was getting the shit kicked out of him by the Yellow Lanterns? And because then he even said, explode. Yeah, yeah, and he says if I use it, everything. it's like it's like when you find out you have AIDS, you don't tell everybody. They're well, just gonna like yeah, be really. scared of you. So, I don't yeah. do. You just run, then you just I, kill. It, you just actually, yeah, you, you just kill yourself then. But yeah, it's weird. Like I said, switching back to the ring from Corona's Gauntlet, if we still have the same thing happening. I know. And before, when this happened at the end of the uh, New Fifty Two DCYOU, it was one of those where when it happened, it wasn't a great thing. He didn't no. know who he was. He didn't know he what was going pure on. Will. He wasn't yeah. Hal Jordan anymore. And here it's just odd. It's like almost like this thing. And but they have to. It's like a, a any sort of full out power. They have to have a way to re reel it back in. And that's when he says, "Oh, if I use it too much, I can push the envelope and everything blows up." And you're like, okay, whatever. Uh, now, Eric, wouldn't it, wouldn't this appeal to you though, since it does fold over the continuity from a book that you invested your time into? Yeah, but he no, said because... it doesn't make sense with it because it was the gauntlet that did it before, and now he's just doing it on himself with his new ring. It makes no Sweet. sense. 
Right? It really seemed like we put a pin in that story so we could move yeah. on. And like having it here, it's like, why did we do all that? Thing? Well, remember, this point? is the weirdest. This is the weirdest book in Rebirth, where it is the one that seems to be picking and choosing whatever the fuck they thought was neat yeah. that came before, and just shoving it into this new continuity. It has been since then, with you know, Parallax and War World, all that stuff was very hokey, and uh, we get it again, but. We'll see how it goes. I, I yeah, really don't it's know. Better than what happened in Renegade. Yeah, I just like, I really don't know I, I why they would have this. You you don't need Hal to have this crazy ass power. Unless like you this. want, you know, you need him to go up against somebody like Sinestro who has Parallax inside of him. Now, you know, I actually think, yeah, reason. I think it's it's only to go against Parallax. And at one and point, I'm sure become like an ion type. Yeah, thing. I think exactly. he's going to blow up War World with this, and you're going to think he's dead. That there has to be a reason why he came up with this. Hey, I have to watch out, or everything can blow up. Obviously, we're going to get that. Coming a, up, a planet-sized explosion. Yeah, yeah, it's going to all blow up. But well, yeah, then it, seem, it, it seems now that like we had the Green Lanterns, where we saw the Red Lanterns are trying to create a new uh, entity for their spectrum. Maybe this will come about where the Ion entity is born out of the willpower yeah. of Hal yeah. Jordan at the that end of this. Maybe, Hal, like, maybe he is the entity. I mean, it could even be that crazy. We'll or yeah, I just don't it. see that being like, you know, the back to basics that the Rebirth well, is doing Well, with again, everybody. here's the thing. What you're yeah. saying that makes sense. But the other thing is that the, the Guardians are gone. And they Sornik even says in this, like, oh, my God, you made a ring. Only the Guardians could do that. I think they are using Hal as a replacement for all that other stuff. Well, we it, had the Templar it, Guardians still out there. Yeah, but I, you we're never going to see them. Uh, you, <laughs> they're, they're done. I'm telling you, I think that this is their kind of fix it up into a way there is legacy, but it's new. Uh, because you do, it's a weird book, not a, even a book, the whole Green Lantern thing. We have 800 million Green Lanterns from Earth, but yet the other part of the core is devastated. They have to do something. Maybe this is something interesting for Hal to do, uh, because he can't, you know, you have John and, and Guy in the core, and then you have Hal, and it, it just seems too much anyway, so maybe he's oh, going to be I've, the quote-unquote guardian. Even though I like all of the lanterns, I've long thought that they needed to whittle down these Earth. Yeah, maybe green maybe lanterns. what they're it's doing with this is, like, you know, Hal's going to be something different. He's going to be the fuck almost isn't a green lantern from Earth yeah. anymore. You know, it's like you know, it's like sign up everybody. I do yeah. like the fact that whether he does become the living embodiment of willpower or not, that he still is an incredible asshole. I mean, immediately, <laughs> immediately, Saranic, you know, Saranic Natu's like. Help me to defeat my father. He's like, no, I have to do this alone. Yeah, you know, yeah. you brought me here to do this. You know, back off. Just like, what the fuck? I, dude, I, I do like out. that. He's like, listen, you healed me up to do this job. Now back yeah. off, woman. I drive this here. Ain't, this ain't woman's work. <laughs> don't you have a Don't you have a meal to cook? Yeah, she's like, you know what? What's the plan? The plan is you making me some meatloaf, bitch. Let's go. I'm hungry. Oh, Jordan, how could you? I am so goddamn hungry. This is why Carol Ferris broke up with the only one for Kyle. Really? That's why she hasn't been seen. I, I don't know what she's done. But yeah, then they go to the core. And the core is, they've decided, finally they've done what I've been yelling at Eric at work for like two months now. Why don't yeah. they just start flying somewhere? <laughs> at one point, yeah. they're just sitting there at the edge of the universe, just waiting for something. And they send Guy out. He's he's not coming back. So they <laughs> yeah, just decide, oh, let's go this way. I said, Derek, just point in a direction and start flying. You you might find That's a something. Bad move in space. I'm telling you though, what's worse than just sitting there in nothing? I'm telling uh, you, you might as well go in the direction that guy I do like yeah, that. Go the but direction that guy went. Is, yeah. 
If Guy didn't happened. come back, something either bad happened to him or whatnot just started going that way, and they do, and then they run into what it seems, what appears to be an attacking fleet of aliens. And I really do like this too. It it actually cracks me up that they're so gung ho to start fighting uh, yeah. because they have no idea. And when they do, they find out that this fleet is actually heading towards War World to fight because the Green Lanterns aren't there. They're decided, you know, you guys abandoned us. we got to do some shit with these ships that aren't now even they, warships. Now they're informed of what happened with the Sinestro Corps. So yeah. now yeah, everyone yeah. is on the same yep. page. Everybody knows hey, uh, and they're, they're heading on. We don't know anything about these ships, but Iolandi, go over there and shoot a big-ass blast yeah. just to get their attention. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, yeah, we did this once when, in my planet. Uh, I remember that. It worked out. The Spider-Man came or whatever she says. But yeah, then uh, John goes and talks to these guys. The and Spider-Man. Yeah, I forget what he says. Know, she says that, something. It, it is along those lines. Yeah. Makes I was like, what the hell are you talking about? But then they have the thing where um, the spider guild all of a sudden the Green Lantern Corps is now flying and we get another what appears to be in hero cliffhanger. And then we go on mm. a little with Guy. Guy's getting, uh, you know, you go quick. Core guy getting uh, tortured with whatever the hell's going on. He's in bad shape. And then Hal, and they say, you know, there's plenty of will that still shines in the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, I do like it, too. I, I don't know if I like it, actually, but when Guy, at the beginning, he's getting tortured, he just says the oath. And I, I, I like, like it. Yeah, it was okay. Keep, keep his will uh, strong. He ain't yeah. It was fair, yeah. but here's the thing. This Game reminded me. Serial number. The best though there of it go. is of this. It's like Han getting tortured in Bespin. They're not asking him any questions. questions. <laughs> They're not asking him shit. He doesn't need any. The only will he has to do is that will himself not to hurt because they're yeah, just yeah. having fun with him. They just want him to be afraid and hurt. And yeah, there's no questions. Pain don't just, hurt, guy. I just Pain like that hurt. he calls the he calls him cupcake. He's a badass. I, I love I also, Guy. I this, really this do. This two-page spread of the whole core flying in profile is really yeah. a classic yeah. shot, I feel like. I, I, I don't know. You know I haven't, maybe I haven't read Green Lantern long enough, but I don't think we've seen a really triumphant you know, spread like this. Like, this is ready to be a poster. It's it's all, it's all yeah, the it key, is. guys. It looks well, before awesome. the DCYOU, you had this a lot, though. Yeah, you <laughs> did. Like, have, it's, it's, every I do story arc was a crossover where they did this. Yeah, yeah, all flying around. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the art a lot. I told you, I, I didn't really like the way Hal looked. Uh, just how, but even that, like you said, maybe it's because he's bare chested. Maybe it's just because he doesn't have the the outfit on or whatever. He just seemed a little off, but everything else looked fantastic. I thought that dude but, with the sacrament when he's uh, torturing guy. I really like those. Like you're, it reminded me of Pinhead from Hellraiser. He's like your suffering will be written about in the book of Parallax yeah. or this, like you know, our book of sacrament. I'm like that's some badass shit right there. It was, and, uh, and guy doesn't back down. I, uh, I love it. He's like, hey, you better put your back into it, cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> just made me laugh the whole time. I'm like, this God, is so great. Much. And then the best is, is that you have the sa- the sacrament, and uh, he actually says, "I find myself challenged by your tolerance to pain, Guy Gardner." I'm like, "God damn it, Guy is a badass." Even yeah. this guy, who's just tortures everybody in the universe, he's actually challenged by him. It's not God, something you want to be challenging, though. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. But uh, what'd you give it, Reggie? Give it an eight out of ten. I would give it an 8 as well. I'd give it a 7.5. because I love the art, but mostly just because of this whole becoming willpower thing out of nowhere. Man, that, I'm telling you. It felt like we are over that. Just the core in the universe proper well, now. Yeah. Uh, 
if it wasn't for the how going to pure will, I might have given this a nine because yeah, this, this is issue. what I've wanted the whole time. I, I really do like it. I, I can't see anybody who is reading this book being upset with this issue. Uh, but yep. yeah, but uh, we're going to now move to Reggie talking about a book that uh, we're not really going to talk about much, but it does end a mini series. So Reggie wanted to talk about it. What is it, Reggie? It's Harley Quinn and her gang of Harleys, number six, written by Frank, T Frank Thierry and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Morissette and Hi-Fi. Now that Harley Quinn is reunited with her gang, it's time to get revenge on America's sorely lacking mental health care system. After dispensing with two dozen mercenaries, Harley and Bolly Quinn head up to Harley Sin's lair, where Harley challenges her to a fair fight. Later... Harley straps her unconscious combatant to a gurney and sends her to a facility upstate where she will receive top-notch psychiatric care. But Harley Sin's ambulance is diverted by her father, who sends her to Arkham Asylum. All's well that ends well. Ooh, snap. <laughs> and How was uh, it, Reggie? Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was okay for an ending of a, of a miniseries. And the, and the only thing about this is, you know, it's we say it all the time, but Harley Quinn, but... If you're in for one book, you really are in for all the books. It's really yeah. it's its own universe. You're you're gonna see these characters in yeah. all of the other Harley books. Yeah, you really on, saw a lot of these in the Rebirth, uh, yeah. Harley Rebirth. Yeah, recently, like, in the first arc, yeah, we saw a lot. Of even these last, pretty yeah, last issue of Harley was with Bali Quinn, uh, Bali Quinn that, going to India. Right. That yeah, was they, the whole thing. Yeah, went to India, you know, yeah. and, and uh, they, they referenced them all. Pretty much when if if you hang out with Harley Quinn for ten minutes. You're in the series for life. Yes, so, you, you know, are. take take it in that context. And there was there was some couple of funny scenes in here that were enjoyable. I didn't really love Harley Quinn, uh, you know, getting revenge. Like this whole like I don't know soapbox thing about mental health care was. Little, yeah, it is sorely lacking, isn't it? It is. That though, mental health true. care is really sorely have, lacking. We don't really have a good uh, psychiatric care in this country. For example. Jim is allowed to walk among public no, in the public. not just that. I'm allowed to have children. I'm allowed right. to raise I mean, I, children. I mean, it's a, it's a complete In a perfect failure. America, you would be sterilized, sir. That's right. <laughs> not on my watch. In a perfect America, you, you'd be able to see him. Isn't, that, you know, isn't Trump against me? At the, at the county fire. I heard that Trump is, he's guarding the borders and not allowing me to have kids. He's going to take my kids away, <laughs> and that's why I'm voting for him right now. I'll be a free man. I'll be like Trevitt. I'll be buying fucking $350 worth of shit each week. I'll be enjoying all these trade paperbacks when I don't have to pay for food. Feeding these kids. But Five we bought Star Crunch. We bought Star Crunch last night. Twelve Star Crunch. Gone. Holy what shit. The, what the hell is that all about? I didn't even get one. I didn't even oh get a Star God. Crunch. They didn't get wow. zebra cakes, though. I'll tell Thank you, they God. got donut sticks. They got the those as well. Stick? Eh, it's just like a little crueler. That, it's isn't a it like little a cake Debbie. stick, then? It's a little Debbie thing. They have a bunch of those crazy. Yeah, it's just not. Like it's nonsense. It's nonsense. That was is a Madeline. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> Madeline? You haven't eaten Madeline lately? Not lately, not since I, I quit drinking. Hell, I don't know what the hell she was Madeline a is. No, yeah. Speaking of that. Yeah, come on, Reggie. The tide is high. <laughs> I like this because it makes me feel very iry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right Reggie, now, though. What's that? Reggie, overall, though, you gave the Harley Quinn and her gang of Harleys a 7.8 out of 10 for the entire series. So it's not bad. Oh, I would say it's it's not bad at all for a, for a Harley book. And compare this to the to the Power Girl thing. At, oh least there was an ending. At least there was like a, a story. Every issue 
matter to some extent. They didn't I'll just tell you, wipe away with me. I liked the Gang of Harleys some, you know, enough up until that fifth issue, the last issue, when all of a sudden we got a origin story of Harley Sin, and then I, I thought like, it threw it threw the pacing all off for me. And then now, yeah. you know, it was all just a setup to show how crazy she is, so that she could be put in a mental institution. Uh, but it yeah. didn't land though, you know. I think no. you're right. It did. It did mess up the pacing. I would say that was the worst one of the series. But overall, you know, again. If you it's got Harley. into Harley already, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you are into Harley, this was a good miniseries, it and I would, I would tell you to go check it out. Well, nice. We're going to move on now to something that I like checking out, Reggie, and that is the Cosmic Treadmill. What are we going to talk about on the Cosmic Treadmill this week? Oh, we're doing one of your picks this week. Oh, we're I know. Commandy <laughs> number one from yep. 1972. Matty D's grinding his teeth right now. He's like, don't oh, even yeah? do it. Don't even go there. He uh, <laughs> he was afraid that it was going to be like a 15-year-long uh, affair because of Commandy, but it is not, right? You said it was no, about... No, it's not. It's not that crazy. Uh, yeah. no, I think this one is comes out to being just under like 40 minutes. But okay. uh, Did you talk about uh, the cover at all? We did talk about the cover. It's such I mean, a you great know how cover. we do. We, we go into some. We, we we do. We uncover the secret history of Kamandi and uh, talk a little bit about Jack Kirby. But I gotta say, Chris and I, and Chris read another issue on that he did on his blog. Uh, Chris is on InfiniteEarths.blogspot.com. What the and, hell uh, is this? <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> but we but we really enjoy the hell out of it. I gotta say, I yeah. really I never read Kamandi because Kamandi doesn't really intersect with the DCU as much yeah. as like the fourth world stuff. And, you know, even the, uh, you know, guardian and the newsboy Legion and OMAC. Uh, but Kamandi was, was a lot of fun. I, it made me interested to read more of it. So really, are you, you a, you much. are a big Jack Kirby fan, right? I do like Jack Kirby. Yeah. Sure. But I'm not one of these. I obviously don't have to read everything. Cause gotcha. I never read Kamandi. I just knew Eric, about him. Eric was bad mouthing him this week. I was, I was like, he was. King Kirby, my ass. What the yeah. hell is he Oh, doing? you should have heard him. It's all, all about Kamandi too. Kamandi. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, Jesus Christ. Some people, he's like, ah, all these people with their Jack Kirby nonsense. <laughs> yeah. You should have saw me. It's like walking around like Socrates yelling about fucking Jack Kirby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just was shaking my head. Why did you call the rant and rave line? Oh, it's so funny. I I don't own a phone. (laughs) Yes, it was was funny. Yeah, really, he doesn't have a phone. Uh, But yeah, we're going to go off and listen to you and Chris talk about Kamani. Eric, Eric will not tune in because he does not like Jack Kirby. Not on my watch. Hates his guts. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away. to Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill, where we go back, back to, the to the past man. and read some comic books from DC's yesteryears of publishing. You can hear us every week on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast, and this week we have a book requested by none other than, none other than Jimmy J.J. Werner, uh, you know, from the famous Good Times podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are we reading this week, Chris? We are reading the first issue of Commandy, uh, Commandy number one, the first DC issue. This is a <laughs> <laughs> this is a November 1972, 
It's by Jack Kirby uh, with Michael Roya on the letters. Uh, cost 20 cents and hit the stands August 29th, 1972. And uh, before we go into the book, let's do a little. We'll do a little bit of a brief uh, look at uh, uh, at the King Kirby yeah, here because very brief. I want to, I because uh, <laughs> we don't want to go too deep on this because he he might have multiple episodes of oh, yeah. uh, of another program we do. Sure. <laughs> in him there, but uh, we'll give you the uh, the quick and dirty here. He was uh, born August twenty eighth, nineteen eighteen, as uh, Jacob Kurtzberg, an Austrian Jewish immigrant. Uh, he was the son of Benjamin and Rose. He uh, co-created uh, Captain America with Joe Simon in 1940. Uh, he and Simon would work together in comics throughout the 40s and most of the 50s. Uh, they covered like every genre and basically created what we think of as the romance comic. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they basically created that uh, that whole concept, which really is a lost concept today. Sure it was, is. It was huge for its time, but yeah, they did everything: westerns, horror, sci-fi, you name it. Yep, and uh, with a guy you might have heard of named Stan Lee, he uh, he worked at a company you might have heard of uh, called Marvel, mm. and uh, pretty much made up, you know, co-created everything you can think of, with with few exceptions. Yeah. Um, they uh, launched what they uh, call the Marvel Age of Comics with Fantastic Four number one in 1961. Uh, he co-created the Avengers both separately and as a unit. Uh, the Avengers launched in 1963, also the X-Men in 1963. Uh, we'll jump ahead a few years here. He leaves Marvel in 1970. Felt he was kind of mistreated, um, and there was also uh, uh, some growing friction between him and Stan. Uh, DC was more than happy to scoop the man up. Yeah. Uh, they started placing ads in comics, and, and I'd love to say I was around during this time, but I wasn't. No. <laughs> but I've got, I've got a grip of comics from this era, <laughs> and it's always cool seeing these blurbs. Like there would be, uh, like blurbs on just any cover saying Kirby is coming. I yeah. mean, it could be an issue of anything. It, it was it tremendous. Was a, I mean, this was like yeah. the first defection, I guess, or you know, it's like the first. <laughs> movement from one company to another that was worth noting at all who, like, who before this who gives a crap if the same guy that draws exactly. Richie Rich is drawing you know uh, <laughs> Casper Casper well <laughs> who's, who's just Richie Rich dead yeah <laughs> but uh you know, yeah like uh he he was kind of like the big it's weird because it was hardly, hardly seemed like guys were actually getting credited, but everybody knew who Kirby was. Yeah. Um, he was kind of like the first comic celebrity, if if we could say that such a thing was even a thing. Yeah. Um, he came over, did work on uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Um, now, part of his contract with DC stipulated that he work on at least one existing title. So he chose Jimmy Olsen because it was slated for cancellation, and uh, he wouldn't be uh, putting another penciler out of work. So he would he would slide into that spot. And from there, yeah, he'd launch uh, he'd, he'd that because Darkseid's first appearance is in an issue with Jimmy Olsen. Oh yeah, well J- Jimmy Olsen eventually got he brought back the Newsboy Legion, which was a mm-hmm. Golden Age thing, and the Guardian was their like overseer, uh, basically super powered babysitter, and he also worked for the newspaper. Uh, it was and, uh, he he brought in all, he folded in a, a whole new thing with Jimmy Olsen. It's it, no longer the Turtle Man. It was uh, yeah. Him or the Elastic Kid, yeah. Elastic Kid, yeah, Elastic Lad. That's right. Uh, yeah, but but, uh, but Kirby created a lot of these uh, concepts he brought back, right? Or co-created uh, like the Guardian I think and the, the Newsboys, right? Or actually, is that Simon? Uh, I, oh, he created them originally in the '40s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Guardian was his creation, or it actually might have been a co-creation with Simon. I, I'm not sure. I haven't done the uh, research, yeah. but it was definitely you know from that era, from the Captain America times. 
So, yeah, he was using his own characters, which had actually, ironically been folded into national publications back then. Sure. Uh, like, almost everything was. <laughs> all the superheroes. <laughs> and uh, he was able to bring them back. And, th- and that's actually the thing I'm most familiar with, is the Jimmy Olsen run from that time, uh, yep. along with OMAC. But besides that, he also launched the Fourth World Comics, uh, with featured and created characters such as Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, uh, Dark Side, Light Ray, Orion, many, many others, Glorious Godfrey, Granny Goodness, yep. so you go on and on. Um, even in 1970, Jack Kirby, he could see that newsstand comic book distribution, it wasn't going to last forever. So he conceived of a future where f- epic, finite comic book stories would sell. Basically, he's talking about original graphic novels and selling comics in the bookstores, which happens right now, so he was right. Uh, Fourth World actually picks up right from where he left Thor uh, when he left Marvel. Author Mark Flores, a.k.a. Ronan Rowe, says, The idea of the new gods had come to Jack years earlier when he was plotting 90% of the Tales of Asgard stories in Thor. He wanted to have two planets at war and end with Ragnarok, the battle that would kill Thor's lucrative pantheon. Instead, he tried the idea in his Inhuman stories. Now he was presenting it in his original context, though he wouldn't ever say it publicly. The New Gods book started right after the gods and Thor killed one another. The first page of Orion of the New Gods showed the same scenes from Thor, a planet torn in half and armored gods holding swords and dying on a fiery battleground. That's, that's incredible. I know. It's, uh, and, and when you really think about it, and I'm definitely not as versed in Thor as I am in the new gods, but I know I know enough to, to, to see the connection there, you know what I mean? The, uh, sure. You know, Odin is, um, you know, the uh, new the god. All-father all or father, the exactly. High father? You know, high, high father, father yeah. right, right. Um, yeah, Loki is like, you know, uh, either Orion or I guess, who knows, Mr. Miracle or, you know, but there, there, there are <laughs> connections there and they definitely... Yeah, there are correlations. They yeah. wear the same kind of uh, clothes, but really, Kamandi, or Kamandi, however you would like to, I, I like to say... Uh, Kamandi, because I think he's probably, you know, from Europe. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, to make it two words. I say command D. That's which which we'll, we'll learn is the, is the <laughs> proper pronunciation. Uh, in the early 1970s, Carmen Infantino expressed interest in procuring the rights to the Planet of the Eighth property and publishing comics based on it for DC. Uh, but they, out, they wound up losing a bidding war with Marvel over Planet of the Apes, and they had a fairly successful run of it through the early 70s, if not, I don't know how yeah. long that ran. Uh, but Infantino still wanted a similar series to run through the publisher, so he turned to the newly arrived Jack Kirby, the king. Uh, Jack had created a series of comic strips in 1958 similar to Planet of the Apes, but before Planet of the Apes was ever a thing. The strip was called Commandi of the Caves. It was unsold. Uh, it just He did sketches, but it never went anywhere. Um, La Planète des Singes by Pierre Boulet was published in 1963. This was Planet of the Apes, the novel. And then this was adapted to film in 1968. So the idea of Commandi precedes Planet of the Apes, despite Planet of the Apes being the reason this comic <laughs> this exists. Book. So, you know, that's something you can play with, folks. That's uh, <laughs> the world of intellectual property is uh, very twisted. Yes, nebulous and twisted. Um, now, hopping into the story here, we got Commandy number one, The Last Boy on Earth. 
we open on Commandy riding a raft through the flooded ruins of New York City. Uh, after several days, he comes across a small tribe of humans, and uh, he scares them away by yelling hello, oh, which uh, makes me think that he might have discovered Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing scares my neighbors more than me saying hi. Not, not a really friendly neighborhood. <laughs> not a very friendly state. No. <laughs> you know, I'm from the neighborhood. It's like everybody knew one another, but when you come here and you say hi to your neighbor, it's like they cover their kids' eyes and they oh, <laughs> scurry into the house. It's, it's like, oh, that's 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 a guy from down the block. Don't talk to him. Well, that must make you feel right at home coming from New York. You're like, well, all right, I sure. can handle that. I, you know, I also <laughs> got to say this this page opening. It's got this full-on splash of uh, Commandy and. I, this is such a Kirby face. I got to think this is where they stuck all the faces they erased off Superman that they had Kurt Swan draw. Yes. And it's definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, here Kirby is actually he's not only just writer and penciler, he's the editor. So, yes. so there's no oversight on Kirby right here. He is <laughs> go, going. This is him going hog wild. Yes. The the chains are off. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We got here a sudden explosion from the direction of his safe house uh, or his bunker. Uh, he had booby trapped it before he left on his journey, and he caught himself an armed Luda. Uh, Graham's Commandi is exploring the tunnels below the uh, bunker there, and young Commandi goes in after him to ensure that he's just safe and still alive. Uh, as he runs through the tunnels, we see a crumpled sign that reads Command A. Hmm. Hmm. Finally, he comes upon Grandpa and the Ludas in a vault designated Command D. Strategic planning center. Well, that's good. They didn't seek shelter in a TCBY. He'd have a much stupider name. He would, indeed. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he is too late. A pair of wolfmen have killed him real good and stole some documents. And a fight is on. Commandy handles himself quite well. Uh, he's got the he's got the little Kirby pew 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 gun. Oh, it's so which good. is great, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, and this is just like classic Kirby comics storytelling. It's great. Yeah, uh, Commandy says, "My fangs aren't all in a pistol. I know karate too." I love how it's just karate. I know. It's, it's like, I'm going to give you a karate chop. But like, isn't, isn't this in the distant post-apocalyptic future? Like, So karate yes. has survived. You know, karate <laughs> has survived down the ages through, like, the end of mankind. They still they still learn karate, which is nice. And judging by his hairdo, I think disco led that led to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he winds up, uh, he winds up electrocuting a wolfman in a, in a, a massive, glorious Kirby crackle. Uh, Commandy leaves his home now for good, in the wolfman's rickety rig. And look at this thing; it's got one t- one wheel in front. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's like so, it's like something out of an amusement park. I don't, you know, it looks sure. insane. I think these wheels are actually giant, like oil drums or something. It looks like it. Commandy says. It bucks like a horse and it makes sounds like a coffee pot. But this wolf wagon is moving. And I'm so pleased to learn that coffee and coffee pots will still be a thing after the apocalypse. I think, I think we're finding that a lot of references from the 20th century have survived <laughs> into this distant post-apocalyptic future. Uh, <laughs> from here, he hops on the New Jersey Turnpike and he comes upon a platoon of tiger men. Who are waiting to pay the toll. Yeah, most likely. But one, <laughs> one of five on this mile marker. <laughs> Uh, the leader is a commandi sees a guy about to snipe this leader from the uh, brush so commandi shoots the sniper before he can pull the trigger this gives the tigerman's leader caesar uh is very appreciative of commandi's deed and he abducts him and informs the boy that he is now his pet 
Yes, don't think about that one too hard. Well, you gotta, <laughs> it could get dark quick. Well, the other option probably was instant death, so this might be a pretty good uh, turn he's doing, uh, Commandy. Right I, I guess I guess you gotta weigh it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Tiger's enemy army shows themselves as the platoon gathers gathers itself, and the enemy are leopard men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we are kind of close to the Bronx Zoo, except that's probably it's probably mile underwater. You, but, would, uh... you would think so, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I just think there's an awful lot of uh, leopards and tigers for New Jersey. But what do yes. I know? You know, this is this is the far flung future. So mm-hmm. uh, Caesar and his tiger men decide to stay and fight, but the boy is sent back to Royal City for safekeeping. Caesar keeps the leopards at bay with a scepter that fires a laser and it sets the landscape ablaze and kind of creates a wall of fire they don't want to get past. Uh, Caesar's aide refers to Commandy as Caesar's pet and gives him an open hand slap in the mush to quiet him for a bit, which is pretty startling. Uh, Just like, shut up, kid. Whack. Um, Commandy wakes wakes to find himself locked in the Royal City kennels along with other humans who actually act like uh, feral dogs. Speaking of dogs, there's an anthropomorphic dog serving a nasty-looking gruel to, to the unwashed human mutts. Commandy says, Wolves, tigers, and now dogs. I wonder what other wonders the years of radiation have produced. And it's it's weird because he's he's been out on he's been out on trek he's been journeying, and he he's never seen these anthropomorphic critters before. Yeah, I mean, is this his <laughs> first day out of the bunker? And if that's and, the... and if so, he's handling it really well. Yeah, I you know I would be like, what the hell is going on? No! Oh yeah. You know? I'd, I'd be turning that pew pew gun on myself. Tony, yeah, exactly. Tony, the talking <laughs> tiger. These guys ain't. I'm telling you, oh. scary stuff. So, uh, savage humans all rush and gather at the gruel like the beasts at a trough, but not Commandy, who instead beats on the chest of his whip wielding captor. This kind of show is not for me. I'm going to escape or die. Commandy socks the jailer in the gut and runs away. So they set a hose on him. Yeah, Tiger Guard's like, ha, 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 he needs a cleaning anyhow. Take it easy with the pressure. Caesar will skin us if we hurt him. <laughs> Later, uh, Commandi emerges with his captives because they, you know, they, they did uh, sedate him or at yeah. least knock him down for a bit. And he's wearing the cutest little ensemble yeah. you ever imagined. It's like a Jack Kirby's Little Lord Fauntleroy, you know. He's a, oh, it's, it's, it's almost a... like a sailor suit. It's so adorable. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he's led to a plaza for a ceremony being conducted by his new owner. Uh, the Tigermen, they, they worship an atomic warhead. Uh, it's coming out of the ground. It's a, it's a pretty interesting scene there. They all bow in reverence and honor the keeper of the warhead. Are we saying Canis or Canis? I'm going to say Canis because, well, I'm not going to reveal why. Because it's funnier. Yeah, it is a little funnier, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, uh, they honor the keeper of the warhead, Dr. Canis, uh, leading to Commandi stomping a couple of their heads into the ground. It's great. They bow down, and he, like, just, like, curb stomps. Yeah, I, and actually, I'd even say Kirby stomps because it's like there you, know, you go. <laughs> these like these like shocks of Kirby shock lines just reverberate. Their their heads disappear. You know, for all we know, he they're they they have bloody neck it's stumps atomized, left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, we got to get that one into a dictionary. Kirby stomp. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> now he charges uh, in the in the distraction. He charges at uh, the great Caesar, with designs on stealing that laser scepter of his, and he yoinks it right out of the back of his belt. <laughs> I'll need this, Your Majesty. That atomic missile must have a heat trigger to explode it. Now there's a single dog man present. He's uh, got the face of a dog, and I wonder who that might be. <laughs> now this, this mysterious dog man is Dr. Canis, and he Whoa. says, 
He says, no, no, drop that weapon. You don't know what you're doing. And he's right. <laughs> Commandy looks like he's going to unload this laser at the warhead. I, I, does, is that a good idea? I mean, what's what's the plan here, Commandy? Are you just going <laughs> to annihilate everyone? Is that the idea? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like Vivian in that episode of uh, one of our favorite shows, The Young Ones. Yeah. <laughs> what I need is a drill, the hedge trimmers, and some ordinary household bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, if it's not if it's not clear, the dogman is Dr. Canis. He grabs Commandy, and he tries to calm the boy down. He says, you young fool! This isn't the only way out. This world still has alternatives for you. As what? As a pet? As a hunted animal? Like those wild humans? Do you think I'd live like that? Now, Canis, he just begs Commandy to trust him. And uh, even manages to smooth the out- outburst over with Caesar, who would... <laughs> I think he was getting ready to skin the boy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> later on, uh, Canis and Commandy, they have a semi-contentious back and forth. Uh, the last boy on Earth here has quite the lip on him. What now, Canis? Are you going to teach me to fetch your slippers? Someone who packs a survival kit and sidearms can do better than that, yes. And that someone knows how to explode an atomic missile, doesn't he? I've been aware of phenomena like yourself for some time now. That's just great. What happens to us phenomena? Do we wind up in freak shows? Uh, then Cadus invites Commandy to enter a room, and inside there's a human in full astronaut gear. Mm-hmm. That costume he's wearing. I've seen illustrations of it in old books. I wouldn't exactly classify him as an old illustration, says Canis. And that's why you're the doctor, and Commandy <laughs> is just, just a guy reading illustrated books. Yes. Uh, the astronaut is radioactive. <laughs> he is. This is this is really one of this part really threw me for a loop, but he wears a circle patch over his cyclo heart, which serves as an atom smasher, and the harder he yes. presses it, the more of a fission, you know, kind of a, an atomic fission happens. Yeah, so his power is basically to cause a nuclear meltdown. Like, but that's not a power. <laughs> <laughs> power is to be one of the most dangerous uh, terrorists in our existence is what his power exactly. is. Uh, the astronaut <laughs> introduces himself as Ben Boxer, a very Kirby name as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Uh, Commandy reaches out and presses his forehead into Ben's chest. He begins sobbing, knowing that he's no longer alone. But I, I, I could have sworn we've seen some humans in this book before. Yeah, right in the beginning. <laughs> they're the ones that ran away when he said hi. I don't really understand. Yeah. Like, suddenly. <laughs> uh, ben hugs the boy as we fade to the next issue blurb. All complete in the next issue. A shocking discovery unearthed in what remains a once great modern city. Commandy finds it and releases a fury never before imagined by the mind of reasoning man. The last boy on earth and Ben Boxer plunge into the year of the rat. The issue actually closes out with something I, I used to I used to love it when they included this stuff back oh, in the yeah. day. Like you'd see like a like a cross section of the Avengers Mansion or, or, the, or the JLA whatever. The Bat Cave, like the, the yeah. plans for the Bat Cave, yeah. Oh, I love this. They, they they actually include something they call Commandi's Continent. And it's uh it's basically North and South America, uh, with a new continent, and they're all it's all labeled. It's all actually a, uh, cordoned off to what lives where in the whole infrastructure of this continent. Yeah. It just uh, it, it's like if I was a kid, this would totally capture my imagination. I mean, I'm I'm 36 now, and it is. Oh, absolutely. So I was I was looking at these things like I I'd love to read about a lot of these. Uh, well, uh, let's absolutely. let's jump right in. 
Yeah. Um, now, it features a new mountainous continent in the Arct- Arctic Atlantic, uh, which is connected to the North American continent, kind of like where you figure Green- Greenland would be. Yeah. Uh, now, they say that this is formed by upheaval. Later on, we find out that this continent was built brick by brick by Superman. Really? What, 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 yeah. So, what, so for what reason, do you know? Or Because the planet split and lava was spewing out of it, and he picked up boulders and he plugged the hole. Wow. And it made this new continent. That's... They, uh, they, they referred to him as the Mighty One. Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was very definitely Superman. That is, that's, pretty, that's pretty great. Uh, yeah. And that, I guess that qualifies as upheaval. Yes. <laughs> um, we find that human herds can be found in Quebec and the Newfoundland areas of Canada. Mm-hmm. We have the expanding Tiger Empire, which is pretty much everything in, in the United States east of the Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, in New York, which is now underwater, there's a rat network. Uh, and the leopards who fight the tigers and uh, sea pirates are uh, based off the coast of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're actually leopard. I meant I. I think I miswrote there, but they're they're leopard sea pirates, which just makes them yeah. uh, twice as awesome. That's pretty. That's pretty mm-hmm. much the amount of awesome they doubled it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Western Canada and Alaska are considered the dominion of the devils, inhabited by hostile phantoms. Uh, yes. Alaska also contains. It actually looks to be almost totally a strange fire area. Yeah, and then the uh, we got the uh, Midwest is home to the gorilla commu- communes, which is uh, where you'll where. Because Commandy and Ben, they they basically travel. <laughs> they're, it's like they're walking. It's kind of like the Superman grounded story. They're actually walking across the the continent. And they visit and a lot of these places. Yeah, that, that they are do. Listed here, yeah. Yeah, because the when with the gorilla communes is where the Superman story uh, comes up, and. Um, we got the Pacific Northwest. It's home of the Lion Tribes. And by the picture here, it looks like they build Pueblos to live in. Okay. Sure. Well, <laughs> sure. I guess that's a good good enough thing to live in. Uh, Absolutely. Southern California through Mexico and Central America is a wild human preserve. And thank goodness someone's thinking of the humans. Uh, this, this also contains a jungle area because humans like jungles, right? That's their natural sure. habitat. Oh, the great thing about this is we have all these feral beasts, or these, or these intelligent beasts, I should say. Yeah. And every time they see a human, they refer to the humans as animals. Yep. Well, because uh, I've read a few more issues of this, and they, they, whenever they see a human, they, to speak derogatory towards them, they call them an animal. Look, but they, but you know, they're lions and tigers. So it's look, uh, very look at interesting. How the humans act. They act like beasts. They do. <laughs> now, South America is labeled as tracking site, uh, the city of the nuclear people. And I think this is because Kamandi takes place after the, uh, in the 70s DC, there was something called the Great Disaster. I think it was the 70s. Uh, that was supposed to occur in 1986 and uh, also had, uh, had characters called the Atomic Knights. And I think th- this does take place in the same time line i believe that was something when i read up on it they they had confirmed that in not in commandy but in i think omac i forget what it was one of the other Kirby something that books. tied it in they huh? tied them in together yeah yeah and there's also a mystery crater count country there yeah <laughs> which is strange i'd love to see that uh sure. the, the northern pacific ocean is populated by intelligent killer whale raiders uh i really really want to hope that this is not like people that ride Intelligent people that ride. Killer, <laughs> I, I'm hoping the killer whales are intelligent, uh, yes. and I would. I'm sure that it could support a successful comic book series all by itself. That's oh, it. yeah, you know they, the intelligent killer whale. That's the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, they need to get their own multiversity uh, planet. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, 
Commandy, the last boy on Earth, would run for 59 issues. Concluded in September of 1978, uh, a victim, like many others, of the DC implosion. Now, Kirby would write and draw the book for uh, all the way up to the 37th issue. And then he would draw from 38 to 40, uh, scripted by uh, Jerry Conway. Uh, then he left D.C. Uh, Conway, Conway kept writing it, and it was drawn by a fellow by the name of Chick Stone. Um, passed through a few hands before its conclusion. Uh, featured writers such as Paul Levitz, Denny O'Neill, David Anthony Kraft, Elliot S. Magan, and Jack C. Harris, with art by Pablo Marcos, Keith Giffen, and Dick Ayers. And I gotta think that's some of Keith Giffen's earliest work, right? It's I mean, gotta be. I, I don't, I'm not such so versed in him, but yeah, it's gotta be. He was young in the '80s when I was reading. Yeah. Uh, Legion. You know, Legion of Superheroes. So uh, this is, he's got to be like a kid, real little kid here. Yeah. Uh, two additional issues were published, sort of, in the in-house copyright protection uh, publication, canceled Comics Cavalcade Number Two. This is where they basically put out a Xerox of half-finished or, you know, partly finished. Uh, titles that that were canceled right in the middle of their production for the DC implosion. Uh, Kirby did one of those stories, which gets stars his and Joe Simon's update of Sandman, and not the one from the 40s, but the one from the 70s. Uh, so not the one from the 90s either. Not the one from the 90s either. Exactly <laughs> the one the, the one right in this sliver. You know when he when he <laughs> hung out with Bruton Glob. Yeah, that one. Uh, that guy. And, and he looked over a kid named mainly over this kid Jed Walker, and that actually establishes that Commandy is that kid is Jed Walker, which I'm not mm-hmm. really sure how that would work, but uh, it works. In, Such in, a weird time. It really is. <laughs> uh, uh, this is this is me, you know, pontificating. But of all Kirby properties, Commandy is one of the least pimped. I think uh, it hmm. doesn't really fit into the Fourth World Saga very neatly. And being that he exists in the far future, he's not going to like hang out with the Justice League and Batman or whatever. Um, so you you often see a nod to Commandy's world in any crisis event. There'll be a panel uh, yeah. where they're reacting to red skies or whatever's happening, uh, or whenever there's a time traveling, you know, where they where they're scrolling through a bunch of times. They'll usually stroll through Commandy's world uh, at some point in there, but he's rarely finished. He's rarely featured prominently in any of them, except for arguably Final Crisis, but we'll get to that. Yeah, and Final Crisis was a whole other yeah. weird thing anyway. <laughs> we, we could say a lot of things could probably be true about the Final <laughs> Crisis, and we're not sure, but who knows. Yes. Uh, we've read, uh, I think there's, that's one of the events that actually has conflicting annotations. Yeah, it's, I think, I, it's very it's, strange. It's more like the Torah. It's more something you interpret, you know, you, there's yes. really no one way to do it. Yeah, I've got, I've got posters all over my wall. It looks pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> now, uh, despite having uh, existed in the far-flung future, he did manage to interact with Batman twice. Uh, now, this is The Brave and the Bold, number 120, uh, July 1975. title of the story was The Earth is Mine. And it was written by Bob Haney and uh, with art by Jim Aparo, which tells me that this story probably took place on Earth-H. Probably, yeah. Which is which is the Jim which is the Bob Haney. Super he doesn't Sons care world, about yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about continuity. Mm-hmm. We'll put the story there. Um, in the story, Batman slips into a coma and astrally projects to Earth AD to hang out with Commandi. Uh, also, uh, Brave and the Bold, one fifty-seven, December nineteen seventy-nine, the month and year I was born. Uh, yeah, time. My dark destiny is the title, and also by Bob Haney with art by Jim Aparo. Uh, in this story, Commandy is sent back in time and brainwashed to work for the mob. I've got to track that down. <laughs> I know. I really want to see that one. <laughs> 
And uh, and uh, as like many others, Crisis on Infinite Earth, Crisis on Infinite Earths did away with his timeline, and the boy would have who ha- would have been Commandy becomes Tommy Tomorrow instead. Uh, but as they say, you can't keep a good Commandy down. Nope, uh, he'd, he'd return for a six-issue Elseworlds mini called Commandy at Earth's End that ran from June to November 1993. That was by Tom Veitch and Frank Gomez. Uh, this is an alternate continuity to Kirby's Commandy, although it's essentially the same kind of thing. It's you know, it's it's him in a post-apocalyptic future dealing. Uh, he does actually link up with an elderly Superman, and that's why this spun off into the other Elseworlds mini, Superman at Earth's End, also by Tom Veitch. And yes, that's the one you're thinking of, where Superman's holding a giant Gatling gun and uh, screaming at people. Uh, yes. There was also a Commandy series. This one I have read uh, by Dave Gibbons and Ryan Sook in 2009 for Wednesday Comics. Wednesday Comics is one of the greatest things DC has done in modern years, and there is a collection, Absolutely. and I, I strongly recommend everyone go try and grab a copy of that. Yeah, because it's basically like the uh, Sunday Funnies. But oh, yeah. It's, uh... It's actually on on like newspaper. It's 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 it, crazy. It was originally on newspaper. The reprint yeah. is just a giant oversized hardcover, oversized hardcover. table thing. Uh, it's it was better, I think, in the original format. But if you mm. can get those, hey, get those too. Don't you know? Get whatever you can get. But uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, wildly entertaining. Such a wide variety of art. Such oh, and stories. Such yeah, great stories and using unfamiliar characters. The Plastic Man from that—that that was Kyle Baker, right? Am I right about yep, that? I believe so. Oh, I love it so much. It's—it's. It's, I'm telling you, strongly recommended. Certainly, certainly. Um, after Infinite Crisis, which uh, was that like nine? Oh, was I nineteen? It was a uh, two thousand six or so. Yeah, I'd uh, say. A, a bunker named Command D was built under Bloodhaven, mm-hmm. uh, which is where Nightwing hung out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Bloodhaven, but it's funnier to say it the other way. Well, actually, no, uh, with the umlaut, it would be Bloodhaven. That's, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. But no, who? Why would you call it that? It's crazy. I know. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. No. Bunkers A through C were probably co-opted by a Batman at that point. Yeah. Um, in the awesome story that was Countdown, uh, we learned that Command D is where Brother I is controlled, and uh, Buddy Blank, who is Omac in the Bronze Age, the you know the the man with the huge mohawk, not the robot. Right, right. Uh, shows up with his grandson, who, according to pre-Crisis on Infinite Earths continuity, would have been Commandy. But that, unfortunately, turns out to be a tease. Sort of like that whole series. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Uh, now, Countdown was counting down to something, and that was in that was Final Crisis. And in Final Crisis, Commandy goes back in time and asks Anthro for Metron's weapon. Uh, and it kind of sets off the whole story. And it's great because Anthro was always... he His subtitle was The First Boy, Yep. and Commandy was The Last Boy. So it was a... Uh, a little bit of a neat uh, Alpha Omega there. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, that's sort of what Final Crisis is all about, is sort of connecting the end to the beginning. And Yeah. Uh, so, in a sense, Commandy sort of tips off that whole thing, but in a, in a larger sense, most people forgot about that scene because it was really incidental and in the beginning of, of, of a very yeah. complex story. So, um, beyond uh, those moments, and then, you know, him showing up on a panel here and there whenever the uh, universe is about to be destroyed... Uh, I don't think there are other instances of Commandy uh, showing up in DC. If anyone can correct us on that, please write into the show. Um, but we do. Uh, we we there are rumors 
Oh yes, that there is something called the Commandy Challenge coming up. That's I, I didn't even I didn't even mention this. Uh, <laughs> we should we should have probably bring that up, but it's going to be twelve <laughs> issues by all by different mm-hmm. creators, right? It's basically going to be a uh, it's going to be like writer A is going to write a uh, story that kind of puts writer B into a corner they need to get themselves out of. Yeah. Uh, DC did this in the mid '80s with the DC Challenge, and. Uh, while it wasn't a very fun thing to read, there were a lot of fun things about it. Uh, that's where, like, you'd see, like, Judo Master from Charlton Comics just show up. And, yeah. uh, like, one writer would pop him in there, and then the next writer, would, who may not have any any knowledge of the character, had to figure out what to do with him. I and, remember uh, it sort of falling apart at the end, you know. It was really promising. It was, But by the yeah. end, it was like, uh, well... Um, I, I <laughs> just gotta, publish it, get it out. I gotta say, also, you know, uh, uh, with anything in comics, probably anything in life too, it doesn't exist until we see it. You know, they, they a lot of th- you know, a lot of talk about it, but until they have it, they put it on a solicit. I don't believe it's anything. So, uh, and even then, and even then, they believe, yeah, <laughs> many times that is not a guarantee of anything happening. So, I hope it does. You know, a lot of good names attached to it. Um, I yep. don't have them to hand, but they're easy to find if you do a search. Sure. Um, so we'll be looking forward to that, and that would be probably the biggest thing Commandy's done in, uh, besides, in like well, maybe ever, <laughs> definitely well, like thirty years, right? Yeah, so, at, at least. Anyway, uh, if you have opinions about Commandy, write into the show. That's uh, Weird Science DC Comics at Gmail dot com, and of course you can read our writings uh, every week and other great comics reviews and content at Weird Science DC Comics dot com. You want to follow me on Twitter? I'm at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. And every week, and especially today, which actually the day we're recording, so this is useless to you, but uh, <laughs> you should read Chris is on infiniteearths.blogspot.com. He reviews a new DC, a different DC comic every single day, and you just did Commandy number 29. I did. Right? That's, the one, that's the one that ties everything in with uh, with Superman. It was uh, a hell of a fun read. I was not expecting it. You know, we, we, we both... Got, we went into this because Jim requested it, and I've heard of mm-hmm. Commandy, but I was I was expecting it to be okay. Uh, we really, yeah. we enjoyed the heck out of it. This was a lot of fun, yeah. and and I definitely, if I ever find myself with a big chunk of time, I think that reading the whole run is something I would uh, strongly consider. But uh, you know, definitely not going to happen anytime. No, we need we need soon. to break all four of our legs. <laughs> That's what we talk about. So maybe we'll get lucky and break our limbs, and we'll have to be yes. we'll convalesce for a month. Um, but anyway, you got anything else for him, Chris? No, I think uh, I think that'll do us. Well, thanks everyone, and until next week, I want you to keep it on the treadmill apocalyptically. See you. Giant back in space, snuff the human race, stand the ancient face, never leave a trace. Scared the shit out of me with that one. That is right. Little revolution, because that is the Beatles. And what is our first book of the last two? Really? I thought it was the other one. I didn't look. Blue Beetle number one, written by Keith Giffen, with art by Scott Collins, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Josh Reed. I think it was supposed to be, but I changed it up, because (laughs) I downloaded that book, and I got that song.
So. I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder what revolution has to do with Deathstroke. <laughs> it, because Deathstroke is, is forming a revolution. Now we'll talk about Blue Beetle first. All right. Jaime Reyes and Ted Kord's adventure continues as Ted continues to annoy Jaime, and Jaime quips back at him. What the hell is that? That's most of the issue, but somewhere along the line, we get into a story about a missing metahuman gang members, and Jaime goes down to investigate only to find one of the metas family has been taken and believes Blue Beetle is behind it. Yeah, I, I don't even, I, it's weird. You say like he thinks Blue Beetle's behind it. I just got the idea that the guy was crazy and thinks anybody's behind it, but I really don't care. I don't think that this book deserves to be two ninety nine. I think it's nonsense. I think Keith Giffen is crazy, and they sh- he should be committed. How's that? I think that if anybody talks about uh, Brian Hitch, all these things, they should mention Keith Giffen as well, because when he actually writes the script of the book that he does, it's fucking awful. This is terrible. This is some of the worst interactive uh, interaction of dialogue that I've ever read in my life. I hated it. I thought it was fucking terrible. Uh I don't like either of the main characters in the book. I hate Jaime's friends. I don't want any parts of this book. I think it's a bunch of fucking bullshit there. We don't did, get, did, did you just go through all your notes? <laughs> no, I'm just I, I didn't even start looking at my notes. I'm just saying this and uh also if any book went from point A to B from a rebirth to a number one and seemed disjointed or like it did it's this book as well. You don't even get the idea that either Jaime or Ted like each other. Uh, I don't know I, what's going on. I didn't really get with... that idea in the last issue either that Jaime really no, liked I didn't, Teddy. I, no, he went to him to get help. And, and then Ted kind of just sat on his duff and was like, all right, let's do superhero stuff Yeah, together. but they did that, but it was never like this. This is like, hey, the prodigal son returns. Bite me. Oh, you don't want to see me? Maybe if I was killing you. Oh, you're a piece of shit. Oh, thank you. This is not... This isn't like the Ted before was when Jaime's like, hey, I got to go. I got to go to class and takes off in the Blue Beetle suit. And Ted's like, cool. That was like a fanboy. Oh, he says that again this time as it looks like Jaime might die. He's like, oh, my God. But, man, that was cool. Fuck you, Ted. He's fucking terrible. The only thing I could say in kind of response to that in a positive note is that we do find out that he knows Nightshade in this. Like, he has been Blue Beetle, so he has seen this before. So he might know a bit about it. You know, he might know that this is not going to kill him for, per se yeah, right but away. I don't, I don't know that because you don't – he fought a different villain. It wasn't this guy. It was a different one. That'd be like me saying, I fought, you know, the Joker. Now you're going to fight this goddamn fucking crazy clown with a hatchet. Well, he and fought, I know he that fought with Night, Nightshade. What's that? He fought with Night. They were, they were like, you know, she was a good guy. Yeah, but I'm saying, how would he know that this screaming fucking no, saying, thing is anything like it? That's ridiculous. I just imagine, I'm saying, I just imagine he's done some stuff because out of nowhere he just says, oh, yeah, during my times as Bluebeard, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just throw this all yeah, but again, out of nowhere. Yeah, and throw that out of nowhere, but also throw in, like you said, how about this? I'm with uh, Red Hood, and now I'm fighting the actual Joker Red Hood. It doesn't mean that they're the same. Like, Agreed. Because he, it's just terrible. It's awful. He It starts off with what the art's good, and the art at the beginning was great. And it's this backstory where you see this recurring dream that Jaime's having, and you get the idea that the scarab is kind of affecting that to go, and the, the magic of it all, and the, the fucking Dr. Fate and all that. The problem is, is that most people who are reading this book 
will never even see those panels because there is so much talking that going along, you don't have a chance to just sit there and look at the art and what is going on. There is so much, and it is fucking nonsense. It's, I'm done. It, I, found, I was exhausted after reading this issue because yeah, all uh, the just back the and first forth page. You open up, it, yeah. Yeah, You open up the first page, and this is his idea of – Hey, I'm going to make that quirky. Like, I'm sure there's people out there. No, the, the back and forth that he does is so natural. And this is what, and maybe it is, it's awful. And it's not something that works well in a comic. And yeah. so he's like, here, there's, uh, Blue Beetle is talking to Brenda. Uh, Jaime's talking to Brenda. And he, so Brenda, do you want to hear this or not? I'm all ears. With that nose, I don't think so. Hardy har. I'll let the one that one pass. So ancient Egypt, all kinds of destruction. And I didn't say ancient Egypt. I mean, it looked like they were. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and this happens with every character. No character has its own unique voice. It's always this back and forth that is supposed to be this clever, quippy. It is a very like Kevin Smith like interaction that does not work in it doesn't work form. at all it doesn't work at all in a, in a medium where you're also supposed to look at things and i said to you what this reminds me of is a lead singer in a band like a david lee roth who i i do love but when there's times that you have to draw back and let the art do its job he's there fucking it's like david lee roth in the middle of a solo wow hey you know and you never get a chance to actually enjoy what's going on in general because you're this quippy fucking back and forth and it's just it's just nonsense and after a while i know that that the worst part for me is that the when jaime's talking it's blue when Brenda's talking, it's yellow. It's so bad that I even lost track, even with that, that I'm just uh, like, I'm and like you and said, I was exhausted. Between, yeah, I'm talking, and it gets worse once Ted is involved because one is light blue and one is dark yeah. blue. Even in this, like, they're talking about this dream uh, as you're seeing the dream. And again, this dream is very it cool. Lo- it looks amazing. And it, it seems very interesting, but you don't get anything because they're talking over it. But this is what uh, the, the thing that really threw me off when I read it again. He's like, they're talking about where. Uh, Jaime sees this dream and he sees the blue beetle, but it's not him. And he's like, I'm looking on the outside. I don't understand. And then, uh, Brenda's like, it was your dream. This is when he's like, Hey, I mean, it was blue beetle, but not blue beetle. She said, it was your dream. Yeah, but, but it didn't feel like my dream this time. I felt like I was just observing. And then Brenda says, dreams are like that. Once I had this dream about my aunt and I wasn't even in it. And then he's like, at least you weren't bored. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I really wanted to strangle somebody. Luckily, my kids were not anywhere near me. I was going (laughs) to fucking kill them. I'm telling you, this issue alone has now gone to the top of the list, the biggest piece of crap that I have to read for this goddamn podcast. I hate it. I hate it to the point where I'm reading this and I'm getting so angry and I hated everybody in the book. They're yeah, all, I, I didn't everybody is more, Jaime book. is more concerned about making quips than he is about the, the scarab or anything else. And what happens is they're in school then and it's Brenda and Jaime walking well, around. Though, Even that they the, have to, what's up? I'm saying the, the whole dream though is an ancient Dr. Fate fighting a gigantic, you know, an actual beetle that happens to be blue in ancient Egypt. Yeah. And it's, it's really badass looking. It and that's badass. what Hyme's dream is about. And, and the funny thing is, is like, you're, you're like, oh man, I hope we see more of this or whatever. 
I'm telling you, with the lack of him telling anything about the dream and this hokey dialogue, quippy dialogue over it, it makes it seem like it's not that important. And I yeah. don't know. And it's also it's a recurring dream. I are we going to get more of it? Where all of a sudden he's like, oh, it's not recurring. Or if he does, now we're saying Doctor Fate because. Later on the issue, Dr. Fate is brought up by Ted Court said, hey, Dr. Fate came by, asked about you. So I think that that's more going to lead to that and maybe Dr. Fate telling us more about the the, scarab. That's the bitch of it because everything that I care about in this book is just a brief mention and thrown under the goddamn rug. Like the fact that Ted Cord was once Blue Beetle in this universe and and that we don't – it's just a passing thing. Like while Harvey's fighting, he's like, oh, yeah, and Dr. Fate came by. He said something about the scarab. I'll tell you about it This would be me and you – me and you are doing this podcast, and uh, you're like, oh, you know what? I really like that issue. And then out of the blue, I'm just like, I kind of liked it too. But, you know, when I was writing my run of Shazam back in uh, 83, yeah, I did a little different things. And then you not even questioning it. You're yeah. just like, oh. And then it's so ridiculous. Or like you're like talking like, I like Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, I toured with them. And like, it's just not even nothing. It's nothing. And then they're like everything nobody can just say in this goddamn book like hey we have a speaker today it's ted cord they're like hey we're gonna have a speaker about you know what we're gonna do with our lives you want fries with that Ooh, sick burn what do you mean by that do the math he's not good at math he's a retard you're not supposed to use that name anymore i'm sorry he's special i am special because my mom said so yeah she didn't get you that shirt did she no she didn't i found it on the wino Ooh, there we go that's my back and forth i was jumping back and forth as i was saying it too it's just so fucking nonsense the best though is when uh he and then like oh you have a you have a crush on dr fate yeah, well, how was it when you asked Paco out? Don't go there. I That's went the there. You, they didn't even say when you asked Paco. I was like, well, what's going on with you and Paco? Don't go there. I want to know what's like. Is she being this fucking cruel to Paco because he has a girlfriend and she likes him? Yeah, it's weird, too, because he shows up with the arm around that girl. I don't even think it's his girlfriend. I don't think that's his girlfriend. I think it's just some girl he's hanging, you know, walking down the hall with. I yeah. think that he does. I, I just I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's just you don't need these. Uh, yeah. Hey, aren't you even going to go say hello? Not funny. He's on good terms with that man. Hates him. I, it just nothing is ever spelled out. It's just supposed to be. I can see him writing, and it's like this is how the kids talk, and I, I don't need that. I watched the fucking of Gilmore, Gilmore yeah, girls. Gilmore once. girls. Yeah, it is very Gilmore girls esque. You know that it's that not as quirky fun. back and forth. No, it's not fun, and it ends up making them all seem like assholes. And there's Ted. He's having this thing, and hey, listen, daydreams. Your teachers wouldn't want me to say this, but people who daydream, they come up with the good shit. I like he's like, buttons, zippers, horses, geek play. What's geek Geek play? play. Geek play. I I don't know. I I couldn't tell you what geek play is. Sounds like some fucking uh, cam site that you go to and watch girls with uh, fucking cosplay or something. So it's like, you know, when we get girls to go out as escorts to the cons and people are going to buy some of these hot ass No, that's different. That's that's legit. That's not geek play? No, geek play. Geek play is where you have these girls that are like, what's that movie? She's got it all. Isn't that she's that all movie? that. Oh, she's all that. Where you have girls there that they like, hey, you got to be a geek. Put on these glasses. And it's just a campsite. Geek play. But it makes a lot of money. That's why Ted's like, I really love that. But even then, so then you have Ted, and he's up there. He's giving this Ted talk. You get it? Ted talk? I got it. You got it. He's giving his Ted talk. And then at the end, he's like, hey, 
you know, who's all pumped up for this? Any questions or whatever? And nothing said. And now you have Terry Magnus. She's got to get quippy. It's so weird having Terry Magnus in this. It's just a, a weird it's thing. It's a name drop for in, no reason. The guys in the, that love the Justice League 3000. But she, and then she says, a star is born, Mr. Cord. Thank, they're awestruck, Miss Magnus. Never heard it called that before. I'm like, are ah. these the same people talking? Because I'm this is you, fucking terrible. You have to expect to see just, it just said, uh, written on the bottom, insert laugh track. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even look that. Actually, does does he get hokey on the credits page enough like he usually does? I'm looking now because I really went by. Uh, yeah, a little. He does have the the stuff, but uh, he's fucking nonsense. I'm telling you, Keith Giffen. We always say he's the quote unquote funny guy. Somebody's got to take that card from him. He, he, I'm gonna revoke that. Uh, what's it called? It's been revoked. I'll shoot him. I'll shoot him. <laughs> shoot him with hugs. What else? Then they go, they they talk. Are Ted you exhausted talking about this yet? And he to- well, no, he goes down and talks to the posse, which is a metahuman gang. Oh my gang. god, the posse! Uh, yeah, you have the posse that's forced. They don't on shut us. up about the no, posse every time. They're, oh, they're posse. Oh, yeah. you mean posse? It's also I love posse? it too. It's like why would you hey, trust the posse? I'm not going to get involved with the posse. Yep, yet Jaime knows everything about the posse, including a guy is a gopher. He's not re- He's just in it for the ambiance. He's a gopher. How do you know this? How, how does he know this? He seems to want to be away from them. It's just, but yeah, Ted's talking to the posse. He comes over and says, hey, you come with me. I got some things we got to go figure out. Uh, he's like, you know, and again, you, you can't even have just dialogue. They're just like, hey, mi- hey, Mr. Cord. My dad's Mr. Cord. I'm Ted. Okay, Mr. Ted. Hey, where are we going? Oh, get in the bug, get in the bug. We're going to head off. And, and it's just nonsense. And we said, once they decided that the scarab was magical, uh, it seems like they decided it's not going to be sentient and talk. And, and Ted is feeling, I, lo- I love that part of the Blue Beetle. Ted is doing I a cook. shitty job. He's now the talk back and forth and he's doing a shitty job while this That's is not, going not on. Not only that, it's weird too. Cause now that we decide it's magical, they don't really call it the scarab anymore. Ted keeps calling it the amulet. I'm like, yeah, the, the amulet, huh? Why doesn't yeah. anybody say anything about this? He's calling but it an amulet. They're following a lead from the, the fucking posse. And they go to this guy's house. They see that the door's been broken out. Somebody's nobody else in the neighborhood sees this, I guess. No, this is a uh, don't ask, don't tell kind of yeah, neighborhood. Shit goes wrong. You keep it yeah, to yourself. Yeah, really. You just keep. The, I don't know. I would have been looting that house, but luckily you don't. You wouldn't have left your house. Would you have said anything to anybody if you just haven't seen no. it? Exactly. The hell, that's none of my business. But you know, exactly. there's some, there's some actual good people in the neighborhood. He has a nice house there. It's, it's Texas, of course. They, there's they, no good people. They throw the word skipping. A lot, and when I used to skip oh, school, skipped. it was just you—you you skipped a day and stayed home. Maybe These did some seem things. To skip town. These people seem to skip, yeah, like they're skipping town. But it seems like the whole families are. I don't understand. Uh, but they go to the house of one of these guys, and it's broken out of. And they yeah. go in, and this guy is some crazy shadow monster. He's blot. Yeah, he is blot. He also what? What was the spell? How does he travel, Eric? I like the term. I'm going to find it in a second. I had it written down. I'm going to my notes. He is a Shadow Lane hitchhiker. Shadow Lane hitchhiker he is. And you know what? No moss is growing on Jaime. That was was a snarky comment from Brenda, I believe. And then later it's said by the posse who are metahuman groups. Is this a cop? 
What's that? Is a common term in El Paso? I don't know. Is Shadow Lane like... hitchhiking? Because it seems like it was thrown out there like we would know what that fucking means. And oh, uh, even that, it's Shadow like, Lane hitchhiking. Yeah. It's even one of those where, you know, you got the whole thing where the snarky thing of the, hey, why would you talk to gangs, Ted? They're not just a gang. They're a meta gang. Same difference. Uh, qu- not quite. And it just goes back and forth. And and at That's the, end, the whole goddamn issue. My head is spinning and it fucking hurts because I hate it so goddamn much. Uh, I don't mind the part where. And actually, it's funny. I don't mind where Jaime then finds this kid who has been turned into blot and then gets. He does a little shadow lane hitchhiking himself. He puts the finger up into the into the the blot into the shadows. He goes and he's cut off from Ted. I actually don't mind this part. No, and it's, it's my also favorite because, part of the book. Yeah, and also now you get an actual dialogue of, of an actual comic, not this just back and forth, because in this, it really does seem that Jaime and Ted hate each other's fucking guts. And they're in there, and this is where you find out that this is this kid um, that they went to go find. Roger. And that, like, yeah, Roger, and that's where you said that he's like, hey, you took my mom and sister. And fuck, I just thought that he was crazy and a metahuman did because I do think in in the end it was the posse. I would I, guess I, that's I'm saying something. I would just figure it's some kind of like there seems to be a shitload of teenage metahumans now. Yeah, I, but I, I don't think that he, he looks like I, a teenage metahuman. I just think that he, yeah, uh, another metahuman, which would probably be one of the posse. Maybe a did rival metahuman posse. Maybe. And maybe you find out the posse is okay. You think it's what's-her-name gathering the metahumans that we had seen before, though it's weird that maybe they are on a, you know, search other metahumans because when it all happens, uh, Jaime comes out of this fucking shadows, and that's when it's like, the prodigal son returns, bite me, all that fucking Shut nonsense. up, Ted. Uh, in the meantime, this blot, uh, he starts to revert back to himself, and that's when the posse show up at the end and say, hey, thanks a lot for taking care of that. We'll take over from here and take him. So maybe they are just gathering people because it would be weird because – the other metahumans rack and roll, rack and ruin. They well, it seemed, it uh, they were like actually a, after Blue Beetle. So you would yeah. think that these guys might know about Blue Beetle, but they don't seem to really know. To me, what's because really the po- going on. the posse put Ted on this trail. So it seems like they want to make sure that one of their own is t- like okay. Yeah, actually, I think that they put Ted on the trail to soften him up so they can go in and just get him without fighting yeah. because they couldn't have been able to find him. But yeah, I'm hoping he is a guy who was in the posse, whether it was a gopher or not. So yeah, I think that they wanted to get him calmed down, take him. Uh, we'll see. I don't really care. I could no. care less. Uh, and now, that's the biggest problem because when we did the $25 do or die pool list, Blue Beetle yeah. was one of the books on yep, my list. Yeah, it was list. one and of your ones. I usually like to give something three issues, but if if it came to a right now, I would drop this book after this issue and pick up the uh, T- or Teen Titans Rebirth. Yeah, Teen Titans Rebirth. Uh, this is awful. It really is. Uh, here's the problem with it that I think right there shows you. You are a Blue Beetle fan. You are also a New 52 a Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle fan, yeah, and you it. want to bail. Uh, this is the exact opposite of what we got with Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond made you like this, like, all right, I have hope for this series. Oh, we're getting back to the basics. We're getting back to what I like. They are doing everything in their power, Keith Giffen is, to make you hate Blue Beetle. 
It it really is. All of a sudden, even just the things that tied in, it probably wasn't his decision, but the magic from Alien you hated. Now you get Ted Kord, who wants to say things, doesn't do anything, and then mentions the most interesting thing of the issue. Never, nobody, Jaime doesn't even say, well, what? What you talking about? Tell me when the fuck you're talking about, Ted. Yeah, all of a sudden you hear this, and then it even also goes, wait a second. You were the Blue Beetle. I've been having this dream where I even said that there was another Blue Beetle. Is this tied in? And then he mentions, hey, Dr. Fate came by, and he's like, what? Oh, but they That's never go in with that. That's what I've been talking about and thinking about all yeah. today. Yeah, the whole thing of another Blue Beetle and Dr. Fate, but yet I'm just going to go and, and do this. And, and doing a job here involved Possibly. where he does not seem to what? Why is he doing it? I know he wants Ted's help. Usually when you want somebody's help, you kind of you're nice to him a little yeah he is not he is not nice to a billionaire fucking scientist who is the only hope he has to take or to learn I, anything about I the scarab nice to sell because ted keeps taking him on these adventures when all yeah, he wants i'm to do saying is ted's just as bad ted's a dick too but just this stuff is just it's not even and everybody who has and a lot of people do reggie being one of them really big i think you have the problem too is the like the talking while fighting like yeah. the really bad talking. This is the worst. This is awful. They're heading into a fight and they are it's arguing about bickering. who looks better in this and why are you there and what are you doing with that and what do you call me? And it's just terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I didn't have Actually, a good time reading I'll say, book. I said, I don't, I do like one person in this book. There is only one fucking person in this whole book that I like. You know who that is? Who's that? Paco. Yeah. Paco seems to be the only fucking one that doesn't say garbage. He he's a little too slow. He's always on. He's not quick on the uptake. So they're like, "Can Thank I have fries with that? What do you mean by that?" Like he's just being bullied constantly. I like him, but well, that's weird though. But we had Brenda earlier in the issue say, "There's no moss growing on you." But at the end of the issue, when the posse shows up, he's like, "The posse's like, oh, no moss growing on this one." Yeah. I'm like. Why do we have the same line? Is that a I big line I just think that that's something Keith Giffen likes to say. Did he forget that he actually wrote that earlier? I think earlier? he did. I, I, I think so. If I was the editor, I'd write this. I'm like, when are you going to actually write a fucking script? What are you, this nonsense. You I, wrote a, lot, what, a bunch of dialogue. I don't I'm know like, what, were you sitting though? there listening to your fucking kids argue? That's what it, it seemed. It sounds like my kids arguing, but yet I don't want that in a comic book. No. I don't need to hear Rafe and Logan yelling about who gets the last piece of gum. Or who's going to fucking be on somebody's team when we play football. I don't need that, Eric. I don't I don't want it. I hate it. What would you give this issue, Eric? So I still really like the, I'm, I like the I art. I love the art. Than I, I really, the, uh, really, really issue. like the art. But the dialogue just killed this book for me. I give it a 5.7 out no, of 10. Yeah. Um, I love the art. Uh, which I would give a five out of five. That's how much I love it. So I give this a two. No, I give it a fuck you five. I have to. Right. It's fucking nonsense. And when I don't have to review it, then I don't have to worry and about it. people seeing my score somewhere and thinking I might like it. This is a fuck you five. Both fingers. Both fucking middle fingers right at him. I also really like that beginning with the Dr. Fate taking on that ancient It was okay, scarab. but I said it gets ruined by the dialogue and almost makes it seem like it's not as important. It ends up being a, the butt of a joke. 
Yeah. And that that tone is not what I think it's supposed to be. You think we both think that's supposed to be something important you to show so. you how I don't think it's going to be. I that's and crazy. you're saying like this is what they're going to tie in of how it became magical and what the scarab means and all this. Yeah. I'm starting to think that Keith Giffen doesn't care. And when I'm reading this, if you want to read another piece of shit, go back to Convergence and read his Supergirl Matrix. That's what this reminds me of, and it was getting me more and more angry as I read it. I hated it. I, I fucking hated it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go to the next book, which is the last one, which actually I didn't mind. Yeah. Ah, uh, we're almost done, Eric. Almost yes, done. One more book. One more. It's good. It's getting late. One more bookola. That's what they say. Hey. Book. Who says bookola? Bookola. I don't know. Spicoli. I do. Hey, what's it going on with the you? Deathstroke number three, written by Christopher Priest, art by Joe Bennett, Ballardino Bravo, Mark Morales, Ballardino Bravo. Do you like that? That sounds like you just making noises with your mouth. Ballardino Bravo, Mark Morales, Jeremy Cooks, and Willie Schubert. Now, is that Jeremy Cooks or Cox? That is Cox. Jeremy Cox and Willie Schubert. Now I'm starting to sound like Irkin Durkin. These (laughs) issues isn't perfect, but it's my favorite issue in the pissing in the pot. This issue isn't perfect, but it's my favorite issue of Deathstroke so far. Christopher Priest continues doing his best to confuse me, but with repeated readings and a pretty kick-ass second half, I can finally say that I'm looking forward to the next issue of a Deathstroke. That is the weirdest thing about this goddamn series, because I have not been liking this, but like in the last time we talked about this, you said after you read it like four times, you really started liking I the did. last issue? I suggested to people to read this book multiple times. Now, we were originally going to talk about this book when we were going to record earlier in the week, so I read it, getting ready, and then like I was like, all right, it's not that great, and then we didn't do it. The next day we are going to, never did, but we read it. I read it again, found myself actually enjoying the hell out of it the second time, way more than I ever did with any other issue of this. That's what I told you. I told you thing. that that would have been how, the truth. How weird is it that you to enjoy a book, you have to read it multiple no, times? it's not weird. It's too much work. Yeah. Uh, you get, and it, it's, he's a good writer. Yeah. There, there is not, I just, his storytelling is set up to kind of be a little more confusing. You do have to work at it. I did like this more each time I read it. You do see things. You even said that you started understanding the flashback, that it's yeah. actually the flash forward, I guess is what you would call it. It's a clairvoyant uh, image. Um, I still don't love it. Well, there's, I, I, there's some issues with this book because, like, uh, we start out with Rose Wilson laying in bed with her boyfriend and Slade yep. standing over like a goddamn creep. Oh, he's and, a creep. He's a he's a creeper. He's standing she, over. She sees him, then kind of looks at her boyfriend. When she looks back, Slade's gone. Yes. And it's kind of confusing at first, especially if you don't know that Rose is clairvoyant. We yeah. get to see that later on. But then you kind of question, oh, was Slade really there? Or was she just like knowing that she was going to run into her father later on? But and it's weird, too, because then he even spells out about being there. And also well, like she like says she about intent. Exactly. Yeah. If, if what she is seeing would be more intent. Uh, because if you're going to see anything, you're going to see Slade in that room. That means he's in that room. It's not like, a, oh, I saw my dad because he's going to be in my life right now or he's going to show. It, it is hokey. 
uh, I get what he's doing. It is, to me, a clairvoyant vision. I said I, in my review, is, I'm like, but, all of a sudden he's just hanging over, but uh, he disappears, though. I'm saying that by the end, I thought he just pulled a Batman like we saw in the last issue where yeah. Wintergreen says he does that. Or yeah. actually, I think it was the bartender. Yeah, anyway, it might be. It was. Because um, later on, it was Wintergreen to the bartender and said he was doing it before he, Batman ever did. Because fine, but later but on, when she's ravager. talking to, I'm saying, when she's talking to Deathstroke, like uh, later in the issue, she's talking about stuff that he would have seen when standing over her like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't like she didn't sleep with R- Richard. But the thing is, I was trying to get to with like the little bit of confusing part is that we have her boyfriend, Richard. We have the guy who put the hit out on her, Ricky. And we have Nightwing mentioned us, who is also Richard. No. I'm like, what, why do we have all these names that just are Richard? She likes Dick, Eric. That's all Apparently. I say. Uh, but yeah, you go and she is involved in a hit that is also a freaking... Uh, what's it called an ambush and all this stuff well, and it, she, it's okay she has been paid to stop a hit that's been put out yes. on a gang leader named pace yes. and she runs into the guy who's supposed to hit him but it also turns out that this guy is also there to hit rose wilson yeah he's there to, to put out he's got papers on her Eric. he's got papers he's got papers but yeah you said at one point it is funny because she's there with this uh this pace who is now gonna just threaten police and, yes, i don't and, understand pace rolls up on some cops give me your cash i'm like what why are you rolling up on cops yeah, like that it's i, I don't understand up. yeah who, who seem to be in front of an ambulance yeah or behind and an ambulance th- there's the part of there's like fake cops in here and oh, all you know what i'm sorry ahead. I, I just realized now for some reason this whole time I th- i've read it multiple times now i thought it was an ambulance it's an armored car these are yeah, armored, armored car, car guys this all makes sense now yeah no see, I see. i'm looking but at it, it even again. even then i didn't know because <laughs> even then it seemed like they were also involved in this. I don't know. It, it, to me, it was just a setup because you want to see that Rose is badass. Also, you have the craziest disguise that it doesn't look like Rose to the point where, you know, I kind of knew it was Rose. And then once she was clairvoyant, but because we haven't seen it in this rebirth yet, it threw me off a bit. And just the fact that she just walks up, grabs a fucking rifle out of the bushes, out of nowhere, it's very like throw you into the fire type of deal. It was yeah. okay. Then Slade shows up and, you know, you get the whole hokey action comic thing, you know, uh, or action movie thing of he shot 32 bullets. He, he had one in the chamber. He's this and that. And I always want them to be wrong and get shot right in the fucking <laughs> face. Um, but, yeah, then he gets Rose and they go off and that's where she takes this, uh, she takes the, the it, fucking wig off. And you're it's like, oh, it's Rose. Too, because, like, when she, she has this wig on as disguise, and I don't know if it's just me from like seeing the wig and thinking of like skin color, but uh, when she takes this the wig off, it seems like she, her skin tone gets lighter for yeah, some reason. Yeah, yeah, it, I don't know. Because I, I really did not know that this was Rose Wilson at first, because this book jumps around that it's yeah. always introducing well, characters does. you don't and know it, who they like, are. It is a lot of work, I think, but really that first uh, scene, that whole thing there. Uh, it does get better each time you read it because then you see little things. You even said at the one point this old lady's walking by and she should get killed, but she tells this old guy there the what the, I can't the guy who's the, the guy Leon, that had the I think hit. It is. Yeah, Leon. Yeah. She's like, hey, and by the way, trip this old lady, and it does save her, and he trips her like a fucking piece of shit. I was really uh, hoping though, but what could because the way she changed the future that there, like there would be no gunfire, and this guy would just no trip gun this old at lady all, and then no they reason. all laugh at her. He gets arrested <laughs> for tripping an old lady. 
but yeah, Destro continues kind of the whole thing. You can tell that he does care for Rose a little more than the other kids in his life that we've seen. But I also think it's because he's going to use her. You know, yeah. she's in the family business. She's Ravager. That he uh, like he's he's kind of disappointed in her because she is kind of really a stupid is. teenager in he his is mind. He's disappointed, he but he's, he's acting better than he did with the other two boys. Uh, well, to, my you know, father at least... treated my younger brothers way better than he treated me and my sister. Exactly. Well, they go off and they see Wintergreen, and I really like the one point because at this point, Deathstroke is in the sexy older man outfit. I that he that wears suit. occasionally. And he goes, they find Wintergreen. Wintergreen has a, you know, oh my God, uh, you know, Rose, you're alive. This is so great. And I love when Deathstroke pulls his glasses down. You see that he doesn't have his eye. Yeah. His eye shut out. I thought that was good because you actually get the origin of that later in this issue. Uh, I do like the art in this issue. After the they go amazing. talk to Wintergreen, like, hey, we got some things to do. And it's Ravager and Deathstroke on a, a rooftop. Best panel, I think, of the of the whole entire the problem with this so it it gets kind of uh confusing to me is still like you know i read it twice already i'm paging through now but we have uh husan who is you know deathstroke's go-to like kind of tech guy um but he's going through it seems rose's you know cell phone i'm telling you he's talking to uh, a com i think that he's actually it's not even going through i just think he has a full out live link because it's what she's typing in i know i just when i first read this i was very confused about what's going on i just don't i just don't know why deathstroke's that concern with like this petty stuff like this i I don't i don't know maybe i i don't know he is, and then, but that also does point out because at one point Deathstroke tells her, like, yeah, you're not ready. You're like smoking pot with your buddies and hanging out, whatever. You you probably got that from the the text that she's sending back probably. and forth that Hussan's gone. I think that that may be like the show you that he is looking at the shit because girl. yeah, she, he's not. They're not. They didn't show he was hanging over that one point peeping. But we haven't seen much of that. I think that, yeah, I think it's all the text. And maybe you're even led to believe that Hussan's just going up and finally he gets up to real time where he's telling her, telling Slade everything. And yeah. also it is, it's kind of like a, a piece of shit, but badass moment where he's just sitting next to her. He's not saying much while he's finding out everything about her and she has no idea. Of course, then Hussan has to be a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I'd ravage her any day with that fucking body. Slade turns off his comm. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking like he again. You want me to go with my normal? He's dead. He's yeah. gonna die soon. That piece of shit. But uh, that's the thing is, you you really want to taunt fucking the world's greatest assassin by talking about how sexy his daughter's yeah, body talking is? About the fucking Get the hell sexy out of here. Hussan has the biggest balls in the world. But then yeah, and then but right after that, that's when they're talking about the the guy. Hey, are you sleeping with him? Oh, you know that sort of thing. And then you know you don't care, and uh, you don't care what I think about you. That's your weakness, like shit like this. And and then you're not ready. Ready for what? For anything, because he doesn't think she's ready. She's just no. a kid still to him, I guess. Uh, she but she's trained under Nightwing. To me. Trained yeah, she Nightwing. trained under Nightwing, and it's funny. He fucking blows that away. Yeah. You know, he's like, I trained under Nightwing. We'll forget about that. I, he has some <laughs> fucking thing. But then you go, and you're going to switch back in in a different scene then and it's fucking joey fucking his throat slash this was all that uh you know call me deathstroke thing where they went and found it and this is when adeline comes and it's like the last straw for her and even throws out where you have to this has to be the 
the big explanation point, Eric, and it is an explanation point because you have to be reminded that Rose is not Adeline's kid. And nope. she says it. She's like, look. But that's, well, you, that's a big well, deal, too, because she was Adeline's kid in the New 52. Yeah, but we're going back to the, the big, back uh, to basics. The back to the basics. And she's like, look, you're out hanging around with your daughter, not our daughter, your daughter, daughter that you had with that whore. That prostitute. While, while our kid is there, and because of your piece of shit life, he got his throat slit. Now, the whole time Deathstroke is trying to revive him, call an ambulance, she's just bitching. I do yeah. not think she cares one goddamn bit. This is just one more thing that she can hang over of Slade's head and yell and I, scream about. That's the thing is, it's the last thing she'll ever do because she put, she tries to kill him. She yeah, fucking she pulls the trigger of she a gun the trigger. in the back of his head, blowing his eyeball blowing out. Blowing his eyeball out. And I said, I don't see how he survives. We said he has the healing factor, but Jesus Christ. I know. We haven't even really seen much of that. Like, I, honestly, he should have healed and be retarded. Yeah, yeah, really. His fucking brain, his brain cage is fucked up. Listen here, Rose. They call you Navajah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna go see Winter Green. Oh, you mean your friend? No, my favorite gum flavor. My gum. Yeah, just close your eyes. There's a hole in that tree. I wanna go fuck it. <laughs> there you go, Rose. Hey, hey with the monkeys. Hey, Rose. She's like, God damn it. Dad, what happened to your eye? What do you mean? I just like to wear an eye patch like Eric Shane. He's America's <laughs> sweetheart. This eye's almost dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah, really, your eye is dead. But yeah, they're, they're going to go then. And I, this is where, at this point, including that point with Jericho, it's going to be Jericho. We just saw Jericho and uh, Slade's eyes origin story right there. Yeah. Uh, from this point on, it kicks in. And it's really good. And this is where Slade's like, we're going to go back to get this guy and that, you know, set you up, this Ricky and all this. But I really like it because Slade, he's he's all business. He is a guy who he's not going to waste time. He knows the assassin game. And he's not going to waste time. So it's you think that at this point he's going to show up and he's almost going to be like Samuel L. Jackson and show up and start drinking their fucking soda and eating their burgers. (laughs) This is a tasty burger. Oh, he's such a badass man. Does Ravager, does she look like a bitch? And then they'll go through that whole thing. What? You say what, motherfucker, one more time? I, I, I really, the whole time that's what I think's going on. Nope, he just wants to find more info. This is the same thing. At the point where he finds out who sold out Wintergreen, it wasn't about revenge on that person, which ended up being Frederick. Yeah. It was to find out the end game of the next person involved. And he does it again right here, where he goes to see Ricky. And Ricky, I, I Ricky expected, to me looks like an old woman. Yeah, I expected Ricky to be a little different, uh, but shows up there, and yeah, Ricky actually looks like the, uh, to me, looks a lot like the preacher in fucking Firefly. You okay, know, I know you said book. Yeah, yeah, he looks Shepherd like book. him. Yeah, yeah. So he he goes in and basically like, hey, you know, and and Ricky's even thinking like, oh, what are you gonna fucking kill me now? And and he's a badass when he goes in. Yeah, he does look like a fucking woman. But he's like, no, I need to check out this money. Oh, what? I don't get the money now. And he's like, no, I just want to check it out. I'm going to take this. And basically has a whole thing where if you get this amount of money, that big loot, 
it's going to all come from pretty much wherever you have come from. It's going to come from the nearest uh, deal. And yeah. this leads to Gotham. It's the treasury. It's going to come from the nearest treasury there. And this all leads to Gotham. He gets in the car with uh, fucking Wintergreen. Some wild uh, jumps to conclusions, though, in my mind. Yeah, I, well, then it gets wild because, yeah, then the, you see uh, he calls up Rose. We're going to go on a road trip, whatever. There's Wintergreen, and there's some kind of dialogue that's – it's okay. It's that back and forth like, ah, what, am I going to go in looking like Flintstones and the thing, you know, whatever. But it all leads to him – supposedly thinking that Batman's involved. That Batman I, put a hit on Ravager. Yeah. Which is Batman. just a crazy line and of remember, thinking in my hit, mind. The hit was from a year ago, and then it just got popped up, and somebody accepted it like a week before Yeah, Ricky now. took it and subcontracted it. Yeah, and it even said, like, they even said who it was, and it did, like, he. they don't know who it was who got Ricky involved in all this, and that's where you get the money where it's coming from Gotham. And they said, yeah. they even say the name of who took the contract and it's some crazy name and maybe it's a shout out to something, but uh, it all leads to, and he's like, hey, we're going to Gotham. I smell a bat. And then right under that next bat trap, say so like, okay, I think bat he flash. thinks that Batman did it. Bat flash. That's my new podcast. Bat trap. <laughs> you say what? One more. <laughs> I'm telling you, my favorite line of almost every movie was, that's a tasty burger. That's a Might tasty I have burger. a little bit of your then, beverage with that. And the fact that he drank the entire no, thing. I'm and like, not even just the whole thing, but made sure he made the sound of the bottom of the Push, cup. Pushing the freaking straw through the ice. And again, we yeah. talk about we talk about Samuel L. in uh, Django Unchained when he plays Steven and gets the evil. The evilest motherfucker alive. In that scene in Pulp Fiction, he does very similar where he starts off. He, you know he's business. You know he's a piece of shit, and he's got. But he starts off a little playful, and he'll talk when he just decides that shit's Ooh. gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You give him that look. Ugh. Yeah. It's fuck. I like Samuel. I know that he Samuel's just did. Great. He he almost ended up uh, like a Nick Cage type thing. Like where a he was joke. In, he was in every fucking movie. He came out of that though. He came I'm out telling you, we had like, uh, I like we it. had you know, snakes on a plane, but before that he had uh, was it Deep Blue Sea? And, yeah, like you know, even like that. even his appearance in Jurassic Park. We had this role in the '90s where he was like in every goddamn movie. Yep, he was in Goodfellas. He yeah. was in a lot of things, even on the side. Uh, but I love him. But yeah, that's the podcast, Eric. Oh, I didn't even say it. I gave it a seven out of ten. I do like it. Um, it's my I favorite issue in, so far. I said in my review that this is where I am like, okay, I'm in. I, I want to see what's going on. And I hope that the next issue was an eight and then a nine. And then I can get to a part where I say, like, you know, on issue seven where I'm like, boy, I can't even believe I didn't like this at the beginning because everything's well, come together and I really love it. That's the thing. I'm really hoping this is like the early bits of Wonder Woman for me where yeah. I wasn't on board at first and then I got on the trolley because I gave this a 7.5 That's the same. That's the same of like my thought. I'm hoping that it's like getting us on the trolley. I hope it's not like a midnighter where Seriously. I really liked it and then I went downtown. But uh, The problem is to really enjoy it, you have to read it a couple of times. I told you weird. that. weird. And I told you that. I thought the more you were full of shit. It. No, I said that was the last issue. And, and I, I, said, I, you I know just what? did it on a whim to make sure I remembered exactly what was yeah. going on. I'm like, that was really good this time. Yeah, I, I saw some shit. Sometimes I'm not full of shit. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's like those movies where you watch the movie a couple times and it's better. But I just, to me, a lot of times, in con I just want to read. I'm a lazy guy. Plus, we yeah. read a lot of books and talk you about them. Instant want, gratification. I just want him to hand it to me on a silver platter, Eric. I'm a dumb man. I'm a man. I need to know shit. I don't need you to play your fucking games. But here's the games for next week. 
let's see. I don't even know, uh, as a matter of fact, how many books we have next week. I'm okay. hoping there's less, Eric, but uh, we have a lot of weird ones. Uh, next week, uh, actually, before we do that, we need our pick of the week. My pick of the week is uh, Six Peck and Dogweller, Hard Traveling Heroes, which I gave a 9 out of 10. I had a lot of ties in this week, but yeah. I think I'm just going to give it to Teen Titans Rebirth, number okay. one. I really like that, too. I would suggest anybody who has any sort of interest in that at all, even like a, a, a fading interest. To, I'm to just saying, it it's shot. about it time fun. we got a good Teen Titans. I hope this is it. Yeah. Yep. So now we can go with what we're going to have next week. We have Aquaman, number eight. Batman, number eight. Cyborg, number two. Uh, Dead Man, The Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love, Fucking number nonsense. one. The Gothic Romance by Sarah Vaughn. Uh, we'll see how that is. I don't, I can't promise that we're going to talk about some of these in depth on the podcast, but we might. We'll see. That might be one of them that uh, we will not talk yeah, about in depth. Yeah, I don't know. The next one is Death of Hawkman, number one. That's a book you're going to be doing. You're yep. excited about. I, sh- I should be counting how many I have. I am. I know how I have now. Uh, Future Quest number five we will not talk about on the podcast, but we'll have on the site probably around Saturday. Uh, right. Green Arrow number eight. Green Arrow number eight. Back to Scar Island. Green Lanterns number eight. That's you. Harley Quinn number five. It's funny they have a repeat of Hawkman and Adam Strange out of time because they changed <laughs> the, uh, the name. Uh, He-Man Thundercats number one. Another one where I would not expect us to be talking about it on the podcast, though I would guess Brandon will probably have it in his Marvel Minute or his side minute because he is going to be reviewing that for us on the site. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Justice League number six. I talked to you about that earlier. I think that you will agree with me that it's one of the better issues of this run so far. Uh, Midnight and Apollo number one, the start of that mini. You have Nightwing number six, Superman number eight, and the Flintstones number four on the site. Now, if we talk about all the minis right now, uh, we'll have 12 books to talk about on the podcast. Is that it? Because I have four books, and uh, you have how many? I didn't count mine. I was just counting all of them. But we actually have 12 books? I think we'll be talking at least the number one of the minis then. That's not a lot of books. Yeah, we'll probably talk about them all. Ah, what the hell. What the hell? This this week, we actually thought we were going to end early. We had big dreams of this podcast <laughs> ending at 2 a.m. It's now 4.20. We do this to ourselves every goddamn week. We do. Well, there was a lot of books this week. We did do some ahead. If we didn't, I don't know we would ever have finished them. There's no <laughs> possible way. Because we actually, before we started, we recorded tonight from 9 till 4.20. And yet, before we started, we had six or seven books already recorded. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? You know what we we're doing? We had six books recorded beforehand. Yeah. We're, we're recording a podcast is what we're doing, and that's what you do. You, you don't... You get and, shit done. I don't want to hear this nonsense. Oh, it's late. You can't have a podcast late. How about start early and end late? You know, just do it. Do it. Or do it sporadically oh, throughout the week. Per- oh, this person left fucking, you know, I hear these with like, we can't have it. The One of the hosts, they left town. You have been sick or left town. You put, I put flowers on my daddy's grave. You were on that <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We even I even made fun of you that you took the week off because you were only on the podcast for three hours. <laughs> also, listen, the one I'm listening to, they, they had to record late. It's a 30-minute 30 podcast. What the fuck? 30 minutes? I, I, could, I could sing to you for 30 minutes. I don't Believe even know if we're me. done the goddamn intro by 30 minutes. I don't think we were. 
30 <laughs> minutes, I could sit there and sing songs with no rhymes. Like something like this. Hey, there's Eric. He likes the whores. When he goes in the bedroom, he shuts the curtains. Oh. Stuff like that. Stuff. I don't. Like I don't that. like it when it doesn't rhyme. You don't like it when it doesn't rhyme. That. Ma- it's I like, like this hoity-toity. Oh, poems. I was gonna say I love it when you're a kid and you have to write the poems and I'm writing the dark poetry and I'm like, <laughs> darkness ensu- You know, darkness encases my mind. If I don't go now, I'll be left behind. And I think I'm so clever. And then oh, some God. fucking asshole comes up. You're the deepest up. soul who oh, has yeah. ever some, lived. No, some fucker comes up and is like, the the way I go down the road, darkness. And then walks away. Everybody's fucking clapping. I remember we, <laughs> I told, I don't know if I told this on the podcast. When my kids went to the one school uh, before they changed schools, they used to have a poetry night. And everybody would get up and they'd actually, it was kind of funny because it was a, it was a smaller school. It was a charter school. Sounds and terrible. You, you, they would pass out bongos and you oh would do God. the whole thing with that. Yeah, I did not. You're one of those I, families? Yeah, nonsense. I sat, I was, I wouldn't even sit. Everybody would sit Indian fucking style. I'd be a fucking, are you allowed to say that anymore? They sat cross-legged. I was out in the, I'd like, <laughs> peek in from the hall and they'd have these and there's my kid it's like a rocket ship like rocket ship go to the moon i think that i'm gonna get there soon everybody's snapping hey hey this one motherfucker this this one motherfucker gets up and he had i i always liked him he had this real long hair this this probably like a seven-year-old boy and he gets up and he's like i look into your window passion consumes me is it rape or is it love and then it stopped, and everybody was in horror. And all of a sudden, it was, his dad starts laughing from across the room, and then everybody kind of lighten up. And I'm like, that kid's a serial killer. Seriously. I'm telling you, we're sitting there with old. my kids, and I said, guys, you're not allowed to play with that kid anymore. And he did. He had Everybody had like two or three poems, and he kept coming up with these fucking weird-ass poems. I think the next one was like pretty much about an O.D., I mean, I think he would. He might have been going for shots. Wise beyond his years. Yeah. uh, But this one rape one was like scary beyond his years. It went more too. It was like I wait outside your locked window. I try to enter, but but the pain stops me. But the pain is still inside him. Oh my god! And then it's like you lay in your bed. Passion consumes me. Is it rape or is it love? It's like no, it's you're you're a psycho, you fucking yeah, kid. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here before he shoots up this fucking place. Well, kids are being homeschooled from now he on. He was a cute kid though. He he had this like kind of like a long hair. I'm Actually, sure he'll use that, that to point, his advantage I, later on in life. At that point, victim. I sat there and I thought he looks like one of those kids from Hanson. <laughs> That's how he looked. <laughs> Hanson, Eric. Hanson, I said. Is he this thing on? Bopping. Is this thing on? <laughs> Hanson. Yeah, that kid's probably in jail right now. Probably killed his parents. Well, uh, whose class was he in? How old is he now? He would be, well, it's another school. This was in Sonderton, so it worked. What, did they have kids of all ages in the same Uh, grade? No, they, well, yeah. Well, the school, it was a small school. I think the school only went to eighth grade. I think that he was in Ethan's school, so he would be like 15 or 16. So if anybody's heard of a serial rapist that's 15 and from Sonderton, I, I could probably point you in this, this guy's direction. <laughs> though, even though you say that, and the guy's probably like the most creative guy who's ever lived, and he'll fucking yeah. be some crazy guy. 
He he got a he got a rise out of everyone. There was no fucking snapping or bongos after that fucking poem. Fuck, I can't believe I'm telling you. Sit, this is like, like the dead. worst thing ever. Yeah, they thought they were all fucking bunch clever. of jerk offs. They never thought they were clever with those fucking bongos. I think there was also if we're I remember. We're paying money for this. I remember it. No, it was a charter school. That's not that you don't pay money. That no. that's the thing. No, a lot of people think that. Like you say, charter school. Oh, look at Mister Fancy. Yeah. Uh, charter school are the schools that most teachers and school administrators of actual public schools are against because they are kind of like playing it both ways. They they don't they get funding from the state, um, but they it kind of takes away from the funding from the public schools. And the problem with that school, though, is they did go a little over the top. For Like I just said, they played bongos and snapped. Yeah. It, it was getting to be too much. And then they started complaining that I, I stopped going to things, and me and Tanya both, because they were fucking weird. Well, who wants to deal people. with that shit? They had small school uh, classroom sizes, though, Eric. That's very important to me. But I didn't want to go oh, yeah. to fucking bongo night anymore. They'd have fucking hoagie night, and you'd go, and these fucking hoagies were bullshit. Or they'd have, like, cookie night, and you'd go, and everybody made these fucking, like... I don't know, molasses fucking cookies that are fine and, and I don't know. They're just nonsense. Bunch of fucking nonsense. Vegan night. Shit like that. I don't nonsense. need no vegan night. Give me a hamburger. I don't need any of that. I got to talk to people and go places? <sighs> Fuck that. That's yeah. why I'm not having kids. I yeah, can't deal with yeah. that shit. Yeah, don't do that. Don't have Then kids. I got to put on airs that like I actually like like this kid and think he's better than the rest? No. No. That's I tell my kids. They're like, you, you, you've never picked which one you like the most. I'm, Fuck if I didn't. I know right now which motherfucker of you I, you know, it, it's a rotating schedule, but yeah, whoever please, it's I'm a, like, I am Urs Kataga. I am the most tonight. I am the fucking, I'm the Old Testament God. I need freaking praise. I need them to, whatever it's, whatever you've done for me lately. You fucking sweep up near my desk or whatever and don't bother me. You're, you've raised up on the list. You start begging for fucking gum like Logan, I'll fucking kill you. He's the worst. This him and this gum. Every two seconds, he wants gum, and then he says to me like, "Oh, I don't want gum unless you're gonna give it to me." And he always has these side comments. And I, I today I just started screaming at him. You're not gonna get gum. Just shut your mouth. I don't want to hear it again. No gum. And then later he's like, "I said, oh, I'm gonna go get a coffee at Wawa. Oh, they have gum there." I'm like, "Um, no, you're dead." I'm strangling you to death. I told you the one day my one son was looking for his headphones, and now I record this podcast and the headphones. We There's tons of people in this house. Sometimes I think there's more people in the house than are supposed to be. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. We have a boarding house going on. Next thing, it's going to go hostile because I'm going to fucking kill them all. But my son's like, hey, I lost my earphones. And I say, okay, well, I had found some a couple of days earlier, but I wanted to make sure. I didn't want one of these where I'm like, are these it? And he just grabs them. Oh, yeah. Because, I, because you know, my earphones were broken as well at this point, so I wanted these earphones. So he's like, hey, I lost my earphones. Oh, when did you lose them? They were on my desk. <laughs> uh, uh, what? When? When did you lose them? They were on my desk. I started screaming at the top of my lungs. Listen, I'm not. I'm talking time, are you not with me? place. What are you talking about? Where? When did you do? They were on my desk. Get <laughs> the fuck out of my face! I can't take it. I started screaming at the top oh of my, my lungs, God. and at the meantime, four other of them are fucking laughing it up behind them, and it's awful. I'm telling you. I don't know what's going on the half the time Daddy in this lost house. His shit. Oh, I did. And and Tanya's like, I thought you were going to lose it. You thought. I did. I'm still angry. 
Daddy's gonna die. He's gonna have a heart attack. I'm gonna be like fuck. I'm like I'm like fucking Fred Sanford. I'm coming now, Elizabeth. Uh, don't yeah. say that, because Tanya will think you're cheating on her. Yeah, really. I'm coming now, Elizabeth. Next thing, she's going to find the first person named Elizabeth and shoot them. <laughs> my son, my wife is so crazy. I'm just telling these people now. <laughs> Got to be quiet. Uh, yeah. One time, somebody accidentally down. called my phone and left a message. And it was obvious. It was like somebody like leaving a message to you right now. Hey, Tom. Uh, hope to see you at Thanksgiving. Mom hasn't seen you in a while, and you know, sis, she gets uh, weird when she hasn't seen you like this. She heard this message on my phone and was convinced it was all in code, called the number back, and started yelling, I know you're doing something, you fucking whore. It's yelling in the phone. Wasn't this woman from, like, Texas? Yeah. No, that was that was Paul's wife, Eric. Oh, that's this right. Was, this bad. was actually a, a Hispanic lady. Tanya got she got fucking racial. It's like you Hispanic whore, you stay away from my. I'm like, what are you doing? This person, it's the worst. It's like a horror movie. It's it's like when we say about if the people with the headlights on and you flash, they're gonna kill you. You yeah. call my phone and leave a message that makes no sense. You might die. Yeah. That's all code right there. You're up to it's no the good, new move. Final destination, the Tanya syndrome. <laughs> it's fucking nonsense in this house. It is. It's a cuckoo clock. I don't know what's going on. She's up there right now talking to her goddamn cats. She's, she has these two fucking cats that she talks to. They drive me nuts. I go, and then she starts telling me. It's almost like when you get those letters at Christmas, and it's like, it was a great time at the Werner house. Declan, our cat, had been... She comes down every day and tells me these fucking stories about these cats that are up in the attic. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. And then she gets mad. She gets sad, and then I have to pretend I care. <laughs> right now, they're sitting I'm there. Telling you, we, live, we live in two different households, because I'll wake up and walk in the living room and just look at her. I'm going to cheat on you. Yeah, She's like, well, yeah. you do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I like it too. Is that in your mind? You're like, well, if I do, at least I told her the truth. Exactly. You're not, you're not a piece of shit anymore. No. You freaking go off and watch a fucking you know, Doctor Who. Hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, this this house is is fucking bizarre. It, it's so crazy. And then there's me with this fucking nine hour podcast up here. I, even that, I'm like, hey guys, uh, I'm gonna go. You got to turn down the TVs. You got to be quiet. And they start rolling their fucking eyes and laughing at me. I walk up the stairs. I hear them fucking giggling about this podcast and fucking laughing. Fuckers. Daddy's a star. <laughs> I'm bringing food on this table from this not this podcast. Yeah. Other things, but maybe. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Rafe, at least, Rafe's actually the one who, acts. and Logan that kind of takes, but Zach, Zach with this podcast, he just fucking rolls his eyes. He's in the uh, next room. He's probably up right now grinding his teeth at me yelling. Probably. Uh, That's only nine, nine more episodes, man. Fucking nonsense. I, I don't know that I can take it. I really don't. I don't know that I can take it. And all this thing, like I said, the one day uh, Tanya gets in a fight with me, I'm doing something. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm busy right now because I think I was doing notes for the things. Right, right. Oh, I guess your fans will have to come over and make me dinner. She's yelling. <laughs> Maybe they will. But then she's like, oh, sorry that I'll upset your fans. And then I get mad. I gotta. And then I start pr- so I can pulling up numbers. Yeah. Well, these fans and I'm showing them iTunes. Look at this. Get over <laughs> here, kids. Look at this iTunes. Look up. Go upstairs and look up DC Thomas on shot. iTunes. You son of a bitch. I have people singing me songs. They're singing my praises. <laughs> You're not. You're driving me insane. Uh, uh, is I this think on that's about or, it, huh? <laughs> is this on? 
I'm so riled up now. I'll never be able to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a callback. We've really been rushing out of the podcast lately. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have other stories. Never did tell that story about going to buy cleats and finding a fucking huge ass turd in my in my fucking toilet. I think that's gonna have to wait till next week. Yeah, I have to I remember love that. that. Story. Yeah, put that yeah, in seriously. your notes. Just yeah, I'll have to put in my notes and remember why. The the fucking window was closed. That's that's the punchline of the whole fucking thing. Why is this window closed? Yeah, you know, don't upset the neighbors there. Don't upset the neighbors. Oh, what a dope! Oh my god, he's so crazy. Oh my god, I gotta get. I at one point I'm just gonna interview them at the end of the podcast, and then you'll see. This is not made up shit. And fucking my kids are that fucking nonsense. Kids are stupid as shit. Oh my god, they just do the craziest things. But yeah, that that is the podcast. Let me get the, let me get to the soundboard. I care all this last bit nonsense. Uh, oh, I loved yeah. it. We're gonna end the podcast. What do we always say, Eric? Everybody have a great week. Great week. Keep it weird. Proud. We'll see you in seven. Proud. See you in seven. Oh!